I've been oh, yes. um, chipping Watch away it. more and more of, of, of my video. Lots, lots of clips, footage. I've done an edit as well. It's just fun. I'm just reminding myself, like, oh man, so much about it that just fizzles my bizzle. There you go. That's a nice way of putting it. It'll be, a, I'm sure, a fun day chatting about it. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, looks like we're live. Hello there, chatteroonies. EFAP 102. And I managed to get the, th the thumbnail, the title, the description. Everything is right. That's, oh, feels so good. Uh, everyone's saying, I know we're late, but sometimes you gotta push things around in order for, for a wonderful podcast to take place. How's everyone doing? Hello there. What's Hi. up? There I'm, I'm alright. Good. That was the... That was the important yeah. part. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, it's, God, there's just so much to talk about. Uh, luckily, today, we were able to get Mouthpaw as our guest. Uh, I don't even remember fucking what that guy sounded like. He was the one that said, in defense of bad movies or whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yep. Let's talk a little bit about The Room. Yeah, that was, that was an interesting video. God, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm very disappointed in all of you for, like, not taking into account the fact that his name was Chris, and he looks like an off-brand version of someone that already looks like an off-brand Chris Stuckman. <laughs> and the fact that he's wearing a duck tie and never, oh. ever calling him Chris Duckman. Damn. He was on in that one too, right? There was so many things, yeah, I don't know if that was too obvious, or if, if you know, you, you, it's, it's like tough you. to know. Come on, Chris Duckman. It was Chris perfect, Duckman. it was right there. I do like the idea, though, that he's an off-brand of an off-brand. That's uh, it's rather amusing. But, uh, yeah, he, he well, isn't even on that channel anymore, right? That's what we discovered. Yep, he's been yeah, replaced. just thought, like, transformed into, like, that bald guy, like you were looking at us. <laughs> like, this can't be him. Because <laughs> we were like, how could there be six months or whatever between... Was it weeks? <laughs> like, what happened? It was, like, a very short period of time. You're like, man, he, he let himself go. He completely turned into someone else. <laughs> Disturbing. I also, when uh, when fetching fetching the links, I saw the origin thing for the the Twix and Reeses. I, I now know why that is being that's been clogging up my Twitter with with everyone discussing their their takes on it. I see the battle has been raging on. I thought it was funny when they were like, "Aha!" But there's an ice cream version of Reeses. In my head, I was like, "Pretty sure there's one for Twix. Like, why, why wouldn't it be?" There is. They just kept one upping each other. They're like, "There's ice cream. There's there's ice cream bars. There's this. There's that." It's like, yeah, I think there's pretty much everything to go with Twix versus Reeses. Like, you can find something. There's not like a thing either one doesn't have. Yeah, I think I, there's ice cream versions of like old chocolate. We're in I, we're in we're world where they wanted to do that. I think. I will say the fun size versions of Twix really don't do that candy bar justice. Like the full size version is the way to go. The fun size is, is, is improperly named. I'll, I'll say that. That's right. Yeah, fun size candy bar should be really big. Exactly. They're, they're trying to imply that the smaller it is, the more fun it is. Like, no, no, that's no, not how it no. works. Not with chocolate, especially the ones that are like family size, and it's like, pfft, that sounds like yeah, the a bag should like. It's like you can share this with your family. It's like I I don't think so. I think that's pretty much like one or two people max. I'm just like okay. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, also guesting once again, Mr. Evan Monroe. How do you do, sir? I do very well. Good to be back. Oh, uh, you, what, what have you been up to lately? Watching movies, playing, staying inside, being a good man. Stay. Staying inside, working, uh, mm. watching movies. Hopefully, making a video. Maybe I just I'm I've been lazy though. Oh, well, 
you know what? Lazy people aren't allowed on this podcast, just saying. So. Kick gone. But also, yeah. blue people. Not cool with blue people. Oh, no. New policy okay. as of post 100. Enough with the blue people. So, sorry about Never that. Never again. And, uh, brand new, new, new blood to, to be processed, refined, and placed into consumable cubes. Uh, Miss, Mr. The Internet's Janitor. He had a oh. clean up. I see I even made it into the title right here, discussing The Last of Us 2 with Internet's Janitor. That's an honor. Is it? (laughs) 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 I mean, it's the truth. You're here. We're probably going to talk about The Last of Us 2, I imagine. uh, um, You're vaguely aware of of EFAP, I I believe, is it? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm more than a little bit vaguely aware, actually. A fan of uh, yours in general. I especially love how you uh, drive people like Jenny Nicholson crazy. (laughs) I mean... Well, all I did was talk, ask her about her. Well, I didn't even fucking ask her. I was just like, "Oh, your Joker opinions are very good." And that wasn't even just me. That, Rags' fault too. Wolf's fault. Mm-hmm. I can't believe it all got lumped onto me as the sexism. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I'm in love with her. But if I can't have uh-huh. her, just as long as you're driving her crazy, I mean, that's good enough for me. Well, imagine what it takes will be with like Joker too. She'll 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 go crazy trying to figure out the themes of that one. It'd be great. Um. So yeah, we uh we we covered your video on EFAP 100. We were unfortunately um in a, in a I position did. of I I, uh, I listened to that. That was uh that was a fun day. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> uh, the funny thing is like that was the third portion of of the the, the thirty plus hour um roller coaster, and so uh-huh. uh and we were still we were behind schedule of having doing a, a segment with our um uh. Well, with with, with Wolf, uh, we wanted to do some stuff, so we were unable to bring you on at the time, which we usually often do, as we did literally in the previous episode, 101, mm-hmm. covering um, Karina Daniels, I believe. Oh, and, and I guess I should probably mention, I don't know what's going on with that situation, if you will. Like, uh, I've been given lots of pieces of information from, from that Star Wars girl and other people that, like, the, the nobody knows exactly how genuine uh, Karina was. Nobody knows... What videos have been made uh, before they came on? And for some reason, they didn't even—they didn't even seem to recognize that they had a video on that Star Wars girl when they came on. Uh, they didn't like know who she was or whatever. There's, there's lots of stuff going on there. I'm just—I'm just saying. I don't—I don't know. A lot of people like think we're under the impression that all of it was 100% genuine. I have no idea at this point. Um, I mean, it still, you know, went well, but. Um, yeah, the the smug Nujigante person. Uh, just just lots of concerning messages I've had about about their perspective, whether or not it was uh, we, we got the full picture or not. I don't really know anything else about it right now, but thought it was worth mentioning. Either way, it's um, interesting that we, we 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 end up having these people on. And I'm sorry it took a little longer to get you on than than, than we wanted, but uh, you're here now. Uh, so no hello, problem, man. I'm just glad to be. Actually, I've been really sick the last couple of weeks, so this is perfect timing. Hmm. Well. Um, I guess we're here to to talk about all kinds of things. I don't know if um, what's with with mentioning this this tweet you just you just got here. What's 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 this South Pole? What's the what's the quick version? Character development, I see. Uh, well, so um, someone uh, named Thomas Lang, a Nefap fan, uh, commented on Karina's video asking, "Do you like Mueller or not? Because from some of your tweets and uh, from this year, it makes it seem like you don't. Or do you regret those tweets?" Um, so Karina said. 
Um, someone else had the same criticism and it's a valid one. I admit to doing that. I did feel that way at the time. However, I didn't always. I started out liking him from Dark Souls to an Outlast. Interesting. Uh, hmm. But then I had seen Long Critique Isn't Deep Critique by Jack Saint. Oh. And I found oh. myself agreeing oh. with a lot in the video. <laughs> oh. No, that was shit. That well, yeah, idea, I mean, you yeah. would agree with it if you had hadn't seen <laughs> right. the fucking the way for people love from your content. Well, so this is it's interesting because it's like as she continues, it becomes clear that once she actually becomes familiar with your content, she grows to like you. Uh, so continuing, she says, further reinforcing that was that Mahler had association with the anti SJW community because you know, <gasps> association means you must be guilty. Damn it, which is. Oh, a no. group I have soured over the years. I feel have soured over the years. I'm sorry. So I found myself saying, is Mahler all that good, really? Nah. But his content was then recommended to me on YouTube, and I decided <laughs> for the fuck of it to watch it, and I ended up liking it. I think I just focused too much on petty politics rather than the quality of the content. Thankfully, I'm out of that tribalistic mindset. So yes, I no longer agree with the retweet. The retweet being from, uh, I think it was that adequate Emily fellow who... Um, complained that you just uh, like nitpick all the time like she had re retweeted that and people were calling her out on that uh-huh well but, original uh, criticism yeah so the up-to-date uh information is that karina is is pro us for now <laughs> i guess yeah it's I, like, I, all right. I made that tweet i tagged karina karina followed me seems like a harmless person Ooh, so far but you know yeah, I mean it's it's all good. Even if they did, you know, hate EFAP or whatever, I, I just I was just curious for the actual perspective rather than in case we've been uh, sold down the river. Is that the right phrasing, Rags? You know, rivers. Um, me and rivers go way back. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> generally, only in one direction. Yeah, but yeah, I sold you sold me down the river. Yeah, I, I assume I assume they were genuine. Like I said, it's just people were like concerned. You got to mention it and stuff. I was just like, yeah, okay, just, there you go. It's, it's all it's all it's all out. I don't know. That seems to be um, how it's how it's going. Um, I I thought you'd be familiar with that. I I, I think that's a, a a term in the British land. Oh well, I I I that's why I said it. Um, but I was I was thinking to myself like, did I just use that oh, wrong? I Fuck, I, I can't use that wrong. Imagine us using something like a word wrong like that. Oof. A word incorrectly. We are known for never having made that mistake. Um, so this was, uh, I guess I guess we gotta get some context first, right? So this was actually seen by uh, Rags and I and four others. Um, on a different recording that will come out in probably like 10 years. Uh, oh? We, but, but I'm going to bring it up now because it's just unbelievably um, amusing and the EFAB audience is going to want to know about it. Batwoman Season 2. Um, oh, yes. <laughs> we, we have what she's going to look like. Ba-boom! No black eye makeup. It, it looks so strange. It's um, the polar opposite okay. of Robert Pattinson's Batman. I was <laughs> legit was hoping... I was legit hoping that no, they were going to do a red afro. I was, I was hoping. I, a red afro? She looked like a clown. <laughs> it's all poofing out the end. It was like, oh, please do it, but no. Yeah, I, oh, it looks all right. Um, a lot of people comment on how like she looks so bored or impressed. Like I think they were going for like badass. I guess she like, really does look like she just she feels like she's above doing a show like this. Like what the fuck am I doing? Well, here? Like, most people are. So <laughs> it only makes sense. CW, isn't it? It's a CW show. Oh yeah. Um, 
yeah. Uh, and we, they're already like filming. I've seen someone throw a screenshot of them filming in uh, Vancouver. I think it is. So give it give it a few months. Hopefully they rush the shit out of every single part of production so we get the very best show we could possibly get. Uh, EFAP is excited. This looks hilarious. And I wonder if they really are going to commit to no uh, eye makeup because that would be something like offensive, I guess. I don't know. Like That's what a lot of people are theorizing right now is that they won't do the black eye makeup on a black person. Because that would so be fucked up. They, exactly. they know that black people aren't actually like the color black, right? I mean, that's what you just said is probably racist, oh, so... Well, well, yeah, well, I'm not even <laughs> white people aren't actually, like, white. You know, you could put black... Make, like, black people get tattoos, and those tattoos are black. Because they don't commit and get a white, t a white tattoo. Well... We white I, people, we gotta get we gotta get black tattoos, but black people won't get white tattoos. I think they need to start pulling their weight. That's all I'm saying. White tattoos fade after a couple years. Oh, well. Boo-hoo. I wish she keeps the fucking hair as well. <laughs> the hair? It's, it's so bad. But it's like, yeah, okay. I, I'm looking forward to how they've written that she's going to inherit all of Kate Kane's stuff when I really should be saying Bruce Wayne's stuff, but hey, whatever. Um, she's going to inherit all that stolen stuff. <laughs> inherit stolen items. Stolen yeah, equipment. Um, you know what's great about this, too, is you know that the show's going to have several references to the fact that Batwoman is now black. And characters are going to make sure to point that out at every possible turn. Well, yeah, I think the actress said like she's um, excited to join such a like uh, a great trailblazer for the LGBT community in reference to the show. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, Batwoman was far from the first show to have like gay people in it. I, I don't know. No, first first show that ever had a gay person in it, really. Or superhero show with a gay I just, person. I like to think she actually watched the stupid fucking episode with the, the restaurant owner who's like, eh, gay people. She's like, wow, what a trail place. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I don't know how long it'll be before we get it, but obviously next year. Um, so, uh, oh, I, I, I don't want to forget. I'll probably open with it. Um, Internet janitor, what, what, what do you think is better? Which do you prefer, Christmas or Halloween? Oh, I'm a big Halloween guy. Sweet. Big Halloween <laughs> guy. <laughs> like, wait, which one, uh, why is that? What, what is it about Halloween you like? Uh, I don't. I just like getting dressed up and acting like a dumbass, and you know, I mean, it gets. Also, it's an excuse to dress up like a superhero. You know, there you go. Is that what you wanted to hear? You wanted to dress up like Wolverine, Batman. I'm, I'm cool with that. Who are your favorite heroes? Is it Wolverine and Batman? Do you combine them? Mm, I would say my favorite hero is Batman. Batmarine? Bat Batman guy. I never did a video about, about Batman, honestly. I've been waiting to. I've been thinking about doing one. Oh, yeah, I've always been a big Batman guy ever since I was young. What's your, uh, what's your favorite iteration of Batman? Oh, without a doubt, Dark Knight. Ah, yeah, no, on, on screen, or... Well, uh, yeah. I mean, well, we can include old versions if you want. Yeah, on screen, Dark Knight, obviously. I'm also a huge Dark Knight Rises fan. I think that that... Oh, oh no. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I love Dark Knight Rises. That movie's good. No, it's not. <laughs> oh, boy. It's not. No. Self-taught. Uh, I love it. I love it. No, no, no. That's, no, who, that's, who I that's who I was for a couple Halloweens ago. I was Bane. 
Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Bane, Bane's cool. Yeah, that's a good costume. Um, good mask. Yeah, yeah. Were you a big fan of how Bane was just thrown, literally thrown out of frame by a shotgun <laughs> blast or whatever by Catwoman? <laughs> was that fucking Looney Tunes cartoon? Genius. Absolute genius. How Still remember when I was at the cinema, I was in disbelief. I was like, "You did not say, just bring back the Bane." Ending kind of started to get a little, uh, but I, I like, I still enjoyed the movie. I mean, wasn't just enjoying is fine, but thinking it's a, a <laughs> well written story of something else. Doctor, I wouldn't say it's well written. I would just say it gets me pumped. I love watching it because it, it gets me, it just gets my juices flowing. It makes me want to work out and punch somebody. Oh. I mean, I I, I, it, it, that movie definitely makes me want to punch somebody, Christopher <laughs> Nolan specifically. You know, <laughs> it, it just gets me worked up in a different way. Well, yeah, Rag still hasn't seen that one. We'll get I on it eventually. It. I found movies, baby. Oh yeah, found movies or South Podcast versus Let's Do It. Oh, that's the thing. I don't think I don't. I don't know that Rag's gonna come out of watching it thinking it was very good because there's there's so much fucking tism in that movie. It's wonderful. Oh, yeah. That uh, you get it packaged in something that's that's so so high quality. You know, you get your, your Christian Bale doing his baptisms, and then and then you get uh, leg braces that fix atrophied muscles or something. I don't even. I remember. Uh, it's, I need one of those. Yeah. How did he stand after he got out of the prison without having the leg braces? Because he already fixed them at that point in the prison, <laughs> idiot. <laughs> Pay attention. His cartilage grew back all the way. Oh, I think. I think that if it was the first movie to come out after Batman and Robin, I could understand people going, "Yeah, this is better mm. in comparison." Even though Bat- Batman and Robin's more entertaining, in my opinion. But um, <laughs> I, pre- <laughs> I prefer Batman and Robin. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I appreciate Batman and Robin too. Don't get me wrong. Okay, I'm just saying I can understand, uh, like from a point of comparison, that The Dark Knight Rises would seem a lot better if it was the only Batman movie ever made. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, "Yeah, that wasn't bad," you know, Batman. Uh, Forever versus Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, I'd probably maybe go with Dark Knight Rises, even though, uh, like, quality wise, even though I think Batman Forever is way more fun. Um, but no, goddamn, uh, Dark Knight Rises is terrible. It's an awful movie. I, I will, oh, no. I will cover that one day. I say maybe, maybe that's a future podcast for you guys. To talk about how oh, yeah. great the Dark Knight Rises is. I he but hey, at least you know we all like the Dark Knight, so that's there you go. Oh yeah, yeah. We watched the Dark Knight was obviously hard, and then he had a different script written for uh, Heath Ledger, I believe. That was like the original script involved Joker. And he yeah, he was supposed it. to be let free, wasn't he, with the rest of the prisoners at some point? That would have been interesting. Yeah, I mean, I I do wonder uh, had he um, continued the role, I wonder if they would have like made a fucking they would have ruined it, like they would have made. A trilogy for the Joker or some shit. <laughs> like, oh no. Oh, I don't know. I think he would. I think a, a third one would have been better. Obviously. Are you um? Are you excited for the Batman with Robert Pattinson? Oh my god! I cannot wait. Oh my that god. trailer is so, so good. Amazing. I, I keep rewatching it, man. It's just, it's so entertaining to watch, and it just it leaves you begging for more. Just have some. I've been caution, a big Robert guys. Pattinson fan for a long time too. All the way back to the Twilight days. <laughs> Fuck that vampire. Yeah, man. Twilight's pretty good. Yeah, it's underrated. Are they cold on the inside? Would that be weird? <laughs> um. Well, this is the thing about vampires. They're supposed to be like dead, right? But they also like no no bloods pumping. But they also get boners, and it's like, hmm. <laughs> that's that's the true mystical element of vampires. 
they get they get magic boners. They don't they don't need a, a, <laughs> a working heart. <laughs> I can only gain an erection on the full moon. <laughs> Weird, but it makes sense. Shut up. I he no. If they're like bats, they can only get erections when they're hanging upside down or something. That maybe that's just gravity at that point. <laughs> it's, not, it's like they're just pumping it up with some uh, some air, and because you can't use blood, it's against the rules. You gotta make sure you know your vampire lore, okay? Even though loads with everyone does it all differently. Robin, fetch me the bat pump. No, Batman, no. Yes, Robin. <laughs> Do it, Robin. Oh yeah, Why that was that was baited, wasn't it? Uh, Robin was going to be getting some shit going at the end of the Nolan trilogy, but I think that was more just I don't know. He likes to end his movies in like an uplifting way to like where you're thinking forward, like you're thinking about the future kind of thing. I read something about that. That's vibes like that. Man, yeah, pre prestige does not end in a Robin movie well. Or I guess this, yeah, as I was say, that does actually apply to prestige, actually. It's, it's simultaneously tragic and horrifying and then also mm. uplifting, so. Yeah, true. Very sweet, kind of, yeah. Um, so I guess, uh, ooh, that's something that I was going to bring up. Um, <laughs> Rags, Free, and I decided okay. to check out a film that's getting rated, like, best of the year oh, by God. many people. Fuck off. And uh, ten, I saw many ten out of tens. Um, but well, prior to, to seeing it, I, I saw people saying like, "This is going to be winning Oscars and shit." Oh, hello. The, um, wow. <laughs> how, how big are the mosquitoes? Where are you recording? <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna fight them off with a shotgun. <laughs> oh my goodness. We got cicadas over here, and they're like that, so... I, 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 I. Fuck it hell, that guy's penis must be so big. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> loud. So, yeah, we, so we decided to check it out. We're like, oh shit, man, great movies? Let's do it. It was it was called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Um, it, it I, I'm under the... Uh, the Southport, you've seen it, right? I've all read about this. Um, I watched... I watched half of it once, gave up on it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna try to watch it again. So last night, I tried watching it again, gave up at around the same point. I can't do it. I'm thinking <laughs> of ending things. Literally, literally describes what I am thinking as I'm watching the movie. <laughs> it's painfully dull. Um, I... I have heard a lot of people yeah. say it's really good, and it's like, I don't feel comfortable saying it's, like, low quality, okay? But it genuinely does not grab my attention it's so fucking boring i'm, I'm done talking <laughs> it, um, it really was i i legitimately think that watching this movie was the most miserable cinematic experience <laughs> i ever had okay just to check so evan and uh janitor have you guys seen it or no no oh, but, yeah, i'm no. wondering what the premise of this movie is oh my god it's, it's a it's it's a it's a fucking two. It's it's a twelve hour long, <laughs> artsy fartsy. Aren't I clever? Movie about feelings and themes and sad regretisms, and it's just the most dull, obvious, pretentious crap I've ever seen in my life. It I just, loved it. I would love. Oh my! I fucking hated it. I've never looked at the time bar. On a movie before, because I'm like, how long? How much longer does this go on? Another hour? And how could how could one hour last so long? How I still don't know what the premise of this is. What? what oh are they well, doing yeah, okay. So I'll, I'll set some grantisms here. So again, it's called "I'm Thinking of Ending Things." It's by uh, Charlie Kaufman, who um, 
makes a lot of I don't even know how to call them headspace movies where everything is very abstract often and you have to it, you can only interpret because everything taken literally makes no sense at all um, it's always representative of something and so I want to say it was like fucking 20 minutes until we realized that we weren't supposed to be absorbing the scenes as scenes rather that they were uh, extensions of someone's mind um, and we, we didn't take much longer to figure out it was it was uh, Jesse Plemons' character that was everyone, basically. Um, the idea is, it's a guy and a girl driving to the guy's parents' house to meet them, and then driving back, um, and they get some ice cream, and then they drive back to a school, and then it ends. That would be the journey, if you will. And uh, lots of things happen at each at each portion, Going to, and it tells you a lot about, I guess, what the characters are thinking and feeling about life, and oh, I don't know that a film has ever done nothing for me emotionally. Like, Ever, someone in chat was like, spoilers, like, no, 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 you figure it out in the first, like, 25, 30 minutes, like, you get it, you understand, you, you get it, right? But then the movie insists that you have to go another, like, hour and a half of this same shit over and over and over. It's real. <laughs> it's not a clever movie, it's really obvious, there's no way to really misinterpret it, really kind of very direct with what it's trying to say it thinks it's really really deep and clever but it was so boring and it was so on the nose with a lot of stuff it's really really easy to figure out if Rags you, didn't um, like it <laughs> if you want if you want a better movie wait everyone's sorry it, like, people are saying rags is echoing i'm not hearing any echo on my side so i'm not sure where people are hearing it well from. let me see uh, wait see. Uh, i'm not hearing that either see. See. how are you that's the, the, honestly, this is the first time I've seen that many people saying something's echoing and I'm not hearing oh it. Oh my god, it says I'm in a cave. People Who's are telling me to from? fix my mic. Is it me again? <laughs> or Ricola? Well, the weird thing is, like, it should be appearing for Mahler on his end if he's the one streaming it, right? All right, chat. I'm gonna need some some on the moment, immediate responses here. How the uh, rags talk for a bit. All right, so this movie shit, right? Um, the acting's really good. Um, like all of the actors do well. Um, it's just that it takes so long for anything to happen, and the little details of the movie are pretty like, oh okay, oh okay, oh okay, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. It's not like it's not it's not interesting. Uh, you figure it out fairly quick what's going on. Um, you just want it to end. You, you just you just want it to be over. I've never like we we got to a point in this movie where it was like um, like it was about an hour until the movie was over, and so I swear we watched that movie even though there was, no, there was only an hour of the movie left. We watched it for like three more hours. It just kept going and going and going and going and going. Never I it's. Not often that I just want to quit a movie and I just want to stop. I just want to leave. This was one of them. This was one of those where I was about to say, like, halfway through, legit, I was just like, I get it. I, I get everything this movie's trying to say. And and also, there's like a theme of reviewers not watching till the end of the credits, so they just get shit wrong. Weird. <laughs> but, I don't know. Odd. Um... I'm I'm getting like I think most people are saying there's no echo now. I, I, 
very that chat was really weird. It was it was bouncing back and forth. I'm not sure oh, who's yeah. echoing. Everyone's like, stop kissing the mic. He's like, no, I'm I'm um, the same you, you, on the mic I always You sound completely normal to me. That's why I'm confused. Mahler, hmm. wait. So do you uh do you have chat up and do you possibly have the uh, sound through EFAP playing for your desktop? There's only um two like sources of audio desktop. and it's yeah. uh desktop and then my microphone. Okay. So it should but be fine. Okay. Well And there are lots of people saying it's fine. No echo well, normal now, rag sounds normal, echo comes and goes. Eighty percent mm. echo. How do I come, guys? <laughs> I guess I'll have to hear it myself, I don't know. Wait, there's no echo? There never was one. Oh my god. Um but yeah, so the, the um to to clarify though, the movie's not like the whole point of it is to get the twist or some shit. It's it's uh it's it just delivers into information to you in a very unconventional manner, and I just don't consider the information. Um, I I wouldn't want to explain all of it, I guess, for sake of spoilers. But uh, the let's let's just say um it was there's there's nothing to absorb but the subtext. I, I was uh I think I said this on Twitter. It was like um the film doesn't have a foundation that can then be used as allegory it's it's already just nonsense you're watching it and nothing is is connecting up properly and so all you can do or at least this was my viewing experience was basically be like so what does this mean then because none of it is is none no, like a character going from one place to another isn't a character going from one place to another it means something in someone's brain in some way and so i've just got to think on that level rather than taking it in as a story it's all someone's thoughts going back and forth about something else and it'll, it'll, you'll have like weird lines where you're just like oh i wonder what that means probably to do with some aspect of, of blah 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 and um yeah i, I was it, just uh, it seems like it seems like the easiest movie to make you know um, i have to say like i'm sorry i just wanted to say real quick if you want like a really good surrealist movie where um it's a bit abstract and there's a an unconventional aspect ratio. Just watch the lighthouse. Yeah, oh, I like the lighthouse a lot. Um, yeah, the lighthouse is really good. The lighthouse is great. Everyone watch the lighthouse. I'm thinking of ending things as like the Walmart off-brand version of the lighthouse. Okay, that's what it feels I like it's trying to be. No reason to watch it because I just watched Lighthouse and the Lighthouse is great. Have you seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? Ooh, Very good, good stuff. One. I have not loved that movie. Yeah, that's a great one. I feel like it achieves uh, a lot of what this was going for in some in some respects, uh, in a much stronger way, um, in terms of delivery. But that's you know, yeah. I think when you do something like that, where there's a lot of metaphor or a lot of interpretation, like it's best to have like a plot which is like easy to comprehend, and then you throw in subtext in addition to that. It's not like the subtext replaces the story. That's that's what I would go with at least. There's an actual like, progression of events in the lighthouse, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like you can interpret it literally, and like it, the film tells you one thing happens, but there's also like the the stuff with the Greek mythology, and there's there's a lot to absorb beyond just what you see in the film. So that's what's interesting about that movie. It also, we um, are made. That's what I got. Out of it. Also, someone said I sound like I'm in a tin can. So I spoke and then I listened to myself on my phone with with the the, the stream, and I sound fine. So I'm, I'm being gaslit by my own audience. I'm gonna. I'm gonna end it all. Going to Twitter to complain about you guys. EFAP chat was was mean all along. Everyone was right. 
Um, but yeah, uh, wasn't wasn't very impressed, and a lot of people think it's like masterwork. Uh, I guess in Miserable. terms of yeah, well, certainly on the emotional aspect, holy shit! Like I really wanted it to end. I was like, oh, this is tough. Uh, getting yeah, through was really you get tough. In and you're just you're just. And what's the point they get to the house? It's like 20, some, 22, 25 minutes? Uh, hour four? Hour five? Something like that? Uh, yeah, it feels like that. You just want you just want something to happen. It's one of those movies where you're just begging the movie, please have well, something happen. Here's an example. She delivers this poem. Um, this is early in the movie. And it's extremely depressing and dreary and, and dire, right? Like, it's, it's, it's just all... It all it all, uh, without without getting any specifics, it's just it's just a dour poem. And at the and end it's of it, too, so it's automatically shit. At the end of it, he's like, "That's about me." When they're like, literally, their boyfriend yeah. and girlfriend heading to their parents, having a chat, and it's really odd that she gets into this whole poem about how shit everything is suddenly, and you listen to it all like, "Wow!" And then he just goes, "That's about me." And very, so, very um, what I'm yeah, what I'm suggesting is, literally, we're confused. Nobody talks this way. And so all you've got is allegory, which is like, oh, I guess that's him sort of speaking to himself about how his life is. Okay. <laughs> like, I, that doesn't um, stimulate me very well. I'm just like, right, I get it. Um, moving on, I guess, because that, that's, yeah. that's it. Um, watch the Lighthouse, watch Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Yeah, totally I skip. I'm thinking of ending things. Skip it. Forget it exists. It's practically worthless. Well, I would be, be honestly. I'd be interested to have movie. like all of EFAB chat go watch it, then report back. I want to know what people's experiences are on a on a larger oh, scale. Could that be um, like the the next uh, debate? Is like the next EFAB question? What did you think of? I'm thinking of ending things. <laughs> Well, I, uh, people mentioned already, YMS gave it a 10 out of 10, so I know that uh, this people are now expecting, like, oh, you got to talk to him about it. It's like, look, I, I, it's Charlie Kaufman. I already know that uh, I think one of his favorite films of all time is Synecdoche, New York, which is what he made as well. Another film that is quite bizarre, and lots of it has to be interpreted before it can be consumed. Um, I just wasn't very impressed with this one compared to his other work, so yeah, I don't know. Was, uh, I didn't mean to spend yeah. too long talking about that. I just I saw that you tweeted about it, and I was like, oh, we saw that too. Just feel like it's uh, a movie that like anyone could make, but very few people should because it's so dull and miserable to watch. It feels like a like a legit waste of time if you don't have to adhere to a plot and a you know storyline and things of that nature and you could just throw in anything you want at any time and then say oh because it means da 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 and like well fuck how could you not make the perfect movie like that like how do you even grade this so anyway uh i was i was gonna i had i had a thought i don't know if it's worth mentioning or not um southport do you want to do you want to mention anything about bill and ted i feel like there's been nothing public about that on efab whatsoever and you're like the only person who's seen it outside of me, as far as I know, in the EFAP dumb. Is he alive? I watched Hello? the first ten minutes. What'd you think? I, I was laughing. Alright, well, that's a plus. Was South Park! At it or with it? But then... Sorry, hi. Um, so I was, I was laughing like... with it. I thought it was funny. But uh, I, this was like random. 
my friend put it on his phone while we were in the car. I watched 10 minutes of it and then we got to our destination and then I forgot about it. Okay. Sorry. Hi. So I, I was on push to talk. People are still saying that the echo is coming from me. It's not because I was on push to talk. So fuck off with that. Um, <laughs> Bill and Ted three. I watched that in the theater. I was, I had just watched the first two Bill and Ted movies. Um, and they're a good time. Even the second one, which is not as good as the first one, but still. Oh, a fun I thought time the second was better than the first one. Um, uh, I don't know. The first one has just the the kind of charm. I like. I I get what the second one's going for. I prefer the first one over the second. I, I don't think it's bad. I just like. Yeah, I, I prefer the first. Whatever. Um, but I was uh, I was expecting the the third one to be pretty good, especially because all the the reviewers were saying it's great and everything. And um, I went and saw it. And I fucking hated it. In fact, it's like uh, it was one of the worst experiences I had watching a comedy in the theater. And, you know, granted, um, it's not like I've seen an Adam Sandler movie in the theater. OK, so I'm not saying that this is worse than Jack and Jill because I, I don't know what that movie is like. But Bill and Ted three. Um, oh, boy. I think that I, I was messaging you, Mahler, um, while you were watching it. Um, yeah, um, so my thing was, uh, I rewatched the first two, and I was like, it's cool, I'll be able to see the third one, and uh, as I was watching it, I was pretty fucking surprised, in terms of, I was expecting a pretty easy third movie in the trilogy, and apparently we're in a relative minority, uh, I thought it was fucking god-awful, you did too, but a lot of people seem to think, like, not only is it not bad in any way, it's actually pretty great, as like a third in the in the trilogy, and I was just like, wow. No, like if you if you actually care about uh you know honoring the characters, right? If you if you have the same uh sort of standard for like why the sequel trilogy is bad, why Terminator Dark Fate and Genesis are bad, why The Last of Us Part Two is bad, um, Bill and Ted well, Three, unfortunately, like it does the same thing with its main characters that that those other uh, games and movies do, um. The, the the two main characters are failures. They don't actually say what. Fill them with a golf club. No, 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 no. <laughs> they they just uh, the whole point of the first two movies is that they're the ones that write this song that unites humanity and saves the world. Right. It's a very silly premise, but that's that's the idea that the first two movies are built on. And then the third movie starts and it's like, yeah, they didn't actually do that. Lol. And um, it's like that. That's the opening narration. It's like, oh boy, we're we're in for a rough one. Which is like, you know, what? I mean. Maybe, hey, you can't have a story without a conflict. And it's like, I guess that it wouldn't make sense for them to make a story set after they uh, they save the world with their song. Um, and you think this is going to be the one where they actually do it, right? No, it's their daughters who uh, have inherited all their personality traits. While Bill and Ted, I mean, Bill's acting fine, but um, Keanu Reeves has noticeably aged out of the, the role of Ted. He's very stiff in this. Um, yeah, it's like I'm. I'm not watching Bill and Ted. I'm watching Bill and John Bill Wick, and Wick trying to be Ted. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just from watching the trailers, I remember looking at Keanu Reeves and just like you look really out of place in your costume and just how you look. look like, yeah, the John Wick's movies are amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's mainly yeah. running on just being like, eh, it's Keanu Reeves, though. It's like, yeah. but it, And it was weird, because I watched all three movies back-to-back, -back and uh, it's a stark difference. Also, someone said, it's nowhere near that bad. Stop being hyperbolic like a child. So I'm allowed to not <laughs> like something, okay? <laughs> it's totally okay. Oh, it's within my purview. 
have all, I have lost all respect for you, Maul. Well, it's this funny because I haven't even I haven't even given my part. reasons yet. And they're like, "Wow, child." It's like, okay. <laughs> I mean, they might be they might be calling they might be referring to me because I'm the one that's been ripping this movie. Well, you only, you only just died. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, in general, like I like this is a subjective thing. I didn't really find it, the movie funny. There was like maybe one bit where I uh, I blew air out of my nose briefly, but that was yeah. about it. Um, um, that's a glowing recommendation. The, yeah, I blew air out of my nose once. I imagine that it gets away with more more so than than a lot of movies do because of the fact that it's an absurd comedy. Um, like the the plot issues are like crazy distracting at certain points in terms of just I know I know it's bullshit, but oh, you, you wow, didn't, you didn't like the fact that future Bill shot at the past version of himself, despite knowing that if he did that. He would also kill himself. You didn't. You didn't like that. How did it make sense that uh, they go to their future selves to get the song, and the, they don't have the songs? They never wrote it, but the world hadn't ended in the future. I'm sorry. What? I you got out there for me. <laughs> so, the idea is they have to write a song within like an hour to save the world, and they go to the yes. future to try and get the song off themselves to use it. But the future selves didn't write it because they were shit. How is it the world hadn't ended? Uh, absurdist comedy. You you can't you can't criticize it. All right. Okay. Well, because it's not supposed to make sense. It's not supposed to. Be, it's not supposed to make sense, Mueller. It's not supposed to make sense. Okay. The um, the dad being from was it five years of the future, and, oh, and yes, he's with yes, them. Yes. And it's like he's with everybody's present visions, and you're like, wait, he's like from a different. Okay. So there's there's two uh, Mr. Logans now. Um. Right. Yeah. Uh. Don't uh, address that. The. The oh my god, dude! The to create drama, we're gonna have the fugitisms send an assassin robot after them. You're like, ah, oh, so quirky and funny. And then, of course, basic expectation from the audience. You're like, wait, why? Why are you doing that? And it's like, because maybe that'll save the world. Like, why would? Why would you? <laughs> out of nowhere, there's like literally no justification for why they think this is gonna save the world now. Sending an assassin after the two guys that allegedly saved the world with their music, and, the, and then of course they die, and they're like, "Oh no, it didn't work." She's like, "Oh god, I was wrong." <laughs> it's like, why? Why would? Why would? It's so bizarre to me. I was like, "Why would you assume killing them would do that?" I don't. Oh, uh, that was, and this is what I mean. Some people are like it's a comedy, and I'm like, yeah, but the, but how did this not distract anyone else? It's such a fucking bizarre concept, and uh, how the robot accidentally kills like a series of famous musicians, and he's like, whoops, it, that, that was that was special too. Um, and yeah, and Bill and Ted spend the whole movie just meeting their future selves and being disappointed by how crap they are. It's um, think, interesting yeah, choice. You've got you've got their daughters who uh, have basically inherited all their their personality traits um, to kind of an uncanny degree, um, and they're the ones that end up saving the world. And the idea is, well, maybe Bill and Ted didn't write the song that saved the world, but they inspired their daughters' uh, love of music that allowed them to save the world. Like, okay, okay, yeah, it's it's um that's the same yeah. thing that they did with Dark Fate, where well, John Connor definitely prevented Skynet, you know, but it's just a different thing came along. Um, it's like Time Machine. The, uh, the the fact that future people are just like, here's some instruments, make the song, and then they accidentally just leave a time machine open near them, and they're like, mm -hmm. fuck, they used the time machine. <laughs> like, okay. 
Apparently, if you give everyone across time a, an instrument, and they'll all play, yeah, in, play in yeah. sync, they're great. Well, all they need is is the kids to tell them how to play them and wh when, and and you know, because they're just they're just that good. And everyone will already know how to do it. Everyone is like Ray in the Bill and Ted universe. They can just you know pick up an instrument and they know how to play it. Even though I mean, I get that that's not what Ray does in the sequel trilogy, but you know that that's <laughs> she what she could, could do. She could, she could absolutely. She would have gone to the cantina where all those dudes were playing that one song, and she could have done the whole song by herself way better. She would have smoked the Biff musicians, man. Uh, they'd all be doing jazzercise in there in no time. Yeah, and Max Rebo wouldn't have shit on her piano skills either. Well, you want to name this uh, alien musician, George? Max. <laughs> All right. Max. Uh, the, people are, so, some people here and they're still, still saying Echo. It's frustrating because I'm like... They're, they're saying it's reverb from me? But, like, I don't hear any of it. Surely I should be. I think they're memeing. I think they're just the doing it because they were saying it before. I kind of hope they're fucking with me. I'll have to rely on, you know, one of you, you guys or... Some someone to like be able to better explain the problem beyond echo. Um, yeah, so wasn't is it still going on? Because I did fiddle with some stuff. No, a lot of people are saying there is no echo carry on. So I don't know. Okay. Well, um, um, on the subject of the name, the first name Max. Uh, my one of my sisters actually has a boyfriend, and his name is is Max, and that's short for something. If you could guess what that's short for, Maximus. Maximilian. No, that's what I thought. Maximilian. It's, it's yeah, no, these are the ones that I'd expect you to say. That's the one that I, the ones that I guessed. Maxi? It's Maximum. What? Ooh, that's Maximum. Really... I'm Maxwell. That's me. Maxwell's one. That's that's one. That's a nice yeah. one. Uh, yeah, uh, Secret Agent eighty six. Uh, Maxwell. Oh, also Maxwell Silverhammer. Yeah, mm. Maxwell Silverhammer. Uh, Hammerson. Yeah. Still but uh, yeah, Maximum, not Maximus, which is the you know, male version of the other thing. Maximum. Odd. Very odd. Oh, well. Uh, Maximum Chad. Is his last name Payne or something? Maximum Payne. Maximum Payne. Payne. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, well, she, she named him while she was giving birth, and that's what came to mind, is Maximum oh. Payne. And so it stuck. And, you know. So, yeah, um, obviously we're not, like, donating a shit ton of time to... Uh, Bill and Ted 3, I just wanted to, to get it out there that I didn't think it was very good, and I know the Southpaw wasn't a fan as well. Um, broad strokes, like, it's, I just, I think it did a huge disservice to the characters, the writing is, like, horrifically bad, and, uh, I definitely, like, I, I don't remember laughing, um, I might have. Do you remember any jokes that you liked? There were jokes in this movie? Well, I mean, you said you laughed earlier, right? I mean, I blew air out, out of my nose. nose. I think I think that the one bit in the movie that I genuinely like kind of enjoyed was when uh, Jimi Hendrix was uh, like playing uh, electric guitar outside Mozart's house while Mozart was playing piano. Like that that was that was nice, nice little scene. Um, but it wasn't funny. All right, well, <laughs> just enjoyable. Yeah, I. Uh... I would have to like give it a lot more time to be able to explain better like my issues with it, but I I, I was not having much fun with it. And um, funnily enough, you know, Bill, uh, I forget his name, Alex something, right? The actor, he um, Alex Winter, he felt pretty much one to one with, with who he was in the previous movies. He seems to have uh, managed to maintain it pretty well. So that's something. Like 
like I said, I, the movie could could be renamed the Bill and Body Snatcher of Ted. That's that's what this is. <laughs> Bill and so, Wick. Bill and Wick, yeah. Uh, so you know, I, I, I'm glad people really really enjoyed it. I just uh, I, had, I had trouble with that one. I was like, oof. Well, I, I kind of hope that what will happen is in John Wick 4, John Wick is suspiciously acting like Ted. And so it's like... They mixed up the actors, oh no! They're set in some, like, shared universe where <laughs> Ted Logan and John Wick just switch bodies. Oh man, we got, we got John Wick 4 and 5 on the way. Are you excited? Oh yeah, it's gonna be great. And I, I bet Mel's excited. Mel can finally <laughs> cover <laughs> something topical. <laughs> oh my god gonna be great uh so yeah i mean that's you know it's just a couple things with with talking about i suppose it's time to to get on to the actual fucking title of this terrible terrible podcast talking about some some last of us too i figure the 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 smart way to do it would probably be like before doing like a free-for-all is there anything you wanted to say specifically um about the coverage on efab 100 mr mr janitor um Uh, just that um i guess okay Basically, the points that because uh, I, I watched your guys' coverage of me, and um, you know, you guys definitely had a lot of fair points. Um, but I think one of them was that you guys were struggling with was what is what you kept saying like over and over. What are you trying to say? I kept I feel like you, Mauler specifically were like, "What is your point? What is your point?" Video might have got a little muddled here and there. I, I admit that. Basically, the point that I was trying to say in that video is that I personally believe that to experience a video game you actually have to play it i'm under the belief that you can't you know watch a streamer or watch clips that you actually have to have the control in your hand and play it um i would and, agree with that the only caveat i would have is just talk specifically about like the coherency of the story you just need to know the details and you can do that for example for if if we were to ask rags how did it feel to play the last of us 2 what did you gain from the experience he would just be like well, I didn't play it, but yeah, I didn't play it. I watched Mahler's playthrough, so I could talk about the story and the characters and, and the mechanics, the progression of events, and the mechanics to a degree. Yeah, yeah. I was um, about to say, I think you showed a clip of uh, Jeremy from Geeks and Gamers where he was saying like it was a massive failure of storytelling, and then at the end he says, "I haven't played the game," but he said he watched all the content. And it was like I think we mentioned in the stream is like that's still you've absorbed the story, but at the same time it's. It's going to be yeah. a little hard to like criticize right. the mechanics of the gameplay, but I, I think at that point you could still say stuff about the story because you've experienced that much. I um I played the game on that. my channel. Personally. I played the what? Well, what do you gain? What do you gain narratively from playing the game as opposed to watching it? I think that just being involved in it, actually controlling the character, actually being the real gamer when i when i game you know i have my tv right in front of me i got my headphones on it's dark and i feel like i'm actually you know controlling you know my favorite character ever abby but what's the what's the what's the change what's what's the difference how does it impact the narrative because you sort of just I, restated the something again like what then, like what what will i like when it comes to the story and characters what did i not get from the game because i didn't play it I feel like from for me playing it, I felt like <clears throat> hold on. So I I, I I get what you're saying that you're saying like. Mm-hmm. You Do you think it's to... like paying like it's it's way easier to pay attention and to um or to? 
I was like, more it, involved because I was actually playing it, which is I feel is what the point of playing a video it, game is. You actually get immersed and involved. I mean, I, so, I, I would probably oh, concede story, that it's a different emotional experience, but uh, yeah, specifically just talking about the beats and the uh, what actually takes place. Like, Rags isn't going to really have a different... In fact, watching someone play it versus playing it can actually yield um, results in, in a positive way, in that Rags might have no... Say, for example, he's watching me play it. I'm split-focused on absorbing what's happening while also making sure I'm pressing the right buttons, moving the right ways and stuff, while he doesn't have to concern himself with any button pressing so he can pay specific attention to everything that's happening. Like there's, there's... And I might... And, and because I'm perhaps distanced a little more emotionally, I'm able to see things with more clarity, potentially. Yeah, but it's just, a, like, as I agree, it's a different experience, but it doesn't necessarily lessen his uh, his ability to be able to comment on it, I would say. The point of the video that I was trying to make was that I went into it wanting to hate it. I went into it reading all of the stuff and, and hearing that, you know, I, I knew I didn't know what happened to Joel, but I knew something happened. I knew that because there was so much, you know, internet chatter. I knew something was wrong with Joel. And I went into it wanting to not like it, planning on doing a slam video, planning on attacking everyone that, you know, it just like everyone else. I mean, obviously, a lot of people feel strongly about it and don't like it. But for me, I went into it not wanting to like it and ended up liking it. And that's why I made that review. That was the, the whole basis of the view is like, look, you may, there's some people who go in wanting to hate it and end up hating it. But there's some people like me who went into it wanting to hate it, but ended up loving it. What about folks like me that heard about the leaks, uh, knew the content of them and realized, okay, so I'm annoyed that they, uh, they marketed a, a Joel and Ellie story. That's what they did. And they're mm -hmm. delivering a completely different experience, but I that's haven't seen the context. I haven't seen the context at this point when I see the leaks and I'm like, uh, well, maybe in context, they'll deliver a sensible way for Joel to end up in this situation. And then I actually played the game and the context made it so much worse. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was about to say, I think that that's an argument I've seen a lot of other people use in videos is the idea that like people like criticize the game about the leak specifically, like there were reviews that were written, there were like their apparent review bombings on Metacritic and people are like, they haven't even played the game. And it's like, I, I feel like that's a little bit of a broad generalization, especially if like you can read the leaks and then afterwards there's other things in the game itself that can make you upset as well. Actually, um, I didn't even. I knew Joel died, and that was pretty much it. I can't remember what other spoilers I even knew beyond that. But I didn't even know about the marketing thing. I'd heard people say that the, there was dubious marketing happening, but I didn't know the specifics until afterward. So I went in like la di da, and uh, if you watch my playthrough, I'm pretty happy right up until uh, I'm not. <laughs> so what I'm <laughs> suggesting is I went in neutral uh, essentially, which I like to do with a lot of media, of course, and uh, yeah. It, it, went to shit real quick so um got a whole plethora of experiences here how wonderful i went in wanting to hate it and when joel died i i was still hating it i was like you know i, I still kind of felt like this wasn't the game that i signed up for it wasn't until i got a little bit further into the gameplay specifically at one point ellie drops down into like a subway and then there's um, not only um, the zombies down there but there's soldiers and stuff and that's when the game really started to to capture me and that's when there was a turning point for me for i was like all right i don't like this game i don't like wandering around this seattle area and blah blah, blah. and then suddenly i felt very just involved in the game and 
and I, I enjoyed it from that point on. Would you say that that's for the gameplay mostly, like how sequences of events happen, like the action and how you go I, from place I, to place to the story itself? Definitely, I definitely love the gameplay. I didn't talk about that really in my um, my video. I definitely love the game. I feel like on a technical level, the game is a masterpiece between like the transitionings between cutscene to gameplay. The camera never, you know, I was playing it with a I. I was introducing the game to a, a buddy of mine a couple weeks ago who doesn't play video games at all. And it may have been just a couple beers we were having or the late night that we were having. But at one point I paused it and he was like, oh my God, I thought this was a movie. You know, he, he, he completely, you get lost in it. I just feel like it's it's one of the most immersive games that I've ever well, that played. That comes across as a negative for me when people look at a game and say, I, I thought this was a movie. It's like, oh, that's yeah. a big, that's a big red flag for me. I was playing the part where... um your abbey and you have to go into the hospital down low uh like and fight that giant blob monster thing that was the part that i was playing oh and they thought it was a movie yeah oh um interesting weren't many, weren't many cut scenes inside of that like i think there are when you like she opens the the med packs and tries to see if there's anything inside of there like yeah but that is a pretty interesting sequence i did love the world building like all the notes she's finding from the people who are like in the hospital at first like that's there's some pretty interesting sequences like that and i agree there's unique details in the world so yeah mm -hmm. but that's and then of course my video also i, I gotta let you guys know a, a bunch of the video <clears throat> i don't know if you guys are familiar probably not uh, i got a series called how to piss off a blah 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 fan so i do how to piss off a star wars fan how to piss off a marvel fan originally when i was writing this video i titled it how to piss off a gamer and so the video was kind of supposed to be a mixture of sarcasm and supposed to be a mixture of how I actually felt about it. And then a mixture of, you know, me reviewing, you know, just how this video was, how the game was received. And I think I, I think I might've bit off a little bit more than I could chew at a, a ser several points while I was editing the video. I just felt super over my head. Um, yeah, that was that was my impression late into the video is like you were talking about so many different things. It was like a mixture of the game itself and the reaction that people had to the game. And I was just like watching it. Was, it I was like, I was that was why I was confused about what point you were trying to make. And I was like, I was wish just, this was a little I lost like four days of work while I was working on this video. Okay. And so that was like a huge setback. And then I was obviously just scrambling to get something out because you can only wait so many weeks being a YouTuber to get something out. So you know, I released what I released. I do stand by a lot of the statements I said, um, the stuff that probably offends people or whatever, you know, maybe I was being sarcastic, maybe I wasn't. Um, but overall, don't I, I don't, you know, I, I don't even know myself half the time. But oh. the, the point I was trying to get in the video was, I think you need to play it to actually experience it. And I went in not, not wanting to like it and ended up loving it. I think the most vocal people about it how terrible the game was didn't actually play that and i think that that's kind of ironic what makes you think that that it's ironic that people hate a video no, game that and most people it. who didn't like it didn't play it yeah like are you judging that based on the metacritic scores or stuff like that like what about people that, that, would be, that would be based off like people i've interacted with on twitter reddit you know youtube mm. things like that they said they didn't play Which it. Which is my personal experience. You know, people who I've encountered who are so, I hate this game. I hate this game. How do they do this? And then. Because I haven't played it, but I hate it. And I don't mm -hmm. know if introducing me to mechanics that don't particularly look anything like they're good in keeping the same exact story is going to 
changed my mind that oh actually the game's better like, now because i like dark stuff i like dark fucked up things that's not i didn't like yeah. dark things um so i um i think that when it comes to people hating on the game without having played it themselves if they've uh, if they've seen the whole story if they understand um how all the the different payoffs are achieved um i think that if, like they've they've seen it from other people that have covered the game um, they are well within their rights to not play it and have an opinion on the story being shit. Um, I, I think that demanding that people have to buy the game or rent it or somehow get their hands on it through like maybe borrowing it from a friend or whatever, or maybe stealing it um, in order to actually judge it uh, sets a pretty bad precedent as far as like, like what's the point of really reviewing stuff then if uh, we can't say, no, don't check this out. Like, I, I don't recommend this. I don't re recommend playing it. I don't recommend watching it, reading it, whatever. Um, because people will tend to trust uh, when, like, folks like Angry Joe, when they say the story is a mess, wouldn't recommend playing it for the story, that kind of thing. Um, so I, I think that when it comes to uh, not playing the story, it, sure, you can't really judge the gameplay. You can't judge the the uh, tactile feel of the game. Um, but I mean, Rags has no more or less. Inf well, Rags has no more or less information about the story than me. So. You, you probably have a little bit more because <laughs> you've been <laughs> you're working on a video and stuff. But um, true, true. It, well, I mean, I'll 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 concede uh, at least part of the point in that um, it's going to be a different experience to have played it versus to have uh, heard exactly what even to a to a script level what the story is and of course it would be lame for someone to like like organize a hate train when they've not played it at all uh, they go in strictly from what they've heard are the main beats like I I, I would totally concede if you're going to be even you know if someone said wait you want to go see the new Star Wars trilogy that's out they make Luke like a coward and, and a guy on a island I'd be like well I mean what What's the context there? What, what exactly? What's going on there? Like, um, I would be probably pr primed to be like, oh shit, like what? Why? But but I'd still want to check it out. So yeah, I, I I can give you space on both of those, uh, for sure. I just don't know that um, I you know from fr from seeing what I've seen, I didn't know that that many people had uh had decided to hate the game without having played it. I didn't I didn't pick up the same sort of uh, atmosphere with, with just the online discussions. But of course, we may have been reading and seeing different things. Yeah, when those leaks came out, um, it was pretty easy to see why people would be very upset uh, at the, the direction the game was going and the stuff that was happening in that game. Um, play it or not, it, especially with how credible the leaks turned out to be, much like the Rise of Skywalker leaks, uh, a lot of people probably feel very, very vindicated. Yeah, and I was pretty, about to pretty... say, like, I, I'd be fine with that if someone is like, I, I don't want to play the game based on the leaks and just, just based on what they hear. They're like, I, I don't want to play this game. I don't think it sounds good. But, like, if you were to criticize it, like, I would, I would definitely think you should experience the story or experience the game itself. But yeah, depends, it just on depends on what you're what... covering. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Yeah, if, like, if you had two different people and they had both, one of them had played the game for 50 hours and someone had watched gameplay for 50 hours and they were both going to do a video about the story and the characters and characters and the narrative of the game 
I would have no idea who'd make the better video because they both have access to exactly the same information. Um, <laughs> I, I, I agree. What, what do you think, Janitor? I mean, <clears throat> I, I can only talk about obviously my experience and like I've already said, I went and want not wanting to like it, ended up liking it. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be one of these people who are like, Oh, Joel isn't a beloved character or anything like that. Yeah. Or, or that every death after the first game is Joel's fault. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I, yeah. Have you, did you know about so that much. one from from Just Right? What do you think about that? <laughs> Just Janitor, the Just video. Yeah. The, did you see it? I did. I I did briefly catch it uh, one day. I don't really remember too much of it. I remember liking it. I'm sure you guys didn't. Didn't you guys cover it before my video? <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, very good. It was. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Wasn't it. Good. Yeah, he I mean, said that word for word. He said literally every death that happens after the first game is Joel's fault. Like, I think that that's insane. Like, I remember hearing that line and I was like, just right. What the hell? Like, well, I, we try to figure out how he could, like, figure that out. I don't, I don't understand well, what I, maths you're this, using. The only way that that could make sense is if the Firefly synthesizing an antidote would instantaneously turn everyone on Earth immortal. Otherwise, no, that statement like is not even that. nonsense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, all conflict would have to cease. Everyone would, no one could possibly die. It's just like that. Literally every death. That's that's insane to say. It's a weird one. Yeah, because Joel did nothing wrong. And and the funny thing about the whole Joel is not beloved. That was said alongside you're just mad because Joel is dead. The uh, from Cosmonaut. So it's uh, all these interesting. Phrases. Not not to, to put any of them on, on you, Jan. I was just curious, right, uh, yeah, what, no. what do you think about these sort of... Because these were uh, bigger videos that were mounting more of a defense for the game than a lot of people were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I guess I identified... Like, the video that I saw that I liked the most that someone else put out was Donkey's video. Uh, did you guys cover that one too? I think we I covered that with the Just Right one, I, didn't we? I yeah, think so. That was the first one. Problem is, it's hard to remember didn't, watching a donkey video. Didn't he? Um, he appealed to like critic score at one point. Yeah, yeah. He he and Just Right both did that, which is absurd, especially for Donkey because uh, mm, he's yeah, got a he, video, the uh, two videos actually that go over how useless and worthless critic scores are. So <laughs> it's like interesting. I guess unless you agree with them, but I mean, I I I do. You, this game is weird, whereas like. By saying that I liked it, so many people thought that I was just trying to get views or something, or or be the op be on the opposite side to get clicks or anything. I I honestly, parts of me wish that I didn't like it because, uh, dude, I'm sure it's genuine you know, that you you know you felt you know, it was good. I really do like, you know, making a video slamming the creators of this would have been probably easier for me than what I tried to do, um, but it, it really was what I felt in my heart, which is I I enjoyed the game. I loved Joel. And the way that I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying the way that he was taken out of the game was like amazing or anything. His death wasn't like, you know, the best death I've ever seen or anything like that, but it didn't really bother me because I felt for me that it was appropriately set up. Some other people obviously don't agree and I don't have a problem with that. But when my video, I was trying to say, I think you should experience it yourself if you think you're going to hate it because I, I was one of those people. 
and I ended up liking it. Okay, can we talk about the fact that Joel's death was not appropriately set up in any yeah, way, shape, or form whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, I mean that's probably the... I've biting my tongue on that for like five seconds. I know you That's the longest five seconds. Okay. Um, I was going to say, we're probably done with the intro portion of this. We can get into the actual pieces of the game and why we think it's garbage, I guess. <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, no, Mahler, uh, you can take it off the top and I'll um, bolster your points. I don't think I have... Oh, well, I mean, you, you were about to start it up there, so it's all good. If it, We can start... I think it's, it's the most significant first event would be Joel's death and how it's um, put together, organized, and we can go from uh, character motivations to, to, like, plot sort of pushing, everyone's being pushed in a certain direction, including even the fucking zombies. It was a little fast. Not Game of Thrones fast or anything, but I would say I would have liked to have Joel at least be in, like, half of this game, but but, Certainly wouldn't um, have hurt. That would that would help out a lot. I think. I would. I, I'm even okay with him being in it for literally a couple of minutes, even if that's that's the goal they're going with. Is that we know that he and you know uh, Ellie had some form of a life, and then like the dramatic sort of start to this game is that on some kind of uh, you know scavenging party or whatever. He's just uh, abruptly and savagely killed. It's um, more so to do with how the event takes place and why, and all the characters involved and why they did what they did. Um, and yeah, I don't know there's, that there's anyone involved that I don't have a big question mark as to something they did. Yeah, there's there's nothing that I have against the concept of taking a character like Joel and uh, killing him off as brutally as they do two hours into the game. Um, that's not the thing that makes it bad writing. It's annoying, especially given the whole marketing stuff. Um but it's it's not necessarily bad writing. Um, however, if the setup for it does not make sense, that's going to undermine the payoff itself, and it's going to take it from being like genuine tragedy, as uh, Ned Stark's death or the Red Wedding, or um, certain character from Breaking Bad or the Shield's deaths. Um, then it, it it takes it from from being tragic and heartbreaking. Sorry, to um, just kind of like. You're thinking, what the fuck? Like, I mean, why? That they killed him, but I didn't. I didn't feel like there was a, some kind of gap in the story where I didn't understand how he got to that point. I felt it was a little rushed. But what are you specifically talking about? Where you say that? <laughs> Which, Which of the twenty should we go with first? Because there's so much. Uh... Do you, do you want to start with the names and how they just walk right into it? Like I don't, I don't even know. Else? This is funnily what I'm having to do with my video, and I imagine Southpaw's got the same issue. Where you like, how do I? What do I go after first? How do I structure the criticisms? Because there's so many. It's um, it's the meme of um, in The Simpsons with with Mr. Burns's illnesses. They're all trying to get into his body at the same time, and they all clash in the doorway. Like, I'm thinking like, <laughs> should we start here? No, there. No, there. No. Uh, how far back do I draw it? It's like um, I guess we go all the way back to Abby wants to kill Joel. Right. That's that's where we start. So um, she joins the Washington Liberation Front, which is like uh, cool because that's like just she gets picked up by them, she joins them, whatever, and she must have told them about what Joel did. And Isaac, for some reason, okay's a mission where several of his uh, people, including his like top doctor and top scar killer, are gonna gallivant across North America to um, go and find someone, possibly, that might get them the location to someone else who has nothing to do with the Scars and is just try you're trying to get revenge. On, Based on, on a shockingly small piece of evidence. And the first guy you're going after is his brother, who may very well be completely innocent and not going to give up his location, therefore you're probably going to have to torture him. 
like it, to me this this is absurd and Isaac is portrayed as someone who's like ruthless and entirely focused on the fight so the idea that this is the guy who's like yeah guys you can go do that it's like that's absurd to me that's probably where brother, I would start or his brother might not even uh, like, might not even know where Joel is might not even be alive be, <laughs> yeah that's the thing is like it's been four years it's a very dangerous world who knows if, if Joel's even alive but also um, if, assuming that Joel didn't go back to Jackson uh, Abby's plan would have been to go to Jackson find Tommy, torture Tommy, and Tommy wouldn't have been able to tell her where Joel was. It's such a long shot as to whether it could have worked. Um, she's very lucky that it just happened that, yeah, Joel was was in Jackson and um, that her, her boss allowed her to, to leave Washington, travel, uh, what was it, 400 miles over to Wyoming mm. with a group um, through a, a very dangerous setting. Uh, in, in The Last of Us, it's pretty clear that traveling any distance is going to be difficult in, and they're, they're in by foot right too. yeah but by foot they don't have horses they don't have a, a car it seems um they don't show one in the in the house you'd think that if they had a car that they would have parked it in the garage right oh, kept it away from the elements and, um, and shit mel would have known she was pregnant at that point right uh mm -hmm. So the idea that you're sending your pregnant doctor <laughs> like, well, I, um, why they, would you they do find this? out they find out that Mel is pregnant, like some time between them leaving and them arriving at Jackson, because it's a big oh. reveal that Owen gives to uh, to Abby. Okay, well, okay, I wouldn't add that to the to the crazy oh. path. Just the fact that she's an incredibly important member of the team. Like I said, I don't I don't believe Isaac would give up any of them, to be honest with you. But the the story says he does, and it's just like okay. In my head canon, how I like, I guess, how I kind of like process that was i mean you have to figure maybe abby and isaac's relationship it's like a give and take thing she was part of another group before she joined isaac's group correct she was part of the fireflies right yeah that's right yeah and then she joined isaac's group i don't remember what they're called but maybe you know there's some kind of backstory there where it's like okay isaac's like i need this woman she's strong and she's a good soldier and abby's like okay well i need isaac because he has shelter but they both understand that her goal is that she wants to track down her father's murderer. So maybe he's, you know, saying, look, you know, you come do some stuff for me and then maybe I'll do some stuff for you. You know, help me with a couple wars here and there, blah, blah. Finally, the time comes, look, I need to go after him. And, and he, he gives the okay one time. All right, you can go um, after this one time. And how, if we're not allowed to head cannon, how does it hold up? What do you mean? If, if, if we remove head cannon from the conversation uh, entirely how does do you think it holds up i mean yeah i think that that's perfectly rational that some that two people would run into each other with that have you know similar goals and different goals and you know that we all have real life like that where we meet someone you know and we use each other for things that can benefit us and then sometimes you know we have to go our separate ways and um, I feel like what happened there. So what I'm suggesting is like we can do this for anything in a storyline. Um, we could like just just uh, why why would Isaac do something irrational? Well, let's generate a situation where he might have done it for this reason. Oh, it's he's like, got a brain tumor. Well, I, I wasn't even going that far. Like you just, you literally create pieces and, and blobs and characters and, and motivations to be like this is. Uh, you know that this is probably what happened. It's just like, well, I mean, isn't the story supposed to be telling us what happened rather than us having? Because there's a difference between because I think you properly labeled it headcanon versus say, um, I, inference. 
I would say that my head cannon wasn't playing that out. Like I wasn't like, okay, Abby did this and this and this. I just think that that's basic human interaction that sometimes people meet up and they can use each other for certain things. And then sometimes they have different goals and they go a different I mean, way. I Isaac is like willing to kill his own people if they uh, breach protocols of, of different kinds or at least imprison them. Um, he imprisons Abby. The idea that he's cool with her doing all of this stuff in exchange for, for her joining the team... Like I, first of all, I don't know why they wouldn't have put that in the in the actual story. Like she she would have a conversation with him, where she's like, "I finally found Joel," and then he's like, "You know, no, you can't, you can't go. We need you here." And then she's like, "Hey, like this is the entire fucking reason I joined. Okay, you have to let me have this." And then Isaac's like, "Okay, that well, scene about to... would have been there, pretty there's, good." There's, I mean, yeah, it's gone. Sure, gone. that scene should have been. I mean, I, I would agree with you that maybe that that scene should have been in it. It didn't bother me that it wasn't, but I'm not going to say. No, I understand that maybe some people... Yeah, like, it, well, it does come across as an insane thing that was allowed for no reason other than we yeah. want a story to happen. And I, I would say, like, that headcount only covers um, Abby. It doesn't cover Mel. It doesn't cover... Why would you send that many people? Um, I I don't know. It's, it, it seems really odd to me. Are they all part of the Fireflies? Um, was Mel I think I, I, was, Only, uh, Manny were, yes. Yeah, not all of them. Um, At least I don't think it was all of them. I, I'd have to check. Well, we we actually see a beardless Manny in the uh, in the scene where Abby finds Zebra Savior's body. Um, he's standing over Zebra Savior's body, uh. and Owen's there too, of course. So, like those two are confirmed. Uh, Nora, maybe it's not confirmed. Um, and uh, CJ was asking in chat. We never find out why Abby's important to Isaac. They do say she's supposed to be the uh, the top scar killer. She's she's the number one Abby. So I could see why that would be important to Isaac. That is what Mel says. Yeah, when she says you're a piece of shit, always have been. Mm. Um, and you know, not to get caught up. I was just saying. So that's foundationally how we get these characters to the place that they need to be. Um. Mm. And then once they're there, th this is where everything, like, it, it all unravels so quickly, and I don't know why they did it this way. You have, they all get there, and then Owen is like, hey, I want to show you how I've spotted the town we need to get to, to get to the guy in there who has the information on another guy who may not even be, like, in America, for all we know. But mm -hmm. just telling you, that's what we got. And Abby's so bloodlust-fueled, she's like, no, we got to do it now. And it's like, whoa, like, we're... We gotta do all kinds of setup and prep. Everyone needs to know. We're not even sure about anything. And she's like, "No, we're gonna go to an outpost. We're gonna grab someone. They'll tell us where he is. Then we'll grab him, and then he'll tell us where Joel is. It's gonna be great." It's like, "Wow, she's um, she's really going for it." And I even think when I was first playing it, I was just like, uh, "Oh, it's just, she's being a little bit irrational here." But I guess she's just really motivated, and um, it actually leads. This is all important, like structurally, to to Joel's death. Her choice to be like, "Right, we're doing it now," is is. Uh, one of the many things that gets him killed. Um, the absurd coincidence that they arrive, she's told this, and then she decides to go and pursue them while Joel and Tommy are on patrol. She, like, the likelihood of that is absurd, but uh, sure. I guess that that's just how it turned out. The likelihood that they would bump directly into her, like, while a horde is coming, the likelihood of a giant horde coming, is, is, all we have to explain this is when it's winter, hordes come. It's like, what? Uh, like that's the best. Uh, There's actually really good. I, I was talking to Rags about this when I was uh, I was doing some editing on on different parts of it, and um, uh, Tommy is like, 
Yo, where the hell did these come from? And then Joel is like, it don't matter. <laughs> they just move on because, of course, the writers are like, it's a horde, shut up, it's fine. It's just a zombie horde in the middle. You know, It's not like this place is regularly cleaned out for any and all stragglers of any kind. And they comment on how like it's rare to even... What's some... Um, in the booklet, don't they say uh, the most they've ever like cleaned out in one of their operations like 20? Um, in the amount of times that uh, Ellie and Dina have done um, this? In one, of the, uh, in one of the book writings, the journals? Yeah, well, all I'm trying to establish is just that this horde is extremely unusual and incredibly inconvenient. So, of course, all I'm doing is just setting the, setting the scene here. We've got all these disparate elements coming in with one purpose, and that is to get Abby over to Joel and Tommy and then get their, those three back to Abby's uh, stronghold, which also, they can't outrun zombies on horses, so they have to go to the, the, the WLF HQ, which when they arrive, one Molotov and your instant huge horde of like possibly more than 200 are done, uh, which was quite interesting. Um, and that, uh, have I missed anything? Because I'm just trying to get us to where everybody's in the one location. Um, of course, Ellie's on patrol as well, and she um, she gets high in like and has when sex when instead does of. When figure out that Joel is who he is? Is that that's when before they go back? To... Oh yeah, so was... her names. That's that, that's what you missed. Tommy yeah, was... gives up yeah. Joel and, and his name. There's like there's a... just introduce himself. There's yeah. a, another detail, by the way, that you did miss, Smaller. Um, so before Ellie and Dina go out on patrol, Jesse's like, remember, if you guys run into something that you can't handle, you go back. So Joel and Tommy are out on patrol, and there's a big horde nearby. And what do they decide to do? Well, they see that stranger that they don't know. Uh, they don't know why they're in this area. Uh, is struggling with the zombie. Let's... To Joel. That's what I said in my video, and you guys were laughing at me. But maybe that is it, you know? Hey, I don't know. That's that's it. awfully risky to you know go towards where Joel's the horde is guy, to save this know? random person. Well, I would actually allow no, it if not um, really, no. I would allow it no, if no. not for the previous game. Like uh, the idea that your average human might try and help someone who's been attacked by a horde is still iffy. I'd be like, ooh, that's a big risk. But I guess I could see it. But after seeing the first game, I'd be like, no, Joel wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joel's there, explicitly not someone who does that. Literally a scene in the in the game right when there's like an armored uh truck that with a turret on it that's like shooting people and ellie's like oh man and joel's like there's nothing we could have done about it that's the kind of person that joel is he's not going to risk his own skin against impossible odds to save people that he doesn't know don't forget the um the family the he leaves he on the road yeah before the apocalypse uh joel is very much a person who looks after his and uh, he and his own um He's, he says, which I think, I really think is a strong foundation for his character, where he's like, someone else will help them, someone else will come. That's Joel. It's like, he cares about who he cares about. He won't extend himself beyond that. That he, that he uh, risked his, that he, like, walked closer to where a zombie horde was up against a chain link fence that was about to fall over um, to save this random person. That he would do it to save Ellie? Absolutely. He yeah. would totally do that to save Ellie. To save someone that he knew. To save a stranger? No. Not even uh, Joel that's softened after four years of living in Jackson. That doesn't, uh, that argument. <laughs> it, it, it's garbage. It's a garbage audience. I, I did that with air, with air quotes, by the way. It, it, um, just to, just to be clear. But him and Ellie are, are currently in the story at the time. They're kind of clashing. So maybe Joel's looking for someone else to kind of, you know. Mm, the, uh, the, uh, the final cutscene literally reveals that uh, 
Ellie and Joel were on a path to reconciliation. Yeah. So that, that was the weird. night before he uh, saves Abby and Abby kills him. Um, of course, giving up uh, their names, where they're from, and the resources they can share with these random possible like scavenger bandit people is another just just mind blowing moment for uh, Tommy and Joel. Uh, we need to go over a couple things with like the fact that Joel uh, massacred the fireflies in Salt Lake City a few years before, and they apparently don't seem to think that there won't be remnants of fireflies that will be looking for Joel through Tommy, especially since uh, Tommy has told other fireflies where he lives. That's exactly like what happens. They don't factor that in. They don't think I that. that. I, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with you on that one. Okay. So then, is, without a doubt, him. I mean, all the shit that he's pulled, I feel like they should be more on edge and should work. But of course, five years is a long time. You know, you think that something's not going to no. catch up to you, and one day it does. No, no. Um, this... Five years ago, man. Um, um, the whole faction was trying to kill me. Five years <laughs> wouldn't be long enough for me if to I, forget. If all I right, killed an entire right. militia of people, right if I killed an entire militia of people that thought that they were saving the world and murdering someone, I would never forget that. I'd and be I, on edge anytime, I'd be like, oh my God. Every uh, time, literally every time I meet someone new when I'm leaving the walls of Jackson, I am using a different name. That's why the, the names thing is stupid. Because of what Joel did. He got yeah. too comfortable, man. He got too comfortable and made a mistake. No. There's, that doesn't there's work. references in the flashbacks she, that go against that. Like he, he, he tells Ellie to put on her mask and keep it on. Like there's scenes that show that he's still cautious, even in the gap in between the games. I don't know. I feel like I like choosing to keep your name and have everybody refer yeah. to you by that name is just like that's that that is a a titanically stupid maneuver. Not only does it make more sense for him to have changed his name, we can make such a stronger payoff with it if everyone's calling him Dave, and then when things get really stressed out and someone uses his real name because they think he's in danger, and, and Abby, you know, we, we would have to change all of the events to make her in, in the same scene. To have it revealed that way would be so much stronger than having him go, Hey, I'm Joel. Still act like you heard of us or something. Oh, God. It's like, are you acting like I did something really, uh, something in my past that could have repercussions? Do I agree with you guys that it could have been better? I 100% agree that it could have been better. Uh, we I don't guess. want you to agree that it could have been better. We want you to agree that it was shit. I was about to say, we're <laughs> not just shit. Literally, everything could be better. There's no I, I such thing as perfection. Better, but I don't think it's like the last Jedi levels of bad. Oof. Uh, it's worse than last Jedi levels of bad. It's worse. It's worse. Think so? Yeah, I think so. I think it's worse. I'm, I'm on the level. I think it does just. It's the last Jedi of games, as far as I'm concerned. I think that's a really good title that's, for uh, it. That's the going around, and that's the that's the fight that I was fighting when I put out that video that I was trying to say. Hey, I don't think it is, but there isn't a scene in I'm the last Jedi. Movie, but I still will stand on this hill. I will say I do not <laughs> think it is the last Jedi of games. There, there isn't a singular scene in the last Jedi that like is taking me this much time to deconstruct in my script. As as Joel's How death, many, you tell me about this before. How many words is your script about about Joel's death? Fourteen thousand yeah. out of fifty-one thousand total written, and I have many more to write about about Joel's death. Yeah, there's so much wrong with it. To help people out, who because I think there's some people in chat who are even like that's absurd. It's like so, 
the the key traits of the Last Jedi were um, assassinated uh, legacy characters, a plotline that is in complete tatters, makes no sense whatsoever, damaging the world building in like some significant way, and and de- dealing significant damage to the franchise as a whole. I think it ticks all four of these boxes. If we go in the reverse order, The Last of Us is ending, and your interpretation of Joel has now been locked into a position instead of being something you, that was ambiguous. We could all discuss what he did, why he did, whatever. But this game says, nope, this is what Joel did, this is why he did it, and he's a piece of shit. It's like, okay. That that seems like you've um, kind of shat on the first game's ending there, but but like, it's not it's not so bad. Uh, we, we can talk about this in a bit, but I think Ellie's character was destroyed. Um, thirdly would be the plot. Yeah. I actually don't even know if I think the plot of TLJ makes less sense or The Last of Us 2. It's every single significant sequence in The Last of Us 2. It takes ages to break down exactly why everything structurally makes no sense at all. And I think um, if we want to go outside the game to talk about the comparisons between this and The Last Jedi and like the repercussions that they had and the reception they got, both of them are incredibly divisive to the point where they damage the brand going mm, forward in a very large way. And then, of course, um, both of them were the result of somebody's creative vision that was extremely unpopular, who brought the franchise in a direction nobody wanted it to take. Um, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between the two. I, I'd say I would say this is the TLJ of gaming. The uh, only thing that gives TLJ the edge in being worse is the fact that Star Wars has been around a lot longer than The Last of Us, and Luke is arguably. Uh, more beloved than Joel. I will. I would. I would say as much as Joel was assassinated, both fucking literally and figuratively. Uh, I think what they. This is tough because it's it's a combo of what they did to John Connor and what they did to Luke to a lesser degree uh, to Joel because Luke was made into such a fucking opposite of what he is. Joel, uh, when we talk about the non-physical aspect, he, he's made pretty stupid and pretty soft. Um, not like I don't think it's as bad as Luke, but then we also have on top of that he's beaten to death and spit on, which is like uh it, it sends a lot of mixed messages about the treatment of the character in, in your own head, like wow. Joel doesn't betray his principles in this as um as Luke does in The Last Jedi. Um the fact the fact that Joel at least has the line, why don't you just re uh, recite whatever speech you've rehearsed and get this over with, and that he uh, stayed stalwart in his decision at the end of the of the game in his last cutscene. Those are like two saving graces. There's also the museum flashback and him taking down that bloater like a Chad. Like, arguably, all those things are more respectful than what happened to Luke in The Last Jedi. Um, but making him stupid so that he gets killed off in the way that he does, uh, man, that that really outweighs the uh, the good. And in a lot of people's minds. Also, yeah, I mean, this is almost a tangent. It's not like we we really the point of this podcast to figure out which is worse. It's more so just don't you think both are shit? <laughs> I think one is shit, but I don't I don't blame anyone for for their view of what you know which one they. Oh, um, someone in uh, EFAT podcast talk uh, pointed this out. There is a truck in the garage in uh, in the lodge, and it looks like it might be from the WLF. Do they ever talk right. about it? Um, I don't think they ever. It's it's in the it's in it's in the cutscene. I I just posted it. Um, I mean, it's better than them going out on foot. That's for sure. 
Yeah, uh, horses. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. And they use those trucks, so that would pro- that would add up. Mm-hmm. I Not that Isaac would let Wait, them. Take they have the a horse there as well. I guess uh, no, those... Those horses are from Joel and Tommy. Oh, sorry. Yeah, okay. My bad. Is, um, the the truck is from the WLF. Good, good catch, No Ray. Um, didn't didn't catch that before. And I would take I, I would take Isaac letting them take one of his trucks over Isaac letting them travel across uh, the U.S. on foot for a few weeks. Um, that that's what what came up here and is hinted at is more plausible than than uh, the idea that they walked on foot. So. The horse pulled the truck. Uh, they really need gas for the truck. I'm assuming they had supplies for gas. Though I would add that onto the list of things that Isaac has to give up resource-wise in in exchange for killing a guy who's no longer a threat. Like it's uh, many years later. I still think that's absurd. By the way. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> so how about okay? So um, I think we're uh, in the house now. right? Or, or okay okay how about how about the fact how about the fact that they are trusting these strangers immediately upon meeting them when uh they've established in both the first game and this game that hunters bandits are a thing bandits attack jackson there's a section in the first game where you are fighting off bandits that are attacking jackson the reason why tommy and and maria um instantly pull guns on joel and ellie as they arrive at their little hydroelectric power plant is because they can't trust them because hunters are a thing bandits are a thing and so then they they mention after joel dies tommy says in order to do this smart we would have to bring so many people that we would be leaving jackson vulnerable to infected and hunters so um Druckmann has tried saying these people are not hunters in a in a little podcasting that i saw i i, I saw it was, it was so stupid it's like okay how does joel not know that these people are not hunters because without actually knowing them women. Sure. Hashtag believe women. That's that's actually something I would I would yeah, imagine Druckmann thinks. I, I I know I know, I, it, but um, it's crazy that that Joel's just trusting all these strangers that are uh, camped out a few miles away from Jackson, isn't it? Especially because he doesn't know them. He he doesn't know if they could be planning an ambush or something. It's it's really strange. I think that I think I said it in my video, which is I felt Joel's reason for doing it was because he thought that hey, I saved this girl's life. Me and her are cool now. I got um, nothing to fear. Yeah. And that's that was my interpretation of it. So Ellie uh in the first game, um, after Joel gets impaled, she's uh having to fend off for herself for three weeks, they say. Um, and she's having to get food for her and Joel as they're holed up in a in a little house. And um she comes across this this fellow that uh wants to take this deer that she's successfully hunted. And this fellow sends his buddy back to their camp to get some medicine for Joel in exchange for, you know, we take the deer that Ellie, that that's rightfully Ellie's. Ellie's willing to trade this deer away for medicine for Joel. Um, then while they're waiting for this fellow's friend to come back with the medicine, uh, a horde of infected attack them. And they spend the next couple hours defending each other, protecting each other, saving each other's lives. Um, and then right after this happens, um, right after they they successfully fight off all the infected and the horde's gone, um, this fellow turns out to be the leader of a pack of cannibals that uh, Joel and Ellie had killed a bunch of at the university where Joel got impaled three weeks ago, and okay. he's been looking for them. So the fact that they've been helping each other um, shouldn't really 
uh, affect much, especially considering um, you would think that Ellie would have told Joel about this experience, about the fact that she was uh, fighting off infected with with this stranger that then turned out to have this ulterior motive against her and Joel. I mean, yeah, that was Ellie's experience, but not Joel's. Why wouldn't she have told Joel about it, though? Maybe she did. Maybe he doesn't care. You know, how many stories do you think they hear? You know, the world is absolute shit. I'm sure hearing about a I think he'd believe Ellie who betrayed you was just like another fucking Thursday. But that no, would still I, inform I, your That would just bolster the point, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that would sort of be like, oh, wow, yeah, we were right all along in thinking that trusting other people is like a big no-no you shouldn't do. You would think that that would be his takeaway, that he would learn something from what Ellie is telling him, especially considering at that point in the story, even though Joel's generally, like, when he first meets Ellie, is like he doesn't really give a shit about, about what she has to say. At this point, he's softened up to her and is more open with her about talking about his daughter and shit, I think that he would absolutely care about what Ellie has to say, especially given the state that she was in when, when he found her. But you know, maybe when he's running into her, when he's meeting Abby, this huge bicep muscle woman, I'm sure he's not thinking about, oh, cannibal Joe. What? <laughs> what? Um, um, if anything, when I see someone who's that well-fed, I'm like, what? what? <laughs> they must be eating I, I say There's more going on than just being well-fed with her, but. That okay. Point that I have is that she's definitely um maybe a little bit too big. I think they went out. I think they went a little too over the top with how how. Yeah, agree there. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, she is shockingly large. And I, I under, I think that if they would, I think that that was a, a mistake. If they would have maybe made her a little bit more realistic, and maybe she wouldn't get so much hate. I, I don't know, but. How, how is that relevant? Hogan was definitely a mistake. Okay, agreed. How is that relevant to the point about why Joel suddenly trusts the stranger, given that Ellie goes through the exact same experience? Well, I, I mentioned, I, I mentioned it was weird that she was so big. Oh, okay, I gotcha. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, it just feels like a, a diversion from the original point. Oh no, go go on. What, what was you, what were your what's your question to me? Well, I mean, it, it's just I, I've. I've I've asked you like uh, why is it that Joel is is trusting the stranger that um he just met um when he should know from Ellie's experience that just because that you fought off infected with this person that you've literally just met that doesn't mean that they're trustworthy. I still I still believe that you know that was Ellie's experience, not his, and that he trusted Abby mistakenly. It was a mistake, obviously, but he thought, hey, I saved this girl's life, and obviously, you know. We're both running from this zombie herd together. We're on the same team. And he was wrong about it. No, no. Um, just because they fight off zombies together. It, again, the fact that it was Ellie's experience doesn't change the fact that um, like, it would set a precedent for Joel in his mind that, yeah, just because you fight off zombies with someone doesn't mean that they're trustworthy. I was always under yeah. the impression that Ellie had learned it from Joel to be that careful and cold. That's actually, yeah, because um, when they first meet Henry and Sam, she's being very yeah. uh, loose with, with personal information, yelling out his name and, and you know giving what? out hers, and Joel disapproves of that. About that scene, I was told, right, I had a whole adventure, I was told that there was evidence in that scene of Joel not being cool with giving out names, and then someone else told me, no, that's bullshit, people are making it up. And then I saw it in editing, and there totally is. She explains uh, their names, and Joel looks at her, like, annoyed. He's like, what the fuck? Like, like what, what did you do that for? Yeah. It, the, the, it's, like, 
is you can't mistake that Joel is not cool with giving up his name. And, you and this is amazing? before he massacres the Fireflies. And, and you know what's amazing is then in the winter section, Joel, sorry, David, uh, I, I, I almost pulled a, a Troy Baker and confused Joel for David. Um, oh. David asks Ellie what, uh, what her name is, and she refuses to give him her name until yeah. like after, he's bro- after she's broken his finger and she's taunting him over it. But um, yeah, she's not giving him her name as soon as she meets him. Um, which is like a development from that scene where they meet Henry and Sam. I I also was under the impression from this little, you know, their meeting together in that house is that Joel felt that this was still very much their territory. It may have been outside of Jackson, but it was their patrol territory. They're surrounded by by strangers though. They're outnumbered. Yeah, and don't mm-hmm. doesn't the game open I, with uh, Joel like, having killed a bunch like, of people in their territory? I feel like, like Abby's group is outnumbered because they're the ones that are in their territory. But they're okay, not so in they're not room. in Jackson. They're not yeah. in Jackson. That's they're the problem. Their, if I mean, if they're in Jackson, Jackson, sure. Yeah, but the, the people out in Jackson aren't there. They're in Jackson, they're, which right, is somewhere a few miles safe. away from Jackson. Well, you still feel yeah. safe if you're you know, you got the cavalry right behind you. Oh, no, no, they, they ain't saving me. Because they're in Jackson, and they're in the the my enemies are in this room. They don't have cell phones or, know, or walkie talkies to use to to go. Hey, we're in trouble. We need man down. Like help us out of the Baldwin place. No, they they've got nothing to uh, to call for backup immediately if if shit hits the fan. I'm yeah, like if someone breaks into my house, I'm not going to be like, well, the police. I can I can call the police. So I'm saying he thinks he's feeling cocky. You know, he's feeling cocky because he feels like he's got the cavalry right behind him. So he doesn't he doesn't feel an immediate but he, threat. But he literally doesn't though. Like he yeah, doesn't that, have that doesn't the cavalry sense at all. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to send him a letter? Email him. I don't like think if he gets in trouble into that room. Like, what what's going to happen? No, he'll he'll he'll, he'll fax them. them. Joel never thought he was in trouble until he was already shot. Oh, that's the problem. That's the problem. Like you heard of us, and then boom! It's like, what the hell, Joel? Like, how did you? You didn't know it was happening until she blew your leg off. And then like, compare that to someone being like, "Oof, help me!" That obviously the awkward silence was telling that. All right, some. Yeah, that would be pretty telling. Well, so yeah, look like, in isolation, that scene works in isolation. The idea that you go, "Hi, I'm Joel," and then everyone goes from being cool and calm and talkative to silent and staring at you. It's a cool moment, but it doesn't make any sense that he got there and he, he said that. That's the problem. The idea that it's like, yeah, it's only it's only till that last moment that he realized he was in true danger. It's like that's the problem. We're trying to establish that that is the reason why that scene doesn't work is that he should have noticed well ahead of time, like he does in the first game, which is one of my favorite moments when he detects that there's an ambush because someone isn't actually hurt; they're pretending to be. He says, "I've been on both sides." That's also a fantastic line. It shows that Joel has a history that's dark and like he understands the world. That's how he survives for twenty years. Joel held the idiot ball. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it, going with like he's he's cocky. Like my 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 thing with that is I I would need evidence from this game or something that like shows why he's grown this way, why he's grown soft, why he like isn't cautious anymore. But like I don't think there's anything in this game that that can support uh, that. Yeah, Han Solo is cocky. Joel is not cocky. No, he's really cautious. Yeah, this is not. We're not talking about an Indiana Joel who just makes shit up as he's going along, right? 
So we were referencing two Harrison Ford characters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a bit typecast, is he not? He's he's cast in roles where uh, they're they're cocky and they don't uh, think everything out before just committing to an action. Because <sighs> um, um, uh, I'm always, I don't know if Janet wants to comment on on the things we comment on. Or we're moving on. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think it's probably courteous to let him talk. Yeah, yeah, go for it. Mm-hmm. I already did. I, I'm back. Sorry. What was the? Uh, what was I think something was directed at me. Oh, oh just. I, I... Just Joel's just character, basically. If you uh, uh, wanted to bring anything up, uh, no, I, th- I think that you guys obviously feel that you know Joel shouldn't be acting this way, and uh, I'm my defense is I felt the game for me did a good enough job explaining why he was. I didn't like that Joel was acting this way. I missed the old Joel. I'm not going to say I don't. I missed the I missed that Joel, but for me, you know, it, it was obvious that he wasn't there anymore. As soon as he started singing some song to Ellie, I was like, who is this guy? I didn't know who he was anymore. But he intended to like, do that in the first game. Yeah, he said, yeah, he, like, yeah, he, said that he would sing to her someday. Right. But yeah, I, that's, a, that's a payoff from the first game. Right. But still... He said he would do, and then he did. But I couldn't, I, you know, I still couldn't believe what... It just felt kind of... I didn't, I didn't recognize him. It was well, fully informed. Yeah, well, then, I was going to say, don't you don't you feel a bit of like a deja vu with, with people who are like, um, yeah, you say Luke is out of character, but you know he's just not the guy that you knew. He's he's different now. He's moved on. He's, he's... the difference between me and and that is that I felt they didn't do anything interesting with Luke. I didn't I didn't like it. And for me, with the last for with the the Last of Us, I actually ended up enjoying the story. What's so interesting I about the last, I didn't enjoy the Last Jedi, but I actually liked the Last of Us story. So that's well, the. I'll be honest with you, dude. I actually think what they did with Luke was more interesting with, than what they did with Joel, and I hate both of them. <laughs> See, yeah, I, I just, I can't with whatever they did with Luke. I don't know what they did with Luke, but but like Joel's on screen for what five minutes, and then he's killed. I don't, I don't know that. Like at least I'd Luke... also say that Luke gets a more honorable send off than yeah. Joel did. Absolutely, dude. He gets to stare at the fucking binary sunset as he fades into the Force. Fucking Joel gets spat on as he's blue. Um, like, oof. You know, I was thinking that Ellie's next. That like, that's fucked up. The way that Luke dies, even though he should have just been on crate himself and not done his Force hologram, at least his at his last act was him saving his sister. Look at the reactions to their deaths. Look at when Luke died. Ray's like, he's gone. But I'm happy. You know, it was just like, what? I, I well, was... I mean, the sequels established that being a false ghost is way better than being alive. I'm watching Ellie, you know, cry and, and be forced to watch, you know, her father figure get murdered in front of her. I felt like that was a more emotional than Ray being like, he's dead. And I'm happy about it. Because well, because of all the stuff that we've we've spoken about regarding the setup not making sense, that that emotional payoff is kind of undermined by how nonsensical it is. I was about to say, like something like Ned Stark, like I, we mentioned that, like from Game of Thrones season one, like what I think makes that so powerful is the fact that all the events leading up made sense with both the plot and the characters. So it's like 
when that scene happens, it's emotional and isolation. But you're like, what makes it so narratively powerful is like everything that built to it added up. It made yeah, sense. Like, was had, and everything that to it, had yeah. Joffrey sent him to the wall, we might have been talking about how that was out of character for Joffrey. Exactly. It's like everything happens according to how the characters are. It's like everything makes sense. You're like, okay, this character did this for this reason. It's like it's shocking because you're like, they can't do this. This is the this is like the first season of television. This is the main character. Like this never happens, but it's like it added up with everything which who the characters were. So yeah, that's that's what I think makes like something like that a lot more satisfying to watch than Joel, because what happened to Joel, like everything that built that didn't add up. So it just it just it is hard. I mean, at the time when I was playing it, I, I definitely felt it was forced. After completing the game, for me, I just didn't focus on it anymore because I felt like the game just went in a completely different direction that I didn't well, see going. I'm assuming you'd agree that like the game is built on that event. Like everything that comes yeah, next that, is as a result that's of it. The event that sets everything into motion. Yeah, and so that's why I was just like, "All right, it happened. He's dead." You know, and then of course you get some flashbacks, and you get to hang out with him a little bit more in the game. And I, I enjoyed that stuff. But do I wish he was actually in the game fighting with Ellie? Of course I do. But the fact that he was killed in the manner he, do, he was, it wasn't the worst on-screen death I've ever seen. And it didn't, I, it didn't break. Really? What the <laughs> worst? The worst on-screen death I've ever seen? Yeah. Sure. And um, what's the criteria for worst as well out of curiosity? Yeah. Death. I don't know. I don't know what the worst. Luke's death, maybe. Luke's was way worse. Oh, I disagree. Oh my gosh, I was so I almost I I felt sick to my stomach when Luke I was Luke gets to go out treated like a hero, at least doing something revered as something. Yeah, he bit, he, he does something. Down. Joel Didn't doesn't even get that. to do shit, man. Yeah, the, the best thing about Joel's death. That Ellie is next. Yeah, uh, the best thing about oh, and that they he didn't get to fucking reconcile with her before death. Yeah, and as far as he knows, yeah, she's she's gonna die. But um, also Luke gets to keep like existing. Yeah, he keeps. He's Forrest got an eye on everybody, and he can help them. I um, wish he didn't, man, I didn't. I, I wish he didn't. Seeing him like that in the Rise of Skywalker is almost more painful. Oh, I, I will take the shots against TLJ any day of the week. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, the, the, the fact that Luke is like riffing on TLJ and Rise of Skywalker was I mean, a little I, bit I satisfying. That. I enjoyed that stuff. I was glad that they were, you know, shitting on the Last Jedi. But sounds like some Luke would say. You know, what he says in The Rise of Skywalker sounds like actually something Luke would say if he had to watch TLJ. The um the, the thing with Luke's death is that it's befitting his character to, even if um I think he should have just been there on crate again, uh, his last act is befitting to his character, and Joel's isn't. Yeah, Joel's last act, if you can call it that, is getting himself killed because he well, misunderstood the situation dramatically. Joel's last act involves him being, like, retarded. All, all I will say, though, I did want to throw in a caveat. The one thing I think they got right was his last line, if you exclude exclamations oh, of pain. Best line in the game. Well, game. it's a good, it's a good Joel line. Like I said, I don't want to, mm. I don't want to shit on it completely, but uh, I, I'm glad they allowed him that because the writers don't seem to like Joel very much in this game. They claim they do. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, they well, Ryan Johnson claims to like do, Star or... Wars. So. I, mean, I don't know. I think that. They, I think they hate him. I think they. I think they legit. I think that's why they made him a villain. An idea. I think that they had an idea, and they thought, "All right, we want to take gamers on a journey. We want to make them 
you know, they're so invested in our characters. So what happens if we make the gamers feel upset, but then we try to make them, you know, question their own, you know, that's what they were trying to do. Well, they retconned their own game to make Joel a villain. Mm. How did they make like, Joel a villain? How, well, he's treated, he's treated as villainous and he's not, he's, he's stupid to the point of he's not even explaining his actions from the last game to Ellie. Like they, they can't, they cannot have Joel explaining himself to Ellie because that would totally vindicate him in every way. And they recontextualize scenes from the first movie when we see, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Abby's dad uh, in The Last of Us 2 in terms of the details of how they change up the scenes and how they try to make the fireflies really great. Um, but Joel didn't do anything wrong. Joel made absolutely 100% the right call in the first, uh, in the first game. Yeah, do you, do you disagree with that, Janitor? Do you think that uh, Joel doomed humanity when he saved Ellie? No. Oh, um, hmm. all right. Let me think. Wait, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. What did I say? I'm trying to remember what I said in my video. Joel. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what I said in my video. Do I think Joel well, doomed other, humanity? That? Like, that's the, do I think that's what we're asking? This is the, uh, the common thing that a lot of people who defend the game will say is that. Um, when Joel saved uh, Ellie from the Fireflies, he robbed humanity of a chance at a cure or a vaccine for the uh, the cordyceps and thus doomed humanity. That's why I, Just Right says what that. I, here's what I hate. I, I don't know whether he did or not, I guess. For me, I believe the story is trying to say, yes, he did. I hate when I see comments like, well, we don't know if the vaccine would have worked, blah, blah, blah. It you know, they would have just wrote that it worked. You know, I don't. I don't know. That what doesn't mean it would have made but, sense. Well, yeah, we can't. We can't, okay, we can't yeah, analyze yeah. it that way. That's not. For, yeah. First of all, just because the characters in universe think that it will work, that is not enough to say it will work. That's not enough to confirm that it will work. Um, secondly, how they could get it to work is implausible. Should we break that down? In, maybe in real life, but not in this universe. Well, no. Wait, so a realistic this is, universe. This would be another one that's built on about fifteen different problems. So if you want to take it south, well, go for it. Uh, no, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand this off to you because I've I have spoken enough, and chat gets crazy when I when I speak enough. So go you're ahead. doing yeah, fine. Don't worry, chat chat no, can be mean. No. I was actually gonna say, don't worry about chat, janitor. Okay, if you see anything mean, they're just they're just playing around. I shut off chat a long time. Ago. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, check. You can you can I feel mean, dog piled I, I with, with the chat. To sleep tonight, guys. I actually want to go back to my life and not feel like a piece of shit. So yeah, no, you're so, right no, you're, you're, I'm, I'm just kidding. Your your fappers have been awesome to me. Tons of tweets at me, people saying, "Hey, you know, we respect your opinion, but we think you're stupid." Blah blah. blah. <laughs> That's fine. I don't care. Hey, look, my analytics are looking good. So if you guys want to. Go to my channel to tell me I'm a piece of shit. That's fine with me. Just make sure you watch an ad or two. Um, so, uh, well, well, I guess, again, with, with the structurally, where do we start? It's like, so... Ellie... So do you know what a vaccine is? You, I don't know if I want to start with that one, because a lot of people feel like, oh, you can write it off with in-game in -game mystical knowledge about... I don't know. I want to start with stronger ones. So let's pretend... Let's. I'm going to start from the end rather than the beginning with this one. So let's say... Uh, Joel fell over and died, and he couldn't um, actually save Ellie, and they, they got the cure out of it, it works perfectly, they generate infinite amounts of it, and they start to deliver it to every corner of the world, everyone gets it, injects it, and woohoo, we've done it. What do you think happens then? There is no part two. 
Um, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just... It's, it's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll redirect. So, in Wild, uh, we've managed to erase the chances of you turning into a, a, a flower, plant zombie, fungal zombie, from spores and being bitten. That's it. You can no longer turn into one from having absorbed spores or being infected, blah, blah, blah. That, that is it. The dangers of the creatures actually killing you uh, is still present, as well as the dangers of all the factions being against each other and vying for resources. Uh, of course, we're in a world where civilization has completely fallen apart. There's pockets so of survivors. Um, the runners do you beat think... you to death and the clickers rip your throat out. Yeah. So what was your question to me? What do I see this so world going? What I'm suggesting is, even in the best case scenario, which I don't even think is possible, but let's just say it is, the theoretical best case scenario of everyone gets this cure, does it really help that much, considering I the would, most common causes of death are actually just getting shot or getting your throat ripped out by a clicker? So I would view it as this faction got the cure and they'll, they'll weaponize it. Word will spread that, hey, if you join this place, you have a cure, you know, and... and well, so that's I, actually... It's not a cure. It's that's, not a cure. That's not, but that's, that bolsters my point, though. I'm, I'm, I'm pretending for a second that we don't even have that problem. I'm going all the way over to it perfectly works and utopia is achieved, or at least relatively. Uh, but I, I, what I'm trying to argue is, even with the cure, it really doesn't save humanity and it's not even close. Like, it, it, we it, don't even... First of all, they would need to be able to mass produce this thing. No, no, no. That's we're gonna... ignoring we're ignoring all other elements for a second. I just want to acknowledge oh. that uh okay. if we had everything work perfectly, who fucking okay. cares? Okay. Right? We have all the the capacity to do this and Ellie's life is still on uh in in the in the balance. I still think there's a conversation okay. to be had. It's not clear. I'm tracking. I'm tracking. And I just want to know that do does everyone here acknowledge that? So so they're presenting that we can get everyone cured in a in a second as soon as we put a bullet through her fucking head. I'd just be like, yeah, I don't know if that's worthwhile because that really doesn't save that many lives, or at least not as many as you probably think it does. Yeah, like Ellie, like if everyone was like Ellie after they killed Ellie, basically they can still die. They can breathe spores and they can survive a bite, but not their throat being ripped out and not like dying of natural causes so it's like you're you're a long way from home at that point and i'd say more people are dying from each other at that point in the in the universe than from zombies yeah they're they're kind of in the background for the most part there's a lot more conflict between the humans than there are of zombies like the zombies are still a big threat but for the most part they're keeping them out of the big city and some people sorry I just, I just need to clarify quickly some people are like why aren't you talking about the bubble it's like we're about to involve all the other elements for why this can go wrong my, my point is to make the argument as as uh, refined as possible for the ultimate question of Ellie versus the world, even with the rules we're, as presented in the game, because I don't think it's possible. We can go over all that in a second. We're going to get there, I swear. Um, but carry on. Rooks? Oh, I was about to say, remember that. I, I feel like you're going to get into it, but all of this, as you said, best best fantasy case scenario, if it's even possible and all that happened, the faction fighting for the second game would still be just as it was. Yeah, I would say the, the kill count or death rate, whatever you want to call it, uh, is still going to be really high up. And yeah. having given the, the cure out to everybody... The stars are still going to be fighting. They're still going to have their war. That doesn't have anything to do with the cure. So, so yeah, so the ultimate point I'm just looking to see if there's this pushback on is, is Joel a villain if that were the case? And I'm still not willing to condemn him as a villain. 
But um, like I said, especially if, no... if he's operating on you know the I don't, that he has. I personally don't care if he's a villain or not. I like him. You know, I mean, just like Breaking Bad, where it's like, okay, is is Walt the villain? Maybe, but he's the most interesting character to watch. Like, I don't oh. care if I don't, I don't, I personally don't care if he's a villain or not. I just, I like him because he is, you know. So the second game portrays him as such is kind of our issue. Ooh, I don't know. I don't, I, I thought that they were just trying to, I don't know. I, I never really experienced that in the game where I felt like they were trying to say he was a villain. I, that well, wasn't my she, personal experience. She rips into him for having made the decision to, to save her as like a selfish one. Oh, and Ellie's like, bitching him out. Yeah, and he's like a puppy dog. He's like, please yeah, don't. Yeah, and he doesn't Aww. defend himself you know, when he could just tell her um, everything and vindicate himself. Yeah, entirely. and, and what I'm suggesting is that you know, what I'm suggesting is he has a case. Even in the best case scenario, he has a case for what he did, and that's not including everything else. Yeah, he just all he has to do is explain to her what the information was and what the facts are, and she'd be like, "Oh shit, I was wrong," and that repairs the relationship an incredible amount. But he just doesn't do it because the game wants to have the relationship a certain way even though it doesn't make any sense. There's been, you know, times where people have said things to me and I could, you know, snap back at them with something, but it's like, you know, it wouldn't be snapping back. Preserve, it wouldn't be snapping trying back. to preserve the relationship. You know, he just felt kind of caught off guard. Um, it's, what, it's, problem. The problem it's, is the relationship. He would, he would absolutely be trying to like protect it from falling apart yeah he's been criticized by her for having saved her life which is something that he's probably going to feel the strongest that's possibly the thing he feels the strongest on in the whole world her having saved her life the decision to save her life do you think do you think joel sits there and is like well would a vaccine even work is that no it's working? not it doesn't matter no, it's, no, it's not he it. should it be matter. advocating for why he made that choice beyond oh i mean how about the fact that when they were marching him out, they were going to march him out without his, without his backpack? Well, again, we, I just wanted out. to get past this before we... Un there's like thousands of arguments for why what he did was right. I just wanted to stick to this one and then address okay. that he didn't even bring that up. Because um, if we want to... Because we can get two categories for that. What do you think he would have argued in favor for his case and what he wouldn't have? But uh, that comes after establishing that I think he had a case... Even with the the like I said the mystical fantasy that was the cure working all over the world for everybody, I still think he does, um, and he doesn't fight for himself whatsoever. And and, and the argument that's like yeah well you know he's 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 struggling he's emotionally he's like oof he's he's got this big argument coming from this from from Ellie. It's like I the amount of times those two have clashed, like the idea that he's just going to take it because he likes her, that's absurd. Yeah, this is what he cares about more than his anything else. His lie in the was world. uncovered. He was he was living a lie, and he was finally caught, and he was just caught off guard, and felt like shit. What was the lie he was caught in? Also, he the never was, he said that there was no that that he was going to take her away, and that there was no reason for her to, you know. But, he, but like he doesn't fix that. He, yeah, he he never speaks up for himself in future either. It's not just that scene. He just he just flat out refuses to tell her that there is an extremely good reason why I did all the things I did, and it totally puts me in the right here. And you being angry at me, it's based that's on a, you I not having the full story. I guess that's where we disagree. Whereas I don't think that he was right in doing what he did. I don't think I think that if he would have left Ellie there and just peaced out and be like, "All right, good luck," that they would have got a vaccine. Well, that, that, that was wait, that was the start that, of this conversation, though. That's what I brought up. That's why I was trying to figure out why one would have that position. You said you didn't care. Well, I didn't care about what was what was the part again. So you've 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 just said now that what he did was a bad thing, right? I mean, 
I guess so. Yeah. If you're looking at whether you're dooming humanity or saving one girl, then you're not dooming humanity. Well, so, so what I, I what we've I just been talking about for the past ten minutes was me trying to explain how he hadn't doomed humanity. I thought that's what we would. Do. Yeah. What part of that did you not agree with? Because it's kind of a it's a big deal. Because he wouldn't have saved humanity if he like if I snapped my fingers and cured cancer right now. I wouldn't quote unquote save humanity, and that's a way bigger deal than a vaccine would have been in that universe. Also, how about the fact that uh, Ellie and Dina are able to live in relative peace on a farm without any uh, defenses uh, outside of Jackson, despite the zombies still being around? Seems like it's quite um, possible to live in peace. I'm, I'm I'm just saying it's quite possible to live in peace, uh, you know, without this cure being out there. You know what I mean? A little off topic. I honestly, I think that that's a problem in and of itself. That that. I don't think <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about that. But um, yeah, like the the chances of you dying to something in the Last of Us universe, like I spore infection and turning into a zombie person, very low on that list yes, of things. Very very low, about. especially when everyone has masks. Like everyone and, and the and the zones for the spores are often known if you have like a HQ. Usually, like a door or something like that, blocking it in. They're like, "Oh, there's some spores." Like, put on your mask, and then they go through. It's like, oh, "Okay." All yeah, right. like so. Again, structurally, what I was trying to do was explain that in the best case scenario, he is still not made a bad decision, and that's before we introduce all the other arguments, which we can do now if you want to, because uh, it sounds like you are of the position that what he did was wrong. We, we... I'm gonna be honest. Your your argue. I like. I you guys, I think dissect video games and movies a little bit different than than me. I, I've kind of somewhat been lost i'm not saying that your, your argument doesn't make um, sense i'm saying that i've so, kind of drifted off and, and it's, not it's, sure it's fine what's uh i could do it i'll do it again but i'll do it quicker and of course it down for someone of my iq please <laughs> you're all right oh, don't, don't, don't you don't have to like self-deprecate it's fine oh. so um what i was suggesting is let's say they kill ellie and they access to a cure they have mass production and they give it to the entire world and everyone's cured and as someone suggested in chat this could th theoretically lead to an increase in population uh growth let's just say that that's what happened um even with that that's the best case possible scenario i don't even think it's possible but let's just say that happened um the decision to let someone be murdered for that um against their will obviously it would be against the will at that point i think uh the it, it is is a choice in and of itself that i don't think is a yes or no answer morally that's really fucking complicated because of the way the world works as rags just brought up and, and we said the major cause of death in the world right now seems to be faction differences and then the second major cause would probably be zombies uh basically tearing you to shreds uh from bleeding out from getting your neck thrown out from whatever infection deaths are actually pretty rare um, we don't even really see them in the game that often. I think so, that having that vaccine gives you like some power, you know, just for saying, "Hey, no, 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 no." Going that's that's going away from my point. My my point is very, very specific. Okay. Joel's decision to save or let die uh, uh, Ellie, leading to the world getting a resistance to infection alone. Is that a yes or no choice, or is it complicated? Like, do you, do you feel as though it's just a definitive bad? To not I, kill I it? feel like, yeah, it's very complicated. Okay, good. That's good. Because that, earlier you said he was definitely bad, and we haven't even gone into all the other reasons yet, right? So keep that one in mind. On top yeah. of that, we have... I mean, I, I don't want to keep being the only one that's talking, but this is probably going to be a bit of a free-for-all, so uh, yeah. don't feel too gish-galloped, but there's a lot of points to go through. F first being... Uh, as a lot of people point out, you can't actually get a vaccine for fungal infections yet. Like, 
in real life, but will have to pretend, I suppose, at best, that the game is saying it's possible in their universe and they're going to do it. Like, yeah, zombies exist, so yeah, I could, I guess you could say, hey, you know. Zombies existing don't contradict any real-world information, though. But you're saying that this is a mystical fantasy science fiction kind of thing. You, ha you, know? you have to make it that way in order for a vaccine to work uh, against fungal infections. And the other problem is that uh, at limited resources, when he was around age 20, I guess, this guy started working on it and managed to find the the information and, and whatever. I don't want to spend too long on that one because it's one of the weaker, or not as strong uh, points as the other ones, which are how the hell do they mass produce this thing? How the hell do they mass deliver it? What's to say they won't weaponize it as you brought up which is actually a bad thing not a good thing like they will use it as leverage against the entire world which why would why would anyone want them to be doing that like they can use it to kill people or control people however they want then of course there's um the fact that joel and uh ellie got to make no choice about this then there's uh joel having been walked out having all of his resources stolen from him and trotted out into a zombie infested world with zero resources, and the fact that they welched on the deal, the whole point of him delivering Ellie was so that he was going to get weapons from the Fireflies. They not only didn't give them to him, but they stole his. Um, Remember, all he was supposed to do is bring her to the state house, and it's like that just kept going and going. He went insane extra mile with that, so and they don't offer that at all. So when you factor in um, all of these points along with the end result, uh, I don't know why anybody wouldn't have done what Joel did. Sure, I, I, I agree with that, yeah, obviously. I mean, if you had, like, any kind of moral compass, I'd, I'd, I'd feel like, yeah, how can I sleep at night knowing that it... Knowing what, sorry? I'd let Ellie go. Okay, uh, just to clarify, because earlier you said that you, you were sure that he'd done a moral bad, then you said you it was it was complicated. Now, it sounds like you're saying... Well, I, I, like I said, I don't think that... Well, I mean, I don't know if I said this yet before. I don't know if you know I would be able to live with myself. If, if it was me in that position, I feel like I would make the same choice that Joel would because I am yeah. selfish. Uh, I don't... That's not the reason that I use for saving her. I can, I, I can feel genuine compassion for other human beings oh, yeah, myself. Sure. But... Compassion, sure, but I would feel like, look, I, I wouldn't be able to live with myself knowing that I let this girl, let this happen to her. Sure, that doesn't, that doesn't contradict doing it for, you know, doing something like that for multiple reasons. Like, I'm, I'm, fully in, uh, I'm fully in the camp of, yeah, sure, pretty much every good thing you do does have a selfish component to it, but I'm, wouldn't sign that as the primary reason I do good things for other people? Are you trying to say that uh, that if he had left her, that would have been selfish? Not what he did and actually saved her. If I, I no, I'm I I think saving her is selfish because he that's what's selfish. He's not selfless. He was saving. Yeah, yeah he's puts himself in a lot of. In, I mean, sh just because there's a selfish component to it, I don't think it's fair to categorize that as. I mean, maybe you're this way. I'm not, but. I wouldn't say I'm doing this. I'm saving this other person at great risk and peril to myself because I'm selfish. But I guess that's that's just speaking for me. Yeah, I'm just interested in what you you genuinely think is the right or the wrong. Because The Last of Us Two posits that he was definitely that's why wrong. I love this game, and that's why I love this series, is because I don't think that it, that, that it creates discussions like this. There's so many different sides. There's so many different ways that you could look at it. I think I mean, it's pretty I, cut and dry, though. Also, I, think I would argue really... it was... We're talking about The Last of Us 1 here. Dry. Would we be having this? Would we still be talking about this game? Would I mean, we still... we're talking about... Sort of, okay, we're still talking about the Holocaust. We can only agree it's bad. 
Yeah, wait, wouldn't this apply to TLJ? The most decisive video game that's I've ever seen. Wouldn't that apply to TLJ? TLJ, everyone's, everyone talked about TLJ yeah. for years, if not still to this day, so surely that's pretty awesome of TLJ to have done that. Mm. I mean, I could... Come on! There's a person that literally just made a two-and-a-half-hour-long video saying that Ray is not a Mary Sue. It's, it's like, yeah, it, this is a thing that's still being discussed. That doesn't mean that it's good. It just means it's not forgettable. It's unforgettably bad. Thank you, Neil Druckmann. Yeah, I think it's pretty cut and dry that what Joel did was the correct decision based on the information, and I think we have a lot of info to use. I don't think it's close. In fact, have you um, um, Shima? No, no. Okay, I haven't gotten to play it. No, it's amazing. I want to be. I've heard it's good. Yeah, I want to be clear. It's, by the way, the all the ethical discussion we're having is, is explicitly on the first game. None of this is coming from the second one. Like oh the, the God, second one, we haven't even left the building that they're in. No, that's well, that's not that's that's fine because, uh, uh, like I said, the whole game is built on Joel's death. So uh, structurally speaking, it's important that you know we spend a decent amount of time on that. The, the second big discussion we've been having is is it is it so cut and dry to condemn Joel? And it's like absolutely not. In fact, I would go the opposite way. Someone just called me beyond slow in this. You have no idea, buddy. <laughs> You ain't even close to the slow people we've been uh, we've been introduced to. Oh boy. Well, I embrace it. So you know, if someone calls me slow, I promise you that does not upset me. It took me seven years to graduate from college, but you know what? I did it. Sweet, more than a lot of people do. <laughs> so I'm sorry if I got us off track. Oh, just, that's that's just us. That's EFAP. Yeah, yeah. Um, Welcome to the show. Uh, combining everything we said, right, and, and that's on top of they, they they prevent Joel from seeing her, and they put him at gunpoint when he tries to resist that. Uh, I don't know, like the idea that we, oh, it was so clear that Joel should have just gone. Like, there's lo loads of people believe that thoroughly that Joel should have just fucked off after all that they've just done. Um, simply under the promise that the world is saved by this vaccine. And of course, the, the world of T, T, The Last of Us 2 believes that uh, that's what Joel did and that's how he did it wrong. And a lot of reviewers and, and, and sort of critics will be like, yeah, the game is holding him account for what he's done. Like, he fucked up in the first game. Yeah, I know. I know why he did it. He loved Ali and saved her and stuff, but, you know, it was the wrong decision. And a lot of us are stuck all the way back at, what do you mean? Like, this is a decision that I think everybody would have made had they been given the option. Like, of course, um, not everybody is Joel, uh, as in, like, they can't use guns and kill everyone and, and save her and everything, but the, the, the suggestion that if someone was like, you can go two pathways, commit to having Joel's timeline, or commit to, you just leave. You have no, you have no resources whatsoever, you don't know what's happening to that girl in there, you don't know if they can save the world, and they've just kicked you out while, like I said, welching on the deal. I don't understand how that's the superior moral choice. And again, of course, everyone can hold their own perspective on what exactly was the good or bad choice. I just find it fascinating to try and argue that what he did was the definitive bad, which I feel is what The Last of Us 2 mm. was trying to do. Just I thought it was definitively bad for the world. If that makes any sense, I felt like his decision robbed the world of getting that vaccine. I, like I think I think it robbed the uh, the fireflies at the most. The uh, I think I mm -hmm. think that a lot of this assumes that they're going to be very altruistic and 
a magnanimous in their um yeah, wanna... distribution of this cure too. If anything, it's it's pro it might be it legitimately might be best for the world that there's no cure instead of the cure being controlled by an evil faction. And let's not forget, they knock him out when he's trying to deliver CPR to a drowned child, and then when he wakes up, that's where we take off from, from all those other points we've been bringing up. And she wasn't even told that they were going to kill her, and they're doing it, uh, what, in the same day that they got a hold of her? They Which have they don't even run... You, there's no way they've run every test that they would need to run on literally the what they perceive as the source of the cure. It's absolutely absurd, and if I was told all of this, I'd be like, oh, you guys are evil, I understand. Can we talk about the cerebellum, by the way? I, I don't know how far you want to go with biology, because uh, I, I don't know if a lot of people aren't convinced because they'll they want to hand wave it as uh, in universe logic, right? Well, um, the the when Ellie is uh, searching the hospital, she finds this uh, this little note from Abby's dad, um, pointing. It's it's a it's an illustration of a brain, right? And um, Ellie, uh, so the, the, the note says, by this time um, tomorrow, we'll have changed the course of history or something. I've got, I've got the screenshot right here. Here you go. Um, so it's circling a part of the brain that I identified as the cerebellum. And um, I looked it up. The cerebellum is the, uh, the most popular part of the brain for brain tumors to grow. And people have been able to safely remove brain tumors from the cerebellum since like the late 1800s. So I don't know why they can't remove um, like a, a little bit of the specimen in Ellie's brain in the cerebellum without killing her. And but as a if, lot of people um, have pointed out, they should be after antibodies anyway. That's what they should be looking for. Also, none well, of this matters in terms of Joel's decision. True. I mean, if they're, yeah, that's true. That's true. But I'm just saying in the meta uh, context of like, did Joel doom humanity, right? This is calling into question the doctor's competence. Also, yeah, of of which I think is a, like the, the doctors are fucking absurd in that game. Yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that this has anything to do with Joel's decision making process. I'm just saying if we're talking about whether or not Joel doomed humanity, that relies on the idea that the doctors are competent enough to do this, and I don't think that they are. Also, the the world seems to be better off in the second game by what we see. So clearly, people like anyway. applying so. real life medicine to a zombie story is a bit silly. It's like, what do you, do you like, what? No, like, yeah. Like, if you're going to have a realistically presented game, like you can't just say, oh, zombies aren't real. Therefore, we can hand wave away anything like, else that isn't realistic. People are and in trouble with me having said antibodies. It's like the, the fucking thing is arguing that they're getting a vaccine for this shit. Like, what else would that mean? Like, I, I don't know. This is the thing. This The game is fucked on this point. It has to actually build its own in-universe sort of rules for how this works. Otherwise, we have to rely on real-life stuff, which is what they are doing. It's, um, it's really fucked. And you know what's funny? Because, again, I really want to push that The Last of Us 2 seemed to just make the choice definitively. The scene with the Doctor wrestling with the fact that, oh, I gotta kill this girl to save the world, it sucks. And, uh, you know, would you make the choice to sacrifice your daughter? And she's like, you know, Dad, I'd, I'd want you to do it. I just want to be in that room and be like, guys, do, do you have any idea what's going on in this hospital? You, They just found two people. What, what, like I said, one of them was drowned. You knocked out the guy who was trying to save her life, and then you've got him at gunpoint, taking all of his resources and told him to fuck off while we've put his daughter figure un under fucking uh, anesthetic and we're gonna kill it. Like, you, you, do you think this is cool? Like, they're portrayed as such heroic characters doing the right thing and then brutally murdered by Joel. It's just like, you guys are fucking villains.
Yeah, you don't even it, ask for her consent. You don't wake her up. You don't say, hey, here's what we're going to have to do. Are you okay with this? Give her the dignity of knowing that she's going to uh, to die for a noble cause, you know, at least as she would believe, as they would believe. No, they're just going to instantly kill her. Yeah, it's like textbook how to create an evil faction with the Fireflies. Um, it's almost... It's almost kind of annoying because I think it removes a huge point of the moral ambiguity in the first game because they are portrayed to be so Which evil. I think was why they did it. I think in the first game they were like, let's make it so that it's not... Like, if they welcomed Joel and they were like, hey buddy, here's your guns, thank you very much. Hey, Ellie, are you okay with, uh, you know, the fact that this may kill you to, to, to save the world? And she's like, yes. And then Joel walks away like, I guess this is goodbye. Walks outside and then walks back in and you start shooting everybody and save it. All of us would be like, what the fuck, dude? Instead, they generated it so that we can all be like, hmm, hmm, I don't know, I don't know, I think I might have done what he did. And again, the second game was like, I'm sorry, we're, we're committing to the, he did a bad now, I'm sorry. I actually think, because they did it in the second game, that they would have, like, remastered the first game to actually have a different ending, a more clear-cut that he was a bad guy ending if they could. And if they're going to stick with the second game being, you know, quote-unquote, correct, then they're going to have to. They, they already tried that. That's what's so annoying. I think you guys hag all the biology details too much. The vaccine makes no sense. How much time have we spent on everything other than the biology aspects? We're avoiding that for the most part. We I, I said twice that we're staying mostly away from it because we've got lots of other things to ap appeal to. Also, Janice, what do you think? <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about this video for 10 minutes. That was what my understanding was. I was going to come on. We'll talk about it for 10 minutes, then we can move on so we don't have to quit. I don't have to defend myself against you for oh, I'm just kidding. It's fine. We can talk about it for as long as you guys want. I oh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm cool with just talking about the game. It's less about your video at this point, more so about what, you, what right. your perception of the game is. And obviously, I, I think, I mean, it's, I still, I still, I liked it, you know. You can poke as many holes in it as you want, and I'm not going to say you know, the holes that you're poking in it don't make sense. I, you know, if you want to dissect it as much as you are. Well, we're really big on the whole your arguments and quality are different things. So, I mean, like we like things that are terrible. We like things yeah. that are great. We like things that are okay. Those things for us. That's kind of one of our. That's one of the things we do is we try to separate the enjoyment of something and its quality in terms of its writing and everything. So. For us, that's just that's what we do. We get we get we got to deal with it ourselves sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. you got to be like, yeah, I like that thing, but it's really bad. Well, well, that's fine though. Uh, a okay. I mean... <clears throat> because of course, there's plenty more in terms of story beats that we could uh, we could cover. Um, I think I think yeah. we've hit two big ones. I think Joel's death is entirely contrived, and him being portrayed as having made a Im immoral choice is uh, absurd. I would say that we've covered them pretty well. It's enough that single-handedly kind of wrecks the game, and then there's yeah, like so. hundreds of hours of of content that you can squeeze out of uh, talking about every single plot point in this game and why none of it makes sense. Yeah. Um... I mean, I don't know if there's any. Was, was there an area you'd want to hit Southpaw before um, the idea of a switching topics comes up? Because I don't know how much Janitor wants to talk about it or not. I, I mean, I don't. For as long as you guys want, but it's uh, it's entirely up to you guys. If I mean, if you're if you're really up for it, um, do you want to talk about the decision to like Ellie's decision to not kill Abby at the end? Oh boy. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
So uh, hey, yeah, sure. Why not? Let's do it. All right. So um, when Ellie decides, you know, she's got, she's got, yeah, exactly. She's got um, she's got Abby uh finally in her hands, and she's choking her to death, and uh, also drowning her at the same time too. Um, and she makes this last second decision to not kill Abby. What um, what what informs that decision? What what a uh, development has Ellie gone through with Abby that makes her think that Abby is a person that doesn't deserve to die. That just in that moment when she was choking her and she it did a flashback, right? Did a, she had her drowned and then yeah. it did a quick flashback to her talking to Joel. I think she, something about that flashback was about forgiveness or something. I don't know. I think she realized right, that yeah. look, killing this girl, killing this girl isn't going to bring me, any kind of happiness and for me while i was playing it i actually did i enjoyed playing abby so much that i thought that game the part that part of the game was fascinating to me because i mean i'm sure you guys hated abby right but i actually oh yeah she's enjoyed, a terrible person right i, I would actually have fucking killed her playing, ass. i actually enjoyed playing as her and so for me to be ellie and and the game telling me to you know hurt abby i was like i felt more i felt complete i felt conflicted you know, for the first time I'm playing a game and I'm being told to kill someone and I don't want to. Not when Abby was, not when I you were fighting Ellie as Abby? At the very end when you were, Abby, you were Ellie and you're fighting Abby in the water. For me, I, I was like, I felt like, Ellie, don't do this. That's really how I felt. And I thought that I thought that, that, was, that was why, that's why the game was so good to me. One of that, that sequence where it made me feel like, look, I actually don't want to kill this person. Does Ellie do have think... the same reasoning as you did for feeling that way about Abby? I was about to say, why do you think? I mean, obviously, at that point, like it is kind of stupid because obviously she's killed so many people. Like the whole game is mm -hmm. her killing four hundred people yeah, to get to that point. So, yeah, obviously, I could see. But then you got to say, look, that's the gameplay, and this is the story. Well, know, that's no, nah, that's that's the that they didn't have to have that stuff in there. They could have contextualized all that stuff to be totally justified. And much the same way that Joel killing people was in the first game, um, that's something that they decided to make their game. Uh, they're not obligated to make anything for their game. Um. Yeah, um, in universe, it doesn't make sense. Um, I'm happy that you felt that way. I definitely didn't feel that way. Uh, nothing that I saw of Abby and her campaign made me think anything differently of a person that um, had no qualms in murdering someone who's just saved her life. Um, in a prolonged, brutal manner, um, without well, really I think telling even him before why then, it was happening, and I think even before then, there's an issue. If someone told me that, "Hey, somebody killed your dad," and I'm like, "Oh fuck, why?" It's like, "Oh, because your dad was trying to murder an innocent girl." I'm like, exactly. "Oh, He's trying well, to uh, murdered an innocent girl." Yeah, it baffles yeah. me that Abby didn't want to interrogate Joel. Yeah, the idea that she has all of this. <sighs> The idea that Abby knows that they're going to kill a girl without asking her if she's okay with it. And she's like, and she's upset at the girl's father for coming back and killing your dad because he was trying to murder this girl. It's like, I couldn't, I could not take revenge on somebody who did that to my dad in that position. Cause I'm like, well, my dad was trying to murder the girl. Like, of course the girl's dad killed my dad. Was like, duh. I, I can't believe I'm about to say these next words, Rags, but in defense of Abby, it's consistent 
with her characterization in the flashback where she's like, where she's going to her dad and is like, if it were me on the operating table, I would want you to do it. Basically, yeah, but she's aware that other people aren't here, right? Apparently not. I understand why she did, but she (laughs) is not morally in the clear on this one at all. Precisely. Precisely. Like from the get go, Abby's bad. Yeah, and you know, just to put it into perspective, if we've got this girl, um, and we all agree she's going to have to die to save literally every person on the planet right now, make them immortal and invincible, and we go to do it, and Rags is the surgeon, and he gets shot in the head by a guy running into the room who's the fucking father and didn't agree to it, I'd be like, yeah, I, d- I know why that guy did that. I know why. Um, the idea that I'd be well, mad at him for having hurt. killed Rags and not understanding he's doomed the world would be part of why I would interrogate the fuck out of him when I get to him. I'd be like, do you know what you did? Do you know what you did by killing Rags, the doggo, the only one who could actually make this vaccine, you fuck? I mean, I feel like the reason they don't have Abby talking to Joel like this is because if they had a conversation about it, Abby would be like, oh, fuck, like, really? Oh. Wow, I'm wrong. Oh, oh yeah, I'm totally in the wrong here. I have absolutely zero moral ground to stand on. And if she went through it with, if she went through it anyway, then that would just make her seem all the worse because she'd blatantly recognize it and she'd still do it. And the game also, I die gets... a lot in your analogies, Mahler. You also kill a couple people, too. <laughs> I, yeah, it's a, it's a very give and take in, in his analogy world. <laughs> the, the game goes out of its way um, to try to get you to not condemn Abby for these actions, by the way. They really want you to gloss over the fact that she's kind of a horrible person because they'll, uh, they'll show her being nice to, to children and, and animals with very somber music playing in the background. So it's just okay. So just get a little, uh, get a little collage of photos of Adolf Hitler playing with animals and playing with children, and you know, add some some sad music. Get get my heart will go on playing in the background, you know. And then maybe people will realize, you know what, that Adolf Hitler guy, he wasn't so bad. Abby the didn't, thing is, Abby didn't have... care to interrogate him. She wanted to kill him. I just yeah. was about to highlight that. Yeah, <laughs> that's our issue. Yeah, like the I if someone if I learned that someone had murdered my father like randomly not not even randomly for for a specific reason because because Abby is operating under the information that she knows that Joel is the father of Ellie and Ellie was the person they were going to murder right so even then Abby should be like you know, we just discussed that a moment ago but the idea that you just kill him without like asking why or why you know why'd you do it what's going on here like was this some random act of violence she she not want any sort well, of explanation hell. how about letting him know why you're doing it he doesn't even yeah. know who you are yeah if anything even if she's going full full i don't know beast mode or whatever she'd be like i am this person and here's why i'm killing you if i think you want him to know if i if I had just finally, uh, sorry, finally found uh, the person who um, who killed my dad, I would definitely want answers, especially in this context. Like, why did you do it? Or uh, just try to explain who I am. Like, this is why you're dying. Or, you know, at least ask him why he did it before killing him. Jesus. Someone said, well, no rags. Only her friend might have those hesitation. Like, what? Based on what? No, not at all. Like what you you don't think people want to know why somebody killed your loved one? Like I bet most people would want to know why their loved one was murdered by somebody else. 
You think? Do you think it'd be too hard to figure that out though? Why? I mean, well, here's the thing: Abby should know why already, because um, they. I forget how fast and loose they play with Abby's understanding of the whole context of everything, but as far as I know from the flashbacks, or yeah, Abby knows why they're murdering Ellie. Yeah, she's literally so she, there when Marlene and, and her dad are having that conversation. Yeah, um, so Abby knows why, and that just makes her whole revenge thing, like, really, it's really not a morally correct decision. I understand why, right? That doesn't make it a morally correct decision to do, especially given the context. And the more context that she learns, the worse and where it makes Abby look for doing We're, this where it falls apart is we're supposed to sympathize with her and we're called bad people for not sympathizing with her. When do they call you bad people for not? I mean, I'm sure they don't directly say that, but when's the, um, where's the, it's the scene where they're like, Oh, you're, a... Oh, we get told that we hate Abby just because she has muscles or we can't, we can't relate to a woman well, with muscles. Like, we're I called, like... we're, we're called incels for, uh, for wanting. I In mean, yeah, general. it happens all the fucking time. And it's not it's not just when you're saying ironically, it, it happens unironically all the time with uh, the people that defend this game. We're 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 expected I, to I, I, uh, I thought you're talking about in the game, not outside. I was at first too. No, well, I mean I think that it's it's definitely the intended um the the uh intended reaction from the developer that you're supposed to sympathize with her, and it's uh notable given that well the game goes and bends over backwards to make her seem more sympathetic than she really is. And the fans of the game that think that the game is great will go. Yeah. I like Abby. I think that she's, that she's a good person. Cause this, the people who made this game have a very, very strange concept of justice. Like Ellie killing Abby at the end would be justice because Ooh. Abby murdered Joel <laughs> for immoral reasons. I felt Lots like, she I would have killed the fuck out of Abby. All that Abby had suffered. So like you, you walk up and she's being crucified. Like I you're, I, mean, I just felt like she, at, at that moment, I was like, this woman has suffered enough. Yeah. But she's <laughs> suffering for things that don't have anything to do with why she needs justice for her murder. Yeah. This is my whole trouble with the ending and why. Like Ellie dying would also be justice. Yeah, man, they fuck around with Ellie. Like, it's all like shit. Yeah, it makes it so you really don't care about either of them. <laughs> yeah, at this point, everyone story. sucks, so whatever. Yeah, I would have definitely, I, I would have definitely killed um, Abby at the end. Absolutely. Joel's, Joel needs to be avenged. That's, that's the point of the game. You're not supposed to root for anyone. Everyone's shit. It's great. Great storytelling. Very engaging. I, I, it, it, you're, the, the point is you're supposed to be apathetic as to what happens. I mean, it's all centered on the fact that nobody fucking talks to each other. Nobody actually talks this shit out. Everyone just acts. Um, exactly. Like, that's the trouble that I have, is, like, you, if you do this, if you have, like, a character spare another character out of revenge, they need to have dialogue so they understand each other. Like, Ellie and Abby don't know each other at all. They never have a conversation about Joel, about any of it. And it's just, like, why do these... These characters hate each other for surface-level reasons, and you're just, like, you guys need to talk this out to understand each other more, but they don't. They just fight, and that's it. All right then. <laughs> yeah, I 
janitor like what what do you what do you th- i think this kind of stemmed from the idea of like why did ellie spare abby why do you, you think it's just because she was being crucified like you think that that's the reason um why did it yeah i think that she rolled up ready to kill saw everything that she had gone through and then like her like moral compass was like all right i, I need to cut this girl down like this is terrible and so she does that and then she's letting her go and it's like wait a minute i came all this way like i can't let you get away and then right before she gets what she finally wants she realizes that that's not going to bring her peace and she lets her go how lucky for abby she realized that the 217th kill you know if you kill someone in america you flee the country and then you get wrongfully incarcerated in mexico guess what you still have to fucking require justice in america that's like like and if if your life is really shit down to mexico for completely unrelated things like that doesn't absolve you of the Mm -hmm. murder that you committed earlier i i guess i I mean, I've had experiences, I don't want to talk about anything too specific, but I've had experiences where uh, there's someone that I absolutely hate that I, they're, you know, they've wronged me in a way where, you know, I could never forgive them, blah, blah, blah. And then when it comes time to finally, you know, there was a day where I literally showed up to a courtroom, someone, someone broke into my house. And when there was a time where you know they they received some level of justice but that there was a time where i could really lay into them all right i could sue this person beyond that i could sue them into the ground and for me i was like i don't think that that will make me happy and that that was a turning point for me personally where i was like look i I just i just want to end this i don't want to go through any more legal battles i don't want to have to live with the fact that i'm suing this person to the ground like i just want this to be over and so maybe that's why I identified with it. I think you wanting a process to be over because, you know, legal action requires, you know, time and money and effort and all that sort of stuff. I'd say that that's a different reason. Than having someone almost drowned and you need to keep them under there for another few seconds. You know, I, th- I just think at that moment, Ellie thought that, look, it just it wouldn't bring her happiness. And that's what I got from the game, that, that killing her wouldn't wouldn't make her feel whole. I It wouldn't make me happy that, I mean, if I was Ellie, even if Abby's death was purely emotionless, even then, she still deserves to die. Like, regardless of how it makes me feel. So does Ellie deserve to die too, or...? Oh, fucking everyone deserves to die. <laughs> well, I mean, that's we could, we could talk about that if you wanted to. Every single person she kills in the game is her attempt to get to Abby. And the people are going to be trying to kill her. I'm pretty sure you could prove every single person she kills is probably going to try and kill you if you do nothing in the game. So, Yeah, you can't just uh, go through an area and uh, expect people to just let you walk by. I mean, you can play through the game like that. It makes so every single time you kill someone, it's justified because you're defending yourself. Yeah, they they have a really odd framework for how all this stuff sort of works. Um, uh, I if if I was in charge of of this game, obviously a lot of stuff would be different. But the way that I would contextualize all of the combat and stealth encounters would be totally different. Yeah, Ooh. it'd be interesting if you could like randomize um, like NPCs actually not bothering you and letting you go. So you should that be able to hide bodies. Killed... That's a big thing. Well, I was just thinking like uh, they should 
have it be so that there's a there's always that thought in the back of your mind that if you like if you stealth kill someone instead of try sneaking past them, you wonder would they have like let me go or not? Like that could have been kind of interesting, but it, it can't really work in the setting of the story. I'm just spitballing here. Yeah, you no. You have to find some reason for why you're actively engaging in self defense at all times against people who are looking to try and kill you. Yeah. Or you have to have a scenario where, I mean, if if the point of your game is that you don't know, you could factor that in in some degree. But if this is just a revenge plot against a particular individual and you're trying to get to them, um, you're going to have to come up with some reason why you're just bathing in blood all the way there. I mean, I suppose, I mean, I, I, I agree that if, I mean she killed so many people to get to that point why would you stop there i guess you know i agree with that but that's yeah where the person who deserves it the most about. is where she stops yeah the only kill that right. i can't justify in the game at least briefly thinking about it is uh abby's kill of joel everything else is usually going to be a self-defense argument yeah, mel for example trying to attack her with a knife when she's pregnant and wants to protect her baby it's like wow okay well they they need that, that to happen so that she is distressed by having killed a pregnant woman well who i was about to say yeah. jacket zipped up so she can then drop the map so that abby can then find them at the theater it, it all makes sense evan okay yeah we all know the reason that that, that scene would have gone very differently if she had made it clear she's pregnant from the get-go oh yeah which in fact definitely... it might have been better because remember how abby Ellie... reacts to learning someone's pregnant yeah, Ellie desperately killing a pregnant woman to save her own life probably would weigh on her more, even like knowingly shooting her when she knows she's yeah. pregnant. You know? One of those believe, parties was innocent. I can't believe that Ellie had this this map with a bunch of landmarks in Seattle, and she circled a landmark. It wasn't yeah, just like a random. It wasn't just a random building too. Well, like the theater was uh, was was a landmark in the city, and it's like marked on the map already. She doesn't have to circle it. But she circles it so that when Abby finds it, she knows exactly where to go. She needs to remind herself where she was before. She needs to remind herself where she was going back to. That's it. But the landmark's already there. No, no, it's just like no. That's the a part of the reason why the the map thing is so bad is because because she circled that part of the map. No, I, I agree. That's that map how Abby's really bad. Did. We were just talking about the moral implications of you know killing death and the concept mm. of justice. Mm. Well, I, I agree the, the map thing's the bad though plot hole with the map yeah I'm sorry I just had to get that out right. um, but yeah the, the idea that Abby is in any way sympathetic when she takes like joy in the idea that she's killing a woman especially because she's pregnant is like man what an indefensible bitch like what a horrible uh, the, the defense horrible for that human being. is that it's not pleasure rags it's that she sees it as balancing the scales and so she is glad that someone on their side is now going to experience what it's like to lose a unborn child or some shit like that oh yeah that's that's a that that's that's just worse in a different way well, of course cuz uh, i'd be yeah. like what the fuck is wrong with you why would you so like a person you hate kills an innocent person you're like i'm going to kill your innocent person how do you like it it's like what the fuck is that doesn't you're just as bad as they are <laughs> what do you mean you yeah, just like spent now like you're 10, horrible. You just like spent like ten hours friends. trying to convince me that this is a good person, that Abby's a better person than Ellie. Then it's like she's pregnant. Good. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> oh, they're going to want you to die because you're a she horrible, horrible. Would have been an, again another improvement. She says she's pregnant. Abby looks down at her, looks up, looks down, and then Lev says, "Let's go." Mm -hmm. Like, and Abby chooses herself 
to stop killing Tina because she's pregnant. Not Lev is like, hey, don't do it. Abby sucks. Ellie's a worse person when she kills a pregnant woman in self-defense than Abby is when she is going to knowingly kill a pregnant woman. By the way, Ellie did not know that Mel was pregnant when she stabbed her. Yeah. It's like she didn't know. Then she finds out and she feels bad about it afterwards. Abby finds out is like, oh, great. Double kill. Oh, it's crazy. It's... So, I mean, oh, yeah. everything it's about horrible. every significant scene in the game has so many fucking issues, like so many corrections that are required. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, I, 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 I guess, yeah, I guess the overall thing we would just get at was the choice to no, what spare. Would, uh, yeah, what, what do you want me to reply to? Oh, well, I, I mean, like, I'm um... cool with general thoughts about everything we were talking about. I guess. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I still feel the same way I did at the very beginning when I said. Something about Ellie killing Abby. I don't even fucking remember. I'm sorry, guys. I've had a couple beers. <laughs> uh, I think the flashback, too, um, would have pushed uh, Ellie further towards killing Abby because that was the conversation where yeah. she would realize that this woman robbed their chance at reconciliation. I thought the conversation they were having was something about forgiveness, if I remember correctly. Yeah, she she, she says, um, you know, I can't forgive you, but maybe a maybe a can in future or whatever. The the point being that their relationship is now beginning the mend. It's on the mend, but then he dies, and that's because that's of because, Abby murdering. Yeah, him. Abby robs that from. Yeah, from I would I would argue that not only is she upset that Joel is dead, she's upset that she never got to, you know, fix the relationship with him. And in that moment, she would also probably be a little bit miffed that she just got like lost both of her fingers. And I want to, I want to make sure we understand. It's like a fucking. I, I totally believe uh, internet historians' theory that originally the scene just ran as it was, and then um, they decided to shove the flashbacks in there because they were unsure if the audience was understanding what the fuck's even happening. And I actually think the flashbacks make it even harder to understand. Yeah, I the flashback would if I was Ellie, the flashback would make me just strangle her harder. Yeah, but because the flashback was a flat was was not it wasn't technically a flashback because we don't see that scene I thought until after, right? Well, literally we don't see it until later. No, no, no. It's, it's it's a literal flash. She sees Joel and then it flashes yeah. forward again. Right, but we haven't. The audience hasn't seen it. I'm trying to remember correctly. But right? Ellie, well, has, Ellie but we, would know what. The yeah, yeah, and obviously in post we we can now analyze what was going through ahead at that point, or at least what the writers wanted us to think was going through ahead at that point. Yeah, Ellie would know. And Meanwhile. If there were zero flashes to anything, and she was just giving up on her because she's so fucking exhausted of killing, like, I could possibly give that interpretation, but showing Joel to me, <laughs> like, when, when you're killing her, I was like, alright, let's continue. Um, yeah. I get that. Because they like didn't the, explain it yet. The, um, the, the Martha scene in BVS is arguably a better executed <laughs> version of this payoff. Oh, I ironically argue that. That's yes. Sad, no, but... there's, there's, there's a clear through line to uh, why that happens, as stupid as it is. Unlike The Last of Us 2. Yeah, no, I think the, the BVS one is super easy to fix. Uh, uh, don't fucking make the, both their mum's names the same. That's retarded. Just have him ask him to save his mother. That's all you need to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. Lex has my mom, and then he re he realizes that he's like, I I have a mom like that. You could yeah, you don't need to like do that. any flashes. You just have Batman stop and think. He's like, fuck, you have a mom, Jesus. Or like, here here's an idea. Um, the 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 movie opened with the 
16th rendition of Thomas and Martha Wayne getting murdered. You have a shot in that little uh, in that little scene that is uh, mirrored later on when Batman's about to kill Superman Ooh. as she sees Lois like in like, terror uh, trying to protect um, So now Batman is uh, the thug murderer. Yes. Yeah, that is interesting. See, you could, I mean, that's, that's such a better execution than, than what we got. But the point is, the execution that we got is still better than The Last of Us Part 2. Mm. But not better <laughs> than the Snyder Cut. I mean, that remains to be seen. I, I'm <laughs> I sure the Snyder Cut will beat out Justice League. But who knows? I have faith in the Snyder Cut, I believe. As I'm always a sucker for that stuff, though. I wish and they'd again, just I... gone full tism and had Batman say, Why do you want to save my mom? <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I, 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 I'm not saying that that scene in BVS is good. It's really bad. It's really funny bad, but... Ugh. Crazy that we got something even worse. What would you say? Is, what 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 were you saying is worse? The uh, the Abby Ellie part, the end. Yeah, yeah. Ellie sparing Abby. It's it's like it's a worse executed version of the Martha scene from BVS. You guys think there'll be a Last of Us three? No, no, I don't. I don't I, I don't think so anymore. Like, if this was a well received game that people liked, I would say yeah, there might be. But I would side on I I I would side on uh, the negative here. Yeah, I don't know if it's a good idea for them to make a third one, but I wouldn't put it past them. It's possible. This one made a lot yeah, of money, and that's all the suits care about at the end of the day. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, make another one, I guess. Not, not to say, not, not, I don't want to imply that I think Neil Druckmann is motivated solely by money. I think he's, he's definitely motivated by his own creative vision. That's totally fine. I just mean the people who produce all of it. Oh. I think, he, didn't he say like he wasn't sure or something, or... He said, um, he said he was done with The Last of Us' story, right, at one point? And then, like, years later, he was like, actually, no, there's more. <laughs> I want to ruin things to ruin. Yeah, the, um, they did a, a little live event where um, they reenacted scenes from the first game, and it ended. This happened in 2014. Um, it ended with the, the, the scene from the beginning of the second game where Joel sings to Ellie. It's the exact same scene. Uh, like right down to the dialogue, and um, and Neil Druckmann originally said that that was him saying goodbye to Joel and Ellie, and just went back on that one. I think I I have, I have a feeling we'll end up seeing a part three. Well, I'm, I can't can't wait. It's gonna be great. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to it. He plays Abby through the whole thing. It's gonna be awesome. I guarantee you, Abby's in it. I hope that she dies after Abby or Ellie. Even I will only uh, I'll only buy it and play it if um, the game opens and Abby is going to where she thinks like the fireflies are. It's just like one random dude all all by himself, and she's like, "I, I thought that you were two hundred strong." And then out comes uh, Bill from the first game. Oh, I got a shotgun, <laughs> and then Tommy comes out and he's holding the golf club that she used to. Killed Joel. The nine. Yeah. Yep. I'd I'd be I'd be so happy with that. I would that's that's how I would buy The Last of Us Part Three. Anything else? Nah, I'm good. Um and yeah, with that, I'm I'm more than happy to uh move on to a to a video if you guys wanna. Because I I I I think for one, welcome it. 
We we uh, we've probably gone over a little you know, why why we take issue with with the if, if, I don't know if you've picked up but like we're trying to avoid saying like this thing was bad because we didn't like the choice rather we're just trying to point out where things are contradictive or um, contrived to to try and base everything in a structural sense we're like oof mm. the Last of Us Two what it was trying to do is one thing how it did what it was trying to do is mainly what I have my issues with. Hell yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say without a doubt that you guys are wrong and I'm right or, or whatever, just that, just, you know, I got a different viewpoint and my viewpoint I thought was a little bit interesting because I didn't see anyone else having the viewpoint I had, which is, you know, wanting to hate it and ended up liking it. And that's why I made the video that I made. Um, sure. And, uh, you know, I, I liked it. You guys didn't. And that's, you know, luckily we're not talking about politics. Although we can if you guys want. No, let's go to a video. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. Video time now. So um, there's a link, Lance. So this one, funnily enough, is is, is about movies. It's about oh, it's about superhero movies specifically. And uh, for the lucky few in chat who may have seen, uh, I think Jay was streaming randomly, and he he told me about this video, and he was like, "You gotta you gotta see it," because I he he likes this creator, but um. He was not a fan of this video, and so we watched it, and the point that they make is quite interesting, dare I say amazing, and so we're going to play it on here. First time we cover it, it's called Nerd, Nerdstalgia, I think, is Nerdstalgic, me, uh, is the channel. You give me a, uh, just a moment, Mies because I drink a lot of water. No problem. I started his channel right around the same time I started mine. He, um, yeah, uh, he's, I think he's your standard sort of affair for video essays, I don't know how good his main line content is, I haven't watched it. Um, but I was I was so interested in this one that I was like, you know what, we got to throw this on EFAP as well. Um, of course, I probably would have invited Jay here if not for the Last of Us Two discussion. Why? Wow, who's playing? Stop it! Who's playing fucking kangaroo shit? I, I'm not touching anything. <laughs> I don't even know what this actually is. <laughs> it's like some weird anime. There's loads of animations that are like recommended with Watch Together. Cam Somehow Australians managed to end up in this stream. Terrifying. Um, oh, maybe it was me. I clicked something. I didn't know that I was controlling everything. So, uh, yeah. Once once Rags is back, we'll uh, we'll give it a check out. I suppose. The the only thing you need to know going in is well, who here has seen Shazam? I have never heard. Of I've jumped across them. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. I, Southpaw's seen it. I, I think. I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever heard of this. Uh, this game. <laughs> I think um, that one's like the main movie for references in, in the point being made in this video, but a couple of others we get brought up, like Man of Steel, uh, a few others. So, yeah, I mean, if if, if everyone's ready, uh, let's just test it first. Do, it. do you guys see the video? I do. Excellent. I see it. Yes. We see in Shazam? Yeah. Yeah, I see him. All right, excellent. Well, uh, here we go. Let's check out again. This is like going in blind. It's called the one word ruining superhero fight scenes. So this should be interesting. About oh, yeah? Shazam, though, mm -hmm. my uh, my question about Shazam is if if um, mild mannered whoever turns into Shazam and he takes off the suit, right? And he like sells it or gives it away or something. The next time he turns into Shazam, is he going to have the a suit on with him, or is the suit gone forever? And um, I guess. I think they, they try to imply that I think that they imply that it's uh, it's not possible to take off the suit because there's a scene in the montage where he tries to uh, 
like he, he has to pee after he's drank a lot of uh like soda and he can't so he uh quickly says shazam turns back into a kid and then does his business and turns back into shazam okay there's nothing really indicating that he can take off the suit when he's in, in that form all right okay guys speech right now or something you're like a mile away from me right now cars and that was a very very funny joke in kung fu panda 2 by the way damn i can't remember that it's been so long since i've watched kung fu panda 2 electric boogaloo that's, uh, that's a shame kung fu i should say <laughs> kung fu present you with a filmmaking problem Let's set, Let's set the scene. You have Are you hearing two an echo? Super I am definitely hearing yeah. an echo. I am hearing an echo as well. That's yeah. from Janitor. For once, Spotted. I'm the one hearing an echo. I got my stuff playing through my... Yeah, you might want to use push to talk. Who's it Can coming through? Headphones. We got it, though. Evan, how's it like to uh, to finally hear what an echo sounds like? <laughs> oh, it feels good to be on this side. I I'm glad to not be in that world anymore. Uh, try, try it again. I, I muted the. See if it works. All right. Beings, Did you know about them? They are adversaries. They're engaged in a fight, and they're here both up in the sky, high above the populace, and the collateral damage they're likely causing. Here's the question, how do you, as a filmmaker, make whatever happens next interesting? Well, I might well, have got infinite options, right? Well, some sort I... of a conflict, I think, between the characters, maybe ideology differences, some, something for the stakes, there's, there's a lot that goes into it. So I would say I need it helps if I have an understanding of what these characters weaknesses are and how they can be harmed or damaged. That always helps. I need to know if they can be killed, if they can be damaged or injured or they could lose the fight in some way. Um, I it helps if I know what the potential for collateral damage is. Uh, I don't want innocent people dying and skyscrapers going down and that sort of thing. So that that could make me invested in the fight and how that could be interesting. Um, you have the personal relationship between the villain and the hero, uh, as was elaborated on a moment ago. Why are they fighting? Do they not want to fight, but they feel like they're forced into fighting? Um, do oh, also nudity um, mm -hmm, yeah, always definitely. makes things more interesting. Um, That's why we watch Aquaman, my friend. Uh, so yeah, there, there's there, there's a, a a large amount, a big huge amount of ways to make a superhero fights interesting. I've seen plenty of interesting superhero fights, um, so it can definitely be done. There are ways to do it. I mean, yeah. In addition to to all that, uh, I guess what this guy is trying to say, um, given that he's talking about all the uh, possible collateral damage, is that they aren't. Um, accounting for potential collateral damage from their superheroics um which is like Man, that they should that make movies could, about that that could be really cool yeah that, that that could make make it pretty interesting too bad yeah, that they I mean, never ever make movies about that a shame and so and, and if they were to i wonder how people would like it uh, i feel like it would be unfairly maligned if they did but oh, yes well, that's well, one one could say that there would be like a like a civil war in the uh, in the that fandom, one's too on you know? that one's too on the nose. That's <laughs> you taking it too far. Give it a go for a while. Yeah, that's the yeah. 
this so movie, DC's out. 2019 coming-of-age superhero movie Shazam, you're probably struggling to answer that question. See, Shazam, which I think is otherwise a very good movie and one of DC's best... <laughs> Wait, hang on, because look, that's, you're in a minority with me again that Shazam is, is, is fucking bad, okay? Like, a lot of people really love this film, and, and, and I only saw good things, so when I watched it, I was like, oh, wow, this is way worse than I thought it was going to be. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my opinion on Shazam real quick. Go um, for it. I, I watched it in the theater, and because it was a DCEU movie, I wasn't expecting it to be good. And I, I ended up kind of enjoying it because the comedy was, it worked for me. The chemistry between the actors clicked and everything. And uh, the more major emotional payoffs um, were, were fine. Um, but, you know, when I, when I see a movie uh, and I, I enjoy it, I'm like, I'm going to go see that again. I saw it again. Uh, I saw it with my family and I saw it again after that. I realized there's a fuck ton that's wrong with this movie because the jokes... Uh, the the stuff that uh you know made me forgive much of the movie's um uh shortcomings um you know diminishing diminishing returns jokes aren't as funny necessarily uh when you're um seeing them repeated over and over again um and then what you have just left is the story and story is not well written um do you want to try to uh, get through this together real quick Mueller because uh, I'm I'm drawing a blank on like a couple of things. Um, I know that they're like one of the first big things for me is the fact that uh, the reason that Billy, the protagonist of this movie gets powers is because the, um, the villain fails to eliminate the wizard that gives him his powers when he has the motivation and the means to do so. I would have to rewatch the film to be able to give you a lot of references. The one that I'll never fucking forget was the, the seeing the TV that allows him to, uh, uh, that shit yeah. blew my mind in terms of how lucky it is. And I, I think a lot of people were just like, oh, it's a superhero movie. Who cares? And I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess to, to provide context for that, there's a scene where Freddy is pissed. Freddy is the crippled kid that's friends with Billy. Um, Freddy gets pissed with, with Billy over reasons that are really stupid. And we can talk about them later, but for, uh, for the moment, that context isn't quite relevant. Um, they're arguing, and shortly after this argument occurs, Billy gets into a fight with the villain of the movie, a guy called Savannah. Um, they end up in a shopping mall. Freddy sees them end up in the shopping mall, decides to chase after these two uh, similarly very uh, strong-powered individuals. Um, and Billy escapes. He, uh, he runs away from the fight. He realizes that he can't defeat this guy. And... Um, during the chaos, you know, he, he like he kind of slips away in, in the crowd and Savannah is looking for him and um, he sees Freddie going like, Billy, Billy, where are you? And um, in the shopping mall where this is happening, Freddie is standing right next to a TV screen showing him arguing with Billy in his superhero form. <laughs> it, it, he like he's just standing next to a TV in the mall that just happens to be playing this footage that uh couldn't have been more than a few minutes old. Um, and the fact that when you actually rewind the scene where they're having this argument, the people that are with the news are actually walking away and not filming this argument. So it's like, okay, so the news shouldn't even have this footage then. Um, and that's how the bad guy 
somehow he figures out that he that this Billy must be the superhero that this kid was arguing with on TV. He just deduces that this kid would have information on how to get to the superhero that he's fighting. Um, it's really it's a really crazy contrivance that yeah. uh, ends up affecting how the rest of the uh, of the third act plays out. And of course, there's there's way more to it. Like I said, I would have to rewatch it though because I've kind of flushed a lot of it out at this point. But I was I watched it with Metal Commander. You guys may have heard of him. We had a, a nice bit of alcohol too. We were just having fun. Thought we were going going for the best DC movie to come out in the DCEU, which is what almost all of them are fucking portrayed as. Before I get to finally see them, but I'm like, oh, this is just like the rest of them. Fucking Aquaman. Oh, that one's the good one, guys. <laughs> that one's the good one. No, Wonder Woman is the good one. Remember. Wonder Woman with its uh, amazing third act reveal of Ares and the CGI fight and everything that completely contradicts the, the really interesting theme that could have made the movie legitimately pretty good. It was great. Um, um, but yeah, we, we, we were both we were both really surprised by how tism a lot of the writing was. But I don't, like I said, I'd have to rewatch to get more references. Obviously, just a small tangent to let people know, Shazam is. Um, is an interesting one. It's not good. It's okay. It's the second best DCU than, movie. It's better than Aquaman. It's better okay. than what you say the first is. Um, Wonder Woman's the yeah. the best. Um, but Wonder Woman's okay. Like know. for the I... first two two thirds of the movie, then the final the new one looks like it's it. gonna be fucking awful. <laughs> you mean you, uh, uh, wait wait? They're, they're making they're making a sequel to Wonder Woman. I thought that was a sequel to Cats. Oh. Dude, Ooh. fucking, oh, when I saw that trailer, I was, like, already really pessimistic about what they were doing with all of it, and then that ending of the trailer, I was like, oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would they um, put that in the trailer? Don't. I was laughing yeah. harder at Pedro Pascal's hair. Yeah. I um, wonder who that's supposed to be. But yeah, Shazam is, uh, it's, it's the second best DCEU film, but that's just because the rest are absolute trash fires and Shazam has some redeeming qualities. Um, but, uh, yeah, Mahler, if you want to like, at some point, I actually have, uh, Shazam saved to my hard drive. I'd be happy to share that with you and we could maybe watch that together and I could upload that to my channel. Just us reacting to this, uh, wonderful movie. Oh, maybe we could set up a recording on both ends, do an EFAP movies. Uh, on our side, and then you can do whatever you want on your side. We'll get rags to see it. It'll be wonderful. Record both my ends. Hell yeah. And we need to do the same with Dark Knight Rises too. I have to see rags' reaction to the Dark to the Dark Knight. Never Rises. seen it. I've never seen it yet. Oh. Yeah. So that would be uh that'd be a first for me to uh <laughs> to 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 watch and see. I'll be going into that fresh and new. Oh, and don't forget, uh I, I got you guys to agree. We're gonna Watch Toy Story 4 all together again if Cinema Wins decides to make a, a video on Toy Story 4. Do you think so, he's just abandoning that project? Or I think it's quite possible that might be the one movie that he is not willing to defend. Dude, I as really far as I'm concerned, that. Rise of Skywalker broke him in terms of having to defend shit. The fact that he rolled out, pretend it's what you wanted. <laughs> I think it's over. <laughs> that could be his new intro. Pretend um, it's what you wanted. I, I just have to highlight this comment in chat. Shazam is a good movie. It's not a violent adult type movie. It wasn't supposed to be that way. So there's the scene. What? It's the boardroom scene. <laughs> kind of crazy how out of place it is in this movie. But okay. All right. But like that wasn't even what we were talking about. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. Is like it, it's completely unrelated to what we were talking about. Yeah, we were talking about if it was good. Like, yeah, I don't care if it's for dark. kids or for. Also, why would you even? Why would you be in the EFAP chat saying it's for kids? Like, <laughs> why would you? Don't do this. Stay away. Run. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So this guy isn't making a point about whether or not Shazam is good. It's just it's just something I want to talk about. We're well, so. yeah, forty-two just... seconds in. So yeah, we're doing great. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am so sorry. Well, no, no, I mean, I invited it, because, like I said, I, d I don't know that Shazam's been discussed on EFAP before, so... There you go, everyone. We're not a fan. <laughs> did we cover... I, we watched a video that the director right. did. Oh, yeah, we did, yeah. Some of the deets, and some of that stuff was interesting to get some insight into. You know, oh, yeah, I, I see. Watch. Yeah. I love the filmmaking uh, process and, and having, like, this thing was fucked up because these people couldn't make it, or this the, these sets weren't ready, or these designs were all fucked up. I like knowing all of that stuff. It doesn't change what the reality of the end product is, though, of course. Like, we wouldn't be able to be like, oh, well, I think the one I always reference, because I feel like it just gets the point across, even though it's a little bit rough. Person dying, it, meaning you can't have that character at all now. Uh, obviously, we're trying to circumvent that these days with fucking CGI. But let's just pretend for a second that you have to write them out of your story. It's probably going to damage the story. Um, unless, of course, you can really make it work. The go-to example I think a lot of people often have is uh, Gladiator. Um, I forget the actor's name, but he's like the best actor in the fucking film, and he gets he dies. Anthony Hopkins. By... He's not in Gladiator. <laughs> he's not well, dead. Who plays? Who plays? Oh, he's I not for, dead. For, 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 for a moment. For, for some reason, I thought that in, instead of Dumbledore, for a second, I thought Anthony Hopkins played Marcus Aurelius. And I don't know why that picture popped up in my head for some reason. There's just Anthony Hopkins in a tent hugging to Maximus. Dude, the fucking... the two brainwaves. He's not... He's not, God, he's not dead! <laughs> I don't know why my brain did that. But I was like, wait, no, 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 that was Dumbledore. Anthony Hopkins alive, yes. Hopkins alive. <laughs> let's let's not meme that, we'll fucking it. kill him by accident. Oh, I'm no. So I'm so sorry, Anthony. Oh. Stop talking about Anthony Hopkins. He's gonna die just like Wilford Grimley. Did. No. <laughs> 2020 has taken too much for me, not Anthony Hopkins. No, fuck no, get away. He needs to make Stop that stuff. It. Yeah, we need to watch The Mask of Zorro. Yes. Good oh, shit. you haven't... Have you not Love seen that, that movie? Yeah. No, no, yeah, we, we've okay. all seen it. It's I, I saw it in my, it was one of my childhood favorites, and I haven't seen it in many, many years, and I'd love to rewatch it. Mm -hmm. It holds yeah. up. I don't remember the theme for this movie. And the fucking dude, believe. the one soldier who keeps getting his life fucked up by Zorro throughout the movie. It's <laughs> like a running joke of how he just, everything, <laughs> everything goes to shit for him. Anyway, yeah, alright, to come back, back, here we go. Back to the bad movies. <laughs> Left me thinking only one thing. Stop filming superheroes fighting in the air. What? What? Why? So, the re I like to pause here before he develops it, just to absorb, like, you, you think to yourself, how did you come to that conclusion? <laughs> yeah, um... Didn't like Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> I guess not. Um, uh, is, is there a good sure. fight scene you can think of, like off the top of your head, that like takes place in the air? Because I think that there are a couple, right? Matrix like... Three. Matrix Three. <laughs> um, I mean, it was all right. Top I mean, Gun. A lot of fights in the air. In the oh, movie. I think if we restrict it to superhero battles in the air, yeah, characters fly. Um, let's see. Um, I know I've seen them, but let's see. Dragon Ball Z. 
it happened all the time. I'm sure I see so, these clips and sorry, that stuff. Um, are we uh, just find examples of air battles that are good? Is that what we're doing? Uh, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I because even if we found like, I don't. There's not even if all the ones we saw were bad. They're not necessarily bad by the right. concept of them fighting in the air. Because uh, yeah, because even yeah. if we named like all ten, let's pretend that was the case, and they were all bad, that wouldn't stop them from being good. Um, fucking, I don't know, Avengers when Iron Man's flying yes. around the city. Like, I, I don't, I don't know if it doesn't count because he's not fighting a singular enemy. But I don't know if that would, I don't know if that's how it works. I feel like that's what he's trying to get at. He's like showing cool. them tussling in the air. The ending of Iron Man is pretty good with the whole icing and like how how they're they're trying to yeah. get up in the air. And oh like yeah, two does less. That probably counts. That's that's a pretty good fight. Yeah, and don't forget that's what they do in the Incredible Hulk, as well. They released the same year where he's on the jet and the jet flies up really high and he gets super cold systems <laughs> and he can't breathe. So don't forget that as well. Wait, no, you've people... you've mixed up two because uh, that he can't breathe in the Ang Lee one, right? And then it's in the the 2008 one that he's on a jet that he jumps out of and lands to fight Abomination. Yeah, I think I'm talking about the first Incredible Hulk, right? I I would hesitate calling it the first. Just the uh, Ang Lee Hulk is is what you're talking about. I think the um, Ang Lee Hulk is the first Hulk. Well, the 2008 one. Okay. Um, Just call it the Ang Lee Hulk. That's the easy way to do it. At the risk of uh, pissing off chat, because I know that the Man of Steel climax is contested as a as pretty tismy, but like Man of Steel, I remembered having a pretty cool aerial battle between Superman and Zod. The only Visually, the memes I remember cool. from that are the they blast through so many fucking towers that kill so many people, and uh, mm -hmm. the Talk movie doesn't seem one. to register that until BVS comes out. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm not talking about the Lou Ferrigno one. I'm talking no, no. about. Uh, this one. You're talking about the Angley oh. Hulk. Just say that. Ang Angley? Yeah, he's the director. I thought the director was, um, uh, the, 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 the guy with the French, uh, Louis Leterrier. He directed this one. He directed The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, the, the one that I just, the one that I'm, the one that yeah, you this just one here, the chat. one with Liv Tyler. Yeah. What about yeah? Um, no, you Chronicle. mixed up the two of them. So from he gets thrown up into the air and is struggling to breathe, I believe, in the Ang Lee Hulk, but he's released from a jet in the um, the MCU Hulk. Oh yeah, he 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 lets yeah he's got to let go because he can't breathe and stuff. Yeah, and then he falls down. He splashes into like by the Golden Gate Bridge or something like that. That's a funny one. We could probably rewatch that. I don't know if it's probably is it better or worse than the MCU one? What what do people typically say about that? Well, it's, I would say it's worse. Uh. Ang Lee Hulk. Is this the this mm, this? Oh, I think. Mm, yeah, these movies have, are are meshing together in my brain. Um. Ah, uh, yeah, I think this might be the one I'm talking about. I can't remember because it's they're both unmemorable movies about a big green angry person, and they're I didn't like either. I think when they were making Incredible Hulk, the couldn't decide whether it was a sequel or not they they just kind of like made it like oh maybe it is maybe it isn't a sequel um what about, find out. what about the uh, the aerial fight in chronicle oh yeah oh actually i think he brings that up in this video oh, oh does he well wait is he trying to to use chronicle as an example of why you shouldn't film superheroes fighting in the air because hard disagree on that one yeah, that's very good character wise like that's not so much like mm -hmm. the, the fight that's like both of those guys care about each other and it's it's kind of heartbreaking to watch yeah 
Well, I suppose we will have to uh, have to check out this argument at this point then, yeah? Is everyone excited? Let's do it. Yeah, this one is, uh, yeah. As a superhero movie has thrust its way into ubiquity, we're starting to see some trends become more obvious. One of them is having superheroes who can fly, fly all the time, or fly while they fight. Uh, if you are able to fly, why wouldn't you, A, fly all the time, and B, fly while you fight? Yeah, I feel like um, if, if I could fly, that would be something I'd be using all the time, because flying sounds like it's not only useful, but lots of fun and amazing. So I fly yeah. now? I fly now. You fly now. No stop. <laughs> this on paper makes a lot of sense. You're making a superhero movie with a hero with the power of flight. So put him in the air, right? This isn't really an issue inherently. If your superhero is flying and the person they're fighting can't fly. Well, now there's some what? purpose to that decision. What? Well, There's only purpose if one of them can fly. I was going to say, there'll be so flight gives you movement that's way more free than being on the ground. Um, yeah, that wouldn't really be like flying combat so much as one's flying and the other's holding on to them. Yeah, yeah kind like of the, different. The idea that you're fighting against someone who flies as well, meaning well, not not as much point compared to someone who's on the ground. So like, I I don't know, I feel like this. A lot of point for both, but uh, all right. Oh, Spider-Man: Homecoming. There's sort of a flying fight there on the plane between. Oh Vulture yeah. And Spider-Man. Yeah. That's Spider-Man really cool can't one. fly though. He's he's holding on for dear life in that fight. So only Vulture can fly. Yeah, there's something. A, there's a brief point when they're uh, when they're grounded and Vulture is like hovering above the ground and Spider-Man's fighting him. Like that that part's pretty neat. Um, in that fight. Uh, but I guess. I guess he's only talking about where both or all parties have flight in our Yeah, probably. Okay. But uh, it's like, okay, so if uh, if only one party has flight, then that's an advantage that they have over the person that can't fly. Um, if both parties have flight, then it just seems to stand to reason that, uh, I mean, it, it's the power of flight. They're going to use their powers that they have at their disposal uh, to gain whatever advantage that they can in the fight. And yeah, so it's, it's, a, uh, it's a weird both parties can fly. It, it, it it's an even playing field. It's like a weird offhand comment. I, it's not going to be relevant. Inherently. I don't think in a moment. I don't know why he said it though. If you're also, someone asked, does Vulture fly or is it hovering? He definitely flies. Definitely fly. So yeah. He's definitely a flyer. Well, I'm Fine. just saying that uh, in that one part in Homecoming, he's he hovering the over the ground. I, I believe. I, I believe he can do thing. both. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. If you yeah. can fly, you could probably hover. Mm. Person they're fighting can't fly. Well, now there's some purpose to that decision. Flying might be an advantage, like Tony fighting Cap. When is it's flying... always uh, an yeah, advantage. When is... <laughs> it's called yeah, the high ground, having, buddy. Have you seen Revenge of the Sith? The ability to fly is always an advantage because you don't have to necessarily utilize it if you don't want to. I was about to um, say, and if the problem is like both characters can fly, you could potentially give them different powers that they have that are outside of their flight. They could one could have a certain power, one could like have maybe force fields, like. You could do any One number could have of super quick. digging, so you could yeah. really put them at odds with each other. Oh, that'd yeah, be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have a dirt fight where they're both in the ground fighting each other instead of flying around in the air. Like, they just do, do that. Sometimes time have to pick two airborne heroes against each other. Take this scene from the original Avengers film. Both Thor and Tony can fly. Cap, well, not so. Much. People get annoyed when you say Thor can fly. They're like, no, he holds onto the hammer that flies. You're like, okay.
Uh, All right, well, Tony know. holds on to the suit around him that flies. <laughs> Let's, it's going to be that anal. <laughs> the, hammer, the hammer pulled you off? The hammer pulled yeah. you off? No, it lifts me in. Oh, my God. So much, but you can. And yet, instead of flying around this landscape seemingly devoid of life, chopping through trees and falling through bridges... They do do that, though. They, they, they fly at that one point. They almost entirely like, remain grounded throughout the sequence. They almost entirely remain grounded, but they do fly off at a certain point. I don't yeah, know. like you're showing this while he's essentially flying towards yeah, he's, a person. What's he's about to tackle him, and they fly yeah. together for a bit. I'm sure he's going to show it. I just, I guess he's trying to say, like, you see, this fight is a little stronger because, uh, and, and it's, it's a key detail is there is less flying. I don't know if that's where he's going with it. Let's let's, let's keep listening. The hammer, the strength, the weaponry, the armor. It's all there. They both have the option to leave the ground with all of that and take a position above the action. And yet, but if, okay, so here's the thing. If you fly up, so first off, they're in a forest. There's going to be a lot of line of sight issues with the trees once you get up, right? They're next to each other right now fighting, which is the idea. If one of them flies upward, the other one will probably do that as well. I don't know what advantage this gives to either of them because there's a huge advantage if you can fly and the other person can't. But if you can both fly, then it doesn't really matter if you're fighting in the air or on the ground. In fact, Iron Man probably has a good reason for not flying because he knows at this point, especially, his suit can be damaged by Thor. And if his suit gets damaged and it can't fly anymore, he's going to fall and that's going to cause some issues. So, also, this is like an earlier suit that would have limitations on uh, how often he can fly. I mean, I, I would rather just appeal to the fact that um, he flies when he sees an option to try and use it against Thor. Like, as, as Rags pointed out, it's it's a tool, one of his many. Um. <clears throat> yeah, the flight itself isn't the weapon. Uh, it's a it's something you use for positioning. And if you don't gain any advantage by flying, there's no sense really doing yeah. it, especially because you're probably far more comfortable flighting, uh, or fighting on terra firma than you are up in the air. You probably have a lot more experience. When I said more um, familiar with that. it's always an advantage to have flight, what I mean is literally having it. Not necessarily, it's not always an advantage to use it, but the idea that you can either not have it or have it as a, as a tool in your arsenal, it's like, well, yeah, I'd have it. Like, why, why not? Also, I'm not really sure how, uh, like, if we were to change this fight so that both of them are constantly in the air, I don't see how that really changes the yeah, you stakes. You can still do it. Yeah, it, it doesn't change the stakes of the scene. It doesn't change the uh, ability anything, to engage with the, the conflict. For Iron Man yeah. more than anything else. Yeah, the risk of falling, um, of course. But yeah, I guess again, we'll see where he's going. I don't. Why? Let's go back to the sequence from Shazam. This is the climax of the film. We know that both Shazam and Savannah can fly. And they do. They take to the skies and they end up here. Problem number one with a sequence like this is physics. What makes a superhero fight or really any physics? Physics. So his point, I, I guess I got a little blanked out here. Um, so his point is that Physics, because physics doesn't change, by the way, because you're in the air. Um, it, you, you're still it still applies, and you know as it does. Um, yeah, I guess I'm curious what his point will be. Also, physics is a really weird word now that I've looked at it for a while. That's because that's not physics. <laughs> yeah, that's not the Y should be the Y should be before the S, yeah, and then there should be not. Yeah, why is it? Why is that first S? 
I don't know. It's just a fucking. Uh, how'd you not catch that one in editing? Oh, oh. my goodness. Um, I miss things all the time. I don't blame it. It happens. <laughs> if, if you're if you're gonna have words pop up on screen, please make sure that they are spelled correctly. Physics. This guy, this guy makes a lot of videos. He he was, puts these videos out like crazy. I wouldn't be surprised oh, if he doesn't does he? really. Oh, he, he's putting out videos all the time. Damn. He he grew his channel from. I mean, we started around the same time, and he's got. Like, I don't know how many subscribers he's got. Close to three hundred thousand now, I believe. He puts oh, out I've videos like crazy. Fight in film what provides the impact. The moments where we can tell how what's happening on film must feel. On the ground, we recognize the physics of what's happening almost always. In the air, not so much. We lose. Why though? Like, like it's not as familiar to us. Sure, but that's fine. Like I know when someone gets punched in the air, I'm like, oh, they got punched. They're also in the air. They got punched. Like that means something to me. It kind of feels like the the idea of stakes during a fight. It's like we need to understand like how the characters can get hurt and like what that feels like. It's like I don't think that the ground versus the air is the distinction to draw. It's more so like the power levels and like yeah, how the characters be fought. Yeah. Also, it's going to be about how they portray it. Oh, right. He spelled it right here. Yeah. Character development. Right. <laughs> he did. He didn't notice it before, but this. So that means he didn't copy and paste it as the text thing, because you know, in in um, editing programs, you if you want to put text in, you can just like copy it and put it into a different place mm -hmm. so that it's the same location and everything on the screen. He did it two different times independently of one another, or because he didn't yeah. copy paste it, or else this one would be wrong too. Yeah. Apparently, he did it. He went through the whole process, uh, like again and again. For each time that he did it, which um, that's you know not not a bad thing in this instance because it allowed him to correct a mistake, but uh, it's a weird way to to do the editing. Oh, oh, so is this the is is physics the one word ruining superhero fight scenes? Is this the one? Uh, I'm not sure if that's what he actually says. Well, let me just go through piece by piece. I can't remember if that's what he actually uses the one word, but uh, of course, yeah. The the first problem he's highlighting is. The difference when they're on the ground versus on uh, in flight is that it's hard to tell what the blows are actually doing, which I wouldn't say is the difference between ground and flight. It's the difference between how you're f fucking filming it and how you portray the battle. If someone gets punched and doesn't even notice, whether they're on the ground or in flight, we're, we're like, huh? But if they're on the ground, they get punched and they fall back, or they go, whoa, and in flight, they, they get pushed back and they start bleeding or whatever. So it's like, yeah, there's plenty of ways to portray the power of each hit and what damage is coming in you know yeah it's more yeah it's it's how they react to it the damage on their suit or the damage on their their bodies and how they tire over time and you know, a lot of stuff adds into giving a lot of you know umph to the punches and the blows lose any understanding of momentum or impact almost immediately so as we lose any understanding of momentum and impact i disagree yeah i disagree too i yeah, I have no idea. I mean, speak for yourself. Someone still got punched, right? Yeah, they got punched. They flew well, back. They hit. Then something. I'm still following. Yeah, it's the exact same thing that happens on the ground, just in a slightly different way. We're talking vectors and things, but it's the same thing, really. And in a way, that's going to be unique to the um, to the genre, the superhero movie genre. That's probably you know the thing that people are going to want to go see stuff like some action sequences that you can't get in uh 
I don't know, a James Bond movie. A regular run-of-the-mill action yeah, movie. Standing yeah. of momentum or impact almost immediately. So, as Shazam and Savannah go hurtling through the sky, we don't have any sense of speed, weight, or gravity. And I so, we, more they're so literally falling. It's their yeah. power level that I think is more so the problem. They, they're punching each other and, like, they essentially can't do much damage yes. to each other. Superman punching stick. Superman, whether he's flying or he's on the ground, for us is like, so this fight can't end this way. Something else has got to happen. Yeah, something's got to break this stalemate. This is seeing... um, Winter Soldier and, and Cap fighting Iron Man and his suit in Civil War slowly getting beaten and broken and parts falling off. We can see this fight's going to come to an end. I'm curious if he could all... Is there any reason we can't apply this to just watching anybody falling through the air in a movie? Because we can't feel it? Like, the amount of people in the world who have been in free fall, probably pretty low. So the amount of people who could really relate to that and understand it is very, very low. So whenever you have a character falling in a movie, like does that fall prey to the same ruination that these superhero fights do? Yeah, this is feels like this fails in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I'm not any danger. We're unable to recognize threat. When Savannah throws Shazam okay. a mile away, we know he's going to hit the ground, and yet we're he not didn't surprised hit the right when there. <laughs> <laughs> that is, that's a he, but he has super endurance. Like, well, yeah. they're both super tough. Like, but he, this, but he this might not have an issue with them flying. It's an issue with them being superheroes who are extremely resilient. He says we know he's going to hit the ground. It's like, well, he could have not hit the ground there. He could have recovered in in mid throw and flown. In, yeah, you know? flown. Or like um, what he showed, he didn't hit the ground. He landed on the top of a building. Unless he's referring so. to like the writing process. He's like, we know they have to be on the ground when they're going to be, when significant things will happen or something. Yeah, that's not true at all. No. I was, I was about to say, you could have a superhero fight where all, the only superpowers of the, the two characters is flight. And then they could get hurt when they hit the ground or when they fall. That could and, be an interesting thing. Yeah, and if you yeah. want to argue that that's proving his point, that whenever they perish in flight, they will always end up on the ground. I'd be like, so that's gravity. That's not really yeah, something... Yeah, you have that, an issue with yeah. gravity, <laughs> like... my dude. When Savannah throws Shazam a mile away, we know he's going to hit the ground, and yet we're not surprised when he gets- Fuck, I got an example! It was in my head, and I was like, what is that? And it's a super obscure one, when Silver Surfer grabs the Human Torch and flies him all the way up to space. Oh yeah! Silver Surfer. Oh yeah, Completely yeah. forgot that was a thing. And that that was- do you remember the trailer for that coming out? That was supposed to be big, it was like, Silver Surfer's this alien creature, and uh, the Human Torch goes after him during like a wedding or some shit, but he's um you know he's like oh I'm 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 gonna beat you because because I'm the Human Torch, and by the time he finally catches up to him, he just grabs him by the throat and takes him all the way up to space and then drops him back down or at least high up in the atmosphere. I mean, um, for, like, oh it's it's like it's outside on. the atmosphere for sure. Like you can it's yeah. Point being, um, he almost killed him. You know, you know what I mean? Like the idea that like, oh nah, it's flight. Who cares? It's like what? No. Rise of the Silver Surf. It's up, and he's just fine because, well, we don't really understand the impact. No, it's because of that. he's super fucking strong. Th yeah, yeah, this is a really bad example to use because he's got Superman powers. Yes, yeah, Shazam is basically Superman, but with uh, electricity powers instead of like laser sight. Here's a counter example: when nice Iron Man going. is flying through all of uh, in Avengers, and uh, they have their low moment in the fight where he crashes down after getting hit by loads of things, and they all start getting toward him and close to him. His 
his gear is all scratched up, parts of it are broken and sparking, and there's loads of black marks all over it. Like, we are completely convinced, like, Jesus Christ, he's in trouble. Like, it's, it's, which is why I like Iron Man so much in terms of telegraphing his, like, health bar through his suit versus it's hard, like, I would agree it's hard to understand the impact on someone like Shazam, but it's not because he's in flight. The issue comes more with the fact that Shazam's invulnerable. Yeah. Um, and, like, has a bevy of powers that make him super OP. Fall. This applies to their powers as well. As they hover above the ground, we can visualize their ability to fly. We're seeing it. So as they shoot magic in each other's direction, we know they'll either move out of the way because nothing's stopping them, or it will hit them and they'll be knocked backward into, well, nothing? Or maybe into the This is the same what? thing that happens if they were on the ground. It just takes yeah. them longer to hit the ground. I, I, I guess he, movies, he kind of introduced like this as he kind of introduced this as a power problem as well as a flight problem just then, and then he he said this after it. So I think the, he's closer to the point now. It's got nothing to do with flight. It's in, exclusively to do with powers. If they had set up that uh, Savannah has a, a death laser that if it hits Shazam will absolutely kill him, but nothing else will, then this scene would have tension. Because we'd be like, oh fuck, there's a laser. Oof, he dodged it. Okay, we're good. And then he starts powering up again. We're like, ooh, because we know that that's the only thing that can kill him sort of thing. But if it's set up as it's just a laser that hits him and it just annoys him, we'd be like, well, yeah, of course, now we're just waiting for how they're going to resolve this conflict because we don't really have the understanding for how they can do it yet. That just said Black Panther versus Killmonger is an example. Oh my god! Of yeah, that's that's what he's talking about, with, but without flight. They're 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 fighting and they're both both basically invulnerable. And when they hit each other, just like okay, like and again, we're waiting for the film to tell us how this fight can end, and then their suits start to do the weird blotchy thing. We're like, oh, okay, that's how it can be done. Yeah. Nothing to do with flight. He stabs him in the heart, and he lives for like ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. ground which loops us back to the first problem so how much of a threat is this or even a punch it depends on the strength of the Better punch and the resilience of the punchy it has nothing to do with flight yeah flight doesn't have anything to do with it if anything flight could raise the stakes because if you get knocked out in the air then you're gonna fall and you're gonna hit the ground with impact and that'll weaken you Sequence like this from Man of Steel as Zod and Superman go crashing through buildings fleeing each other through walls we begin to realize something. None of this really matters. We don't feel the impact again of these moments because, well, they don't. Um, they definitely do. They definitely do. I th they, yeah. they're, they're hurting each other. The they're, idea they're that they strong. don't die from it is one thing, but they're, they're literally like, bah, bah, oh. <laughs> like, like I, I'm seeing this bit from Man of Steel. It's like, yeah, he's, um, he's throwing Superman through several buildings and the buildings are getting destroyed by this that's also definitely... an aspect you could talk about like the uh, i think rags brought it up when we were first asked the question by the video it's like yeah the the collateral damage will be another way that we understand the fight has stakes yeah, like, yeah i haven't first... seen this fight so watching superman plow through all those buildings and the explosions and the lights going out and I'm like man a lot of people are dying <laughs> like that's yeah. not good that's yeah actually do the city I, I think they actually do that in Superman 2. There's like debris falling down and Superman needs to go and like get the debris so that it doesn't crush people on the ground. That's that's something that those movies do as well. I mean, like in, after watching The Boys, especially the you know first five minutes of the show, you can definitely see, yeah, um, what happens to protagonist's girlfriend in that uh, first five minutes? 
Superman just did that to a lot of people here. <laughs> well, someone in chat has pointed out, uh, very accurate, the stakes feel like they're there. There. That's the killer argument. Something that someone has said, EFAP, <laughs> stakes feel like they're there. Wait, where? Wait, when was this? Oh, Dude, it's forget. so hard to keep track um, of all I'm the people so saying. I, oh, fuck, which video was that? Chat, help us out. Like the stakes yeah, help feel us like out, they're chat. there. Wait, is it, was it a Cinema Wins on Rise of Skywalker? I don't think oh, so. I feel like, was it, it? I feel like it was a Cinema Wins video, but the stakes, stakes feel, like feel like they're, they're there. there. Someone, someone said the Captain Phasma one. Oh, oh. yeah, I think. Oh, was that, that, is that was that Point Man? That was Point yeah. Man. That was Point Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was the Point Man. Oh, thank you, chat. Oh man, you did it, I chat. almost forgot about that fucking gym. The stakes feel like they're there. <laughs> and what happens then is all too often when flying heroes are filmed flying and fighting, they become a danger to their world, not to each other. After Superman, you could make, when you make a very interesting fight out of that. It doesn't I was say, does that not generate spot. stakes? In fact, I would say this is the solution to generating stakes with invincible creatures. Yeah. Um, how do the people uh, the deal with it? Batman v Superman is a bad movie, but it at least tried to address the aftermath of a fight like this. Yeah. Uh, it motivates the entire... Uh, it gives Batman's entire motivation against uh, Superman in that movie. So... I don't... I'm not following this logic. No, it, like I said, it feels as though you just want to reach into the video and be like, your problem is with the, 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 the individuals Power being level. so powerful. It's got nothing to do with flight, my dude. Way through enough walls, I quickly realized that Zod throwing him into one more might not mean too much to him or me. We don't recognize their movement, and because the film doesn't ground any of it, because the things we do recognize, like... That's a, that's a lot of movie to not get clipped by copyright, I feel like. I, I feel in danger. Yeah. The screen's probably helping out. That's why he's got that. Concrete seem to be nothing but plastic hurdles for their flight. It becomes easy not to respect. But you can make the same argument on the ground. They could just be piling. They could like fucking juggernauting through buildings. You could make the yeah. same argument. They punch each other and then they fly through the bottom floor of a building instead of the yeah. 62nd floor. Like, okay. Also, this is, I think that's kind of in the Incredible Hulk. Like, they, they can't fly, but they fight similarly to this where they're just smashing a bunch of stuff and they're both very powerful. So, yeah. Also, this is ignoring the idea that if uh, at least one of the characters cares about not hurting innocent people that there's definitely stakes in that just because he can't get personally hurt doesn't mean that uh superman wouldn't care about the well-being of others or at least he's not he's he's supposed to care about the well-being of others christopher Reeves anything that's about the but there's other problems with fights like these as well one <gasps> being the very thing we open with. i can fly <gasps> Part of what I think makes Shazam such a great film is that it does a phenomenal job of solving DC's misanthropic obsession with this. By the way, that is much. <laughs> I have to just point out that little dent that he made in that uh, office building window there. That is a lot less damage than when Superman got thrown through the buildings. Just yeah, saying. I think that's on purpose. That. Yeah, I think, I think, I think that's why they did it. They want to avoid Dude. having to answer the question of did he kill anyone? Dude, I, I I want to find out who makes that like those windows there. I need to get that glass <laughs> from my yeah. house. 
How do you feel about the Shazam character? Well, They're like, we love him, he's great for business! Correct me if I'm wrong, but it looks like those aren't windows. The ones above them, there seems to be a stack of them, but those ones seem to be... Either yeah, like they're just like, uh, coverings be, for yeah. the wall. They're not. They're faux windows. Hmm. Uh, it's hard to tell, honestly. Look, yeah, because there's a clear oh, difference between the ones above. The and oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I am, I'm so sorry. Okay, fine. But it's not the it's not the windows. It's the people that that make the the concrete that goes yes. on the buildings. That's well, right, it's glad, not to cover it we... in a in a glassy substance. It, it's still probably glass and. It could be, um, but the yeah, way you smashed into it does actually make it look like it's concrete rather than glass. Yeah, the glass just bulging in like that, stopping mm. them. Like mm -hmm. it's uh, that rubberized glass like they, they use on cars and stuff, that shatterproof stuff. Philadelphia must have been like, all right, so you see what happened in uh, Metropolis? We need to tear down all of our buildings and we need to rebuild them to be superhero proof. Yeah. Thing we open. <laughs> I can fly! Part of what I think mm -hmm. makes Shazam such a great film is that it does a phenomenal job of solving DC's misanthropic obsession with disassociating its worlds from anything remotely fun. Shazam isn't just fun, it's juice. I've heard that, that argument so many times that Shazam is good because Someone it's fun. Someone explain that argument to me? What does that mean? So like, like DC's too dour, so Shazam coming in was perfect because it's so much fun. Not just it's say that. It's like that, that's why people like these movies. Is they're like happy. They're like, yay! It's all fun. But it's like the stories still suck. They're just yeah. There's a lot of people who don't want to feel like shit when they watch a movie. <laughs> I get that. I'm gonna but... take a controversial position here that I have. I, well, I would definitely uh, watch Shazam over a lot of the really terrible movies that we've seen in the last year. Toy Story Four sure. being one of them. Yeah, <sighs> I haven't. I haven't seen that one. We're not a fan. <laughs> Oh, oh, God. So, I would be surprised if Jazz at this point was like, so what do you guys but, like? <laughs> yeah, see, I mean, like, seriously, I'm starting to wonder, like what Anthony do you Hopkins. guys like? We like The Last of Us? We like Anthony Hopkins? Yes, Anthony Hopkins. You guys would like Ghost of Tsushima. Play it. I, yeah, I've heard good things. I've heard only good things about that game. I had to. I did a review of Ghost of Tsushima just so I could regain back some credibility after my Last of Us <laughs> video. It's the honest truth. I was like, wow, these guys hate me. To review something that I that I know everyone likes and yeah, Ghost Tsushima. I've heard it's very good. Mm. I haven't played it myself. It's uh, the best combat. It's the best combat you've ever experienced in like a. It, it's going to pave the way for PS5 games. Well then, disassociating its worlds from anything remotely fun. Shazam isn't just fun, it's jubilant, and its director, David Sandberg, in his short career has been brilliant. He's also a big advocate for the problem-solving of film. So let's pose another question. What is the only possible navigational outcome of this fight? The ground. Navigational? Like you yeah, have Because more of gravity. That's not you... fair. The idea that we'll always end up on the ground, it's like, yeah, but you could still die in the air. Well, Everyone ends up in the ground, they're gonna die. Like, I don't... Well, but, like, you have more options in the air because you could go down at all these different angles that you can't do on the ground. I think he's arguing that, like, we know that they have to be on the ground before anything significant happens. And it's just like, that's not true. And the problem he has is because Shazam is super powerful. See, an inherent problem with the Someone flying has, fight uh, sequence? pointed out in chat that Syndrome dies in the air. Shit. Yeah. True. Spoiler. Sorry. But it has to do with his cape, not the fact that he's in the air. Well, if he wasn't well, in who the cares? air, he's he in wouldn't the air. have been sucked into the turbine <laughs> of a flying plane in the air. So it True. is... It is 
flight is a big. All we need to do is establish that people have died in the air, and that's we're, we're good. <laughs> or rather, I, I, all we have to do is establish suppose... it's possible. Well, would he have been sucked into the plane though if uh, he didn't have his cape? Yes, it's I mean, it's very possible. Like, I mean, why, why, wait, but why does that matter? Pulling. Why does that matter? Well, I thought that the the movie made it clear that it was the cape that. Why does that matter? He's flying. What the fuck? I don't know. <laughs> Fucking killing people. Like, you can watch videos of people getting sucked into jet turbines who don't have capes on. No, I'm look. I'm pretty sure he did get sucked in because of the cape. I, I don't. I, I know. I don't, I'm, I don't I'm, care. I'm, I'm going with the idea that the cape is not fully to blame. It's his proximity to the turbine. In yes, it is a selection I mean, of things, including flight. Yes. Sure. Okay. I, I, I mean, it, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doubting. It's just like the the cape is pretty important too. It's not 100 percent of the. There you go. Iron giant dies in the air. That's Oilers. true. He he doesn't die in the air. He dies in in no atmosphere. He doesn't die in the air. Damn it! Ruined. Ruined. I gotcha. See, an inherent problem with the flying fight sequence is we always, and I do mean always, know exactly how it will end. Tell me exactly they how it always ends. At some I, point. I need, yeah, I need him to say exactly how it always ends. Tell me. With someone or both of them coming crashing to the ground, maybe. <laughs> um, so gravity is your issue here. Yeah, it's not flight anymore. So, so. I need him to tell me. Do you think it's possible to die in the air, or do you think that movies will never let their characters die in the air? They always have to land first. Do you remember Rhodey gets also, um, slapped with, with Vision's blast and he gets knocked out before he even hits the ground? Yeah, he goes, yeah, he free falls. He's out of it. I think that that's like a. called. Just him spinning around so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that. I'm not like shit. being using specific terms. I'm just saying he's. Uh, he like faints or whatever. Mm -hmm. Other, but no for. hurdle can change that unavoidable fate. And so all too often, this yeah, in action... So Superman the... can break Zod's neck in the air just as he can on the ground. No, because when he dies, he'll eventually go to the ground. And if he's oh, hurled fuck, into okay. space, eventually he'll, get, he'll get, eventually he'll get sucked into the gravitational pull of some other celestial body eventually. So you're saying end up on that ground. the solution is we have like a hover pad that, that expels air in a very fast and, and large way so that when someone dies, they land on the pad and they float so they don't actually land on the ground when they die. No, then then again, though, as soon as they die, they just start floating up. We unfortunately, that hover pad would have to be sustained for infinity, and I don't know if we can do that. Eventually, that body will hit the ground. Sequence ends up being fluff to pad the fight out, or worse what? yet, and almost always predictable. Look at Josh Trank's Chronicle. It spends minutes with its hero and anti-hero in the air, hurtling through a city. And they use dialogue to, to provide more stakes, because that's the yeah. He's suggesting now that it's filler or padding? Couldn't I argue that ground fights are padding until the final blow? Yeah, it's all just filler Pretty until much. we get the final punch. ...of them throwing each other out of the sky over and over, tossing things into each other, into buildings, flying through concrete, and... Yeah, this is called a fight scene. I don't understand. Yeah, like a superhero movie. Aren't these like people if they get like shot or something they'll die? Yep. 
Okay, like well, that's, a, that's some pretty high stakes. If they get hit well, by a car, it's you, they're very possibly dead. You have two humans who can fly and use telekinesis, throwing cars at each other. We're like, oh, fuck, if he doesn't do something about that car coming at him, he's probably dead. Yeah. ...out of the sky, over and over, tossing things into each other, into buildings, flying through concrete, and none of it really feels like it matters to anyone. Okay, I remember this that from fucking Jay's like stream. On the moment he says none of it seems like it matters, he shows someone getting fucking fried in the back by hitting the fucking lamppost. Yeah, I falling. feel like that hurt. That would and, be a uh, big deal. Especially he, because these characters aren't uh, invulnerable the way that Shazam is. There's still people yeah. that are perfectly easy to kill. They just have telekinetic powers. Um, and this, I, I believe that that's the bit where... Uh, are they grounded for the rest of the, the fight in this? I can't right remember here. if that's because uh, James Moore just said the guy in Chronicle dies in the air. Um, I can't remember. No, no, Skewer, he's right? he is uh, on the ground. He is like blowing a ton of shit up with his uh, telekinesis, and uh, the hero character um, uses a spear from a nearby uh, statue and telekinetically moves it through the villain. Right. Well, either way, I just want to point out that this is EFAP bingo for sure when they show a clip that, like, stands completely in opposition to the thing they just said. <laughs> um, like, we sure can't tell like when a... people are getting hurt in flight, thrown into lampposts, seems to burn and spark into his back, and then he, like, ragdolls onto the car that's below him. It's like... That's twice this movie, or this video, in fact, that they, he's shown something contradictory to what he said. Mm. Um, it's, also, yeah, like, as... This, the... James has just highlighted as well, he said, I thought he was floating, regardless whether that's true. Do we solve all of these problems, like, we counter his entire argument if we take all ground battles that have ever happened and lift them all an a centimeter off the ground? Like, does they're, well, they're gonna have to fall that one centimeter to the ground. So <laughs> they're gonna have to fall through. Yeah, again, like, this one little moment, it's, it's very, um, it, it really leaves an impact on you, like, ooh, that looks like it really hurts. Like, like, especially like a lot more than um, yeah. most of the rest of the fight. So this it's just a really, really bad clip to use. Also, he really likes putting stuff on the screen. I, I, I know we yeah. point this out with every fucking person who does this, but still, this is a lot. Yeah. But the civilians watching on the ground, which is why the movie ends up having to ground them for them to take any real meaningful damage. What do you mean? He's on the fucking floor! He's, you're showing a man who's lying, potentially dead, incapacitated on the ground after a, 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 a what do you, the visuals do not match your words. He you literally edit just these. got, he literally just got sent into a lamppost and electrocuted and fried. <laughs> and then he fell onto a car and then onto the, the asphalt. Um, like, what does real meaningful damage mean to this man? Apparently, so in Spider-Man Three, when um when Harry is first fighting Peter, um and Peter tripwires him and causes him to hit his head like seventeen times, the reason why he was taking any re real meaningful damage is at that point he was no longer flying; he was just falling. <laughs> like, we have to get him on the ground to disable him. <laughs> oh my god, this is fucking classic, dude. So. Someone mentioned that um, the director's actually commented on this video, and I just checked it out, and he said, Can't say I disagree. What I've also learned is that fights in the air are almost, uh, also the most boring things to shoot. Definitely something I'm keeping in mind for the sequel. So it's like, what? Oh, the director the... for Shazam? Yeah, this, this I, is the thing. I'm, I'm blown away by the no. idea. He's a YouTuber. This fucking 
This fucking video's got nearly a million views and a really strong ratio, and it makes no sense it's at all. So shit. <laughs> it makes no sense at all. People will upvote the dumbest crap in the world. I saw um, words but, on the dude, screen. I just want to highlight. Meaningful. The second top comment is. Thor can't fly. He throws his hammer and he's dragged with it. <laughs> so he can't. Oh. So, so he never changes directions in the air or anything like that. No, he, he just go wherever the hammer sure. goes. He goes. It's a, it's just follow the hammer or let go. All right, that's great. Man, people love this video. I'm I'm surprised. I didn't realize this video is fucking retarded. I I have so much hope for uh, Shazam too, guys. It's gonna be mm -hmm. great. There's some but, idiot YouTuber said you can't be stakes in the air. And then, and the director of Shazam actually believes it. I, I can't believe this. Yeah. Here's the thing: that that video from David from David, what the fuck, David Sandberg, <laughs> um, about the the uh, problem solving of filmmaking, I thought was pretty good, and um, it gave me this idea that he's uh, he's pretty um, like in tune with uh, like what people are are talking about on the internet, and he's he's pretty savvy. And hearing that he's taking advice from this guy, uh, I guess that's, that's it's not really taking advice. These... He already agreed with it. He already felt this it's, way too. That's because some of these super popular video essay YouTubers are fucking morons, and people just eat it up when the stuff they say doesn't make any sense. Hey, Mahler, people are saying some people are saying that he that he was being uh, sarcastic. Would you like I to reread that so. comment in a sarcastic tone? Sure, maybe yeah. that's the case. I will. I will do my best. Sartism. Uh, I sure hope so. Can't say I disagree. What I've also learned is that fights in the air is almost the most boring thing to shoot. Definitely something I'm keeping in mind for the sequel. <laughs> I don't know. If that sounds uh, like no. That first. The first two. Sounds, they're not sarcastic. No, I, don't, I can't even. It's, it's hard to make them sarcastic. It. The like, la oh, yeah. The last sentence. Only one. Yeah, can't say I disagree. What I've also learned is that oh, yeah. fights in the air are almost the most boring things to shoot, and it's just like, yeah, that doesn't sound... Yeah, fights in the air, the most boring things to shoot. Mm. Mm. Having to ground them for them to take any real meaningful damage, That's instead of just so human habitat. <laughs> Please stop showing these clips, they really don't help your point. <laughs> we know this is how it ends, it has to. So everything before it can sometimes feel boring. And why then? Why doesn't it just end with the ending? If if everything Again. before rough, you could you could make that same argument about ground fights and air fights. It's all yeah, well, just I, about the final blow. Just takes. Uh, well, I guess loads of films apply to this, but let me mainly aim it at Civil War. It'd be like everything that happens in the fight in the end of Civil War is kind of pointless up until Cap is about to bring the shield down on on Iron Man's head or chest because that's the only time that he might actually die. Up until that point, everyone is mainly just throwing punches and blasts at each other, and it doesn't really mean anything. It's kind of boring. So we don't want to see the uh, progression of events that no. leads to Cap uh, damaging Tony's armor to the point he's like, where he's capable of doing that? It feels weird to be in this position, but he's like arguing against one of the most fundamentally enjoyed aspects of action films from the, the audience, the fucking fight. Just skip to the final blow. Everything else is pointless. Just filler. It's weird. Another incredible movie, but so much of this moment isn't. That doesn't mean that this can't work, however. 
Shazam, for example, solves its own problem earlier in the film. There's this small sequence where both Shazam and Savannah fly around and through walls and stores, but it's intense. You feel every what? second. Uh... But I can't fly. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't care. If, as soon as he's in flight, I'm bored. Yeah, it's just filler. When he tries to fly, I'm just like, why are you wasting time? Just stay on the ground. He doesn't have any qualifier for that. He just said, well, it, well, I, it, well it let's see if he does. Let's see if he does. It. Because Shazam, Billy Batson, is trying to escape Savannah. It's a chase. Fight flying They're... with a purpose? How is that a fight if he's running away? Uh, has this guy ever heard of, uh, wait, fight, fight flying? As fight in... flying with purpose. Oh, so he, I, was... I think he's talking about, like, when they're actually fighting while flying. That has no purpose to fight and fly? Okay, wait, let's... It depends on the words. <laughs> so, <laughs> the two, yeah, the, he's almost posited here that uh, to fight, simply fight while flying isn't enough purpose. You need to fight, fly, while also having purpose. Like, th that's a separate ingredient. I think that's very strange. Wouldn't the purpose of in the in the the problem is he's using the example of Shazam, which again we got Superman powers. So if you like Superman versus Superman and they're fighting, what's the purpose of this fight? It's like I imagine to defeat each other. It's like, but they can't. Like, okay, so then we're all waiting for the the the, the story to tell us how uh, the fight is even capable of ending. That's not a flight problem though. Flying with purpose. Not to kill time. We don't know how it will end because Billy can't yet get away. His flight, so we also he ends up on the ground at the end of this fight. Oh. Also, feel its out. weight yeah. as well. Or this scene from Ragnarok. Here, Hela, Loki, and Thor are mid-flight through the Rainbow Portal to Asgard. Mm. Two of them not normally being flyers. And then this happens. Suddenly, this mid-air fight has purpose. What do you mean? She was a threat to them before this happened. Um, uh, yeah. She's really flying. This is a fight with stakes. It was already a- she blows up uh, Mjolnir. She fucking yeah. obliterates it. Like, that's, that's a big really fucking deal. She's strong enough to destroy Mjolnir. Like, the, she like, kills- The whole point is Loki yeah. runs away. Like, he's scared of her. Yeah, that's why he says, bring us back. It's like- Yeah, it's a mistake. Um... In. At least that's, Thor is like, Loki, no! But, and, and the fact that they are flying now, which means we're bored, only she can still kill them, so it's with stakes. I, I, I'm just like, no, that's got nothing to do with flight! I, I, I'm sorry, from the, beginning, from the beginning of this fight, so yeah, Loki calls Heimdall to, uh, to, or, um... It's, it's Carl yeah, Urban, isn't it? Yeah, Carl Urban, to bring them back to, to Asgard. So the whole, when this, when this sequence is starting, we know that, okay... Hela is now being brought to Asgard. That wouldn't have happened if Loki hadn't called for um, Carl Urban. I, I keep forgetting that guy's name. Um, to send them, send them through the bike scourge. Yeah, scourge. Sorry. Um, to send them back through the Bifrost. And so it's like, oh shit, Hela is about to make it back to Asgard because of this. It, it, like this, this fight already has stakes from the very beginning. This like, is clearly not flight because Thor can't fly. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't count. <laughs> this is a weird way to qualify all this, honestly. Stakes. We don't know how it will end. We know that Hela has to get there without Loki and Thor, and better yet, we know now Thor is in real danger. He can't fly his way out of this. The moment feels real. They're not flying in this scene. <laughs> 
Yeah, the moment feels real. Oh, feels real. I mean, yeah, it feels really real that they're going through the fucking Bifrost between dimensional worlds. I mean, it's functionally <laughs> the same thing as fighting while flying, right? Like, it's, it's, so... it's not technically fly, well, like fighting while flying, but... He doesn't have any standard. He doesn't have any rules. He just picks and chooses examples willy-nilly with absolutely no credentials to anything. Yeah, he like... said, like, the Shazam one works because he's trying to run away, and the Thor one works because they're trying... that They can't fly themselves. They have to be in the Bifrost to fly. I, I don't really... I'm lost on all of these. I think he's praising Shazam and Chronicle, but he's... He seems to be criticizing them a lot too, even though he thinks they're good movies. So I have no idea what he's going for here. Problem solving, as David Sandberg puts it, is the entire conceit of filmmaking. Every scene will have some sort of problem that you as a director or writer have to solve. But as superhero movies begin to take over, it's starting to feel like some of them are less interested in solving their problems and more interested in flying away from, from it's just what well, it's one of the free audio tracks yeah. you can download from Joaquin Carood or whoever, and then you slap it in your video and. What a cheap ass. And so he, said, he said, like, films are less interested in solving problems and more interested in flying away with them. Like, what are you talking about? What are you, <laughs> what are you referencing right now? Yeah. Director or writer Isn't uh, Shazam literally flying away from a problem in the scene that he's praising? That's what I mean. It doesn't really... The script is having trouble there. But as superhero movies begin to take over, it's starting to feel like some of them are less interested in solving their problems and more interested in flying away from them. Less concerned with solving their that way. sounded so it doesn't, cool. It doesn't even oh, make sense. This music. It doesn't even make sense because he's already established that whether or not they do fly, the fight will eventually end on the ground. Look, my point being that flying away from your problems isn't exactly what they're doing. They're delaying the overall payoff. That should be his perspective, not running away from it. That's every single fight scene, though. Well, that's what I mean. It applies to the ground, too. I don't see how all of this doesn't apply to the ground. It has nothing to do with flight way out of those challenges and more concerned with giving us and them something that's easy to digest. As human beings, we solve the inconsistencies we come across in life through what we know. So here's what I know. Seems, I can't fly. If someone was trying to kill me, I would- uh, I can by the fly. Way, I can't fly. It wants to hurt. I'd want- is this supposed to be an apostrophe? Was it to hurt? and put them in a bubble before I punch them, and getting hit sucks. Oh, these are three rules. Oh. I, I can't fly, I'd want I, it to hurt, getting hit sucks. Okay? But getting hit sucks in the air hurts... too? Yeah, yeah, I mean, getting, getting hit sucks as a ruling is broken by Superman's fighting on the ground, too. They, they punch each other and they're like, ha, didn't really feel that. That's not a flight thing. Boo. This is dumb. Trying to kill me, I wouldn't put them in a bubble before I punch them, and getting hit sucks. And I know that if I could fly, that second and third point would still stand. Then what? Do with that what you will. Right? Do with that what we want. That invalidates your video. Give that what you will. This invalidates your whole video. What do we do with that what we will? Sam is damn near invulnerable. That's why he doesn't hurt. You didn't realize that. If I was to redraft this video, it would be focused on. Invincible uh, heroes are annoying because it's hard to tell when they phase from winning to losing. The transition's difficult unless you have something like Kryptonite or whatever. And the, I don't like it when that happens. Because even I would be like, yeah, but that doesn't always happen. And most movies will uh, show you how the Invincible character is losing in one way or another. That's like the whole fucking point of stakes. Most people know about this. The yeah. 
it's like both in man of steel and uh um shazam they're they're invulnerable sorry invulnerable fuck i can't talk tonight um in chronicle they're not invulnerable and they're very susceptible to damage mm. um that the best that they can do to prevent themselves from getting damaged more than uh than otherwise is they they can form like a protective uh, force field around their bodies um which is why when um i forgot the uh the one dude's name that was like the hero part of of the um chronicle fight i don't know if there was like uh andrew was the was the villain um and steve was michael b jordan's character no steve was michael b jordan um well anyways there's yeah. your and the B there, so I know you're not talking about Michael Jordan, the famous basketball and MLB player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, well, I just remember that uh, that's why he doesn't uh, get killed by that bus. Um, he like is actually able to form a protective uh, kind of like force field around himself. But otherwise, like they're you know they're just as easy to kill as anyone else um, regarding like getting hit with a, a gun or uh, being sent into a lamppost. Uh, stabbed with a with a, a spear from a statue but to say a lot of the arguments that he's been using as examples come from movies where the characters can fly and they're also pretty much invulnerable it's like if you had a movie where characters just could fly and they were hurting each other by like throwing each other into the ground or the walls and it really hurt them and they were like bleeding all over that would be a different story and it's like that that that's a different argument from what he's arguing against because he's essentially arguing against invincibility Ah, uh, Matt was the third guy. Ow. Too loud. Is that yeah, it? I don't, that's quick balancing. Is there maybe an ad or something? What a long outro. Well, guys, that is it for this episode of Nerdstalgic. Oh. If you enjoyed this video, press that like button down it's below. So if you haven't done so, also hit subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe. This has a million views? <laughs> Dude, I'm trying way too hard on my videos. <laughs> I know, right? Like, I really am. Some there's a huge group of people out there who will just watch crap and upvote it, and they'll just eat it up. They'll just gobble. How do this I shit find up. those people? Where, where, I don't know. Where are they? I don't what know. Do I have to make. Oh, I don't know. That's the thing. It's just that's YouTube. He's like the most stupid crap can just appeal to the, a yeah, huge amount. Someone of people. just said in the chat, seven hundred subs. Yeah, like I said, this guy started right around the same time as me because I was like neck and neck at it with him for a little bit, and then he just exploded, and I was like, "All right, fuck me, man." Just wow. Just, a, just you, a, like if you look at his channel, though, the, he puts out a video like almost every other goddamn day. Well, he doesn't put any effort into him, so I could believe it. <laughs> What all he does is he's got the he pauses, which he does a mouse click, so that's the sound effect. Then he kind of has like a rewind kind of, you know. Thing that's the um. It. They should put that into like a content package at this point for video essay startups. Those sound effects because they all oh, use he's, them. He's got it. Yeah, I. Yeah, um, there. I think a lot of video essayists on YouTube have learned to capitalize on the, on the the, the non-critical normie demographic that's massive, and they just want to hear things, and they're not going to apply any level of skepticism or critical thought to any video, and they're not going to give it the 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 tiniest of second glances or analyze uh, or analyze it in any way, because. It's like what would always happen is that if we brought these people on and really challenged them on their points, 
Like they wouldn't, he wouldn't be able to sub uh, substantiate this video in any way. The, I honestly think the best he would be able to maintain is, I don't know. I just noticed in a lot of movies, the fight portions of fights are usually pretty boring. Like they usually hit and go really far back, and then hit back and go really far back, and it's once they land, the more interesting stuff tends to happen. And I'd be like, yeah, maybe. So that's you know, that could just be that's just down to the filmmakers at that point. That's uh, correlation, not causation. Yeah, because the, 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 there is, <laughs> you can't argue that flight fights have no stakes and are boring. You can't, if you're going to maintain the ground ones always do. Yeah, being in the air, I feel like adds a lot of stakes. Uh, the problem is that when you have invulnerable characters, that's where the problem comes in. Also, the little notification bell next to the subscribe button that just makes sure you're notified every time I upload. Helps me out. Make sure you don't miss anything. anything. Two things really quickly. One, I'm actually a big fan I of. I think Shazam. I got so his. Have... I think I might have his notifications on just so I can see what I need to do. The Film Panic podcast. But he says he's actually a big fan of Shazam, but all you did was praise it. Except well, for the thought. Well, you sent me. You mostly. It's weird. You said it's a great me. film, like twice. Yeah. Except, and then you got the whole flying thing wrong, but, you know. I can't find the Film Panic podcast. Is it not on YouTube? Is it like a... I think it's something else. Oh, okay. Patreon. Go to the Google machine. The Film Panic podcast. It's on Spotify. Aha. Uh -huh. How many episodes have they done? What do they cover? How long are they? And now I it's being censored, seeing... censored by Spotify as well. Seven I episodes. Talk about anything controversial. Episode one. Is Christopher Nolan overrated? <gasps> yes. Yes, he um, is. 66 yes. minutes. Holy shit. Wow, that's splurge. That, well, that's longer than he took to make this video. <laughs> Guys, episode two is, is called Who is the Best Directing Working Today? <laughs> Who is the Best Directing <laughs> Working the, Today? Yeah, it would love the, to see that. Here's the link. Uh, episode three. Recast the Avengers. Um, episode four, the NSYNC movie or Josephine Baker. Episode five, which video game should get a movie? Episode six, most underrated Marvel movie. And episode seven, worst Disney movie. All right. It's that most underrated Marvel movie. What is it? Underrated Marvel movie? I'd say Civil War is the most underrated. I mean, as much as it has a lot of people who love it, shit tons of people think it's terrible, so yeah. I'd be inclined to explore that one, yeah. I liked Iron Man too. You do it do you mean Iron Man the second one or also Iron Man? I liked Iron Man the second the sequel. I enjoyed it. Okay. <laughs> as long as it's not Iron Man three, okay. Uh, yeah, that that was kinda weak. Yeah, I liked I liked Iron Man two, I thought it was good. Uh, someone said, yeah, is someone else said Spider-Man. Yeah, I'd agree that Homecoming is probably what I would say is my number two for underrated Spider-Man movies or underrated Marvel movies. Homecoming was fantastic. Um, but some people just don't like it for the dumbest reasons. You were the oh, Nicky Dave. Dave. Um, not a good Spider-Man movie. It's a good movie, just not a good Spider-Man movie. It's like, oh. Spider-Man movie, because it doesn't match up with my version of Spider-Man that I have in my head from that one particular comic that I've decided is the comic it needs to copy. Oh, God. Would, um, what would they think about Into the Spider-Verse, where it's not even about Peter Parker? Well, you're implying that they have some, like, actual standard to judge things. Um, but I don't know what they'd say about that one. 
Also, you definitely check. Salute, I'll be right and two, the Patreon is live. If you haven't yet seen my video on what's been going on with this channel, please check that out. That's, I think, two videos before this one. It'll explain a lot, especially why the Patreon's happening, what's there, what you're getting. You can find the link to the Patreon down in the description as well. And really quickly, a big thank you to Manscaped who sponsored this. He, okay, we're probably done. <laughs> Just making sure. <laughs> now he's plugging Dollar Shave Club. It's like, oh, okay, all right. Wow. Yeah, Patreon. Wow. All right. There we have it. Uh, I. It's just. It. It is kind of baffling. It's like it's. It seems so clear the actual issue you have, but you seem to think it's this other thing. Someone said Chad is in chat. Hello, if you're there, sir. How do? How do? Um. Yeah, I think that that's that's about that's about it for our coverage tonight. I know it's a little shorter than usual, but we did start a little later. Um, and Rags and I are gonna have to catch up on. The few that we missed from last time, uh, the, the the super chats and stuff. So, of course, Evan Southpaw, Mister Mister Internet Janitor, you're all welcome to uh, leave or stay. Not that you were trapped here pre previously, but um, we're moving from discussion and video coverage to uh, answering super chats. So it's it's completely up to you guys. Oh uh, yeah, I'll probably head out and uh, take my dog for a walk real quick. He's been looking at me for a while. You mind if I plug my new video real quick? Go for it. All right, I just came out with a new video. It's called How to Piss Off a Star Wars Fan, Eyes of Skywalker Edition. So mm. check it out. It's all things trying to purposely piss off Star Wars fans. What, so. um, what, kind, of, what kind of analysis can they expect? What kind of stuff do you go into? Uh, not too much analysis. I basically just try to uh, purposely say things. Like uh, one of my points is that Rose Tico deserved at least 34 minutes of screen time in the movie. Okay. Like I said, it's called How to Piss Off oh, a Star right. Wars fan. <laughs> it's most it's all sarcastic, so check it out if you feel like a in a laugh or And uh, what do you like a, do typically on the channel? Like what's the channel's whole thing? Uh I don't know. I kinda just made the channel just because I, I felt like I had a different viewpoint than most other people. Sometimes it's sarcastic, sometimes it's uh, truthful, sometimes it's a mix of both. Uh, stop by and figure it out for yourself and we'll see if you like it. Well, all right. Yeah, links in the description and in the chat. Um, thank you so much for coming on. Hell yeah. Thanks for chat with us. And, and thanks for having me on, Mal. I appreciate it. No problemo. It's been fun. And uh, I suppose we'll, we'll, we'll catch you around. Oh, yeah. Catch you guys later. Yeah, Oops. nice hanging out with you, dude. And now... Oh, wait. Is he gone? Is he still what? here? Huh? I just got back. Mr. Janitor, the, are you still here? From the, yeah. Um, janitor, if you're Hello? if you're leaving, there's a there's a red button. I always see. I always Click. feel awkward at this point because I'm like, wait, should I remove them in case they don't know how to do it? Are you? Oh, there you go. Oh, there he goes. gone. Okay, <laughs> done and done. Very nice goodbye. And then you Stop. waited for a while. Um, always leave them wanting more. Yeah, do you guys want to hang out, or do you want to escape the void that is internet essay video coverage world podcast? I am absolutely happy hanging out. Sweet. Hang out. I can hang a Rooney. All right, then. Um, what, uh, what is up? What, what's the haps? Well, no, we're going to be moving into Super Ch Ch Chongus now. We're, uh, oh, it, it's a four-and-a-half-hour podcast of, of coverage stuff. I know that's outrageous. I'm so sorry. Short man bad. Uh, we get short Stop. man bad on the twelve hour vods. So. <laughs> There's nothing to be done. Hours. How dare you? 
Are you going to keep up with the trend of going for at least a few minutes uh, or hours longer for each anniversary stream? Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> I will... I would rather just try and reach the 30 cap, but I would caution people. It's like, you don't even want it to be that way. Because yeah. Rags and I are not as efficient when we're at that point of sleep deprivation. Yeah, going for that long was... Um... Mm, it's it's legitimately tough. Everyone's like, oh, staying up for 30 hours. So it, it ain't just staying up for 30 hours. No. It's staying up for 30 hours, sitting down in front of a computer, doing a podcast actively for 30 hours. A little bit different than, like, you just suddenly realize, oh, I've been up for 30 hours. I didn't even know. So how about that? I don't even know. Do I have Sonic Heroes? Oh my god, I do. All right, you know what? I'm going to finish up Super Mario Sunshine, and then... Sonic. How many times have you done, have you played through Super Mario Sunshine? Not enough times. No? All right. Like, we're only at a thousand-ish, so... Hmm. I'm pretty sure you get an achievement unlocked in a, in a letter from the Queen if you beat it a million times, so... On my way. Are you... Really? <laughs> um... I mean, a thousand's close to a million, right? Uh, no. Damn it. Also, 38 shines? Damn, I wouldn't be that much longer on this one. Alright, uh... Boop. Someone said play the Thousand Year Door. Oh yeah, that's the Paper Mario game. I mean, I could. I think I've got that on Dolphin. I'll have to check. I'm sorry guys, I just like Super Mario Sunshine a lot, okay? Is that, is that really such a problem? No, no, it's fine. Racist. Okay, so... First thing we're doing is catching up on uh, Streamlabs, then it'll be the Super Chats from last time that we didn't get to finish, and then it'll be the Super Chats from this time around. So many, so many things. Um, okay. It, <laughs> is this really the first one? Muller, I'd like to hear you attempt to say the following in your deepest voice with restrained smugness. And... Couldn't Google Translate if you want a cheat code for saying it. Alright, well, I'll post it to you guys so you understand what the fuck's happening. I'm gonna try and read this out in a... in a deep... Deepest voice with restrained smugness. Yorokobe shonen, kimi no nigai wa yorokakun kanayu. Who knows what that... I probably just did a hate cry, but I don't know if that's what they say. Yorokobe shonen. There you go. Two. English. English. English uh, good. Your English. stamina is godly. I gave up and went to bed between parts two and three. A shame, because there was lots of good to them in part three. Efapception, Jared. But at least I got to skip Chuck Tingle. Any, anyway, here's to 1.2 billion more faps. Thank you very oh, much. Um... There's oh, just, so this is from the last 101? This there's a couple of ones that made it in, like, after we'd finished uh, 100. Oh, okay. And of course, it's, it's oh, those ones you. plus the ones from last stream that came in. Uh, do you guys want to know something weird about Crusader Kings 3? If you put Phlegm with a capital F in the name field for a baby, it changes to something else. Oh my goodness. I I wouldn't know what... what, what. I shudder to think what, what Phlegm grows up to be. Yeah. What's Sir, Sir Phlegm, the mighty... Uh, mighty Sir Flem. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I'm the guy who Gary the Christmas versus Halloween question. <laughs> okay. Um, I think. Oh, so th this is the Streamlabs person. So we had it. I think. Remember the the one we were doing the catch up where someone said like, "Oh, Gary answered the question," and they gave a timestamp, and we were like, 
what are we supposed to do with a timestamp? Like we need to we need more than a timestamp. Um, so they're the one like who the are video. Yeah. Uh, so they said um, video was EFAP ninety five. Timestamp was four twenty three forty. Don't worry, I asked him in chat, but he responded on stream. You were just too busy talking about water bottles to notice. By the way, he chose correctly. I don't know if so person... Christmas. Well, I don't know who they're loyal to. So we'll never know the true answer. I wonder if you would have he, chosen. Is he a Christnoid? Is he a Christmas Chad or a Halloweeny? No, I prefer Christnoid. You keep doing that. You keep accidentally like screwing over your well, own I team. Was... No, no, no. I, what I was going to do originally, I changed plans midway. Um, so I was going to go with like a little bit of self depreciatory, uh, self deprecatory till uh, terminologicalisms uh -huh. uh, for both of the factions there. But then I was like, you know what? I think uh, I think it's gonna be Christmas Chads this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm cool with Chris Simps or Chris Noids or Chris Massives. I'm totally Chris on board with Ma any. Chris Massive. Chris Massive. Yeah, Chris Massive's okay. If I I put Chris Chris Noids. Chris Moids. Yeah, Chris Massive's pretty good. Cause you don't have to change Christmas. Mm-hmm. Not that you'd want to. Perfect the way it is. Perfect, really? No improvements? Yeah, nope. yeah it's, it's just the best. When's your critique of Halloween coming out on your sh on your on your channel? Seven parts? Ten Seven. hours apiece? Halloween? <laughs> uh, there there are some uh, legitimate um, issues that I, w that I do have with Halloween, but they can be fixed. Um, I think that instead of always being on the 31st of October, they should simply be on the final Friday of the month of October. To sure. ensure that it's not ever on a work night or a, you know a school night, I agree so, with that. I think that would make Halloween much much better. Because um, I do I do enjoy Halloween. Um, Thank fuck, we're uh, about to get to it, Rags. We're like a couple days away from that that season. We're gonna get our, our uh, spooky avatars. Uh, in the Kroger where I do my shopping down the down the road, they've got a got a little bit of a little bit of the Halloween candy set up. Mm. I got a little, little, little bitty Halloween section. I'm like, yeah, buy some fucking candy. Also, I'm guessing we, we the Echo, Echo problem is still gone. I saw some people mentioning it randomly. I'll never know what the fuck that was about. Just saying. I have no idea. Um, I noticed that for whatever reason. So Windows, um, just randomly yesterday decided it would update. Uh, so I already had to do one or two things, um, just to get back to normal. Uh, like re-enabling Logitech software, just little things like that. And one of them was that the output was set to RTX voice instead of just the normal without it. Because hmm. I noticed that as good as RTX voice is for cutting out background noise, it's actually quite impressive. Um, if you're quiet, when you talk, sometimes it could cut out prematurely. So I still, generally don't still there have it slightly. on. Still slightly, sounds like two voices. I have... You get twice as much rags. Maybe it's like the mixer or something. That's weird. I thought that the echo might have been caused by the uh, janitor, considering that he started echoing when we started playing the video. That one was a much more overt echo. Um, right. Is, so the people who felt like they were hearing two microphones, did what I just did change anything? Rags, speak some more. All right. Um, so I am currently in the process of making my Mando video found some interesting information uh, and also it's nifty to make a video while sort of keeping in mind all of the video essay tropes that you want to avoid 
um, inappropriate music. I learned that from the Fallout thing. Music was a bad decision. It won't happen again. Um, but I took some feedback from that, and I'm going to be using that. But overplayed background music when it doesn't really serve a purpose. Avoiding the overuse of having text pop up on the screen. Uh, that's just what I literally said. Um, there's a lot I've learned from watching EFAP that's going to go into this video. Um, do I have to keep talking? Dude, this is fucking painful. Good now. Ah, fixed. There is no echo. It's worse when he's louder. Still there. <laughs> like, what? Everyone's watching a different stream. Yeah, Echoes well, are um, subjective. Maybe. Well, I mean, there's literally nothing else I can do. That's that's all my options. Um, yeah, they say it's on, it's only when I talk. So maybe there's... Oh, maybe a, a setting was changed in Discord. Let's see. Input device. Microphone to AD2020 USB+. Plus. Hmm. Let's change... Let's change it to RTX voice here and I mean, see I don't, if that does anything. I don't think you have to do maybe. anything. It's, it's definitely got to be on my end. I just don't know what it is. Hmm. Because you come, you're, you're coming through fine to me. Like, there's no double up for me. It's got to be the from me to the to OBS to the viewers. Like, it has to be that connection. I've heard sometimes why. when I speak louder, it comes through. Maybe it's. Um, I mean, it's so unlikely. But what if it's coming through from my uh, my earphones? Because um, I would actually match up with you being louder. Impossible. So I've heard sometimes that happens where you get some guy who says, oh no, all the music's coming through my headphones, but we still hear the echo, mm. which makes me think that they're going to be deaf in a few years. Yeah, I mean, well, but I, I don't have you any louder than I always do, so it's weird that it's happening now, you know? Hmm. I mean, hopefully, it, let's, you know, as long as the stream is functional and everyone's okay. <laughs> as long as it's not making it impossible to hear you, it should be right. Um, Horizon is on PC. You guys watched Hardcore Henry. It's truly the end of an era. Yeah? Is, well, is Horizon Zero Dawn good on PC yet? Didn't it, like, launch horribly? Anyone know anything about that? I, I, I heard that it had some some issues, but they weren't, like, huge. It just had some a uh, couple tisms, but otherwise it's fine. Hmm. Well, also, Jay I'm still hasn't seen Lord of the Rings yet, so it's not quite the end of an era. Yeah, not over yet. Oh my god, he still hasn't? No. Fuck, Jay. I might have to now force him, like, Fellowship of the Ring. set up a time to do it and then do it, because, I mean, we got him to watch all of Hill House, so. That's way longer. Wait, is that longer? That's shorter than Lord of the Rings, right? I <laughs> just realized. Uh, Lord I think. of the Rings was about 11 and a half hours. Hill House is, an, I think it's like 50 minutes an episode, except for one that's an hour and 10, I think. Haunting of Hill House runs 10 of them, so. Yeah, so it's close, but I think Lord of the Rings wins. Let's see. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is 572 minutes for Haunting of Hill House. I'm pretty sure that Lord of the Rings dwarfs that. I don't know if it dwarfs but I think Lord of the Rings is longer, yeah. Lord of the Rings extended edition runtime. It might depend on whether we're using extended editions or theatrical. Yeah. Extended always. Yes. Of yeah. course, of course. There are 600, about 690 minutes for Lord of the Rings, because I have a calculator here. Whoa. Mm -hmm. And I can take the... Um, what was the count for uh, Hill House? 
Uh, oh, it was like a 530 something. Let me go back. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, Lord of the Rings is 690. Lord of the Rings definitely longer. 570, right. 572 minutes, yeah. So we figured it out. Jay could not have actually substituted all of Lord of the Rings. Fuck off. All of Lord of the Rings for uh, Hill House, but he still could have watched it by now. Okay. He could, absolutely. Yeah. You're if failed. you're talking about just cramming 690 minutes into your life, I mean. Ugh. No excuse. No excuse. Also, Lord of the Rings is arguably has a better uh, conclusion than Haunting of Hill House. Um, worth uh, do you say arguably? I think it definitely does. I'm being facetious. <laughs> yeah, uh... What is the definition of facetious? Taking like a serious thing and not being serious about it. Yeah, it's it's yeah. finding the humor in grim scenarios. So I don't I don't know if that's facetious what you were. Being. Isn't it grim and serious though? Uh, I don't know if this would be that really fit. That's kind of a stretch. Fine, I'm being sarcastic. Are you being sarcastic? Can we really tell? I'm, we, I'm not can, being can sarcastic right now. Is or, that sarcasm? Oh, are you? Or, or, or maybe 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 that was sarcasm. Damn. You're right. I don't know. Can you ever really know if someone's a bad actor? Who knows? Yeah. It could just be that you know they just don't they they haven't figured out their delivery yet. Are you fucking hell? Or they could just be acting like they're a bad actor. You 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 never know. That's the thing. Is it? Are genuine? you figuratively it being literal? That's true because uh, if if James Franco had acted uh, very well in in The Disaster Artist, right, and he actually put in a uh, a performance that made him seem like a human being, wouldn't that be bad acting because he was portraying yeah, a guy that does not act like a human being yeah as we talked about earlier i think the only uh, the only way that you could potentially objectify or objectively analyze acting is when a character is playing something else that you can use as a standard um which is why for instance um if michael jordan was to play himself in a movie um then he maybe not himself um as the it's it's Michael Jordan like in universe, but Michael Jordan was playing as uh, like him from another time or something like that, or mm -hmm. representative of himself. He couldn't do anything other than objectively perfect. Someone said use a save state. Why would I do that? It defeats the whole point. It's cheating. Yeah, down with cheaters. Am I right, folks? Yeah, fuck cheaters. Cheat fuckers. Bye -bye. Um. Finally caught up with Berserk. What a manga. The art is the best I've ever seen, and Guts is such a great protagonist. Shame the anime is ass and doesn't do the story any justice. Also, watched a Tenet a second time. Has its problems, but I still had fun. Uh, I mean... I had fun with Batman and Robin, so... Well, I mean, Tenet's... Rags and I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Evan, sounds more if you've got I don't know. commentary for Tenet. You know, it's kind of a bizarre plot, and I swear, like the the sound balancing complaint that everyone's like talking about is true, and it's just it's not it's not hard, easy to get invested in the characters. That's my short review. It's not very fun trying to understand the dialogue uh, amongst all the very loud music and background noise that's happening during this really important dialogue that's supposed to explain the mechanics of the story. Uh oh. Um, scene early on, I like um, where they're uh, talking, they're going to the mill. It's so funny. The waves literally sound louder than the dialogue. It's like they're in the f foreground, and then the dialogue's in the background. It's, it's like, like the I, ocean. Well, yeah, but th th you need to be hearing the dialogue on a boat. I get that. I that's agree. so realistic. Should, should be able to hear the dialogue. 
Especially because if it has subtitles that just say what the characters are saying, <laughs> then the whole... Because I heard that from a radio DJ. I was talking about this with my my uh, my mother. She she was saying, I, I heard about this Tenet movie. This guy on the radio was talking about it. Uh, he said that a lot of people were complaining that you couldn't hear the characters and what they're saying. But the, the radio guy, he said, like, that was the design. That's what they were going for. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I changed your mind on that one. Yeah, um, yeah I feel if like ever you were subtitles, you know, just yeah. If ever you were going for the whole like, aha, uh -huh, will the audience really be able to figure out what that person said? It's like, so this isn't for deaf people then, like, because they'll get the subtitles and they'll know exactly what they said. Or the <laughs> so... subtitles would have to be damaged in some way. Yeah, you'd like, have to, you fuck have them to up. specifically have subtitles where only a couple words you get. That's actually kind of or a cool how... idea. Yeah, in, in that sense, you could probably be more exact. In fact, you could be more exact with what you want using subtitles only, because if you're trying to be muffled in an audio way, some people might be able to pick up what some words are. But um, yeah, if, if you got subtitles, you could be very specific about what words are, are understood by the audience. So you're not reading lips. Or if the uh, dialogue can't be audible, then at least have there be a, a very clear visual representation of what the scene is trying to convey. But if your scene uh, is going to be reliant on dialogue, we kind of need to be able to hear what the dialogue is clearly, especially if there's no subtitles to go along with it in a theatrical release. I mean, I mean I, with everything I've heard, I don't want to see that film without subtitles now, which is kind of embarrassing. Oh no! But hey, you know. subtitles in the Blu-ray. It's just I I don't think I'd absorb anything new. It's like you could watch it again, but like unless I literally can understand what the characters are saying, I don't think I could properly analyze it. So I'm just like mm. I'll just wait. Um, decent action though. I can say that much. Yeah. All right. And that fight scene was pretty good, and you know, decent ending, entertaining stuff. But it's you know, it's pretty well directed. It's just it's just the story is lacking. Well, a community that's decent. We'll cover it when it comes directed. out. It's gonna be great, it's, I'm sure. A Christopher Nolan movie that's decently directed but not not very well written. Uh -huh. Colored me shocked. How dare you? Um, I'm annoyed by the use of my favorite game as a backdrop for a video which seems to only exist to prove that Smug Nerdigante can't keep track of points while he pauses the video, so no one could possibly, no one possibly could. Sorry. Um, Non sequitur Monster Hunter Rise, 26th of the 3rd, 2021. Or 3rd of the 26th. No, no, sorry, I fucking read it backwards. I read it right the first time. Um, the, yeah, the, so this is from um, EFAP 101. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not nice to see your favorite games and videos you don't like, but hey, everyone can like anything, so. Oh, you know, you just, you just have to put up with it, I'm sorry. Sometimes you use the games you like. But yeah, Monster Hunter is cool. Uh, yeah, sure. Concerning the profit made by the Star Wars sequel, you also have to take into account that it cost Disney four billion to buy Lucasfilm, so technically the sequels barely made any money. I mean, I, I I don't know what the overall net gain has been for them, but that's not even accounting for how much, like, you have to take the the cost of the films off them as well, like the overall profit. I'm sure that they've broken even by now, right? I mean, I hope they have. Probably with all the <laughs> no, no, I hope don't hope they have. Sorry. Yeah. Well, let's see. So, four billion to buy Star Wars. Because um, the Force, Force Awakens, Awakens made a lot. Yeah, that made like Force Awakens made made two billion. Yeah, Last yeah. Jedi made one point something, like one point seven billion, and 
Rise of Skywalker, I think, made 1.3. But, again, marketing would be an issue as well. Mm -hmm. so, but they've probably broken even by this point. Yeah. I would I'm hope sorry, so. I'm sorry, I'd imagine. Otherwise, they'd kind of be out of business or they'd stop making movies, right? Sorry, I'm enthralled by this Resident Evil clip. Uh, <laughs> people have... Oh, my God. This is... Can, can we get this on a, screen? I don't... <laughs> I, it might uh, be copyright. That's the thing. For Resident Evil. Oh my game. god! Yeah, in, in our chat, like, holy fuck! That was. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, wait, hang on. What what what, what game is this from? Is it six? It's not a game. It's one of the movies. One of the the, oh. the CGI movies that they've done. There's a couple of them. I've seen clips of them. They all look fucking shit. Uh, thank you, voice in the radio, for bringing this to my attention. That's amazing. I'm saving this. This is yeah. Let me. I gotta do oh a Twitter God. video downloader. Twitter video. Downloader. <laughs> oh my God, wow. that's so funny. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Whose fight is this? Chris and it's not Wesker, this right? Is, this is Chris and someone Chris. else. I don't know exactly who it is. One of the comments is, holy shit, this is like if someone with Down Syndrome tried to recreate the final fight scene in The Matrix. Or Equilibrium. <laughs> Equilibrium is kind of goofy yeah. at some points with the gun Carter shit as well. Oh, but absolutely. It's like gun kitty fights, like, like jumping around. It's like, wow, okay. We need Shad to analyze this. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I won't show any more in case of copyright, I guess. Uh, but that's pretty funny. Watch EFAP live, don't watch it so I have something to listen to at work. Two buttons.png. Oh yeah, that's true, I guess. You watch them when they come out, you can't watch them in when you when you're doing your work and stuff. That's probably like a legitimate decision a couple people have to make. Oh, then again, you could just rewatch them all, guys. Do it. Can't believe it. This is thank you so much for bringing this to my attention. I'm saving this. <laughs> this <laughs> no little... problem. This is like the 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 go-to quintessential most stupid fight I <laughs> I just uh, uh, I, I kind of am at a loss for words so just carry on. Yeah, that would be the kind of thing that if it propped up its uh, cropped up its something like Batwoman, I think we would just we'd be done. Just like this is uh, wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm grinning ear to ear. <laughs> oh, it's a long way for a dog. I was just saying. Mm. <laughs> Apparently, uh, Rise of Skywalker grossed 1.074 billion, not even 1.3. Hmm. So, maybe they didn't break even. I, I don't know. I don't know uh, what they would have to gross to just break even at that point. You know, it's weird. The go ahead. Oh, that was it. I was just saying solo bombed. That's yeah, true. That's true. Solo bomb. So, TLJ is the heart of this financial cancer for Disney. Uh, the Last Jedi made 700 million less than The Force Awakens. The movie after that was Solo. That one lost money. Though a lot of that is due to the extensive reshoots. And then you have a, from TLJ, the next Star Wars movie um, in line with it made 300 million less than it did. So, yeah, um, The Force Awakens made twice as much as um, The Rise of Skywalker did. But if you look at the income for the prequels... They all pretty much made the same amount. It's pretty consistent. They started and ended in pretty much the same level. So it's a very, very interesting contrast between the two uh, trilogies. 
People were yes. super excited for Revenge of the Sith. Oh, I remember. Rise that. of Skywalker, there I was just like. <laughs> Lord Vader, rise. I believe that was in the trailer, and it's like, oh my god. That trailer rise, was Chris. On the topic of the Mary Sue, for a self-aware roast of the trope, I recommend giving the book series The Saga of Tanya the Evil a read. One of the main antagonists later in the story is... An immigrant who comes to America, becomes part of an international diversity corps of the, the army, uh, goes to fight on behalf of communists in Russia, has extremely OP magic abilities, greater than anyone else, and her name is literally Marie Sue, sp spelled like Sioux sort of thing. <laughs> huh. Oh, like the, oh, like the, uh, the Indian tribe of the Sioux. S-I-O-U-X? Yes. Ah. There's, there's also a Buffy episode that satirizes the Mary Sue trope, doesn't it? Yes. Superstar, right? Yes, season four. Yeah, I, I, I'm vaguely familiar with that episode. Like I said, I've seen select bits and pieces of Buffy in episodes. Just not the whole thing. I want to see all of yet. Buffy's bits and pieces. No, that's mm. sexism. Remember, there was a. I wasn't a Jessica Alba. wasn't she, Wasn't she nude in the Silver Surfer movie? Uh, no, yeah, you didn't get to see any. You didn't get to see anything. Oh right, yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, wow. I think, yeah, I think, isn't yeah? She uh, her, can't go naked with. Uh, she can't go invisible while not being naked, right? Well, uh, she's, got she's got. Oh right, suit. right, right, right. She switches powers with Human Torch, and then she That's accidentally burns off her clothes. Jessica Alba, regular clothes, yeah. Oh yeah, she's, she looks pretty good. Photographers <laughs> <laughs> are literally taking pictures, and then she's like turns invisible. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah they, they they managed to uh, find a way to get an invisible woman naked, and in, uh, both of those. Uh, Tim's story movies. What is this non-Lord of the Rings crap? You still have to play Battle for Middle-Earth 1 and 2, the Battlefield front ripoff, sorry. Uh, War in the North and Shadow of whatever games. I don't play in all them. Y you guys got more Lord of the Rings out of the Dolphin emulator than any other IP, okay? So, you know, you gotta, you gotta give it a break. Uh, when was the last time you guys had treated yourselves to a vacation? Also high rags. Vacation? Um, um, like, do you mean like going outside of our towns like to like chill and stuff? Uh, it's um, been a while now because COVID. I've been and out stuff. of town a few times recently, but it hasn't been a vacation. It's been for like moving people to colleges and stuff like that. Um, I think the furthest was Illinois, went to Carbondale, but uh, which was a great trip. Hmm. Uh, but uh, like proper vacation. I guess big vacation was probably when we went to Washington, D.C. Um, uh, last year. Uh, an excellent trip. I loved it. I uh, would never live in D.C., but it was great to visit all the monuments and the history. And uh, We went to the Smithsonian and everything like that. It was great. I loved it. It was a fantastic trip. Um, so that, that would be mine. I mean, I fucking I can't remember. <laughs> I went to um, Wrexham... Uh, for a for a con that was fun. That was like what kind two of or three. what kind of con? It was um, just just like I can't remember what the, the specific name of it was. Con? No, no, it was like pop culture. What is and, your uh, persona? <laughs> Gas mask man. He's uh, 
he's, he's a furry in his heart, I suppose. Uh, the, 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 it was specifically, I actually met Spike from uh, Buffy there. It was really fun. Oh. You'll, you'll learn that character eventually, Ranks, and you'll like him a lot, I think. Someone said, Rags, come back to DC, I'll take you to the zoo. This man knows the lore. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I liked visiting DC, but I, I wouldn't want to live there. I don't like the how crowded it is. I don't like how transportation works. I don't like the crazy libs everywhere. But it was a great city to walk around and uh, see. I, I really did like it. It was legitimately an, an excellent trip, and I'm very glad that I went. Um, our, our next trip is going to South Dakota. Mm. So that'll be next year sometime. Between then, I don't know. Hey man, it's been a I while. Uh, doo -doo. Also, also, how did you get that thickums after the EFAP 100? That uh, thickums? It's apparently source EFAP Thick 101 54534. What about thick cum? Well, it's all spelled as one word, so thickums. <laughs> T h i c c u m s. Yes. Thickums. I'm not sure what that's um, referencing. I don't know what that's referencing either. Um, give me the give me what it's supposed to be from. I will do do do. By the way, everyone. Today, this is your friendly reminder that if you middle mouse click on something, then it will open that thing up in a new tab. Um, and if you middle mouse click a tab, it'll close it. EFAP 101. Um, 5 for EFAP 101. Okie dokie. EFAP 101. That one's doing well. People are like that. That's one of my favorites, too. I really like EFAP 101. Uh, 54534. 545. 34. It is rude. Find the thickums. I get 545. It is tough to get that little bar where you need it to be when you have a 12 hour live stream. Well, you can uh, raise it up and then it'll get thicker once you get to get more specific. Raise it up? So, like, click the timeline and drag it up, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 45. I did not know that. That is some. See, we're learning all kinds of cool, super cool hacker man tricks. Try it yourselves, people at home. 54534. Let's give this a look. Fuck. This is what we were looking at at the time. So, yeah. How'd you get that thickums? What do you think he's referring? I mean, I mean, he's talking about how maybe I've gotten thicker, but is not it, really. Is I'm it, just a really ass? fluffy guy. I'm just a fluffy dog. So. Metal's looking kind of, <laughs> kind of thick there. A little bit, a little bit. What well, watching Batwoman? Are those does. his real shoes? Does he really have those slippers? I wish he did. I think he even likes those slippers. I don't think he has them. <laughs> he likes the idea of he's wearing slippers while watching Batwoman. Is he also a coffee man? Uh, I'm pretty sure he is, yeah. Yeah. I am not. I am not a coffee man. Neither like nor nam nigh. Yeah. You have to sugarfy and you got to do a lot of stuff to coffee for me to, to, to like it. You guys, coffee mans. 
Feel coffee. free to add um, Whack, your man. thoughts on coffee. Black iced. I am. Um, iced. I like I like coffee. Um, well, frosted coffee from Chick Fil A, I guess. What is frosted coffee? Like it's just cold say, and. It's it's um kind of like a frappuccino from uh, from Starbucks, I guess. What's a frappuccino from Starbucks? Okay. A frappuccino? Fuck. Wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm not up on my like if you put if you put two cups of coffee in front of me and you said one of these is a macchiato and one of these is a frappuccino and one of the one of these is a Kajuka Luka, I need you to differ it which one is which. I don't okay. think I'd be able to like be like, I don't know. So so a cappuccino is a frozen sorry, a frappuccino is a frozen cappuccino. Oh, 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 it's like cappuccino, but fur. Okay, I got it. That works. That that I I approve of the nomenclature. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's um, I guess it's like a an icy or something or like a milkshake. An icy cappuccino. What's yeah, a cappuccino? <laughs> That's a good question. In all honesty. So we're gonna find. I, I think I know cappuccino. It's the drink based on the right? Twitch emote. I did Kappa. two p's, two c's. Um. A, a so so what is the difference between a latte and a cappuccino a traditional cappuccino has an even distribution of espresso not espresso mm -hmm. right it's espresso very important uh steamed milk and foamed milk a latte has way more steamed milk and a light layer of foam a cappuccino oh, wow. is distinctly layered while in a latte the espresso and steamed milk are blended together so, um, yeah. I have a very important question for you, Rags. Have you eaten at Chick-fil-A? Yeah. You have Chick-fil-A. Okay, you have. Okay. Yes, we okay. definitely have. It is always packed. Yes. Yeah, same Same here. I have a Chick-fil-A that's right I across the street from where I work. It's uh, it's great to have that for, for lunch almost every day. Um, People love that Chick-fil-A. Yep. Um, so yeah, get, get yourself a frosted coffee from Chick-fil-A and... Uh, Send me your feedback afterwards, it, I guess. Is it just coffee that's frosted? I mean, it's sweet. Because that might work. Because for me, I I like um like caramel latte. I watched myself. Caramel lattes from Starbucks. I used to, there was a girl I knew, and she'd hook me up a whole bunch. She worked at a Starbucks. <laughs> um, so I had a, a fair amount of those, and I liked them. But black coffees and stuff. Nasty. I, it's, it, it's definitely not black. I can tell you that much. Okay. Because when it comes to people, mm -hmm. um, I treat everyone like they're black. However, mm -hmm. when it comes to coffee, I do. I I definitely very different in that regard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right then. Uh, if you're still looking for a topic to talk about, should you invite the internet-crowned king of grifters, the nose who sniffs Biden's back, the one and the only Nikki Screech Rackets Rakita Law, he's recently been watching old action movies on Twitch. Is he... Um, Rakita? Rakita like Law? Yeah, this... I, yeah I, know, I know of the channel. I just don't know anything about the I mean, th fellow. this message has clearly got an issue with that. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah, I don't know anything about his supposed grifting, but I'm gonna, even, gonna give people the benefit of the doubt and assume they aren't unless well, shown to be Well, we've been ones. called grifters. Like, fucking everybody's called grifters these days. It's the yeah, new that, cool that, thing to call someone. Yeah, that, that word doesn't have a lot of meaning. I, I sincerely believe all of the things that I advocate for and 
I, I, I do not at all see myself as a grifter, but... Just is, what a grifter like would a, say. Is it like an inside joke or a meme in uh, Riketa's, like, little... Oh, apparently, yeah, it's a joke with her. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. Sorry. Right. I, I guess you're right. I Fair lack enough. the context to know, but uh, yeah, uh, we, he's been requested before. We'll we'll see about. Uh... Well, there you go. That's why I exercise a bit of caution on yeah, the confirmation of griftery. Very important. Yeah, I you know I, I don't like follow him too closely, but I remember thinking that his uh, coverage of the uh, Vic Mignona situation was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I think that's where um, he got found by a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he doesn't seem like a bad guy from his thumbnails. So uh, yeah. Well, Hitler didn't seem like a bad guy either, Rags. I never saw Hitler's thumbnails. True. But I imagine they were clean because yeah. he was fairly well off. I hear the man had a lot of fans. I just abused the king of ghosts by throwing a lemon at him. That's regicide. It's weird, right? Like, that's just something I, I can can't, say. You can't kill the king of ghosts. Assuming the king of ghosts is a ghost himself. Yeah, he's a ghost. He's a big tongue. You can really just inconvenience the King of Ghosts. Or like sending him back to the Netherworld temporarily or something. Yeah, or he has to like reform his ghostly, you know, his, his I don't even know what to call it, his ethereal spectral figure. Dude, it's actually pretty terrifying, right? So the way you kill these enemies, the little like turtles who throw their shells at you that are electrified, if you spray them with water when they're in the middle of doing it, they get electrocuted to death by the returning shell. Well, serves them right. I you know, what can I say? I, I didn't manage to pull yeah. it off, but uh, I yeah. know it happens. And I remember even as a kid being like, damn, what a way like, to go. Uh, you, you're really, you're just deflecting what they would have done to you, so. Yeah. It's like, you, it's like the great movie, The Rise of Skywalker, where the hero deflects the villain's evil plan yes, into his Rey. face. Yeah, Ray deflects, he uses Rey the, the double hero, lightsabers. Yes. In the, um, yeah, in the crosses him, mm -hmm. deflects that lightning right back at the evil Emperor Palpatine clone thing. She's such yeah, a great movie. Jedi. That's very true. I was very inspired by that movie to be a better person, and that is why it's good. I'm, I'm she sure really that it is has... all the Jedi. I'm, I'm sure that it has been, but I do have to ask just to, you know, try to confirm. Has anyone on the EFAP ever can um, like brought up the fact that uh, the are we ever come? <laughs> no. Can yes. confirm we have come. I have. I have, have they... came. I have arrived. <laughs> yes. Has um. I lost my train of thought. Has it ever been brought up that uh, the scene in the Rise of Skywalker when Ray fake kills Chewie, and then it turns out that Chewie's alive afterwards, that's kind of ripped off of Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't think anyone's brought that up yet. Yeah, you know, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and Cairo, when you think that Marion's been Kyra in Ren? the truck, and then... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Cairo <laughs> Ren. Definitely ripped off. <laughs> oh. Indy. It's like it's like Indy. a much shittier version of that. And, and it's something that I wouldn't have really like thought about if it weren't for the fact that the first half of the movie is just a shitty Indiana Jones movie already. Oh, God, yeah. We can all watch those. We can still. Again. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we we can. They're still around. Also, someone was saying that the the Thickums thing was referencing a drawing of, of someone said a drawing of me as a doggo, which is just of me, <laughs> um, cuddling a thick cartoon girl, which is I believe that's oh, supposed to be Mooper. 
Yeah, Mooper. Yeah, that's the one. Sorry, okay, I get my, yeah. my ladies I cuddle in bed with mixed up sometimes. Mm -hmm. Really, is a, a, it's a, one of my character flaws. Yeah. But I do remember that picture. Yeah, it was from yeah. random mode, I believe. Uh, that's good shit. It was like a little... That was a good shit. You can go to sleep now because EFAP 100 is done <laughs> sort of thing. That's basically what happened, too. Mm -hmm. We were out. Fucking... Grab the pepper. Ghosts don't like peppers, just in case you guys didn't know. You call him Dr. Jones. Okay, Dr. Jones, I don't touch anything. I remember the Family Guy joke. That's kind of disappointing, actually. Thank you, memory. Concerning the bathroom door question, I too can appreciate the feeling of liberation that is an open door. However, once in a blue moon, a really sweaty poop session can make one decide to forego normalcy and just hop in the shower afterwards instead. Yeah, sometimes you take a shit that's so bad you just want to hop in the shower. I've been there, man. Doesn't happen too often for me. Normally, I have, fair, I have fairly well-formed um, excrement. Yeah, I I eat a lot of. I have a good diet that really owes itself to uh, clean exitry. So, but sometimes, man, you just you're just like, man, we're taking a shower. I ain't wise. <laughs> I'm fucking around. <laughs> Uh, Rags, check out RPG Pundit on YouTube. He's a D&D &D 5e consultant who was cancelled for being anti-woke. Um, I've heard about that. Uh, I heard about it. Someone mentioned that to uh, Sargon on one of his streams, so... Mm. You may enjoy his video explaining the decline of writing in Game of Thrones. Maybe so. That was a directive for me, I think, as well. Um, yeah, cool. Molly are priceless. I can understand not needing a car where you are, but man, you need to know how to operate one, you massive. No, I don't. It's... so... I mean, it's a good skill to know. Yeah, it wouldn't be against um, the idea of knowing how to drive a car, much like many skills in life, but I don't need to know how to drive a car. Yeah. I mean, if I did However, need to know it, I would know it. If the zombies come, then you won't be able to drive away. I figure a bike is the best thing to have in a zombie apocalypse. I think so. Yeah, just because the, um, I mean, anything you need. Are we need talking to... about a bicycle or a? Yeah, bicycle, bike? Um, because just what? in case of um, concerns about fuel. Uh... So I wouldn't have any concerns about fuel, um, at least for the first, because fuel doesn't go bad for like six-ish months or so. Um, oh, but after yeah, that, but yeah, where are you getting this fuel from, though? Uh, the probably the gas pumps are directly from the mm, tanks. And where where pumps. is everybody going to be getting that from? You know, like. So my my implication so this depends is on the delivery methodology of the zombie plague itself. Um, yeah. Even if people get the gas, it doesn't disappear. It will be in their cars. And For sure, but they're gonna they're not gonna let you have it, right? I imagine. Well, at that point. assuming that ninety nine percent of people are dead, they won't be there to stop you. Um, oh, so you're saying like you could siphon gas out of? Uh... Yeah, like all the cars. Like if if there was a gas shortage, it would like oh. people would hoard it. Yeah, so um, I'd be totally so pro-car. In fact, I'd just be hanging out with you so you could drive me around. But I would be like, Bra oh, yeah. Rags, we got to find some bicycles ahead, of, uh, ready for when we no longer can use the car. However yeah. many months that takes. Be, yeah, bikes would definitely be that. That or electric scooters, but probably bicycles would be the way to go. Because um, oh, after you run out of gas, you know. What about electric cars? So, I, I, it, I, as far as I know... I don't know how charging stations are delivered their electricity. I assume they're attached to the power grid. Mm. And, chat, please stop me if I'm wrong, because I don't know how much of this is correct. But I'm going off assumptions. I assume that these electric stations for cars are attached to the power grid. 
in our charge that way. Um, however, there are ways of making electricity that are not that, that don't rely on the power grid. However, I'm curious if you could utilize these. They either rely on gasoline-powered generators or um, some say coal-powered cars. Uh, but yeah, even it, and if it was like hand crank pump, pumps and stuff, like I th I think that would be like impractical to the point of not even bothering with it. But yeah, eventually you'd probably swap to something man-powered like a bicycle. The negative aspect of that is that you can't carry as much stuff with you. Yeah. But you could still pull carts on a bicycle, and it wouldn't be that big of a deal. It just depends on how much you carry. Um, which you probably wouldn't need to carry too much stuff because a lot of stuff just lasts a long ass time anyway. Um, the diff the most difficult part about a supposed zombie apocalypse would not be the. It would be after the gas goes bad, after the food eventually goes bad, um, you know, five years after the fact, you know, all that stuff, when all the medicine perishes, when all the food perishes, that's when the problem is. Um, you should learn by stuffing your longman frame into an original 60s era mini. Feel like I might kill myself trying to get inside one. But... Maybe they can make a, a large mini, or does that defeat the purpose? A biggie, yeah. Yeah. I mean, mini Coopers, if we're talking about those, those aren't, like, really mini, if we're going to be honest. It's really just a brand thing. The cars themselves aren't really small. Hmm. I mean, a, a mini Cooper is a, probably a normal-sized car, really. Rags, there is a place north of Cardiff called the Three Cocks Coaching Inn. It's a two-star hotel. Will you give it a go? A two-star hotel? That's not even one per cock. Well, <laughs> I feel like the only reason you'd go in is just to see what the three cocks coaching in looks like. Yeah, That's like it. Where, where are these three cocks I've heard so much yeah. about? Feels like bait to me. I'm curious, though. Uh, but that's it for Streamlabs. The ones that are sent in for this episode will be at the, the beginning of the next catch-up. So, this is now catching up with uh, last episode's ones. This one says Night Rags. So I think this is when oh. you left. <laughs> ah, nice. Which was like a few minutes. Wait, could it, that can't be it, because that was like minutes before we finished. Yeah, it was pretty much just like, I need to leave, go, wrap up, and you were about to close off anyway, so mm -hmm. I assume you ended almost immediately after I left. Yeah, I assume. We had a whole party without you. Dang. We well, talked it wasn't about much of a party if I wasn't there. We talked. We talked about uh, Ghostbusters 2016. So, bet you're oh, jealous. That's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. I loved how bizarrely bad that movie was. I do like that we've got an EFAP movies on that now. It's done. We never have to look at that film again. People know how never we feel. Again. Okay. Permanent. And uh, it's not like you really have to do a lot of research in that movie to you know no. keep up with the discussion surrounding it. It's just. It's just. Rags, I completely agree with you. I have despised onions my whole life. That texture, dude. Yeah, the texture is... It just doesn't mix. Like, an onion insists on you knowing it's there. Mm-hmm. When it's in It gets stuff. upset if you don't. Yeah, I just don't... Like, I'm fine with onion powder. I, I'm okay with, like, the, the light flavor of onions. But when I bite into something and I get that weird crunch and then the onion taste with it... Ugh, fuck off. Thoughts on Umbrella Academy. 
you think about Umbrella Yeah, Academy. I've not seen it. I've seen people talk about it, and I thought it was... I was certain it was an anime from that name, but it's, uh, it's not. Is um, it about um, Resident Evil? Yeah, that, I, th I think we've had... I feel like this conversation's happened. I, I Was it Critical Drinker who's seen it? I can't remember. Um, Let me look it up. Umbrella Academy. It's an American web television series. Um... On one day in 1989, 43 infants are inexplicably born to random, unconnected women who showed no signs of pregnancy the day before. Seven are adopted by billionaire industrialist Sir Reginald Hargreaves, who creates the Umbrella Academy and prepares his children to save the world. Neat. Well, yeah, I know nothing about it, so... <laughs> yeah, except no that. Clue. Haven't the foggiest. Uh, hey guys, watching from the start, so was Kathleen Wright saying the Force is female? The Force behaves like such a cunt. Oh my god. Oh my goodness gracious, that's true though. I mean, the, the Force is kind of an ass. So the, yeah, the Force is a piece of shit. I'm just uh, gonna be, just gonna be, you wanna be clear on this one. Fuck the Force, if the Force is an agent. Can you fuck the Force though? Well, the Force is female. Hmm. I mean, you could you could fuck him if it was male too. I just, I just don't know how you do it. How do you how do you get at the force? You know. I don't know. I guess every the force surrounds us. It's in my hand when I jerk off. So. Ah. I don't know. Uh, just tuned in and heard rags hating on birds. Don't even need the context. I agree that birds are pricks. Canada geese, especially, are demons. Pure hate. Yeah, they're they're pests around here. We really hate those birds of prey. I still haven't seen that. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, that movie. You, you are you are kindly invited to watch that with me and Evan in Buzzax. Um, Have you all seen it? Yes, seen we it. watched it, the three of us together. And I it's, demand... Uh, well, I can just bring Rags along then. I want someone who hasn't seen it there. <laughs> they can share in my surprise and pain. I haven't seen it, no. Fuck no, I haven't seen it. It's, um... There, there are... Uh, it's really weird. I would say it's um, it's worse than Aquaman, but it's better than like whatever is right below what was right below Aquaman. You know, like if if, if okay, so if like when the you best just say it's Woman, just below Aquaman, <laughs> say it's, that it's just yeah, it's just it's just directly below Aquaman and better than the others. Okay, it's better than Suicide Squad, better than BVS, um, but it's still terrible. Um, is Mooper a girl? I need to know for reasons. Uh, can we truly be definitive about these things? I leave it to the fans to decide. Mooper's elusive, you see. Um, but fan art seems to have a definitive idea on that one. Do you think JJ realized that his force healing mechanic in Tross was literally the same thing as what Darth Plagueis invented, except Ray and Kyle Ben can also revive people on top of just healing them? Fucking, I don't know. I don't think he thought about it that much. Yeah, I don't think he knew what the fuck he was doing. He's <laughs> just like, whatever. The I, I find it infinitely funny, though, that they brought out that Mando episode right before it to be like, See? It's it's a it thing. It in the universe. <laughs> this one baby did it that one time to this one guy. It would be so funny, because I think we talked about it, right? But, like, he heals the wound, but the poison is still in him. So he still dies. Maybe Yoda's like, oh, fuck. Mm. Well, Maybe letting know. an infant be the one in charge of our healthcare was not the best, uh, 
not the best idea. Interesting I'm, choice. I'm sorry, people try to justify the force healing with the Mandalorian episode. Oh, I, I think Disney did. Uh, I don't know about people in general. I, I okay. guess I guess some people probably did. Well, it's like Neil Druckmann says that how Joel is in Last of Us 2 makes sense because there's notes that you can pick up showing that they they meet people outside Jackson all the time and bring them in. So therefore, it, it makes sense that they don't have like a vetting process or shit. The idea that a whole community like that does not have a vetting process Dude, just creates it. an insanely horrible issue. Yo, I love well, it when they use their own cannon to justify their own cannon. Like, it, the thing that doesn't make sense makes sense because it also doesn't make sense. You're like, yeah. yeah. But we, yeah, say I, that it, <laughs> we say that it happens that way, so you're, it you're, Your problem with Joel being stupid, it, it, it's actually not a problem because, you see, Joel is really stupid. He's cataclysmically stupid. <laughs> You're like, yeah, okay. You can find a note where he writes about how stupid he is. Yeah, Joel, <laughs> Joel, and, Joel and Tommy are uh, are consistently stupid. That's our defense. Great. Oh, yeah, it's still not consistent with... I mean, I have like a section in my um, review talking about how... Tommy really shouldn't be acting the way that he is in this scene either. Like, people talk about Joel, um, and I think that Tommy deserves even more shit and more flack. And um, it's like, if uh, if you were to take Tommy from the prologue of the first game, I guess that the way that he's acting in the second game would make some sense that he's trusting these strangers, you know? Because that's what he's kind of willing to do, picking up that family and shit. But... Uh, what the first game shows you is that he pretty much developed out of that right after Sarah died. You you think that losing his niece in the manner that he did would be enough to tell him that uh, the world's changed? Maybe he can't just trust any stranger that he meets. Well, like joining the fireplace as well. That's another thing we would, which would contribute. With the power of headcanon, South Pole, we can make anything the history. God, when that was happening, I'm, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a long night, isn't it? <laughs> I think it's, it's the it's what happens a lot on EFAT when we have a guest who has never even come across like our strict sort of categorization for how we define problems and solutions. And so they'll just be like, yeah, headcanon, that's fine, right? And we're like, oh. Oh, oh he's no. fan fiction. Oh, and no. he said it didn't bother me a lot. He's like, that doesn't bother me. I'm just like, dude, that's not what we're talking about. Like, I mean, it doesn't have to, but... Feel like yeah. I, mean, I, I got the impression that he just enjoyed the game and wanted to talk about how he enjoyed yeah, it. He hadn't gone yeah. into it in detail. The impression I got? Mm -hmm. um, just liked it. But it's just it, it's just one of those things where we're, we're trying to figure out if it's um, actually well-written. You know, so we want people that, that think it's well-written to, to come on and, and talk about it. And yet, um, they're never able to actually defend the writing. Um, there's there's the occasional times where it's like okay I got the the detail wrong about them going to uh, to Jackson on foot they they had a truck all right that that works okay that's like it's been slightly fixed I, I think it's crazy that they let him I would caution you I agree the... with that I agree but it's just the detail makes it slightly less worse I well, don't know if I don't, it, is I, that I, their I, truck. <laughs> Well, I was about, it doesn't matter. I was about to say, like, it removes one problem, but it adds a new one. It, Isaac exactly. gave up a vehicle and gas uh, That's true. for that much travel. It was never a... Yeah. And I don't, <laughs> don't even think they mentioned it, it, which you think they'd be like, we gotta like protect this Dude, truck. I am the truck fucking, is an extremely valuable resource. I am tired of post-apocalyptic storylines that don't value resources. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah. Bigot sandwich, I'm not gonna eat that. So fuck Dude, you. <laughs> Literally <laughs> made out of cows, insanely rare resource in this scenario. We barely fucking even, like, got to talk about the story beyond Joel. It's just like... 
think the there's... point was well, well built upon. It was just time to move on. Yeah, yeah. We, we we kept having to tone it back because there was so much to talk about. So we were just like, all right, let's let's take it from the top here. Let's go real slow into this. Dude, <laughs> you know what blows my mind is that I I I did mention the farmhouse in that one bit, but we never ever got around pointing out the fact that uh while Tommy had uh, an arrow in his knee and a gunshot wound <laughs> in his face and Dina <laughs> yeah. was all bruised up and had an arrow in arrow, her shoulder yeah. and Ellie's face was smashed up and, and her, her arm was, was broken. Yeah, her arm was broken. They, yeah. they managed to, to get back to Jackson on foot because they didn't have a, a horse and they, they I don't know if they if they managed to get a vehicle. They got their hands on a working vehicle, which the first game makes a point of saying is incredibly rare. Uh, I hate that time jump. It's like it's easily one of the worst I've seen. They just cut and they just expect you to think nothing happened. They're just like, yeah, it's this way now. It's like, how the hell did any of this happen? And this farm that like there's nothing in the entire like vista except for the farm. Like where the, the hell is this? Happening? Oh, I hate it. It's terrible. Agreed. Um, have you guys eaten a sandwich cake before? Sandwich cake. Sandwich cake. Yeah, I'm not. I've had an ice cream sandwich. Uh, let me Google that. Uh, sandwich cake. Sandwich cake. It is a. Hmm. It's a cake that has meat and lettuce, and I presume condiments. So this um... is the picture that it is a picture that pops up. Yeah, I got that too. That's the one I'm looking at, yeah. Oh, so, I understand. Okay. So that looks not appealing. That I looks, would, yeah, I would, like, Dude, I would rather just eat a sandwich. I don't want to... Why do I have to deal with it that way? Yeah, Is that like frosting weird... or mayo? I think it's... I, I'm assuming it's mayonnaise. It looks like it's frosting. Because it looks... Because it's like sticking all over it. And it, 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 it looks a little bit True. crumbly. Like it's slightly dried icing. You know how it yeah, still dies? It's like mixed. Like, the sweet taste with like the the bread and the meat i like i that yeah, is not sure about that. yeah also I'm just the, i'd just rather have a sandwich yeah, i was gonna say the method of delivery for this food is weird <laughs> i would rather just do a sandwich yeah well there you go we're, pro, we're pro segregation in yes. terms of sandwiches and cakes so. Is that is that also real asparagus that's uh, lined up on the perimeter of the sandwich cake? This is what happens if the fucking vegans win, okay? <laughs> this is the future. Your only options for meat is sandwich cake. No. Um, hi, have you seen Clue and Alex Jones' Star Wars prequel video? I've seen both of them. And they're both really good. Clue Alex is Jones. Good rat. Is Alex Jones' rant about uh, the prequels, about what they mean and what's going on in them, is, is a lot of fun. It's very engaging. And yeah, Clue's awesome. Uh, I hereby declare the establishment of the Grand Army of the Long. If objectivity cannot be won through critique, it shall be won by blood. Oh my god. The blood of videos from video essayists getting paused to death. On EFAP. Pause to death. Sounds like some cutesy furry thing. Like, I'm gonna pause you to death. Ooh, ooh. It's like, shut the fuck up, furry. It's like, shut oh my god. Shut the fuck up. 
Um, Anna, why does Clone Wars get so much wrong about Star Wars canon? Damn. Can't Wait. Uh, so Tim Christ has confirmed that the sandwich cake doesn't have frosting. It's mayo. Oh. oh that's God. actually disgusting at this point. Why is he even actually working? That's, that's weird. That's oh, yeah, who would much. want that much mayo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mayo and frosting. It's like, ugh. No, thank you. I'm sorry, is there shrimp on top of this sandwich cake? It is lined with it is lined with shrimp. It looks like they have uh, a, a lovely sliced shrimp. cucumber flour surrounded by shrimp. God knows what the white stuff is. <laughs> it is Wait, lined with asparagus. Not even real flour, it's 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 cauliflower Wait, I'm sorry, cucumber flour you said? Yeah, it's like it's sliced up and they they formed the slices into sort of the shape of a flower. I've heard of cauliflower flour, but not cucumber flour. Well, well. Hold on. Do you, <laughs> yeah, they're probably them? rather uncommon. Like, do you have to bake a sandwich cake, or is this just made? Like, I don't that? think you bake this because of the sandwich part. I, I don't think you might. Now, you might bake the asparagus separately and put those around the side. Then um, why would you even bother? That's just that's just an incentive. Why would you even bother? Okay, so you. You cook meat before you put it in a sandwich. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You you do so that, but like to, to make it you would cake. cook. Yeah. To get well, yeah. I think the the cake refers to the shape mostly in the construction, <laughs> but you would want to have the asparagus probably cooked for taste reasons, because you could cook it and then let it be at room temperature or chill it afterwards, and it would still taste different than a a raw asparagus. I I have to I have to. <laughs> uh, Paraphrase this guy in EFAP chat. It's a small amount of mayo for an, for an average sized person. <laughs> Assuming that's mayo, it looks kind of it looks too solid to be mayo. Honestly. Oh, rags. What if they've done something it's, to it, like to what make if it it's stick? Like oh, like if they added some like some starch or something like yeah. that to it to make it a bit know. more stick. Maybe Ooh. I don't know. I could check the I could check the uh, the recipe. So let me go to um, sandwich recipe cake. And I'll go to that image, and then I will give it a little look-see. This is from, let's see, let's click on it. This is about recipes.sainsbury.co.uk. You are the ones to blame for this. All right, so here is the ingredient. Here's the ingredient No wonder we declared our independence. I'm sorry. So 300 grams of asparagus, 300 grams of king prawns, 450... Oh, 450 grams of full-fat cream cheese. So that's cream cheese. Um, but there's also 100 grams of double cream, and I don't know what that is, so I'm going to have to oh, look that would be cream cheese and not mayo? So double cream is the British term for heavy or whipping cream. Okay, all right. Whipping cream, so, is that like a slavery thing? Yes, it's when the slaves do not... Um, it's, when you, it's when the slaves are not... Uh, the, the slave cream is not working in the fields fast enough, or you catch them ogling your wife. Damn. You get a bit of a whipping. Yeah. Uh, we have 100 grams smoked salmon slices, uh, 75 grams of sour cream, one half cucumber, thinly sliced. I was correct on the cucumber. Uh, two uh, wholemeal country loaves. So I assume that's bread. I assume that's the bread. Is that mm -hmm. um, uh, lemon juiced and zested? And one tablespoon of dill, finely chopped. It's not my fault. 
It's needless, man. Just get a bunch of sandwiches if you're gonna, like, I don't know, are you gonna <laughs> use this for a wedding? <laughs> well, I think part of it is for the, the spectacle, right? This oh, is a very interesting-looking piece of food that clearly has a lot of work put into it, and it yeah. does have an artistic quality to it. Uh, I yeah. would not let it anywhere near my mouth, and this, I, um... I'll eat an asshole, but I will not put this thing anywhere close to my mouth. This is but it the... looks very impressive. This is the uh, culinary equivalent to I'm thinking of ending things, I think. No, this is way too complicated. <laughs> um, thing is, if you were at a wedding and you're like, oh, sweet cake, and you walk up to it and you're like, wait a minute. You slice into it and you get some odd feedback from the knife. Like, is that tomatoes? Like, the knife and is tearing up. Gross. It doesn't want this. <laughs> Please don't make me cut this thing. <laughs> it smells weird. Um, but yeah, in regards to um, the Clone Wars breaching Star Wars continuity, uh, I would... We can't comment because we haven't seen it. Um, it would have been cool if Anna was here to do what she has to say on that, I suppose. I know that Theo, th th who was on EFAP, uh, actually recently finished the Clone Wars. And um, not 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 what I would call... Oh, fuck, I died. Not, not what I would call the most positive of reviews. What are right. the... You able to pull up the stream? Let me, yeah, let me. You need to hear the sounds oh, Yosh is making. What the fuck? <laughs> that... Oh, is... he's got a juice meter. Oh, I died. A juice Yoshi's meter? Got... That doesn't make sense. yoshi has got a juice meter. <laughs> he's running out of juice. <laughs> yeah, I just like oh his mouth. <laughs> We die together, Yoshi. Someone said this is a cry for help. Yes. <laughs> We're staring um, at Yoshi, Yoshi's juice meter. So yeah, uh, what I was trying to say was that uh, maybe we can get Anna and Theo on at some point and they can debate the Clone Wars while me and Rags laugh in the background. Oh great, it could be like, uh, you know, sort of... Have it take place in the middle of the Attack of the Clones coverage and the Revenge of the Sith coverage. Oh yeah, we still have to get around to that. There's a lot of things yeah. we got to get done for for EFAP. Of course, this was would have been episode 101 if not for uh, just lots of scheduling conflicts and different flim flams flying around. So many things to do. EFAP 100. If it covered everything we had planned to cover on it, probably would have been like a hundred hours. Which, by the way, is not something we're doing. Okay, and people are gonna be like, why not? Why not make it a hundred hours? No. Put it down, chat. Anyway, Mola, watch Mob Psycho 100. It's made by the One Punch Man guy. Kengen Ashura is also pretty good, but cuts a whole lot of stuff from the manga. Alrighty then. Mahler will definitely read that. Well, they said watch. Mahler will definitely watch that. That's, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, it could be, I mean, you watch a manga, right? Manga, well, manga. so the, the first part, the, the command was watch uh, Mob Psycho 100, and then they said it's the, uh, the the show has some stuff cut from the manga. I see. Which is the sad part, but I imagine it not cut enough to not be recommended. Maybe it so. cut up the bad parts. <gasps> Maybe. Wait, what is what is Yoshi one? Is it bananas? No, it's a pineapple. Got all this fucking shit I do for that that dinosaur. Left five hours ago and you're still going. Here is my love for what you are doing. Thank you very much. Glad you enjoy. 
what did you think of Brittany Venti's take on... Take on what? Just, well, it's, so they're asking ER for Britain. What do you think of Brittany Venti's take? I, I don't know what it's um, in reference to, though. Maybe it's just because she's a woman and they take shit. I don't know. Wow. I imagine she's had a take recently on something. Or maybe we were talking about some topic. I don't know. Maybe it's maybe. to do with cuties, could be. I don't know. Wow, this Yoshi is two seconds old and it's already been enslaved. Yep. It's the beauty of Mario. They make slavery okay. Play Pokemon. It's like the Bible. What? Oh my god. Uh, I think having a way to measure force sensitivity makes sense. However, I think Metachlorians were a poor implementation of that idea. Um. Well, I don't even know if they're a poor implementation because of how oddly they're defined. Yeah, like, it's really hard to be definitive on that one, I think. We don't know if Metachlorians are the result of the force in you, or they give you the force, or... Like, the Metachlorians are an emergent property of how much you study the Force, or how much potential you have. Like, I don't know. It's weird. I probably wouldn't have gone but, anywhere near it if it were me. I, I wouldn't like, have la, la, la. We're not doing that. Keep it ambiguous and vague. Uh, if you were given no chose choice and had to choose one, would you rather have your brain implanted in the body of Abby from The Last of Us 2? Tess Holiday or Lori Lightfoot. If you choose one, the first two, you can't change body shape. Oh, uh, Tess Holiday. Let me. So oh, her. A... Yeah, it's that, that's a no. And the yeah. third one was. Lori Lightfoot. Who that? Oh, um, yeah, we're gonna go with Abby. Yeah, I just I, uh, I'll go with Abby yep. with you know, those three. Lori well, wait. looks like a like actually looks like a zombie. Is the implication that if you choose Abby, you end up in the post-apocalypse, while the other two end up in Earth? Well, well you know. uh, to be fair, Lori Lightfoot is in Chicago, so you know, tomato, tomato. Mm -hmm. um, Tess Holiday is going to be dead at any point because her heart just gives up. Uh, but at least Abby is super healthy, like very strong and super healthy. It's just a bit of an aesthetics issue. Like, man, uh... You get to be pretty strong, I, I, Yeah, I'd want to be Abby, yeah. And someone would be like, you can't change that body type. It's like, well, I mean, that's just... That's not even that a bad thing. Keep, yeah. That's, <laughs> In a post-apocalypse. And if it's not post-apocalypse, it's just modern times, like, I wouldn't be an issue, really. Yeah, I mean, it's not my yeah. thing, personally, if we talk about aesthetics, but, um... I mean, you'd be healthy and strong, and that's already a very, very good thing to be. Oh, fucking useless throwers. Mario Sunshine again? Cool. I want to play that game again. Anyway, Ragu Source, I heard that Shiba Inus are not affectionate dogs. Is this true? Uh, where it's very selectively affectionate. Um, the, the fewer people who get our affection, the more valuable that affection becomes. Mm. This is Snuggles Law. And yeah, I have a it's funny that... Go ahead. Well, um, I just realized that when we talked about Anthony Hopkins not being dead, right? Uh, I just wanted to point out, Wilford Brimley originally came up when someone asked, who is that guy who's alive? And then Wilford Brimley was brought up, and then within a month, yeah, Wilford Brimley was dead. Yeah, who's that guy who's dead. alive? Wilford yeah. Brimley is the first name that came up. Okay, so you then know, if we say... So if we assume that Anthony Hopkins is dead, does that mean that we might have actually... Made him immortal? Well, yeah. I never assumed he was dead. I thought you were just talking about the actor from Gladiator who played Marcus Aurelius. 
I never said that he was dead, or and I never insinuated that he should or is dead. And I was not surprised to hear that he's alive. I assumed he was. But um, I thought that the whole point that Marcus Aurelius was being brought up in uh, in that instance was because an actor had passed away, and that was no, the, it was uh, because I was totally lost and I had no idea what was going on. And for some reason, <laughs> I thought that you were talking about who the actor was who played Marcus Aurelius, and for some reason, in that one moment. Anthony Hopkins just popped into my brain, which of course meant it came out the mouth. I mean, that's a very sensible line of reasoning, I guess. No, it yes. isn't at all. 100% sensible. I mean, that's just your opinion. Oof. I think it's a fact. I think that my opinion aligns with reality. True. And yeah, this was sent, like, last EFAB by Mario Sunshine, and it's still relevant because I haven't finished it yet. So good job, Super Chat. You future-proofed yourself a little bit. Oh yeah, that reminds me. Rags, my dogs jump regularly. Is there something wrong with you, or is it just a Shiba thing to not like jumping? So, there seems to be this, um, this... I, I feel like it's a bit of um, a misunderstanding with my position on jumping. Um, I'm fine with the concept of jumping. He hates it. Um, I'm with you there. I mean, fight the gravity, you know? Um, but... It's just that it was originally the, the thing that brought it up was Halo's jumping is weird considering how heavy you are and how floaty the jumping is. And I think that it's just a holdover from older games that got essentially it, it became a familiar mechanic to the series of Halo. So it was carried forward through um, and it was never like a big deal for me. I just I just casually mentioned that it's kind of weird. Uh, that halo floating is so jumpy when you're this 1,000 pound super soldier and armor and all that stuff. Um, that was all that it was. There's no nothing beyond that. I'm fine with jumping. I love jumping myself. It's great for crossing chasms and getting over, you know, water puddles. Getting and... over a chasm, jeez. Yeah, if you have a chasm and you have to, you know, get across it. Rags, you jealous that I get to play a game where I spray people with my juices to make them happy? Um, no, I get to live it. Oh, fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, what anime do you think is overrated? Oh, damn. That would have been an interesting one to hear his answer for. Get everybody mad slash not mad. I don't even know. What is a typically accepted overrated anime? I can't even answer that question, I'm not even sure. I think they're all fucking overrated. What about uh, One Punch Man? Is that overrated? Hmm. I don't know. Well then. I don't know. Racism. I think anime fans will fucking eat up anything as far as I'm concerned, so... I don't even know how to begin getting into what's overrated or not. I don't know. The Most anime fans have a hatred for particular animes, I find. They'll always have one where they're like, oh, fuck that one particularly. Uh, yeah, maybe. I've... How do I get water back? Is it through that? No. Fuck it, I'll just have to survive. Uh, what's the group's thoughts on the mummy, the Frasier one? Pretty good. Yeah, the I first like one's it. great. That's something we'll probably do. We're gonna do the trilogy of them for Refat movies eventually. Still need a bit more time so we can more Wait, thoroughly trilogy. forget the third. What do, you, what do you mean trilogy? I mean trilogy. I mean we're watching that There's... third one because it's fucking funny. There, there are four, good sir. I was about to say the Tom Cruise one. That's not. Oh, a, that's not a quadrilogy. Wait, wait. 
No, there was there was the mummy. There's the mummy returns, and then there's isn't there a third Egyptian one? Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. That's the Chinese one. Yeah, then there's the tomb of the. Isn't yeah. that so? Are there there? I thought there were three. Dude, I thought there were three so, Egyptian ones. The trilogy? No, no. No, it's two. Oh, am I fucking? Am I? Is the Scorpion okay. King? Yeah, but the Scorpion King's his own thing. Yeah. Okay. Because so... I thought he. I thought the Scorpion King was in a mummy movie. Was well, he is. Second. But he. So the Scorpion King is not part of the mummy stuff. Well, you could call it. It's a part of the universe, but it's certainly not in the line of oh, films. Oh, it's like a. It's like a solo movie. Well, there's. I think there are like four of them at this point. The Scorpion King movies. None of them saw the rocks in the first one. I think the only one that the Rock is in is in is in the first one, right? I remember enjoying the first one. It's probably really shit, but still. Scorpion King. Oh my goodness gracious! Okay, um, so I just googled the Scorpion King, and we've got this Scorpion King, 2002. Then we have Scorpion King 2: Rise of a Warrior. We have the Scorpion King 3: Battle for Redemption. Mm -hmm. We have the Scorpion King Book of Souls, and we have the Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power. There are one, two, three, four, five Scorpion King films, at least. Well, I'm sure they're all fantastic. And um, you said that you're not watching the uh, the 2017 Mummy, Mahler? Oh, not well, I'm not against it. I just mean that it's not the Frasier trilogy, you know? course um but yeah i mean i still haven't seen it i watched the first 10 minutes and i gave up because i thought it was so fucking shit already so that's definitely that movie's material i it it's i could barely watch it it was so dull and the story made no sense at all okay so so the scorpion king has prequels and sequels all right so following the film's release there were initial plans for a sequel with johnson to return as matthias and go up against the new villain sargon oh my god but these plans eventually <laughs> fell through and the project was shelved a direct-to-video prequel the scorpion king 2 rise of a warrior was released in 2008 with michael copen as matthias and randy couture as sargon a sequel, The Scorpion King 3 Battle for Redemption, was released in 2012 with Victor Webster as Matthias and Billy Zane as the villain King Talos. Ooh. Uh, ooh Maybe we should do uh, a Scorpion King Eva movies run I'm, as well. We gotta do Resident I'm, Evil too. Um, in the fourth film in the franchise, The Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power was released in 2015. Webster reprised his role by Michael Bean, Rutger Hauer, <gasps> Lou Ferrigno. And former WWE wrestler Eve Torres joined the cast. Will Kemp portrayed the villain of the film, Drazen. And the fifth and final film, Scorpion King Book of Souls, was released 23rd of October 2018. Zach McGowan played Matthias, while Peter Mensa portrayed the villain, uh, sorry, <laughs> portrayed the villain, Nebserek. So one of these, one of these, Scorpion King 4 has Rutger Hauer and Lou Ferrigno in it. I mean, that's just... I, uh, I want to watch these Scorpion King movies now. I'm I, I Oh, man. I'm so fucking ready for, for a Scorpion King 4 quest for power. <laughs> the amount of fucking movies we gotta watch. Wow. The, the Scorpion King cinematic universe is... Ugh. Um, please God, never have VTubers on. Uh, do VTubers is real? 
Or are they just bots and shit? How does that work again? Are they like- because I've never watched one. Is it- they're a person who speaks and then the anime avatar just tries to match what they're saying? Like through a coding and, sh and shit? I don't know, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. But if a VTuber wants to come on EFAP and they have a lot to say about a movie, you know, can we really stop them? I don't think so. Hmm. Nor would we want to. Uh, in regards to the most overrated anime, I think it's Fairy Tale. I would love to see ER destroy it, or destroy that show. Fairy Tale, and it's an EFA uh, anime? And you said it's an EFA. <laughs> I've been called a fairy, and I'm a ta I got it. Well, well. Um. Oh, by the way, you know that uh, there's a guy who sent you some, uh, I sent you art by him not long ago. Um, he did one for me. <gasps> and oh. he also did one for metal. Oh, shit. Oh, kind of looks like stained glass window art. Kind of, yeah. You able to, because uh, I've got it squared away on a different set right now. Are you able to repost the one for me as well? I'll get the other two up. Yeah, let me see. yeah, let me scroll up and grab that. Azrathor is the guy who made these. Azrathor. Um very nifty. They look really cool. Yeah. Very nice. I have blue nachos behind me. Metal has um turquoise uh circles. And Mahler is um he's in a, a spooky red forest. Yeah. Or oh, hell, either way. Like me some I was about flames. to say, it kind of looks like hell. I don't know. I just don't know. Yes, uh, they're really awesome. Very impressive. Thank you very much, Azrathor. These are coolio. I would put them in my window if I had an EFAP chapel. Or something similar. E-chap? E-chap? E-chapel. E-chap. e Yeah, it's really cool. Thank you. Uh, ooh, where am I going? Aha. Um. You cannot say black followed by man. Black? Uh, in relation to the super chats, I think. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because everyone was trying to write white man, was it? Yeah, something like that. I remember that. Which explains why you got green man. Wow, black, Asian, and white don't work, but green does. And then this one says men. Uh, red man. I can't get through any race of men, just men. <laughs> Does Bloomin um, work? I'm assuming green and Bloomin work, yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. Because red you man could works. be referring to like an alien, like little green men, mm. or you could be referring to the blue man group. Uh, exactly. wasn't, isn't red man like a way of saying Native American man? And like blue man out. references a man who is choking, so yeah, these are all unacceptable. I mean, like, the, the Peter Pan movie from Disney, they have a song called What Makes the Red Man Red. Yeah, it's a great song. Pretty pretty amazing uh, OG Disney song. They're trying to forget about all stuff like that, I think. <laughs> like... Assuming that... No, this is all built upon the premise that Tiger Lily is at least 18. Fucking hot, alright? If she is beneath that, then I don't have any interest or opinion on her whatsoever. Um... You can write long man, so there you go, that's something. Hang on, Rags, uh, are you saying that you're not like Mr. Girl? What a name. <laughs> what a name. Yeah. Uh, I am a white man. But, uh, so, 
Yeah, uh, Tiger Lily. Fictional character in J.M. Barry's 1904 play, Peter Pan. Or, The Boy Who Wouldn't Grow Up, which uh, I believe we've covered him many times on EFAP. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I don't know. You could be referring to so many people, right? What do you mean? Tiger Lily was like 11. Was she like 11? Let me see. All right, Tiger Lily age. I don't know, because it depends, because in this 1907 illustration of Tiger Lily by Oliver Herford, she is definitely, like, she, she looks very womanly. Um, and in the 1924 silent film Peter Pan, she's played by, played by Anna Mae Wong, um, who was, at the time, she was born in 1905, and this play was in 1924. Which means that she is, uh, let me do the here, five, she is 19 at the time. Um, in, so you're talking about the, um, the Disney version of Tiger Lily, right? Um, I, maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Hmm. So, yeah, Anime Wong, she's looking, she's looking good. He was born Wong Li Song. Wong Liu Song. So, yeah, she died in 1961. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Daughter of Wong Sam Sing and Li Gong Toy. Yeah. She paid less Ocean attention Man? to her film career during World War II when she devoted her time and money to help the Chinese cause against Japan. Rags, I quit oh. WoW because of BFA and have since been on and off MMOs looking for a good replacement. Do you recommend Guild Wars 2? I definitely do. I love it. I play it often. In fact, I uh, during this stream, as we were uh, casually chattering, I did my dailies. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy Guild Wars 2 quite a bit. A lot of stuff to do. Fun combat. Nifty world. Fun to play. Uh... I have an 80 elementalist, but never really got into the game much. Thoughts? Um, yeah, so one thing that happened with me was originally I bought it when it came out, played it for a while, enjoyed it. I had one level 80 character, and then I just did other stuff, and for years I basically forgot about Guild Wars 2, but earlier this year I got back into it, and now it's one of my regular games that I play. Um, it is very easy to jump right back into things, I will say that. A lot of good new additions, uh, depending on, you know, when you last played. Like, there's mounts now and all sorts of nifty stuff. Good. Short, Shortener Entertainment says, Now I'm dreading a Disney live-action remake of Peter Pan. Now you're dreading a Disney live-action remake of Peter Pan? Now is when you're doing that? I mean... I, mean, yeah. I feel like the... The cork has popped. We've had so many of these awful ones. Just like, yeah, just the rest of them are coming. There's no real way to escape it. You're never going to be good. Ever. Not there was ever. a book I read that I really enjoyed uh, called Peter and the Star Catchers, which is like a Peter Pan prequel almost or something. A side story for Peter Pan, sort of that, that sort of thing. And I really enjoyed liking it. Um, easily digestible book. Uh, you enjoyed liking it. I enjoyed liking it. Yes, I did. Um, 
and and it, it was fun fun read pretty nifty I, i'm sorry someone in chat says erg that hook movie was awful the one with robin williams and dustin hoffman i mean i liked it <laughs> i haven't well, seen it in ages it. though but did it have uh, Rutger Hauer and Lou Ferrigno? I don't like, think so. Like uh, Scorpion King 2 or Scorpion King 4 Quest for Power. Not to my knowledge, no. All right, that's mm. fair enough. Yeah. Someone's been waiting for a live action Bambi movie. Very well trained deer. It's a shame one of the actresses is going to have to get shot. <laughs> but that's going to be the, uh, it's the price of art, really. It's de True. devotion to the craft. Uh, ER, have you seen Vinland Saga? What did you think? I'm afraid. Uh, you cannot answer that now. Do, 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 do. Watch Star Wars Theory Tross review. Also, get Tyrone Magnus on. He hates the sequel trilogy. Um, oh, he was one of the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, I've he, um, seen the, some of his content, and uh, he seems like a really cool dude. Is, uh... Is Star Wars Theory the one um, who recently said like they lied to us and everything? You know, we, we covered him a bit on uh, the Nerdrotic stream, I think. Or is that someone else? I can never keep track because all the, the name, the, the channel name is a little bit generic, you know. Star Wars Theory, I think it is though. Uh, Efat Mini Jojo while Bar Woman is on hiatus. Jojo, that is definitely an ornamorm. I feel like Barwoman would definitely be a better superhero than Batwoman. I mean, most all, you know. Like, it's just if if her power is just you know doing a pub crawl every night, still oh. probably be a better superhero. See, I went to to like a metal bar, and she can make them and throw them at villains. You know. That, I mean, that like, works too. It seems like the obvious thing to think of when thinking of Barwoman. You know, even weird. Uh, when you say that uh, Batwoman has really lowered the bar when it comes to uh, our standards for female superheroes. Um, she came before Captain Marvel, right? Or did she? I can't remember. Captain Marvel always comes first. Well, I think it was Captain Marvel that came first, well, yeah. I can't but remember. Marvel never really let the villains just go the way that Batwoman does. Oh yeah, Batwoman, between the two, I would say that... Which one's the most morally... Batwoman Batwoman did lower the bar even after Captain Marvel, I'm sorry. Yeah, like, the bar sank, um, definitely. I think we um, did agree she's the worst, right? Batwoman? Like, a, mm. a character? She's like a horrible person, I mean. I think that's what we decided on. Yeah, they're <laughs> terrible. I guess it's just a matter of you know, which one? Degrees of terrible. Yeah. But she's not as bad as Abby. The worst is definitely Abby. Um, yeah, I mean, if Captain Marvel was going around punching Skrull women in the chest, going, "I hope you were pregnant," and that, yeah, that's that would be pretty bad. But mm. your favorite Jintama character—they're all great, but I have to go with Jintaki, Kagura, and Sukuryo. Well, while you're reading out that weeb speak. I'm gonna go use the loo. Well, why would you say that after I'd finished the weeb speak? Fucking ruined everything. Uh, do a Korra video with ER, Sand, Steven Universes. I mean, 
It's not something that uh, I know shit all about, but I'm, I'm up for that. If we can find some more that uh, might suit ER's interest next time he's around. Of course, we were lucky this time, because we got to cover a video with him about him. Oh, fuck, I died. Um, that video was something else. The, uh, the one that tore apart Shad for being someone who should be off YouTube. Anomaly is a criminal. Uh, ER's a comedian. Destroyed us all. Um, I did not hit her. I did not. It's not true. It's bullshit. Oh, hi, Rags. I'll have to read that out now. See, the second he leaves, he gets a high Rags. Terrible. Anyone excited for the two Joker sequels? I hope good. There's two Joker sequels. I don't think they're, they're coming. I, I don't think those have been confirmed. No. I mean, I'd I, be I, game to see where it goes, but I, I, I hesitantly... I don't want a sequel, in all honesty. Leave Arthur yeah. Fleck alone. Yeah, everyone's considered they'll probably like adopt it into a universe, right? I mean, like if they were to continue Arthur's story, make it maybe like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest kind of story set in Arkham, maybe that could be interesting. But I'd rather they just don't do it. Um. Yeah, I mean, it would be a situation of leave well enough alone, but um, I'd give it a chance if it was all the same creative team, you know? Somehow I doubt it will be as strong as the first one. But it'd be worth checking out. Um, I, Muller and Rugs from Australia. Uh, I feel like if you watched Cuties and liked it, you should be put on a watch list. You probably are, to be honest. I really uh, agree with that. We're probably on a watch list despite not liking it, just by virtue of watching it. Um, I don't blame who's ever making that watch list, man. That's <laughs> that. Keep an eye on people who watch that movie, and especially the ones who like it. Yeah, um, PSA for EFEP chat, don't watch Cuties. Coming don't. in from me and Evan. Just don't do it. Really bad I'll time. If, um... If you guys want to uh, to watch us reacting to it, though, it's on my secondary channel. Very funny stuff, but um, was very miserable to uh, sit through and edit over the course of two days. Uh, do, 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 do. You guys are still here after my shift. So proud of you boys, and you too, Anna. Doing better than Aiden. Have a glass of rhino milk on me. Yeah, ER and um, Anna stayed right till the end. Kind of amazing. Uh, really loved you twisted shells of men and women. Uh, P.S. First super chat, thanks for introducing me to ER. No problem. If you haven't seen ER's work prior, it's a, it's a fun library to go through. Just tearing media to shreds. I can't watch this alt-right-leftist podcast run by centrist conservative Nazis. I mean, you know, if you have issues with all of those policies, then yeah, I guess this podcast isn't for you. You missed a high rags, rags. Oh, hello to you. So sorry. That didn't quite go through straight away. Yeah, I, suppose, I just needed to use Lou and get a, 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 a beer. This is a fat tire amber ale. Very delicious. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. I was in a little bit of snackage. Or as they say in Japan, Snakage. Um, I got myself a Lara bar. Shockingly, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't have known this. I uh, wouldn't have bought this if I knew it. Seventeen grams of sugar per. Fuck me. Right. Really. Jeez. 
yeah. Like, ugh. So, yeah, I'm not going to be buying these. Uh, so again. you're saying it's good for you? What I'm saying is I should have I should have just stuck with the energy drinks because at least one of those monsters, which has twice the sugar of this bar, it'll last me way longer than twice as much as this Lara bar will. So, really, I'm just, ugh, man. Frank talked himself into a very tight corner. Never. Not once. Plus, even if I did, a corner is when I'm the most dangerous. So... There you go. Like, you ever back to squirrel into a corner? Yeah. They'll fuck you Fucking up. Fucking vicious. Mm, Pagey on YouTube defends Batwoman. Also, watch Elseworlds. Uh, I don't know who Pagey is, but, uh, you know, everyone's everyone's welcome to... You know, I, defending Batwoman is a tough out. sell to me, but maybe, you know. Maybe there's Page something e. there that we didn't catch. Like Page Y? Some say what flavor, Lara Bar? These ones are... Yeah, peanut butter chocolate ones. Which I assumed would have some sugar in it, because it's peanut butter chocolate, right? I didn't think it'd be this much. I assumed it's like, eh... No, like, that's way more than I thought. Fuck. So, but Rag should have grabbed a Corona instead of a Fat Tire. Hell no, Fat Tire's... This stuff's way better than Corona. Corona's fine, don't get me wrong totally fine. If I was stuck at a wedding or some bullshit like that, I would drink a Corona. More than one. But, um, yeah, this stuff's good. I think it tastes better. Can't find this pagey person. I'm curious. I, I want to find this Batwoman defender. Um, yeah, it was spelled page Y, uh, but then, if you can't find him with pagey and Batwoman as keywords, then, yeah, I don't know. Pagey? I mean, I tried pagey, but Look not... Look up pagey yeah. Batwoman. Uh... Oh, I spelled it completely incorrectly. I well, not completely. I spelled Pagey with a with an I, as if it was like a person named Page. Yeah. It's it's it, it's a uh, P A G E Y. Uh. That's what fucked me up. Okay. Um. Top five choices to be the new Batwoman. Batwoman season two from Pagey from four months ago. Is there like a, like, why Batwoman is good sort of thing, or...? Uh, I'm not seeing anything in the results for Pagey Batwoman. Oh, no, here's the channel. Uh, it, all I had to do was type in Pagey Batwoman and, and, like, all the search results are that. There we go. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, there you go. I mean, yeah, we, we'll, we'll maybe give it a look. Maybe we'll cover something with uh, Az and Jay Longbow about Batwoman. Could be fun. Absolutely, that could make for a great EFAP. <sighs> Fucking boat physics cringe. Uh, Molly, your Captain Marvel video is my favorite, and how I found you. I'm happy to hear it. It is, um, I think outside of the Rise of Skywalker Rage, it's like my most viewed video. People really like that one. Captain Marvel's not very good. Don't know if you guys knew. Uh, no. No? Never knew. I love it. Great. Mm. She's such a hero. It's time for her to rise. Or you could shoot Batwoman in the neck. She shows it off. Uh, is her neck not protected by the suit? I assume the neck is, just not her face. Your jaw is right there. Just grab it. No, all her mouth and everything. Just fucking shoot her. It's fucking, fucking hilarious because um, someone tried recently comparing uh, Batman... Uh, Batfleck deflecting laser fire from the parademons in the Snyder Cut 
to um, Christian Bale's Batman allowing himself to get shot at the end of The Dark Knight um, by Harvey Dent. I'm thinking like, well, context here is that uh, he has to let Harvey kind of shoot him because if he's like, shoot me, Harvey, and Harvey shoots him and he just deflects them, that's kind of going to escalate the situation. And um, Yeah, he wants Harvey to think he's down for the count, isn't it? Right. And uh, someone then said, well, why didn't he just try blocking the bullet with his arm or something? He's like, well, first off, uh, Batman doesn't have super reflexes like that because he's supposed to be a human. He's he's better than the average person, but faster than a speeding bullet? Well, he's Doubt right. it. Jeez. <laughs> um, but the other thing I was thinking about is uh, the, the way that Batman's armor works in that movie is not going to have the same comic book physics as uh, DCEU Batman has, I guess, where he, he just has um, really advanced armor on his uh, Batsuit that can't really exist in real life, whereas Nolan's trying to be a little bit more grounded. So if he tries to block a bullet with his arm, the bones in his arm are going to shatter. Um, yeah, I was about to say, like, he gets, like, Batman gets, like, shot directly in the back of the head in Dawn of Justice, and it, like, it doesn't, that, that in reality would either break the helmet or that would give you an insane concussion, but, like, he just walks it off in that movie. Yeah. He's got, a, he's got an exception, the Waynes, it, it, all the Waynes had it, an exceptionally thick skull um, that <laughs> they say could deflect even small arms fire. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really implausible unless you have something like Vibranium. It depends, your, uh, really. Um, yeah, you'd have to have some kind of a special bat metal something, because uh, the the blunt impact of a bullet is nothing to scoff at. It is still a still a projectile hitting you at a very high speed. Well, it's it's funny uh, that Milch. in Batwoman the the bat suit functions that way. The bat suit might as well be made of vibranium. Well, it she holds up her cape. Yeah, exactly. And hit it, and it doesn't even like sway. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Dude, that's like the toughest uh, cave fabric in existence. <laughs> that last episode was really good. That was really good. Ooh. Naruto Machete Man. It was good. It didn't feel like a finale episode. No. But it, it was good, though. It was good. <clears throat> Definitely what we sign up for, but not what fans probably do, yeah? How do well. you know what they fucking sign up for? <laughs> Uh, do you read the super chats from the premiers? Also, hi. Uh, I'll have to collect them up, I suppose. Most of them are just like, hello and uh, blank. But um, I can have a look on Moolah. Obviously, if you want a, a super chat for us to directly respond, EFAP is all the main channels, the way to go for that. But I wouldn't say it's like impossible that I can collect those up and put them into rotation, if you will. Um, scene fix for Attack of the Clones. The assassin droid is a bomb and blows up Padme's bedroom. Anakin senses it a second before the explosion. Padme falls and Anakin demonstrates his power in jumping after her. They grow closer from this. Um, are you suggesting um, the bomb blows up her whole place and she falls, like, down the city? Does Anakin move her out of the room in time, or...? Not sure. Yeah, I'm not exactly certain. Like, if, if because of an explosion... She like uh, she falls from the building, maybe because of the force of the explosion. 
but... and he dives after downwards and catches her. I don't know how he'd save himself at that point. Um, I I would I don't know if I'd do that. I think there could be more plausible ways of having that whole thing happen. Yeah, that droid should have just had a gun and then, yeah, like, not, not gone off. <laughs> like, and back to Zam after Obi-Wan hung on to yeah. it. There's, there's a lot to it change. Just that scene. Shot her and then self-destructed. And that would have been that. Oh, yay. Apparently, Zaz is going to be in season two of Batwoman. I'm really looking forward <sighs> to seeing. They already uh, ruined Tommy Elliot. Don't ruin characters that are great in Batman stories. It's terrible. Yeah, Victor you gotta Zaz. ruin something. True enough. You gotta let him ruin something. Yeah, it's just. I mean, he's already been. I'd say that he was kind of ruined in Birds of Prey, but <laughs> I mean, it's Batwoman. They can always do worse. That's the Who spirit. Yay. Um. Has anyone mentioned the animated Jurassic Park show on Netflix? Oh, dude, I oh, saw that clip that was my younger brother. It was so cheap, and I'm just... Ugh. I can't believe that that, like, actually has the Jurassic Park name attached to it. It's like, how did they... How could they afford it with how cheap that show looks? It's, money. it's cringe as hell. Where did they get that money? I don't I don't know who made that. I don't even know where the hell it came from. It's, it's insane. They should have put some of that money into the animation. Money. No, look in chat, awesome. Buller and Rags, you two do realize the scene needs to culminate with Padme surviving, an explosion would have killed her. The the question from the super chat, or the fix, clearly demonstrates that she doesn't die from the explosion. Yeah. Assuming... Also, an explosion isn't a guaranteed kill. Like, an, an explosion has concussive force, and it could have blown her back, or it could have knocked her off balance if she was on the balcony, or if maybe the explosion explosive was coming towards her and Anakin sensed it at the last second and pushed it away, which mm. gave some distance between the two, or the explosion destroys a part of the apartment which causes her to fall from it, um, or she's maybe dangling onto uh, some part of the building before you know falling. There's a lot of stuff you could do with explosions. They're very messy in that aspect so you could make it work if you if you insisted on an explosion you could make it work time for the saddest death it gave me right there flood doesn't even die it's a fake out um i'm not actually mad but it genuinely did sound like rags thought the hardcore henry requests uh came from multiple people i just wanted the doggo to notice me uwu Oh, I, I assumed it was mostly one guy, but I assumed that also some people might have jumped onto the uh, the meme aspect well, of right. it and requested it I used to do that. Well. Whenever someone said, watch Hardcore Henry, if ever it was not from the same guy, I would probably point out, like, oh, that's from a different guy. Yeah, and also, I don't I don't see the names of the Super Chats when Mahler reads them out as well. Mm-hmm. Unless he otherwise states them. He sees them in text form. I do not. I get to I get the audio format. Such as this one. Could we watch Jared's new vids? They're really funny. No, 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 no. I'm gonna I stay mean, away can. from that land, landmine, landfill, land, <laughs> land bad. He plans to make a return to YouTube in like a year's time or less. So, wow. And uh, he considers coming on EFAP the greatest regret of his fucking time on the internet. Oh yeah, we really damaged his reputation. Yeah. So, uh, can't imagine coverage will lead to anything good. 
Okay, can understand Rag's reasoning for hating Harley, but don't agree with Anna saying Margot Robbie was a good casting. Uh, it's kind of hard for me to judge because I've only seen her in films that I thought were shit, so... I wonder if it's her, or if it's... Wolf of Wall Street? No, no, I mean as Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's only been in one movie other than... Uh, if you haven't seen Birds of Prey, that is to say. So. True... Oh, she's in Suicide Squad 2 as well, isn't she? She's so... They're really... Yeah, but... I think they're, they're, they're putting a lot of stock in her as a DC character, aren't they? They really are. They're pushing that, especially with, like, the the more villainous. I think that she's kind of the face of, like, the anti-heroes, and it's like, oh, it's so cool, the villain's like, oh, okay. She's like DC's Deadpool now. Pretty much, hmm. yeah. That Filmento video on, on uh, Birds of Prey is really good. The was Oh. We cut uh, yeah, Filmento. He, he, he breaks down um uh, Jack Sparrow and Deadpool and, like, says that, like, they... Birds of Prey tried to capitalize on that. It's actually pretty good stuff. He, like, he shows a lot of examples. Yeah, I ended up agreeing with most of what Filmento said in that video, comparing uh, Birds of Prey to Deadpool 2, which is very accurate, and comparing Harley Quinn in that movie as a mixture of Deadpool and Captain Jack Sparrow, but not the Captain Jack Sparrow from the good Pirates of the Caribbean movie, um, but the uh, the fifth one. Yeah. Which is uh, like kind of where he's at a point where he's um, he's a shell of his former self. He's basically become a um, what's the, the the term is flanderization, you know, where he's uh, yeah the the one trait of no, it's like uh, there's a there's a trope called flanderization where um, a certain trait of a character becomes their only trait. Which is what happened to Flanders. Mm-hmm. Why'd you say no when I referenced him? Well, I'm referring to a trope, not a character. Where the, it, gets, it gets its name from the character. True. All right, uh, moving on. Yeah. Django. Um, Anna, do you like super movies? I heard you like super hmm. movies. <laughs> Superhero movies? Do you like super just... movies? I heard you like. Oh god, I've not played Sonic Heroes in 10 years. Possibly more Sonic than that. Sonic Heroes. Did you play it, Ranks? Nope. Just from you having I said that, I don't think I've played any Sonic game. Well, a lot of them are shit. Yeah, Including that's possibly hear. Sonic Heroes. I hear a lot of them are shit. I hear like they're almost exclusively shit. Honestly, the this first is couple a... on the Sega Genesis are good. I remember Sonic, was it Sonic Colors and Sonic Generations? I remember playing them. I thought they were good. Oh, did you beat? Um, did you beat your Mario game? I did beat my Mario game. Wow! Remember when we were super young, and like beating a video game was a huge accomplishment, and it was incredible and amazing. And now we're just like, yeah, I just went and beat Super Mario Sunshine again. You know, it's... you blast through them these days. Yeah. I don't know what's happening in this cutscene. Um. YouTube takes like 45% of the money from Super Chats. 30. I, th I think it's like, is it 35? I think it's 30. Oh, well, there you go. And it's yeah, too it's much. True. Yeah, it's a pretty tr crazy amount of percentage, but you know, it's the rules. Uh, 
Rags, I too am the oldest of four, with a brother and two sisters. What's the order in your family? For me, it's boy, boy, girl, girl. Though we've almost got an older foster brother whom we include too. Um, I'm the oldest. Then there's my brother, who's behind me by a couple years. Then there's a gap, and then there's my two sisters, who are one year apart from each other. So I guess my parents took a break, and then they just got the itch again. I don't know, but that's how that worked out. So, boom, there you go. Boy, boy, girl, girl. Mm. Oh god, no, oh, jeez. Sonic. It's Sonic been so long. All I remember my, is Sonic uh, is you hold forward and press buttons. One of my favorite uh, Angry Joe videos is his uh, Sonic Freeriders review. This shit was hilarious. I don't remember Freeriders, is that one shit? <laughs> it's a Kinect game where you're on like a hoverboard and. The... Oh yeah! The controls are apparently fucking horrible, and it's excruciating to play. In Angry Joe, I think he gave it like a one. I I feel like it should be called Sonic Free Ballers, because none of them wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck the controls. Uh, I'm just winging it here. Uh, Rags reciting Bobby, Bobby movie plots. Mola play the Luke drinking milk what the fuck clip. Hey, Rags has many passions, what can I say? What, like drinking milk? I drink a lot of milk. And reciting Bobby, Bobby movie plots. I think some of them might actually hold up. I'd be curious to watch them again. Maybe y'all can join me and we could analyze to see if Barbie, particularly Princess and the Pauper, is uh, some good tism. Hmm. I'm wondering if it holds up. If you went back in time to where you were voice acting for the Ant game, would you tell yourself to use the Welsh voice, the David Attenborough voice, or normal voice? The dig in the ground. I mean, I was happy with the, the one I did. You know? Wasn't wasn't my usual voice, it was more of a narrator one. I don't know how to do David Attenborough one, I think that would be a... Uh, it would start making the game a little goofy. Whoa! Foot tails have died. Yes. This is a very serious game about controlling ants, sorry. Exactly. You gotta make it all spooky and narrative-based, and get people into the the idea that when their ants die, that's catastrophic. What's more sad than a dead ant, really? Do you know what? I um I learned something random on uh, Reddit yesterday, or today, I can't remember. It was about bees, and how with queens, if a queen dies, they uh, feed a bunch of larvae royal jelly to, like, get them to become queens, and they give that to several, and the first one to hatch and be a queen, the rest of them are eaten. Well, you can't have a power struggle. I know, right? Bees are ruthless. Yeah, man. Imagine Insects are bees. fucking hardcore. Hey, Rags, imagine a world where we, like, grew humans specifically for eating. Oh, Wouldn't that be fucked up? Oh my up? god, Mahler, don't. I feel like if Mahler, that was a part don't. of your world building, that would be fucked. Oh, Mahler, that would that would be <laughs> a horrendous world to live in, and I feel like I would never be able to get past that if I can't yeah. learn of it. Wait, what are you guys talking about? Nothing. Uh, so anyway, moving on. Uh, Rags, rate the Barbie movies 1 to 10, don't think, go. So, a lot of it is based on memory. I can do my top couple, though, which would be Barbie as Princess and the Pauper is my favorite. Then, after that, I don't know which ones are best after that. But I would probably say Swan Lake and Rapunzel 
are uh, really, uh, really high up there. I think that Mermaidia, is, it, Mermaidia is a subset of the Fairytopia movies. Um, didn't didn't care for that one. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to be honest, not a big Fairytopia fan. I think it's fucking bullshit and girly. Uh, it's really silly. Couldn't get into it. But the other ones I quite like. A lot of it is based on the villains. Oh, Twelve Dancing Princesses was all right. Uh, I think there's some pretty huge plot issues with that one. Um, but it, it was all right. It was a good evil villain. She's no Priminger, don't get me wrong. But, you know, she, she's a bad one. Uh, she's definitely a bad one. But that's enough for that. Um, there was another one. I think it was... Um, uh, that, that comes to mind. I think that was... Yeah. Oh, Nutcracker was pretty good. I didn't mind Nutcracker at all. Wow. Yeah. The memes of Rags and Bobby are going to be great. As well, they should be. Yeah, so far they've been pretty great. Yeah, Mike, get an Eos oven. Schnell, schnell. Oh my god. Eos has like, his own like personal oven for cooking people? Or... Yeah, I don't know. Who knows what ovens are for these days? EFAP movies, baked. but with Barbie movies, please, featuring Anna. Everyone wants it. <laughs> I don't know if everyone wants it, but it's, yeah, definitely. definitely so we, yeah, well, I didn't say I didn't. I was just saying the fans, you know. Can we be sure that all of them want it? I'm not, I don't know. Because, of course, we only cover things fans want, like Ghostbusters 2016. They all love that movie. Yeah, they did want that. The numbers actually imply that they did kind of like that. Yeah, in fantasy, they, they really did like it. <laughs> I um, I forgot to ask, by the way, while bees were being talked about, EFAP movies, Wicker Man win. Uh, I keep dying on this part, boo. Um, who knows, you know? We need like a Nicolas Cage sort of run through a bunch of movies, probably. That's how oh, I would yeah. justify it. How do I head up there, Knuckles? You fuck. This is flying. Okay, fine. Fluckles? I mean... Would you rather go by the name Knuckles or Fuckles? Knuckles or Fuckles? Yeah. I believe I brought up the Fuckles in uh, Hardcore Henry as well. <laughs> um, I'm gonna... I, I say I'd rather be known as Knuckles. Oh. That's boring. Knuckles sounds like it could kind of be a... Like a... A non-derogatory name, but mm -hmm. I feel like Fuckles is just people messing around with you. And they don't take you seriously. If I'm Knuckles, I definitely want people to take me super seriously. I feel like if they're trying to um, be derogatory, though, they would just call you Chuckles. I don't know. It depends on my disposition. Uh... Community warns against Nick Cage marathons. That's true. Oh that yeah, I remember that. Can, can like make you insane. Yeah. Um, Google your real life name, Mola. The Kiwi Farms article that comes up with some truly hilarious things to say about you. It's worth a quick glance. I tend to avoid Kiwi Farms. I've only ever associated it with doxing, so I'm like. Yeah, not a place I'm ever interested mm, in going. Yeah. Not a good place as far as I'm concerned. Uh, anyone remember Swan Princess? I yeah, do, actually. I do. Yeah. Um, what is it? 
Swan Princess. Um, oh yeah, it's uh so the it's a it's an animated movie where a girl is cursed to turn into a swan like at night or something. Mm-hmm. Isn't it uh, pretty good? Pretty good cast of characters. Hmm. Isn't it an adaptation of Swan Lake? Isn't that like a like a fairy tale called Swan Lake or something? That sounds more familiar, actually. Yeah. Yeah, Swan Lake is mostly. Uh, I think it was a play or a ballet. Um, I think it was a Tchaikovsky ballet. Mm -hmm. I'm not for shizzle though on that, so don't hold me to it. But it they was, are different. It was a movie that uh, it, it's funny. There's like several scenes in it that are like blatantly uh, ripped off of uh, certain Disney movies that came out um, I mean like a long time ago but it was like it was released in I think 1994 and um, I think that it was overshadowed by The Lion King if I'm not mistaken but Maybe. Uh, I, to my memory it was solid I liked it as a kid there was a turtle in it and there was a frog Mm -hmm. And uh, there were some there were some nifty characters in there that were really fun, especially as a kid to watch. Wasn't the frog um, voiced by John Cleese? Uh, yeah, he was. The frog hmm. was joy. It was voiced by John Motherfucking Cleese. Yeah. And I think. Oh wait, was it the frog or was it the assistant, the big-nosed assistant, to the prince, like the mm -hmm. prince's? Oh, Sir Roger. Uh, no, I don't think that John Cleese did, did that guy. Okay, I, all right, I gotta check this out. Swan Princess. Yeah, double double check because I'm IMDb. operating off of like I haven't seen that movie in fifteen years. I'll, I'll say this: I, I rewatched that movie. I think last year. Sir Roger is the funniest fucking part of that movie. Um, John Cleese is the frog. Jean Bob. Okay, Jean Bob. That was it. Yeah, that's probably insensitive these days. Jean Bob. Not. Oh, holy shit! Um, the. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is that there's a there's an actor in there who is named Joel Miller. Oh. Huh. Oh wow. How about plays Bromley. I think that's the um, the fat bumbling dude that's like the comedic relief sidekick of the uh, the the male lead in that movie. Yeah, I think I, I know who you're talking about. What was the name of the villain? Um, Sir Rothbart. Sir Rothbart. Oh, it's such a great Germanic kind of, uh, you know, strong villain name. He was evil, too. He, he could shapeshift into that griffin creature. Yeah, it was... Uh, let me see. The Swan Princess. I, I have to remember. You're an asshole, man. I have Odette to remember was what... the name of the um, princess. Let's see. What was the prince's name? Um, It was Odette, yeah. The prince's name. Oh, the prince's name. I'm sorry. Derek. <laughs> Derek, yeah. I was about to say it was a really, really one of those names. It's just like, yeah, that's the... Oh, wasn't he the prince in uh, Mermaid? Uh, the Little Mermaid? Um, Eric is the name of the prince. Eric, name. not Derek. In Little Mermaid, that's, yeah. Derek is just a weird Eric. True. You know, the the Great Animal was a pretty neat-looking design for, uh, for a monster, too. I'll uh, post that in animal, chat. Yeah. The Great Animal. He was like a bat bear thing yeah yeah that was, he was a that creepy was, boy he was a creepy boy that was fucking cool oh, that's pretty creepy looking nice the great animal he fat play not, among us he got like a sword he got i think he got hit with an arrow right yes he got, yeah he shot with an arrow because i almost confused him with maleficent as the dragon who got a fucking sword thrown at her um 
My favorite part of the Swan Princess is the fact that he is defeated with an arrow, um, the great animal, of course. Um, but it's like how they have that occur is Bromley shoots an arrow at Derek. Derek catches it in the air and then fires the arrow at the great animal. Yeah. It's like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. So impractical. Much like Mulan. Milan stole it from the Swan Princess. Wow. No, I'm, I'm sorry, but the Swan Princess actually makes a little bit more sense than Mulan because at least Derek catches the arrow and he has to fire it out of his own bow. Hey, it makes sense in Mulan. They have Chi. The Chi explains it. <laughs> that was the coolest shit, watching Derek just fuck up that great animal with that arrow. Probably got his moment in the sun. It was great. And you know it what? Just, it happened. And it happened because of a fellow that was voiced by Joel Miller. Joel caused the great animal to die. Damn. Do y'all remember um, a troll in Central Park? I do. <laughs> yes. He was voiced by Don DeLuise. Hmm. I was curious mm -hmm. if anyone else remembered it. That had some nifty imagery in there. This is an I'm animation. To right? watch some of these. Yes. Yeah. I think that was a. I don't. I don't know if that was a Don Bluth one or not. Oh my god, Might I completed level one, I guess. Oh, shit. Uh, apparently, Rothbart was voiced by the guy that played uh, Curly in City, City Slickers. Um, but yeah, EFAP plays Among Us. It, uh, we'll get around to it eventually. I like the idea that we probably will get around to it by the time no one likes it anymore. And we'll be like, but, but we're playing it, guys. Nice. Uh, disregard, Hardcore Henry Guy, watch Space Truckers, Charles dances on it. Oh my god. He is, as people have coined him, the um, the Nick Fury of the EFAP universe at this point. Just keeps popping up. Um, obligatory, you massives are still going? Yes. Indeed he do. Anna's diet, Halloween candy, bread and french fries confirmed. Yeah, she had um, she had a lot of interesting takes toward the end of that stream. Yeah, she was an alien from another planet. Pretty neat. It was weird that the aliens came here just to sort of you know talk about pop culture and stuff. You'd think they would want to like do something else, but I mean, I guess they have you know their own interests. Yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take it away from them. It's pretty cool. Oh my goodness! I just saw this posted in EFAT podcast talk. You uh, recognize any of these fellows in this thumbnail here? Uh, Drinker, I hate everything. YMS. Who's the last one? Is it Ralph? Is this guy know. supposed to be Ralph? The one on the bottom right? I'm tired of angry reviewers. You know, the oh, one on the bottom right is way too masculine to be Ralph. <laughs> um, in fact, it's probably a woman. Um, I'd Aiden? Maybe it's. Could be. I don't, I don't know. I'm tired of angry reviewers. You should be. I'm curious to check this one out. I mean, yeah, we can uh, give give the opening a look. See it. Um, after oh my! Is, I don't know. Oh my God! What's hang happening? on. I got. I got to share the, the these screenshots of this comment here. Um, uh, Rags, go ahead and uh, read this out. I guess. Wait, you want to give the context again of? Um... Where this is on, so this is on the video, someone's comment, is it? I believe that this is on the video of the I'm Tired of Angry Movie Reviewers video. Mm hmm. Uh, let's see here. So, 
The problem isn't that there are too many of them, which to be fair is kind of true, but that's not the main problem. The problem is how they go about it. The attitude, the... They attitude, they attitude. They, la they, <laughs> they attitude, they lack of research, they lack of understanding of pretty much everything about the movie, missing the point of scenes of the movie, talking out of context, taking out of context many things about the movie, bringing up things that have nothing to do with subtext itself, overreacting, and most importantly, they egos and how they respond <laughs> to criticism. All right. And then the second uh, <laughs> screen cap. Um, Mahler, The Dishonored Wolf, Lindsay Ellis, Shafrilis Productions, Geeks and Gamers, and many others fall into that category. And they are far worse oh. than Nostalgia Critic at so many levels. <laughs> what? <laughs> we got put into the same category as Lindsay Ellis. And I was going to say, Lindsay Ellis is... I, and I don't Nostalgia Critic. Trying to loop in there. It's odd. I... I've never heard that take before. That they're like, I'm against the Moller and Lindsay Ellis. I'm pro nostalgia critic. <laughs> okay. Whatever works for you, I guess. That's that is a rare bizarre. creature. Yeah. Sweet to see one in the wild. Thank you, Discord folk. Uh, hmm. Why is she so aggressive with bread? What did Anna say about bread again? I've forgotten. She doesn't eat Oh, she doesn't bread. like any of it, right? Yeah, she doesn't eat, like, any bread. Any? Well, yeah, she's just got a... Sandwiches? I guess not. She, like, basically, she said she doesn't like... And Rags named a shit ton of bread, and she said no to, like, all of them. How horrid. I know. That'd be terrible. Yeah. What she I eat don't, for I lunch? Couldn't. I'm a kid. I, she just eats candy, as far as I know. <laughs> all she eats is candy. And just french candy fries. All day. Uh, candy well, this is the thing. Fries. You can't really judge her. If she's got an alien digestive system, maybe that's good for her or something, and fruits and veg are bad and stuff. And as far as I know, she's got a rockin' bod, so I guess the fries and candy are really working out. Uh, I'm <laughs> sure a lot of people are very jealous. <laughs> um, James Moore just sent a screen cap of the comments section of that video. Oh, YMS has got a comment on there? What, is it? what does this say? Sorry, I can't read it. It's too small. It says, post an angry review about how you're above angry reviews. <laughs> oh, in the, ne in the next comment, the, the next comment is, Ben, that is not how boobs, arms, or faces work. <laughs> <laughs> Very curious to understand the context behind that now. I'm curious myself. Uh, <laughs> she's a bug molar kicker now. Hey, not alien. <laughs> not all aliens are bugs. Imposter, or should I say traitor? <gasps> because TTT has a special place in my heart. I was hacked. Uh, Anna, do you like air? <laughs> Probably not. What about Henry Cavill's butt-shaped buns? Oh, I get it. Henry Cavill's butt-shaped buns. Wait, according to Damon's, it's literally just screen recording of him doing artwork while talking about angry reviewers. Um, oh, really? It's not like research or anything? It's one of those high oh, effort this... reviews, then. Oh, great. That makes it even more juicy. <laughs> oh, my cause goodness. Cause you know, whatever they say is just going to be worthless. It's going to be like off the cuff, unscripted. It's not going to be well researched. It's not going to have proper references on screen. Oh, those pesky this... angry reviews. This sounds like a gem, especially for EFAT Bingo. Oh, yeah, I mean, who knows, we may very well cover it in future. Uh, 
James Moore is saying, if you look through the comments, no one likes this video. <laughs> well, that one guy I did. I better save it, in fact. Let me grab it real quick. In this case might be covered. <laughs> I mean, I hate angry reviewers, too. I'm sure I agree totally with this guy. So. Yeah, let me save this just to be sure. 115 likes to 196. He's drawing, likes. dude. Like, did you see what he's drawing? What's he drawing? Let me show you. Oh my god. Oh, oh my god. Let okay. This is uh, this shit. is what he's drawing. Oh. What the? Oh. Okay. That. What's with the missing top two? <laughs> that's where you is stick your cock in. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the the cock tooth. You get it removed, so you can smile and suck a dick at the same time. Um. Oh, God. That that girl, she's gonna have some back problems. Very interesting imagination. I will give him. Like that. you could see how like he has enough attention to detail to know that the places where the the that skimpy suit hugs against the body, it creates an indentation. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, she's got back problems because her fucking tits are massive. It's actually kind of, ver it's very unappealing, in fact. But I'm going to save this really quick just to make sure if it disappears, I have a copy of it. That's become sort of like a, it's like just a thing you think about now. Yeah, people like to say the shit that they feel. But they don't like it as much when other people react to it. And they're like, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't agree to other people being able to see my video. Hang on, this guy apparently used to have a series called Ben Rants. Okay. According to uh, this one commenter says, you used to do Ben Rants, the hell? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this whole video is super subjective and misinformed. Oh boy. This is interesting. I'm looking at Okay, so let me show you. This is I went to his uploads. Mm -hmm. Look at these ratings. This is this is like um, Matt Jarbo level. Oh, oh dang! Oh, that Joke. little witch academia yeah. one. That's got eighty three. Yay! <laughs> Yay! Anna is a Twi'lek confirmed. The it's Dark Knight possible. has a 33% from him. Okay. Joker has a 21% from him. Interesting. Batman Begins, a 40%. I mean... Terminator Dark Fate? It doesn't dead. matter, like... He just makes videos that people really don't like. <laughs> he did a he did a Ben Rance video on The Dark Knight six months ago, and then I'm Tired of Angry Reviewers came out two months ago. How come it's just now popping up? Maybe someone found it and they're spreading it. I don't know. I Let mean, me go like to his the... about. Let's see. Let's see this guy's. Um, not Wait. just cartoons. All right, cartoons. That's his. Uh... Hold on. Hold on, defrosted robot. I don't believe you there. I have to see. I have to see this. There's no way. No way whatsoever. What's the? Thing? I don't believe it. Uh, da -da. where is it? Yep, it's there. Copy link address. I'm just, you know what? You're, you guys are just not gonna believe it if uh, if I say it. So. Oh no! Yeah, no, no, no. Oh. Why I love Captain Marvel. Interesting. Oh. Look. Seven minutes. Captain Marvel's pretty good. I will say it's just got a couple flaws, like a two-hour video's worth. Like how they 
Yeah, like everything. Yeah, Birds of Prey. That's that's not new. Southpaw. That like someone is praising that. People love that uh, movie. For Rags, <laughs> you need to see this one. <laughs> What's the problem no with Godzilla, problem. King of the Monsters? Oh, no. We can help Single him out with that one. Problem? <laughs> Man. The problem singular. <laughs> this guy could be an EFAP gold mine. We, just... we could watch him have terrible opinions and he could draw chicks with big jugs. Damn. <laughs> we found the treasure trove. <laughs> well, this is like that Zach Pope guy, the Disnoid. He's a treasure trove too that we have to dip into. Captain Marvel. I'm a feminist. What the hell? I think he. <laughs> I, I, dude, I love that title, Captain Marvel, or How I Became a Feminist. Like, what? I, what? <laughs> Let me have my quad. Oh, let's see. Oh my god, he has a Dark Fate video. <laughs> ben salutes. Joy. I assume the rants are for the, the movies that he hates because he's, he's unhappy in his uh, thumbnails for the rants. And then when it's uh, Ben salutes, he's, he's happy. He's uh, I mean, it's called Ben Salutes. It, it, you know, conclusion is right there in the title. Oh my goodness! That pesky Eggman sending a bunch of rocks after me. It's fucked up. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. So he says, Captain Marvel or how, or how I became a feminist. But this is a, a more recent video from him from uh, two months ago. Cheerleader pirates is feminist garbage. Huh. <laughs> what is this character? I don't know. He's really hitching himself to the feminist wagon, which is weird because of the art that he was drawing. You'd think that would be objectification. Well, calling of something that feminist garbage is shockingly large. Bust. Hitching himself to feminism, is it? That's, I mean, that's the confusion. Being like, "Yay, Captain Marvel's good," but this other thing is feminist garbage. It's like, huh? He says Captain Marvel, or, or Captain Marvel, or how he became a feminist, and then you know, cheerleader pirates is feminist garbage. Unless it's like, a, I guess a satire. Maybe it's a sarcastic title. Maybe it's made to make fun of people that would say that. I don't know. Well, I'm glad he's found himself. Oh god, the floor. Uh, Anna also hates the hospital and won't go. Like at all. Because I, I, I understand hating the hospital, I think. Like, a lot of people don't like hospitals in general, because they usually associate them with bad memories and stuff. And then, of course, it's filled with people who are ill, so... Yeah, he, he, yeah it's, it's full of suffering and dying, and it smells weird. However, won't go. I'd be curious if that means, like, at all. Yeah, I would hope that you would go, like, if you need surgery or if, or if you broke your leg or something. Surely. Like, I, like, I'm, like, a lot of people, they don't want to go if they don't have to because it's yeah. expensive and it's time-consuming and it's often not necessary. And going to the hospital is super depressing because it's full of dead and dying people. So you're like, ah, maybe we don't have to go there if we don't need to. Maybe I'll get over it in a few days. Or let's just go to the, like, one of these neighborhood clinics, you know, like one of these little places and I could go in and talk to a, a doctor who doesn't work at a hospital and we could sort out this spider bite or whatever it is that I've got, you know, something like that. So my dad did when he got a spider bite. He went, didn't go to the hospital. He went to a, like a clinic. Hmm. God, got him patched up. He had a cast over that thing. It was, oh, spider bites can be fucking na just nasty and horrible. Uh-oh. 
took him ages to get over it. Because he was just like, yeah, I gotta keep redressing this wound, and it's just, uh, it's a pain in the ass. Don't get bit by spiders. Yeah, no, uh, preferably don't really get bit by anything. Unless it's like something that does good by biting you. Spiders, that did, that did pretty well for Spider-Man, yeah. Yeah, true actually. Spider-Man? Uh, yeah, if a spider wants to bite me that's like radioactive and gives me super amazing awesome powers, fucking go for it. If you're out there and you're a spider, just knock on the door and introduce yourself. Say, I am an amazing, incredible super spider and I'm gonna change your life. Yes, don't feel, you know, shy or anything. Yeah. It's alright. He has a video called My Thoughts on Disney Live Action Remakes, and I'm listening to some of it now. He sounds rather lukewarm about it. Well, based on like, his thumbnails and his ratings, I have no idea you, what this guy wants. I was about to say, you suggested he doesn't love them or hate them. He's like middling. <laughs> I mean, it's I guess like, it depends why? on how pro-feminist it is. I don't Well, he wants to, I guess so. Um... Star Wars girl as top of my home ec class. What the heck is wrong with you? I suppose we'll never know. Like I said, the theory is alien. Um, it might be. Yeah, alien seems to be the... The, the prevailing theory. theorem. <gasps> Anna, were you exiled from my home planet as well? If so, wear your purple skin proud, girl. No need to hide behind that pink flashy disguise. Yeah, I agree with that. Who's, who sent that, Barney? Uh, meme repository. Who's, uh, ah. Yeah. How do I move to the next? Oh. Oh well. I'm not very good at Sonic Heroes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put it out there. You better. You're better at games like uh, Lord of the Rings: The Third Age. Oh god. You know what? I'm like the best at Lord of the Rings: Third Age. I don't know that there's a player who was better than me at that game. Um, oh. Also, to be fair, the roads in Wales are more narrow and dangerous than in the U.S. I completely understand Mola not learning to drive. I mean, is it because of your fear of roads? I don't. I'm not against learning to drive. I suppose there's no reason why I shouldn't do that. It's just a neutral at this point. But actually, buying and using a car is probably not something I'm going to be doing. But learning to drive, I can. You know, there's no reason not to do it. But I'll. Probably survive just fine without. Rags, would you teach me to drive? Yeah, I would. It will not take long. The what actual you, driving of the car is pretty simple. What would you first want to do if I visited? Teach me to drive or teach me how to shoot guns and shit? Oh, guns. We're doing guns first. You can, <laughs> guns you can learn how to drive in your homeland, but... Uh, I thought you were going to say you could learn how to drive while shooting your guns. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Yeah, like, it's... Yeah, the... I've got... Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be great. Yeah, but definitely guns first. Oh, hell, you're still going? Gonna restart the stream. Have a good night slash day, all you lovely massives. Thank you very much. Man, now I feel good that I do not have a driver's license. Thank you, Mola. Heart, also hail rags. Please rant Hi. about Sheena again. Sheena? Do you mean Xena, warrior princess? Maybe they mean what, China? How who they who they spell? How'd they spell that? I will... It's like... Uh, I don't know if it's to avoid... Maybe they thought they couldn't put China in the search thing. China? Can you not actually put China in it? I That's don't know. That's fucking crazy. Well... If you can't... Yeah, I was gonna say, I don't know. Maybe. Um, I never know. Yeah, I, I fuck China. 
You wish to fuck China? Oh. Very interesting. Mola doesn't drive because Wales is too dangerous. To drive in or just in general? <laughs> Wales is just a dangerous it's place. Dangerous. It's a dangerous place. We're in, we're in Welsh country now. Someone, someone wants a, a Mahler Rags vlog. That's huh? kind of what these are in a way. We just let it all out. Wait, were they saying they want us to do a vlog? Because I was going to say, yeah, if if they like what what's going on here, I'd assume it, it qualifies. It pretty much would be just that. Um, the ends of streams are where we a much more free flow of con dare I say it but the beginnings of our EFAPs are far more directed and on rails than the ends Buddha thunk it how do I get to the eh. okay fly me to the moon I'm almost able to control my Sanic properly you'd be proud of me Sanic oh guess I gotta destroy this dude yeah. Mola. Oh, wait, I read that. Uh, the only expectation TLJ subverted was the expectation of being better than TFA. Um. I did a hell of a lot more than that, right? <laughs> but it, it, fucking hell. Like, is it ER that isn't even sure that um, TFA is uh, not the worst? Like, a lot of people just sort of seem to agree that it is the best of the three. When sometimes you just you think about it for a little bit and you're like, hmm, I don't know. I think viscerally it feels like it must be the best. You're just like, oh, I'm sure of it, because it didn't hurt me as much emotionally. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Oh, hello. Man, I'm getting so good at this game. Bet you guys are just. Oh, I just killed myself. Rags, me and my family used to drive from Indiana to Florida. You That's used to what? Is. They used to drive from Indiana to Florida. All right. Yeah, that's all it says. Yeah, neat. Mm -hmm. Long way. Whoa, whoa, whoa! No, why? I killed myself three times in a row. Jesus. How many lives do I have? Two. Mm. Terrifying. Hmm. Uh, it's easy for Mola to walk everywhere because of his long legs. True. Oh, fucking hell. Sonic, you have no sense of self-preservation. Let me play as Knuckles now. Do you guys know Knuckles is really good at beating people up while Sonic is shit? Really? Sonic sounds like a cuck. Yeah. I don't make the rules, guys. Nobody wants to play as Sonic. Oh, you just have to tap B. There you go. I was holding it down, that was my big mistake. Oh no, don't kill myself. Uh, how do you feel about bikes? The British lads freaked me out when I told them mine does not have a beer shift. Sorry, beer shift? Um, I'm not sure what a beer shift is. I think he meant gear shift. Oh, I thought it was like a special kind. <laughs> thing, like it's called I, a may beer shift. Maybe you have a bear shift in your car. Um, if so, I'd be curious what that was, but, yeah. Um, oh, so if they meant, yeah, if they meant gear shift, uh, I, yeah, m most if not all bikes I've come across in the homelands all have, uh, a gear shift on them. Well, I would be surprised to see one without. Yeah. 
this is a good fap, Aragorn. <laughs> this is a good fap. You would know, Aragorn uh, actually guessed it on EFAP once, didn't he, Ranks? Who did? Aragorn. Hmm. We haven't uh, we haven't uploaded it yet. It's a special. Oh yeah, he he knows his stuff. That dude, he's got a lot going for him. Also, he has some opinions. Let's just put it that way. Uh oh. Didn't want to get political, but Aragorn can't resist. He has to bring the fact up that he's a king several times. But I mean, it's worth it I'm to hear him talk about um, how much he's dreading the new uh, Lord of the Rings TV show. He is not happy about that. Yeah, apparently the uh, they're like they're having casting calls about actors that are comfortable with nudity, which is uh, hmm. not Wait, the best what? sign for a Lord of the Rings show. What's the rating going to be then? Like no idea. What am I expecting here? I thought it was gonna, they were going to gun for the same sort of tone as the movies, but I guess not. Wouldn't you want to appeal to the demographic that? I mean, the this is from the One Ring Twitter. Comfortable with nudity, okay. Comfortable with nudity? <laughs> is it, Normally that should just be... It's just Lord of the Rings and nudity, it just doesn't... In your head, it just doesn't fit, does it? You're like, wait, what? Uh, no, why? Uh, I mean, generally I'm totally alright with nudity, in fact I encourage it, but don't, don't do this with Lord of the Rings. Isn't there a scene in uh, the first Hobbit movie? With, uh... You see that sweet fucking Arwen pussy. A bunch of little hobbit balls just bouncing around <laughs> here. Rags, did Super you know that there's, a, there's someone that's working on this Amazon Lord of the Rings series that was a, a co-writer on Toy Story 4? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I got to... That's a woohoo right there. In the stream. Um, so great. He was like... Uh, you know, oh, the, maybe the Lord of the Rings series will be good. I revealed, no, there's a Toy Story 4 writer working on it. Like, it's gonna be shit. It's gonna be shit. Have <sighs> some faith, Southpaw. Not everything has to be terrible. Um, everything that's made by someone that helped write Toy Story 4 is going to be terrible. Well, in fairness, you didn't understand. Toy Story 4 is about the, uh, stuff that you just don't get. You see, the first three films were for kids. Toy Story 4 was for adults. Mmm. Someone probably said that. <laughs> Someone, someone's out there who said that. Fuck, how do I do the thing? I thought it was time to let the children... Let the children play with your it's toys. It's time to let the children play. The creepiest but, fucking thing we've ever heard on EFAB, I think. But it like, is the creepiest thing I've ever seen. But the whole point Her. of Toy Story 4 is for Woody to... Like... Move away from Bonnie, so... It's not really... Time for Bonnie to play with Woody. Confusing. What, I, what confusing I'm understanding message. here is that you don't get it. That's what I'm. That's what I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just, I just didn't get it. I, I didn't like. I, I just didn't like the way that the story went. That's, that's all. I'm just mad that that Woody leaves Buzz. That's the only thing. You know, it, it it's not that uh, it's poorly written. It's not that it's unearned. I just simply didn't like the direction that it went. So, yeah, there's people like you who prevent art from, you know, really expressing itself. Also, if it's time to let the children play is the creepiest thing you've ever heard on EFAP, then let no, me No, we're not covering that fellow. guy. No. <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why that is the creepiest thing we've covered on EFAP, because we already cover fucking movie reviews, but sometimes <laughs> movie reviews 
just <laughs> enter into a different realm, unfortunately. Um, also, yeah, we finished Super Chats from last time now as well, so we've only got today's ones to do now. Um, are, don't are think we're going to be able to get through all of them. Trying, are, are, is this new Lord of the Rings show slowly but surely trying to make the porn parody Lord of the G-Strings into a reality? I would hope so. Do you think that's more of a, I don't know, virtuous endeavor? I don't know. Like, if this is supposed to be... Like, here's the thing. I, I love me some nudity. Love me some Poontang. But, man, Lord of the Rings is too good for that. It goes beyond it. Mm -hmm. And few things do. There's a time and a place for nudity. Um, and Lord of the Rings definitely is not one of them. Maybe they'll make it work, guys. Maybe they'll make it work. I mean, it's possible. I just don't think they'll be able to do it. Because I think it'll become a focus instead of a... You know, one of the... Like, a detail? Like, what are we... I'm trying to think where it could be. I mean, obviously we have Hobbit Swinger parties. Like, we know that they had, of course. Um, I mean, you'd never think that a whole hill could start rocking, but, you know, you get enough Hobbits packed in there. Mm -hmm. um, we have Aragorn and Arwen. We have Faramir and Eowyn. We have... Who else? We have... Maybe Aemir hooks up with somebody. Grima. Uh... Grima and just him, just, just Frodo just and Grima. Sam, obviously. <laughs> Bitterly, oh yeah, of course, Frodo and Sam. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, maybe when they go to the elf places, it's just nonstop orgies. Yeah, the elves are just fucking and sucking in the trees everywhere you go, even while they're forging. They're they're engorging. And know, they they, they call thing. it. Like, it's all these, they're just fucking, it's a huge group of them, and, and Elrond is like, welcome to the Orge. And that's what they could to make to it sound orge. more mythical. The Orger? Just the Orge. Oh. <laughs> uh, combining Orchard and Orgy to make Orchard. Why do you think there's so fucking many hobbits? Because <laughs> they won't stop fucking. They fuck like, well... Like hobbits. They fuck in the kitchen. They fuck during second breakfast. They fuck in the <laughs> pumpkin patch. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Just I'm a sure. big clump, a rolling ball of just elves fucking and rolling around. Do we get um, to see big troll cocks just swinging back and forth? Dude, I am on board. The trolls Swing. don't get much representation in these sorts of things. What about ant sex? Why not? No, I think when ants plant their seed, it's more literal. <laughs> but like, well, ants are kind of different than, than trees though, right? No. Well, they, what, is this some Racism. weird setup for a getting wood reference, or? <laughs> no. You being a race realist? Well, I'm, I'm just glad that when it comes to the possibilities for sex in Lord of the Rings, we're really branching out with the end. Nice. <laughs> really going out on a limb with this suggestion of yours. I think we should leave that one where it is, though. We shouldn't. My two teammates keep fucking killing themselves. Stop it. Well, maybe you should get to the root of the issue. That's, um... That's like wordplay. Because roots are with, like, to do Word Wordplay is how poets fuck. And that was. Uh, also, yeah, so to start... The, uh, the, the, the chats for, for this episode, uh, we begin with gay. Hmm. What do you guys think? Well, that's fair enough. 
Yeah. Alright. Very, very sound criticism. Mm -hmm. Rags, uh, hi. Thoughts on white women? Uh, they're alright. You know, a bit needy. Some of them are whiny as fuck, but... Wow. Yeah, they're alright. I mean, white women are the ones that uh, tend to fuck dogs the most, right? Oh, yeah. There's a weird... There's, there's a couple of people I mean, that... For, to, to my knowledge, yeah. I... We haven't got any statistics on it, but uh, we'll go from memory. It's just it's the meme that that white women are uh, are dog fuckers. It's a weird Who meme. Who fucks the most goats? Are we I... allowed to say? <laughs> I have to. I I think that we're all thinking the same thing. Yep, aliens. Aliens, yeah, aliens <laughs> just want to come to Earth so they could fuck well, up goats. Fuck all no, they would fuck the cows. The aliens would fuck the cows. That's oh, why that's why they abduct the cows. Because they want oh, to yeah. cow pussy. Yeah. Just oh, no. slamming that, slam it. They'd like to see the udders sway back and forth. It's really weird. Imagine being Whatever a person on YouTube going, yeah. who has to watch through Ethab episodes to make sure that they're monetizable. <laughs> near the end where they probably calmed down. Oh my god. If well, aliens I would actually say. A cheat code for someone like try to figure it out. I'd be like, skip the coverage section, go straight to the super chest. That's where you'll find the actual rating, probably. You know whether or not it's uh, monetizable. Because you know, f fucking goats. That could be considered something that they don't want covered on YouTube, I guess. Fucking Those goats. prudes. Yeah. Let aliens, you know, have their wishes. I don't even know what level up means. I'm okay with it though. You guys did decide to come to my birthday. Sorry, what? Not even Law and Order knows what level up means. Oh. Ow. My coins. I mean rings. Your golden hoops. Oh. What? Can you... Why do you suck? Oh, wait. Is this... Isn't this where the movie Cube took place? No. That was a cube. This is like a whole hallway of things. No, because, like, they, they find the edge of it. Like, there, there's like a wall. Hmm. Like a big chasm where it's next to. I haven't actually seen that movie beginning to end. Okay, uh, alright, Sonic, leave it to you. Sonic is so full of himself, it's really annoying. Uh, you guys did decide to come to my birthday party. Thanks for not ruining Grandma, Rex. Aw. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, that was nice of you. Uh, Long time of the year. Do your Jim Sterling impression for April Fools. God, I don't want to kill people, you know. He's um, he's an interesting one, that Jim. Uh, have you guys seen the photo of the new Batwoman? Ah, we actually covered it. That's the beginning of the stream. That person probably got what they wanted then. Good afternoon to all you gorgeous massives. High rags. Hello. Uh, the toy store you worked at as a guest for EFAP 2020? EFAP- oh, sorry, EFAP 200. Um, I don't know how I get a toy store to be a guest, but I'm willing to give it a shot, I suppose. We've had toy stores guests before, right? I'm thinking so. Yeah, it should would, be fine. Would Jared count? Is he a toy store? I mean... He's, he glued a couple to his room? wall, I don't know if that qualifies. <laughs> <laughs> um, d 2 last stand EFAB gaming stream when? 
Is that out yet? I haven't actually kept track of when it's releasing, but uh, I don't know, we could do something with that. Uh, Shag, Mary, Kill, Mike, Rich, and Jay from Red Letter Media. So, Mary, Rich, Shag, Jay, Kill, Mike, I guess. Um, I think we've done this before. I think I was kind of... I was definitely marrying Rich, but I had a... I was thinking that Mike would make really good daddy material, though. That's the thing. Um, but Jay's a handsome boy, so... Hmm, that's tough. I think I'll... Hmm. I don't know. Either way, I could see myself going. Oh, there you go. I guess I'll I'll marry I'll I'll fuck Jay and kill Mike. I guess I don't know. It's tough though. <laughs> I know it's you don't really want to kill Mike. I understand. I don't I want do. to kill any of them. Yeah. Oh God, fireballs! Uh, I want Mike to wake up and fuck me. Happy Last of Us Day, fellow Last of Us Two fans. Don't you love killing father figures and allowing their killers to live? Me too. Yeah, it seems to be a, a lot of people have still got some, you know, frustrations in relation to Last of Us. Who'd have thunk it? Little upset, not gonna lie. I would really like to know who they are. It would be nice to meet them and tell them why they're wrong. Using headcanon. <laughs> headcanon is a powerful weapon. The Jedi wouldn't tell you about it. They're just... Such an evil thing. It can let you enjoy anything. Artistic abilities that some consider to be unnatural. Pretty much. Uh, hi, Longman. I got the ant game you voiced, and it's good stuff. Can't stick around since the cinema is showing Empire Strikes Back. Also, high ranks. Oh, hello. Also, that's yeah. interesting. Glad you're enjoying it, and uh, yeah, have fun with Empire. I got to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater this uh, past summer. It was a very nice experience. Hmm. Can you wish my mother Dreama or Driama um, another happy birthday? Oh, how would you how would you pronounce birthday. Dream and then A? Dreama? Is it Driama? Driama? Yeah, Driama? it's either Dreama or Driama. Happy hey. birthday, Dreama, or happy birthday, Driama. Like, either way. Whoa, these pizza rolls are totally radical, Mrs. D. <laughs> oh no, I slipped and fell. I hope you have a wonderful birthday. Oh. Yeah, have a good one. Wait, did it, did it die? Oh, there it is. Man, I lose my rings a lot. That's what you're supposed to do on Sonic, right? Hmm? I'm glad you guys... Lose your rings? Yeah, like you're supposed to lose them. Because they're really bad. Do you have health or just rings? Just rings. When you get hit, you lose them all. And then if you get hit when you have zero, you die. Man, rings are interesting. You can get them all back, Rags. God. It sounds so dramatic. You gotta be really shit at this game to lose then. Um. You can get, like, all of them knocked out and then moved away from them so you can't pick them back up and they disappear, so. Oh. If you get a hundred of them, you get Super Sonic, right? I don't know. I don't know the Sonic lore, I'll be it's honest like with you. like Super Mario, but Super Sonic. Oh, that's not the way. Eh. In Sonic games, you always have either full health or no health. That's like saying you have one hit point. Pretty much. 
Why why is that even a thing I can do? Because it's cool. Whoa! Guten Tag, Reichenführer. Rags. <laughs> you are the Reichenführer. Oh, sick! Hello. Oh. Alright, so if I'm Sanic, surely I can do the... Oh, it only goes that high. Boring. Okay, fine. Uh, 12 hours? Are we ready? Come on, Mola, this time like you mean it. Um, I don't think we'll be able to do 12 today. Uh, it'll be another one or two I can go for before I have to leave, I'm afraid, so... We'll do what we can. Uh, Mola, can you say bubes like honest trailer guy for a meme? Peach, love, and rhino milk are my e-words. So, the honest trailer guy talks like this. Sort of. Like, boobs. Oh. They're still going, aren't they? They've been making those for like 10 years. In a world. Remember when that used to be the trailer voice? They don't do that no more. I miss those days, the overly dramatic, like, <laughs> this, this story, this agent has been traveling across the globe. And it's like, <laughs> it's so over dramatic for the movie. You're just like, okay, calm down. I'm so into this. <laughs> Can you just hit the thing? You're right next to it, Nukles. Hashtag cancel Nukles. Why isn't it going down? Oh. There we go. Sort of. Do I win? There we are. This is a Sonic game. The only winning move is not to play. True. Hey. Uh, hello all. Mola, when did you first start playing Super Mario Sunshine? That's a childhood gem of mine. Thank you for the content. Uh, that was one of three original games I got on GameCube. I always misremember this. It was either Super Mario Party 4 plus Super Smash Bros. Melee plus Super Mario Sunshine or James Bond Nightfire. It was three of those four, but Mario Sunshine was definitely in the three. And uh, I fucking loved it. The originals like... that I had for GameCube were Animal Crossing, OG, Double Dash, mm -hmm. and... I'm trying to think of like the early early ones we had um it might have been oh man i don't know we had a bunch like um custom robo and we had lord of the rings two towers yeah, yeah. lord of the rings third age we had um battalion wars there was what would turn out to be one of my favorite games of all time Bait and Kados, Eternal Wings in the Lost Ocean. Um, we had a Resident Evil 4, of course. At least I did. Um, GameStop totally sold me that when I was definitely not, you know, M-rated level. That's okay. Um, <laughs> now, what else do we have? We had Pikmin 2. Um, oh, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Yeah. Those were some of them that I recall. Oh, Metroid Prime 2, Echoes. That was fun. I like that game. They're fucking great for, like, uh... Atmosphere. 
Yeah, and, and just length of game, even when... Yeah, like, it's it was a journey, it was an adventure you went on. Yeah, nice and long. I know that someone's gonna be like, because of backtracking, they'll be like, the games were long regardless. I'll kill you. Someone said Double Dash is the best Mario Kart. Not gonna lie, it's probably my least favorite that I've played. It's only it's my a... favorite because I'm so used to it. Yeah, I, I don't really care for it all that much. It's okay. Like, um, I don't have any arguments from mechanics or anything, like, why it's superior to other ones. I just like it. My favorite one was actually the one for DS. Um, part of that was because I could play it anywhere I had my DS, but it had, I had an insane amount of maps in it, a lot of different carts and stuff, and it ran well. Belch. Um, trying to think about what was... I didn't have any Zelda... Oh, yeah, my brother bought Twilight Princess, and I didn't care for that one. Maybe it was the 17-hour tutorial, but I just I didn't really care for that game all that much. Um... Oh, um, what else do they have? I'm just trying to think back. Uh, my brother had Star Wars Bounty Hunter. Played that a bit. Yeah. Yeah. What else? Uh, we didn't have any of the Mario Party games. Uh, so I, I never I never really played any of those. What else did we have? I'm just trying to think of that. Oh, yeah, of course, Super Smash Brothers. You know those? Um, huh. Yeah, I, those, those are the ones I remember, at least. I'm sure there's some that I just am sort of blanking on. Yeah. There are some like, I, I didn't play, like, my brother had an Incredibles, Incredibles video game one, but I never played that one. I didn't care about it. I um, think oh, I played Rogue that one. Rogue Squadron 2, I had that one. That was disappointing because there were there was really shitty, like out of like you controlled a person and it was really shitty and there was almost like platforming sections with it and they were shit um so yeah that was oof, rogue squadron 2 was rough um oof. i don't know if i played that or not did you ever play resident evils on them um just resident evil 4 hmm And it got me hooked onto that game. It was amazing. Um, in fact, I might actually load it up and play it here. Oh, three, um, a few people said that's Rogue Squadron 3 is what you were talking about, apparently. All right, it, it, then it might be 3 that I'm talking about. Um, 3? Yeah, 3 was... Yeah, Rebel Strike was the one I played, and it was just fucking... Uh, it was... Some of it was good, but holy fuck, the out of... I don't know why they had to add a a whole part of that game was running around on foot, like shooting, and it was like auto-aiming and stuff. Oh! Star Fox Assault. I played a lot of Star Fox Assault. Um, what a great game. I love Star Fox Assault. That was that was actually a pretty decent shooter game for the um, for the Nintendo. Um, oddly enough, I was reminded of that because it originally started out as a flight game, Star Fox, and then they added in a, a run-around shoot-things aspect, but it actually worked on the GameCube. Wow. And so, yeah, good, good stuff. You dumbos need to play Doki Doki Literature Club. Oh, no. That's going to be the oh. new thing. Um, Fire Emblem Path of Radiance. I like that one. That was good. Um, Tales of Symphonia was okay. What I played of it. 
Um, Soul Calibur 2. I like that one. But there was also Beautiful Joe 2 was a game I played and really enjoyed. I liked Beautiful Joe 2. Um, yeah, it was uh, good stuff. Got fucking Baton Kados and Resident Evil 4. Top of that list, man. Good shit. Super good shit. Yeah, I remember getting super into Resident Evil 4. I love it. I, I ended up buying it again on the Wii, again on the Xbox, and again on the PC after that. Uh, found you now, Mola-chan. Oh, God. I'm not sure what they're referring to, but I'm spooked. Someone asked, did you ever play Shrek Super Slam? No, I did not. No. Oh, you know, I'm going to try and get my hands on a copy of the... I think it was Shrek 2 on the GameCube. We can't... I need to be able to play Shrek on Super Chat Catcher, okay? <laughs> Shrek. Oh, Shrek. Our will didn't deserve him. Oh, yes, Shrek. This one just says, ooh-woo. Rags, they ooh are your people. You know what they mean by that, right? They are my people. They are my people. King Fuck, I'm just having nostalgia dreams about going through and playing Bait and Kados. What a fucking great game with a it had a cool fucking battle system where you would use you would both defend and attack on depending on what the turns were and your character would have like a deck of cards that yeah, they'd use and they would be offense defense or both and the cards would have numbers that were associated with them that you could chain that would give you bonus damage and you also had elements that the cards had that you could chain However, negative some elements would cancel each other out. Like water and fire would cancel their damage out. Um, light and darkness would cancel each other. And since the cards had numbers, you could do like consecutive numbers. Like you could do like two, three, four, five in an attack, or you could double up on numbers and keep them the same for uh, for extra damage. And you could do this for both attacking and defending. And some critters had their own weaknesses. Um, like it was really cool. And sometimes cards would change over time. So eventually, like, a bamboo seed would become a bamboo shoot. And you could combine cards together, like food cards. You could combine them to make even better food cards, uh, almost like you're crafting food. Um, but there was a lot of really excellent stuff in the fighting, in, in, in the battle system in Bait and Kados that, I, that I, I've never, ever seen before. And I really kind of wish more games did of, but it was really cool. And it was based on real time too, how cards could change over time. So a, a card could have, like a coin would eventually become like a rusty coin or an antique coin based on the hours that pass in like the play file and stuff like that. Really cool. If anyone has like a Game Boy or sorry, a GameCube or an emulator and you want a nice long game that has really cool world building, gorgeous art, um, and as an interesting story, uh, I would highly recommend uh, Bait and Kato's Eternal Links in the Lost Ocean. Great soundtrack, too. Um, I love the soundtrack for it. Some of the battle scenes and music were dope sauce. Um, and it's fairly long. It took me about 60 or so hours to beat. Uh, a lot of stuff to collect and find and a lot of side quests and missions to do. Um, I just have my gushing moment. I just That's remember okay. how much I loved playing that game. How cool it was. What was it called again? Bait and Kados. Uh, Bait and Kados, Eternal Wings, and the Lost Ocean. What a name. What a name. Yeah, it's it's one of the few JRPGs that I actually like. 
There you have it. Fucking love it. Uh, Rags, because you show some interest in Germany, at least enough to make fun of us, would you like to read a nice book about the history before the Austrian took over? Oh. I'm not, I got, I don't have the time to read. That's the thing, I'm, I'm doing a lot of stuff, and instead of devoting time to reading a book, I'd rather be multitasking with something else. Um, honestly, um, that's kind of where I am at the moment. Yeah, they offered to send it to you, but I assume that's you saying, uh, probably not. I... I, I do appreciate it. I really do. Unfortunately, I never, like, I I feel like if you sent it to me, it would just gather dust on my shelf, and I wouldn't actually get any use out of it. Um, unless, of course, it's mine camp, in which case, send it right on over. It's good. Yeah, there's always a place on my bookshelf. You uh, read that daily, right? Every day. Yeah, every day. When you wake you up. don't want to lose track of, you know, you, you, you got to keep focus. You got to keep uh, your encouragement and um, you, you gotta stay on track. You gotta stay motivated. Um, Marcus Spixrew tweeted at me a couple hours ago and I just found it. Um, he did the numbers on uh, the, uh, like all the money that Disney has made off of Star Wars compared to what they have spent. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting stuff. You want to read this out, Rags? Fucking anime garbage. What the fuck is this? What? <laughs> oh yeah, you haven't seen that yet? No, I've never no, I've never seen this before. <laughs> <laughs> so you were saying? <laughs> um, so below that uh, is some information that uh, Marcus Spixrew sent me about the uh, how much money Disney has profited from Star Wars, and you might you might want to read this out. All right. Oh, I love me some numbers. All right. So, okay. Considering that the marketing budget is usually about fifty percent of the budget of the film, we have to add that. 275 million was the budget for Solo, so we can add about 130 million dollars more for marketing. 200 million was the budget for Rogue One, add 100 million for marketing. 245 million was the budget for The Force Awakens, add 120 million for marketing. 317 million was the budget for The Last Jedi, so we can add 150 million for marketing. 275 million was for Tross, so add 130 million for marketing. Plus, there's the $4 billion for the cost of buying Lucasfilm. Solo grossed $393 million. Rogue One grossed $1,046 million. TFA... Uh, $1,056 million. Um, what am I reading here? You said 46 I thought. Well, either way, uh, Rogue One grossed one billion and fifty-six million, and TFA grossed two billion and sixty-eight million. TLJ grossed one billion three hundred thirty-three million, and The Rise of Skywalker grossed one billion seventy-four million. We can't count how much money they made off of Mandalorian, but considering just the films, they spent five billion. 942 million 
and earned five billion nine hundred twenty four million which means they didn't break even of mm. course not toy sales and whatnot which is very interesting um no wonder they're worried yeah i'd be fucking worried too because like uh remember a bit to remember this four billion is the cost of buying lucasfilm so a billion is a thousand millions uh so yeah that's a just a re, re you know put that back into context for people but yeah toy sales are apparently a huge part of it and they're just not making toy sales that's for certain also somebody chat said rags for sure has seen standalone complex but even that too has tropes he criticizes others having yeah and as i said before it's the, the tropey anime aspects of standalone complex are my least favorite parts of it Oh, it's also worth noting that they don't get 100% of the box office. Some of that has to go to the theater. Correct. I think they only get like 65% of the box office. Mm -hmm. oh, and, and then they so, also built the theme park. Yeah, they bought, they brought, they did Galaxy's Edge. Which yeah. people aren't going to. Especially now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, man. Especially now. It's hard to think that you couldn't make a profit with Star Wars, but some companies can find a way. And again, I don't even know if this is accurate. It's interesting speculation is what I'll call it, mm -hmm. but I could believe either way, I feel. Um, yeah, they've made a crap ton of money and they're probably gonna hold on to that IP forever. So hopefully it, they just end up licensing it out to studios that will do it well. But, meh. Who knows? Who the fuck knows? Um, started watching Buffy, and even though season one is bad, I can't help but love it. Well, it's because, that's probably because season one isn't bad in the sense of um, inferior in you. It's usually, it's just bad and it's really campy and dumb. And you end up smirking a lot of the stupid shit in it. As opposed to be watching something like, well, consuming The Last of Us 2 and being like, why why is existence? What is the point? Which feels you know. malicious. Yeah. What doth life? Buffy season one is close to the kind of experience of watching Batwoman at times. We're just like, wait, what? Um, happy bad. You're not, so you're saying it's better than devs? <laughs> what devs? Devs uh, is a bullshit TV show. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah. really, it's terrible. It's like, we bad. hate devs. Fuck devs. What? Okay, where Where would I... I'm asking for a friend The internet. Here. Where could I find... The internet, okay? Um, where on the I, internet? I don't, Netflix? I don't is know. It a Netflix show? Um, probably. I've never actually... I don't know. I don't know. You might have I mean, to you say it's like, a bullshit TV show, and I feel like you can it's easily you can easily figure out that it's Netflix from there. Uh, I see what you're saying. I mean, I Netflix. have you seen The Witcher or Thirteen Reasons Why? I thought people liked The Witcher a bit. Milan or is it bad? Um, <sighs> yeah, I would say that it is because Milan, you could laugh and like it's it's almost like mesmerizingly bad in that you watch it and you laugh at how silly it is and how terrible it is but devs is trying to be a lot more serious and so it doesn't come across yeah. as it's not enjoyable bad in the devs same is way the that classic Milan is. issue of 
it's like, I'm so small. And you're like, are you though? I don't know. I don't think so. That's that Alex Garland TV show. I just looked it up. He, he directed it's Annihilation. Cool. Wrote that. Oh, okay. Yeah, but he also did Ex Machina, which is the sad part. It's good. Yeah. It's happened, man. Oh yeah, Ex Machina is fucking great. But Devs is terrible. Hmm. Like, he was not ready. I know he felt like he was, but he was not ready to explore these concepts. You think a season of TV would mean, like, he's got all the time in the world, because Ex Machina did a pretty good job despite only being, what, like, a movie? Just, yeah, just a movie. Short, too. I don't remember it being that long. Why is this happening to me? Was I supposed to press a button? Oh. Uh-oh. I only got one life. Uh, are you going to watch the Shrek holiday specials or all of Shrek is love, Shrek is life? I'm being serious, I need an answer. Also, hi Ragzamola. Hello. Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Watch all of Shrek is love, Shrek is life? I'm not just like... Is that like a meme video that's really long or something? Oh wait, Shrek is love, Shrek is life is not an actual property. Like, they didn't actually make a film called that, right? <laughs> let no, me, let me no, Google. that's a meme. <laughs> So Shrek so is love. Shrek is, it's a yeah. It's a it's a series of green text stories that often contain sexually explicit encounters <laughs> between the fictional ogre character Shrek and his children. Oh my goodness! Children who pray to him. Oh my goodness! Sure, as you guys haven't heard of this. Let's see. Let me let me read this green text here. All right. I was only nine years old. I love Shrek so much, I had all the merchandise and movies. I pray to Shrek every night before bed, thanking him for the life I've been given. Shrek is love, I say. Shrek is life. My dad hears me and calls me a faggot. I knew he was just jealous of my devotion for Shrek. I called him a cunt. He slaps me and sends me to go to sleep. I'm crying now, and my face hurts. I lay in bed, and it's really cold. A warmth is moving towards me. I feel something touch me. It's Shrek. I am so happy. He whispers <laughs> He whispers in my ear, This is my swamp. He grabs me with his powerful ogre hands and puts me on my hands and knees. I'm ready. <laughs> I... I spread my ass cheeks for Shrek. <laughs> I mean, you, you've heard this one before, right? This is the classic one. No, I've never heard it. Oh. <laughs> he kind of my butthole. <laughs> it hurts so much, but I do it for Shrek. <laughs> I can feel my butt tearing as my eyes start to water. I push against his force. I want to please Shrek. He roars a mighty roar as he fills my butt with his love. My dad walks in. <laughs> Shrek looks him straight in the eye and says, It's all ogre now. Shrek leaves through my window. Shrek is love. Shrek is life. I feel like that's the origin point for Shrek memes becoming huge. That, so that green text. Oh my goodness. This is from... 2013, January 14, 2013. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, wow. 
But yeah, um, Shrek content, you know, there's no reason why we wouldn't cover some of that, you know, in, in future. Uh, I think so. Uh, hello all, Mola, when did you first start playing Super Mario Sunshine? That's a childhood gem of mine. They repeated this one. I'm sorry we hadn't gotten to it in time before you posted it again, but, uh, yeah, we went through that one. Uh, thoughts on 80s hair metal band Motley Crue? Um, I've heard a few songs. I think they're neat. I don't really have much else to say, unfortunately. Why? Uh, I'm assuming you guys, uh, aren't familiar, don't... Don't care, or I don't know. Oh, no, I, I, I mean, the songs of... The, the, you haven't heard of them? What? I don't think so, at least. Why? Hmm. Uh, I don't yeah. listen to music. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, what, what are some of the classic songs? Um, Kickstart My Heart. It's uh, probably the, their most well-known song. Yeah. I think they've also... Apple, uh, maybe. Home Sweet Home. Maybe. I don't know, dude. I don't, I, I don't listen to it if you say. Yeah, those are both good songs. Those are the two that I know of off the top of my head. I'm tired. <laughs> it's alright. Uh, Wait, no, you the ones you know off the top of your head? Out of yeah. what pool? Out of, out of what pool? Yeah. Fuck, oh, man. I don't know. I've been up since... Uh, music or songs, or...? Oh, Rock songs? Of, of the Motley Crue songs, I guess. I yeah. gotcha. <laughs> mm -hmm. On this day, 37 years ago, the world was saved from nuclear hellfire by the actions of one Russian missile silo commander, Stanislav Petrov. I've heard that story. That's that's very interesting. I think like he was given an order that was like false about like to order a nuclear strike and he refused yeah. to follow through with the order, yeah. Wow. Really cool stuff. Oh my jeep. Okay. Fine game. Be mean. What's the range on that thing? Um, why isn't Buffy and Angel on Blu-ray yet? Uh, they're probably gonna release the, the remaster on Blu-ray for Buffy and uh, Angel's just not being redone, so... Um, they're not popular enough, I suppose, to be given such treatment. This is a gay thing to say, but please consider being nice to Chase. He's obviously quite insecure and looks up to you too, especially you, Rags. Oh, we are nice to Chase. <laughs> we are as nice to Chase as we are to everyone. Chase is great. He's a he's a funman. Yeah. Follow the rings, Sanic. Fucking useless pig with spikes. Yeah, I went there. Cheers to all of you lads. Hi, Rags. Woof. Hello. My first super chat, but I wanted to say thanks for the hours Ooh. of content. Also, what are your opinions on Dishonored? Um, I didn't play the first Dishonored that much. It was just a game that... I started and I got distracted by other things, um, but I played and beat Dishonored 2, um, and I have most of a second playthrough finish. I really liked it. I really liked Dishonored 2. It was fun to play, the stealth was uh, really nifty, I thought the world looked super interesting. Um, I, I was a big fan of Dishonored 2. I really enjoyed playing it. I would recommend it to uh, really anybody, honestly. 
I, uh, I played the first one for like half an hour, I got distracted by something, and I haven't played anything else for any of them. I'm sorry. I failed. That's... that's alright. You should play the second one. Very well. I shall do this for you. I have heard... isn't that like Jay's favorite game of all time? I don't know. Is I it? think it is. Okay, clear. Yeah. He likes Disillwarnered. Yeah. Good no, no, no. She is dual. Oh wait. Uh, do do. Remember to invite Nerdrotic for Battlefield Earth. One of the funniest scenes is Travolta saying, "While you were still learning how to spell your name, I was being trained to conquer galaxies." Yeah, I remember that. We will check that out one day, and Nerdrotic shall hopefully join us. Knock the thing down. There you go. Doo -doo -doo. Um. Did you see the Peepo animation? I can't believe you would subject that beautiful little child to the horror of that one to Last of Us 2 scene. Hey man, he protected me, okay? That's... Peepo had to. Peepo, I think, is used uh, for protection with lots of people online. Yeah, he's, a, he's a good little guy. He gets scared easily, but he's also willing to, to stand up for anybody he believes is right. And that's, that's, why, that's why we love Peepo. And he's better than Pepe. He took the qualities of his father, and, you know, he, he really ran with it. God, someone actually recreated the Shrek green text in animation, huh? Yes! <laughs> oh. Well... Here it is. <laughs> I, th I feel like I might have seen that before, and I've watched it from memory. You know, some people just... They just got... That's what they want to spend their time on, and that's... That is okay. There we go. Um, why is Maula so far left? I'm so confused. I, uh, are we referring politics, or are we talking about where I'm sitting? Because I am on the left, but I'm not as far left as Evan. When he well, no bullshit said that you're a, you're a leftist, right? I think so. Uh, it's hard to keep track of who says what these days. I said you and Rags were both very far left. And it's the far oh, yeah, and Sitch was that. like, Rags is like <laughs> leftist? Oh yeah, he was like, yeah, it, Rags, unknown leftist. <laughs> the, 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 the like, the, the, the tone in the voice of Sitch was like, Rags? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he was like, Bull is definitely left. He's like, Rags the co-host. <laughs> Rags the co-host. <laughs> this is why we're perpetually left and right all at the same time. Hello, oh, hail rags. Uh, from your personal demon, Jabble Subtleties. Oh no. The combination of memes. Oh no, not Jabble. Not Jabble. Uh, add afro equals little clown bat. Oh yeah, good one. Alright, I gotta activate some kind of switch. Oh fuck. Why does this game bully me? You know, Eggman's not very good at killing Sonic. Fucks it up all the time. At least with Bowser, his main concern doesn't seem to be killing Mario. It's more just like, oh, I guess I'll do that. Because, you know, he's busy with other stuff. How do I... How do I... have all these platforms there for you to jump on. Yeah, you'd think, like, if you were going to try and kill me, you wouldn't do that. But 
Yeah, you wouldn't give him all these ledges and platforms to crawl out of the chamber, you know? Um, hey Rags, Boulders 3 is coming out. Are you excited for some Larian goodie? Loved your Div 2 video. Also, hi Longman and guests. Hello. Thank you. Um, yeah, I am excited. Larian Studios, they made Divinity, Original Sin, uh, and Original Sin 2. Both incredibly good games that all of you should play if you have any interest in fantasy or strategy RPG games, that sort of thing. They're fantastic, very good, um, very replayable as well. Uh, so they're making a Baldur's Gate game. I don't know anything about Baldur's Gate myself, um, but just because of the company who makes it, I am very excited to give it a give it a whirl and try it out when it's uh, when it's This is my favorite podcast. I turn 26 tomorrow, and I'm glad I can catch this live. Also, high ranks. Hi. Happy birthday. That means what you. What's Sonic doing with his hand? Oh, you don't want to know. They try not is to draw like attention a, to it. Is that like a sex thing that yes. like hedgehogs do? do you, well, is is that like is that bad? I don't even, if it, I don't even know if it's good or bad. Amy, what are you doing here? Oh no! I bumped into the girl who's obsessed with Sonic. Constant me to gotcha, marry her. my darling Sonic. Amy, what are you doing here? <laughs> Sonic, this time there's no way out of marrying me. I don't want to marry a Rex. Help. Yeah, I feel like you. Yeah, I feel like he's being a bit crazy. First off, I have no idea who would marry Sonic when Knuckles is standing right there. Fuckles. It's kind of fuckles. <laughs> oh, and her name's Rose too. It's perfect. What? What is happening? Did I lose? No, I, I'm just getting stun locked. Help. This is really fun. Oh wait, her name's her name's not Rose, just Team Rose. Okay. Fuck me. I am. Wow, that was on the fucking floor. very unfun to play. It, <laughs> you'd be right to assume that. I would just—is this the game? <laughs> Do you have to use like these power-ups or? Oh, I just gotta, I'm just shooting now balls at him. Oh god, the sound of tails getting hurt is funny. I'm just gonna throw Sonic at her at, 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 at his stalker. Stop! They're doing the exact same thing back to me. It's just whichever hits first, apparently. I don't know how we... Sonic's dead? Okay. Oh, I'm dead, too. Nope, so Knuckles Sonic. is alive. Now he can't bury you. Oh. <laughs> you, <what? laughs> you highlight a good point, Rex. If I can't have you, no one can! Oh god, the fat one disappeared. No, he's not. He's alive. How do I kill you? Oh, that noise. That was so anime. Die! Jeez. Is this game turn-based? <laughs> <laughs> she keeps making the same sound effect. She goes, ah, ah. It's like, stop, please. <laughs> Someone in chat asked uh, thoughts on Matthew Matosis's Last of Us 2 review. I thought it was hit and miss, kind of. Uh, one of the one of the one of his weaker videos, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with a lot of what he said, but I think he was really easy on the game compared to how he is with a lot of modern uh, mainstream stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that if uh, the game was we won. What the it, fuck? Yeah, he clearly did better. I don't know if um, if the game was a Last of Us sequel that he would have praised it as yeah, much. Like it was the care. same game. Same game with a different title, uh, without the prestige of 
the Last of Us name branding. I don't think that he would have been so easy on it. Spent a lot of time talking about like the storytisms and emotions and themes and not yeah it's just you let that override i feel a whole bunch of stuff about the game's flaws um yeah Boy, dash through the giant sure theme park how about i get a ticket and enjoy myself oh my god casino land <gasps> oh no is this we're gonna learn about gambling <laughs> oh he's so excited uh Molesbury, Buffy Season 1 sucks. Please reassure me it gets better. Uh, it certainly does. Even if you came away hating um, Buffy as a whole, you'd still agree Season 1 is way worse than the rest. Oh. It's crazy how this random casino world was designed specifically for a rolling hedgehog. That has the power to run through rings for some reason. Is he like ringborn and it and it just makes it so he connects with ring? Pull the thing. I am pressing the B button. Don't lie to me. EFAP movies: Gladiator, Mask of Zorro, Viva Vendetta, and Scream. You know, if some of these movies, if they if they're too good, we end up just sitting there enjoying it. You don't want that. You don't want that. Well, you guys managed with the Lord of the Rings movies. We memed on them. True. I don't know how memeable everything is. You know. Whoa! Gambling! I have no idea if I'm winning. Why would the camera not be facing the opposite direction so you could see I don't where you know. were going? Is this what I want? Do I want to go down there or do I, is that death? What do you mean we have to start all over? What? Oh, I control the flippers? Okay. Oh my god, this is cancer. What is happening? Oh my god, this is... Oh man, this if is, someone is prone to seizures, then oh my god. This is giving me a huge headache. I can't imagine what it's like actually having to like engage what? with it, play it, you know? Is that where do I want Oh, do I have to get up there? Is that the where I have to be is? I thought I had to break through the fucking this stuff, but no. Oh god, this is so Am I dead? Did I win? I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> Um, everyone who says boo supports Halloween. I'm okay with this. You can support Halloween and still choose Christmas, you know? It's like supporting two teams. Because you both think they're neat. Or think they're both neat. Um, check out the BBC's And Then There Were None miniseries from 2015. Not as good as the book, but Charles Dance is impeccably cast. I like the idea that everyone just wants to recommend us Charles Dance content now. Watch more of it. Do it. Oh, is this good? Did I... I got a one-up. Mm -hmm. Do you guys know... This is funny, I read this, so I don't know if it's 100% true, but I'm pretty sure it is. Because it sounds, it sounds true. Um, Egoraptor calls one-ups one-mans. Or at least he used to. And, um, it's just like a thing. You would just call them one-mans. Like, like, because they'll... This is, in, like, classic games, it would always be, like, a picture of a dude on it, like, Mario or whatever. I'm, okay. I'm guessing that's where it came from. Um, we tried to avoid doing it eventually because it might be misogynist. Why? <laughs> wow. And I, I think there's a Game Grubs episode where he questions that, and it's just like, fucking hell. Maybe if I play as Tails, I can... Oh. Okay. 
Yeah, Uraptor's definitely uh, not quite the same as he was. Delete a whole bunch of Game Grumps episodes that were too uh, edgy as well. What? What? Oh. Alright, we're probably going to be here for a while while I just throw myself at this fucking thing over and over again, hoping to figure it out. Assuming you don't go insane from the shapes and colors and flashing lights. Clearly, this is good for those. This is. This one's called Sonic Heroes? Yes. This one up. Fuck, this is cancer. How do I get to the thing at the top? Yeah, he just said, let's go up there. It's like, that's clearly where I want to do, you fuck. How do I get up there? Can Sonic do stuff? Oh, I'm dead now. Hey, Knuckles is still in this, though. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, the boys EFAP when? I don't think we're going to be doing anything to do with the boys, but we will watch season two. We haven't seen it yet, and, uh, you know, we can chat about it. Users have this at 7.9 out of 10. Yeah, that's a. <laughs> I was about to say that's you a lie. A fucking, you think it's a bunch of Sonic fans? Who oh yeah. Upvote shit. Now you got you got to play Shadow the Hedgehog next. He's got a gun. I think I have that on on Dolphin. I think I downloaded it for the memes. Fucking, he's so cool. He's much cooler so cool than he's Sonic. Got a gun and a motorcycle. <laughs> Oh, Sonic when I went six. to images, it's got a bunch of fucking like, uh, like deviant art. Of course it shit. does. What? Where am I? Oh, is this? Yeah, this is definitely not the right way. I still don't quite understand how I get to the top of this thing. The flippers aren't powerful enough. There, I said it. Um, what are your thoughts on Dread 2012? I, I saw really it once, it. but it was I neat. Very good. Oh, Loved it. I think everybody was annoyed that it didn't get a sequel. Um, I used to be, and then I began <laughs> living in a world where sequels became a really bad thing most of the time. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with Dread just being a one-off. Yeah, let's just pretend that we did get one in an alternate universe and it was really bad. Uh, do the Shape of Water for EFAP movies. Have you guys seen that? I have not. No. no. But the Shape of Water conforms to fit its container. Are you saying that there's no point in seeing the film because we already know the end? Yeah, I know. I mean, I can't describe <laughs> the, the rest of it. The rest of it is just filler. Exactly. You just get to the end where the final punch... Get me to the other- oh, 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 is- no! Do the- do it- uh, this is- oh my god, I'm out! Thank fuck. Guarantee you there's more than one of these things. Uh, here's a message for all the Dumbos. Watch Gravity Falls, Hasbin Hotel, Hell of a Boss, Finish Hollow Knight, especially the Grim Troop, and High Rags. Hello. Uh, perhaps, perhaps all of those things. Werewolves are greater than vampires. I find vampires more interesting, but werewolves are pretty badass. You know what's the ba baddest of ass, though? Vampires? Werewolves are better. I mean, do you mean like in a fight? Yeah. Um, it just depends on the rules. Werewolf will fuck a vampire up. Not depending on the rules. Always. 
Nope. Vampires, some of them are fucking magical, man. Some of them can cast nope. some spells and shit. Nope. Not enough. I mean, it's pretty cool, though, because I get both in Halloween. No werewolves for Christmas. Haven't you ever heard of the Christmas werewolves? No, I haven't heard of those. Yeah, it's, it's really... Yeah, it's really something else. It's Sounds pretty, pretty niche. Pretty amazing. Werewolves are, werewolves are technically still living, whereas vampires are undead, right? Yes. 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 Hmm. Plus, so then, no one's excited about having... <laughs> hmm. What? what? <laughs> Carry on. What was? <laughs> no. Share with the class. No one ever ever gets a. No one ever says, "Man, I wish I could get fucked by fourteen vampires." <laughs> Who the fuck says they want to get fucked by fourteen werewolves? <laughs> oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's like <laughs> getting fucked by fourteen werewolves. Also, you're wrong. Depending on the content, people therapy, fucking love. I just need to get fucked in public by Vampires are like werewolves. completely associated with being super sexy. That's like the whole They're thing. They're not though. It's faux sexy. Wrong. It's I'm not talking about your niche it's weird it's website it's shit. I'm talking about mainstream. Fucking werewolf sex, but that's why you choose werewolves. It's the it's become very clear. Because they're they're. Well, in the in Vampire the Masquerade, uh, werewolves are absolutely way stronger than vampires. It's just one I example. said depending on the fucking stronger, content. faster, bigger dicks, man. It's just they got everything. Technically, <laughs> with like a vampire, vampire has to, to use a magic power. They have to rouse the blood in order to. What even the fuck? You what? You think turning into a werewolf as a human is not magic related? <laughs> no, no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said they have to use an ability that can even potentially backfire so that they can get an erection through rousing <laughs> blood. Technically, to, to be into vampires, you'd have to be into necrophilia. True. Oh, very true. Yeah, it seals the deal. Well, there's something else that happens with the werewolf one, but, uh... I, I, ain't, fucking no, I ain't fucking no dead werewolf. That'd be fucked up. <laughs> no, be a fucking a werewolf. <laughs> It's still a person, sort of. At that point, it's more of a human, a humanoid wolf. Well, that's like saying fucking Hagrid the giant. <laughs> no, it's isn't, not. Isn't the same because well, oh, he's not human. Especially this PS One Hagrid. <laughs> Dude, his face in that game. <laughs> I love the PS One Hagrid. <laughs> <sighs> At least, like with with a werewolf, right? The idea is there is a a human inside of it, so it has human sentience. That makes it a little that that makes the furry aspect a little less creepy. Maybe for you. I mean, they were originally human, right? Then they were bitten by another werewolf, and that's how they became a werewolf. I think I think that's how lycanthropy is typically. Um... Shown, yeah. yeah, well, again, that's, depending on uh, lore, because lichens and werewolves aren't the same thing, right? I can't remember. That that does seem far well, less... Like, lycanthropy is like the werewolf curse. No, I mean, so like Underworld has lichens cursed. and werewolves, different things. But again, not every fiction has the same rules and shit. 
That does seem far less uh, taboo than than sex with a vampire. I have to yeah, say, you you're associated with literally fucking a dead person. While in most vampire content, <laughs> they are like they move and and they're undead. They're reanimated. They're they're undead. It's yeah, but it's it's not the same experience as fucking a corpse. At least that's what it seems to be portrayed. Well, I mean, they're fucking cold, right? Are they, though? I don't know. Yeah, Put them in a hot room. They are. Yeah, they're Maybe right. room temperature isn't cold. They're not room well, temperature. They're cooler than... They're only the... Yeah, as in they're the temperature of whatever room they're in. You keep saying it as if... You have to, it depends cold, on which fucking vampire you're talking about. Oh, Vampires man, are not real. Legs. Just FYI. So... It's so studly. Vampires are gay. They sparkle. What's their, what oh god, do? we're going with Twilight Lord now, huh? Like, wow, you turn into a bat. Wow, it's very impressive. Yeah, it is. Flying is pretty fuck fucking cool. As we established in this stream, Flying's pretty useful. Werewolves don't need to uh, even change into bats. You just want to fuck them. It's just be honest. No, that's a byproduct. I see, I see right through your lies. It, it is an emergent property of how incredible werewolves are. Listen, they're both cool. You just hate vampires because they don't want to fuck you. Vampires are neat. Some of them are cool. Like the one in Van Helsing. He was cool. That What's his name? That Dracula-ker guy? Yeah. <laughs> like Dracula. What a normie Dr. choice Acula. for vampires. <laughs> when you feel like a Sims 4 bit. <laughs> Look at its right. face, it looks so sad. It's like... Oh, wow. Grab the switch, Tails. Uh, Muller and Rags, I'm writing a fantasy novel series and wanted to add the EFAP cast as cameo characters. Uh, if that's... if you're asking, like, permission, go ahead. We, we encourage all forms of... well, maybe not all. Um... But we many, many forms of artistic you know, expression when it comes to our characters and the legacy of EFAP. Yee. Fucking what is this? 14 werewolves. What? What? What is this? Why doesn't it work properly? Game! It's supposed to zoom me up. Use the... the it should have shot me up to begin with, but now I'm like down here... The, why does that seem to be slower than it's supposed to be? That's my question. Oh, fuck. Because of the um, physics. Oh, no. Diseases. Okay, I'm supposed to break through this, right? That's the goal here. This is not annoying at all, just, just saying. The Batman trailer was okay. The suit looks awful. Ooh. I disagree. Bad take. Bad take. Really? The I saw this, dude. It looks pretty nifty. I think it looks it cool. It looks like a more realistic Batman suit than most. Let me double uh, check. I guess it depends on what they're looking for in a Batman suit. Let me see here. It looks... It's definitely different. But I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. It looks rough. But in a good way. It does look real. Like it's something that you could put on an actor and send out to do missions and things. It does have this kind of practicality to it. Mm -hmm. 
it, it reminds me of a lot of um like russian weaponry where it's very ugly but in a almost mesmerizing way because it's uh, of how utility it looks you know it's not made to be beautiful it's made to serve this function mm -hmm. and so it kind of gives it this appealing quality yeah and um, it, it appears that the uh the emblem is made from the gun that killed his parents which is a uh, I don't know how i feel like, about that that's a thing from the comics at least how did he get how did he get the gun that's a good question i guess they kept it as part of the case as, and then he got a hold of it so they did know. catch the guy are well, he could have dropped the gun. <laughs> yeah, maybe he dropped. Why would he drop the gun? That sounds weird. No idea. Uh, well, I just. I'm gonna tentatively call that very silly. I mean, I. It's funny. I kind of not sure where I stand on it in general. Like putting the gun into the emblem. I don't know if that's a bit silly myself. I'm not sure. It's it. It veers on like um, I'm 13 and this is cool sort of thing. Yeah. And I wonder. It sounds like something Shadow the Hedgehog would do. Yes, that's what I was going for. <laughs> that's it. So, um, yeah, I, I guess it'll depend on how it's done in the movie, but I, I don't know. It feels a little weird. I'm not willing to jump on the, the, the hype train with that one. But the trailer cool. It possibly won't even be the case that it's the gun that killed his parents. It could just be a random gun. Could be the gun that just killed someone else's parents. It could. It could. I knew you were going to say that. Like us. <laughs> I was sure of it. Just like leave that up to speculation and not actually touch upon it, which would probably be the best approach to go for. He's buying the gun. He's like, "Do you have any guns that kill people's parents?" They're like, "Yeah, yeah, we got a few." <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. On tails, work with me. Uh, in Twilight, he mentions that he needs to practice breathing. My question is, how does he talk then? Vampires don't make any fucking sense. They do this in Buffy. Um, they comment on how they don't breathe, uh, and like the the implication is just like, oh yeah, sorry, someone needs CPR, right? And the vampire says he can't do it because he doesn't breathe, which is fucking retarded. If anything, a vampire should probably be the best thing for um, CPR because the oxygen they take in isn't actually you know processed; it just goes back out. But That's no, very true. The, when when the option, luckily it doesn't affect the plot whatsoever because someone else there can do it. It's just it doesn't make any sense why they can't. It's like surely you can. Yeah, because I, I assume in order to turn the oxygen into carbon dioxide, it has to be taking out the oxygen from the air and putting it into the bloodstream mm -hmm. and, and change cycling it out. So yeah, I don't think that it would. Yeah, I think that they they'd be very good at CPR. Um, I mean, not to say werewolves can't blow me but when it comes to pure cpr yeah i guess for it i love how that just comes up <laughs> it's like during the questions like by the way werewolves i mean if we're talking you know we've got a dichotomy here going you know i have no defenses for vampires in basically any content because they'll often make no fucking sense at all when they start to vampires can bleed and I wonder how exactly, because... So is there blood in them that's just, like, still there? But don't you... In order to bleed, don't you need to be pumping the blood? I don't think so. Um, at least to I think as bleed, long, if there's, you know, significantly. Because you, you still have blood pressure to some degree. Like, I don't imagine it would bleed much, but if you cut them, like, it would just sort of slowly but surely potentially, like, just escape because it's not a closed system like the... 
like, like the circulatory system is. It, it has an out now. Wouldn't it coagulate if it wasn't moving? That's uh, a worry. Potentially, yeah. I don't know. But if you're if you're always moving, then would the veins inside of you be moving somewhat? Or... What about when you sleep? I don't know. Oh, maybe <laughs> vampires don't have. Oh, they do. Some do vampires have to sleep? That's the thing. Yeah, the, that's a trope of vampires. They sleep so. in coffins and shit, and it's just like. Yeah, huh. I guess that's right. Yeah, they during the they, day. They sleep during the mm -hmm. day in their coffins. Yeah. Werewolves can fucking sleep wherever they want. Yeah, whatever time they want. They're still limited by the moon as to when they can be werewolves. Well, but I don't know. Not always. Sometimes they just fucking go werewolf, like uh, like in Joker. They just werewolf out. They go, they go werewolf out. Yeah. Damn. Well. And what yeah. if what if you're a werewolf, right? And if you're the kind of werewolf who only transforms during a full moon, what if you just are like sleeping? Uh, I guess I guess you kind of wake up and you go. Blah, 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 blah. Or is it like that one movie with Anthony Hopkins? Um, we where still you see that. I want to know if it's shit crazy. or not. Yeah, we can watch that one. Maybe you go you go all flipping crazy and stuff. I forget the, the premise of that man? one. I just remember they fight. I don't it's know. Benicio del Toro, right? <laughs> good old help. DJ from good old film. TLJ, that's the one. Apparently, my brain wants to get it. He is a disc jockey. Yee. Grab your friend's hands. Oh god, they're going through walls. Is there that canon? Go. The whole DJ stands for "Don't Join." I, I mean, I can't remember where I got that, that from. Pretty sure it was. Was it Ryan Johnson that said that? I don't know. That's yeah, nice. His hat says that. His hat like says on the plate. It says "Don't Join," and that's like he says that in the movie, and it's weird. DJ was like my favorite so character. Can you imagine someone it's so said clever. That? Hashtag DJ fucking DJ solo movie, please. Really a lot of people compared him to Boba Fett. They're like, he's like a he's like Boba Fett. He's like this Han Solo-ish character. He's like he doesn't. It's like whatever, dude. This is he does not have a character. He's weird. For the rest, you must fight. <laughs> what happened to you, Hagrid? <laughs> Someone asked what we do. If I've seen what we do in the shadows, no, I haven't, but I heard it's good. Oh, it's great, and you will love it if you love werewolves, my friend. Very good stuff. Oh, excellent! It's hilarious. Uh, where are we? Oh, do 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 do. I want to know how you guys would see yourselves as D&D adventures, style adventurers. What sort of fantasy class slash race would you be? I would be, um, a bard. I, I, I would enjoy being a bard. We, we talked about this once, I, but it was I think a while we've, ago. We've covered this a couple times. I always end up asking people what I would be because I don't really know enough about um, it. Um, I think you would be a, you wouldn't be like a strength-based someone. You'd be like a knowledge-y sort of... Maybe like a warlock or something like that. I'm cool with that. Um, 
but I, I'm definitely going with Bard. Uh, I like the attention-seeking performative aspect, charisma-based, um, supporty, magic-y, you know, control kind of character. Really like it. Um, as for race, I mean, I'd be a dog, of course. I'd be a, I'd be a sheepy dog. You know, just, just going at it. Just I'm going for that shit. An animus. I don't know much about the races, so but the D and D races. Let me let me look it up. We'll see what Mahler would be. D races. Um. Let's see. The dragonborn dwarf gnome. Um. I feel like you might be a. You might be a a gnome <laughs> or a no, because you're long. So you would be a. I guess you'd be like an. Yeah, the elves are typically kind of live and uh and, and that sort of thing. So yeah, you might think you'd be an elf or a tiefling maybe because you got like that spooky mauler kind of look going. Mm. Is that it then? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Alright. Uh, Angel was intoxicated somehow. Rags, you're hot. Well, thank you. Yeah, that's very kind. Thoughts on Batman 89, Batman Returns, and Batman Forever? Love the first two a lot, Love Returns more. Forever is almost as bad as Batman and Robin. Um, yeah, the Burton Batmans are pretty cool, even though... Returns is fucking is weird at times. Uh, Tim Burton getting to go a little loose with his, his flumps, but I still like it a lot. Uh, and then um, the Schumacher ones are absurd, camp, crazy nonsense, and I have plenty of fun with them. Fucking hilarious movies. Uh, there'll be ones for fat movies for sure. Actually, I want to see Arnie as Mr. Freeze again. Mr. What Freeze. killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Nailed it. <laughs> he is. Uh, <laughs> he was born to play Mr. Freeze, of course. Yeah, I wonder the kind of videos that would be made if that was released today, like in terms of ruining the comic character. I think people would embrace it for its silliness. I would hope they would. I guess. I mean, I certainly. That's. I, I do. Like, I would be like, man, more of this. Like, th these back credit cards and biker gangs and crazy corny Arnold Mr. Freezes. Like, and just go like, for it. A crazy obsession with neon. Like, there's just loads of neon lights oh, for everything, 90s. if I remember. Yeah. Way ahead of its time. Though, that I remember, and this yeah. is something I'll be interested to run a rewatch. I feel like Gotham was much more Gotham y, or at least individual as a city, than it is in a lot of uh, portrayals these days. Oh, yeah. It was like this Art Deco, grim, gothic kind of yeah. dark uh, city. Yeah. It had this really old school 50s kind of vibe to it. Nowadays, modern, like Batwoman Gotham is just fucking Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver. <laughs> I mean, it, it's just nothing interesting at all it's just city um but gotham really had an incredible 
um, kind of like aesthetic to it. Absolutely, with the big statues of men holding up pillars and things mm -hmm. like that. It's cool, dark Art Deco look. I was quite... thing. That's a fucking. I they have a car chase of that bit, don't they? They like Mr. Freeze shoots yeah. one of the statues and crashes through it and some shit. It's a nuts film. She got that um... Batgirl outfit. Not quite on the wow. same level of the original four films, but um, the uh, I'd say like Gotham has a pretty nice uh, bit of character to it in Joker. Yeah, I think so. You guys want to check out Robin's bat nipples? Oh yes, I remember those outfits. Give it to me, buddy. What? I thought that. Oh wow, that that planet look. Um. This game fucking killed me when I was looking at the bat nipples. They never give up, do they? Oh god, my team. They look like slightly higher quality Bible Man costumes. They really do. <laughs> we need to check out some Bible Man episodes. Yes, yes we do. We gotta EFAP some Bible Man. Oh, there's also animated Bible Man adventures. Yes. Bible Man animated adventures too. Oh, I, I cannot wait to see that. The animation looks so cringe. I can... I did this part already. Why do I gotta do it again? The mosquitoes in Wales are so big that Mola has to use his government-issued flamethrower to fight them off. I mean, yeah. We don't get guns, we get flamethrowers. Because apparently that doesn't count. Flames and guns are different. That's fair, right? Some right? of these names for Bible Man episodes. Blasting Dude, have... the big game master bully. What? <laughs> Terminating what? the toxic tonic of disrespect. The fibbler. What? Lambasting the legions of laziness. Damn. Bible Man just doesn't take any prisoners, huh? He's unironically a better superhero than uh, Batwoman, though. I'm sure he will be. He has a lightsaber and everything. Sweet. Yeah, he has a yellow sword. Yeah. As sword of the spirit, baby. Why is there a cap now? That didn't happen before. Okay. Silencing the gossip queen. I think that they would have like the same actor play uh with the same villain in multiple episodes, and he was always having like the time of his life playing it. <laughs> like it's actually pretty fun to watch. Yeah, I that sounds like something that would be really tough to go through if you weren't like totally on board with the whole Jesus superhero. Mhm. Mm I mean, you could also be incredibly against it and have loads of fun, right? Oh, I absolutely. Guess, yeah. Yeah, especially if you're being cheesy. You think it'd wear down on you cuz everyone's like, "Oh, right before we start the scene, let's fucking pray." To like randomly uh, quote the Bible during uh, during his fights, it's so cringe. I I, just, I love it. <laughs> It'll like give him just... a second wind. He'll like recite the Bible and then like he'll get out of the situation he's in. It's just like wow. <laughs> I just saw this. <laughs> Release the Snyder Cut of Bible Man. <laughs> <laughs> As if you guys wouldn't pay through the nose to see that. Oh, I would. I would. Believe me, I would.
It's like Michael Mann's giving his quotes to the dinosaurs. Leviticus chapter 18, <laughs> verse 22. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is abomination. Just spitting the truth. Um, That question about uh, the... Like, who would we be if we were... um. Uh, in in D and D and stuff, they said to try and ask them to other semi regular guests like Shad and a drinker and Jay as they appear. It's like I mean, if if it comes up, I suppose. But uh... yeah, sure, absolutely. Uh... Gotta yeah. Mola, how would you rate Hill House both objectively and subjectively? Also, who's your favorite character? Hi Rex. Hello. Um. So... Hmm. <laughs> Subjectively, it's so, through the roof. I really like yeah, it. Yeah, subjectively, super high. Um, objectively, it's insanely good until <laughs> the last episode. Yeah. Where it just sort of takes a nosedive. It tanks uh, just a bit. Yeah, it tanks at the finish line. Um, now, don't get me wrong. All of you should watch it. All of you should watch how insanely good this show is. It just has a crap ending. Mm -hmm. But... How bad is it to lower it from, you know, how insanely good the first nine episodes are? Complicated, isn't it? Uh... Yeah, it really is, because even though only one episode is terrible, it is the final episode, it is the ending, and it colors and it does, a lot of the stuff that happens prior. It does sort of poison parts of older episodes as well. Um, unfortunately. Oh my god, that's the end. <gasps> Uh, so, I don't know, tacitly, I'd probably go with like an 8 overall, maybe, um, because it, like, it's fucking great in so many aspects, it's insane. It just, um, fucks up on a couple of what I would call significant ones. Um, maybe 7? I'm not sure. Fuck. Oh, I'm just gonna be here forever then. If you're rating, like, just the first nine episodes, what would you rate it? Oh, nine. I, I uh, have very few things I have trouble with in terms of, like, continuity and, and, and all that. I'm quite impressed with how well-written it is. Uh, but that last episode does fuck a lot of shit up. Favorite character, Rags? Hmm. To pass. I'm thinking Theo. It's a fair choice. Mine is probably Nell. Really like Nell, but uh, I like them all quite a lot. Yeah, I, it it is kind of tough to pick. Um, because it you have a lot of options for how good uh for how good they all are, because uh, they're all so different. And what they're like, and what their personality is like, and everything that informs why they are the way they are. I'd probably pick Theo, too. She's pretty awesome. <clears throat> of course, um, you know, Black Cop is pretty cool. Pretty, pretty, pretty great. I feel more for Mr. Brimley's death than RBG's. I think that makes yeah, sense for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh... Modern Halloween may beat modern Christmas, but olden Christmas is filled with ghost stories, myths, gnomes, Krampus, Yule Logs, and liters of mead. Oh well. 
Good old Krampus. You ever see Krampus? Any of you? I have not, but I've heard it's really cool. It's I okay. Like, I mean... <laughs> the ending is like a... It's a complete mixed bag for me. I, I yeah. like loads of it, and I also think loads of it is kind of garbage. Yeah. It's funny and it's entertaining for a lot of it. It's like there's some stuff which kind of ruins things. So that's for me. Um, I agree with Red Light Media though. The sound design is amazing in that film. If you um, listen out for all the ways they like portray different things that are happening, it's surprisingly good. And they talk about how like a film like that could never win, like an Oscar or even be nominated for for that uh, category just because of it's Krampus. <laughs> it's just not gonna happen. It's like oh. Oh man, I got a horde section in this game, how about that? So, so if I just spam A as Sonic, I can kind of win. Not bad. Hmm. Finally catching live after watching all the mainline episodes. Damn you all for providing me with so many hours of entertaining conversations. By the way, weird listening at normal speed. Hi, Rags. Hey. Uh, I find that when... Uh, if you're behind a live stream, you can obviously play it at two times speed. And then when it finally catches up... For a moment, it feels like they're talking in slow emotion. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, fuck. Okay. What's wrong with your voice? Um, is the timing of Ripley's Awakening convenient? Ripley's Awakening in... Aliens? No, she's woken up. What are we talking about? Yeah, she's woken up when she's discovered. Um, what's convenient what about referring that? To? Yeah, I need to. Yeah, um, I, I assume that's not what they're referring to. Are they trying to draw a comparison to the criticism of Aang's awakening and Avatar being convenient? Or are we, are they saying that in Aliens, right before they're about to send a team to Spooky Planet LV four nine six AV twelve LGBTQ? <laughs> I think you got they, it right. Like, <laughs> and you huh? carried it on. You got it right, and then you carried it on. Um. I can't remember if this is in the extended or, or uh, in the theatrical or just the extended, but um, her waking up and telling them what happened to the Nostromo is why they send people to the, the ship. I figured I figured that might be why. Um, what's I, I guess I'd have to see the timeline. What's the time of the ship being discovered on LV-426 and them not getting contact from LV-426? Ripley being found and them sending a team to LV426. I'd have to see that so, timeline. Her kid ages and dies. Like, is it 60 years between the end of Alien and the beginning of Aliens? Meaning that uh, they obviously are aware of LV426 after the Nostromos discovered it. They've sent people there. They're colonizing it. They haven't gotten as far as the ship. They then find her through. Um, I can't remember if they say it's like a distress signal or not. And then they send people to the, the place she was describing. And then she uh, gets fired and she starts working as a like a dock thing. And then they contact her specifically to help as an advisor when they lose contact with LV-426. I think that's the timeline. I mean, like, in terms of how much time is in between all these events and when do they start and how much... I don't I'm know that we're going to sure. get specifics on that when we watch it. You have to infer. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing. I don't know if there's like data pads and stuff that have dates on them, or if there's these lines or something. But that would kind of that would determine really. Um, this is all assuming they're talking about aliens. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, this is all too. So you're you're going to get a discussion out of your super chat, whether it's the one you want or not. <laughs> I can't guarantee, but. Um, 
I assume that's what they mean, or it's what they could mean. You know, I'm, I guess I'm not technically sure. Um, does Annihilation count as a spectacle movie, and its visuals easily trump the messy writing? It's the only thing I can really enjoy about it. I don't think yeah. visuals ever trump messy writing. Like, they would never just... In the sense that the visuals in that movie are better than the writing, yes, sure. that doesn't make the movie good, though. But if you go into the movie just wanting interesting visuals, you'll get that. Um, however, um, it doesn't make the movie good. Um... Mola, please pull up the script for J.J. Abrams' cancelled Superman movie and have Rags read it. It's awful. I don't think oh. we can read his scripts. <laughs> it'll take some time. But I'm sure it is. All of our actors and... Wait, is that... I thought that was... J.J. Abrams assigned something with, with Warner Brothers to do DC movies, hasn't he? Isn't that a thing? I don't know. I, I, I could have sworn I he made a deal. I think they were, that they were eyeing him, and supposedly Disney I thought they made a sabotaged J.J. Oh. Okay. Like with, uh, with the Rise of Skywalker meddling and everything? Allegedly. What, like they wanted to make him look bad? Yeah, they wanted to basically sabotage him because the idea would be they get him to look bad, then he doesn't, uh, you know, get brought on by WB, WB gets scared, and then they don't make a successful Superman movie. That was the, like, that was uh, mentioned in the Saltier Than Crate uh, thread that was talking about like rumors from behind the scenes drama of uh, Rise of Skywalker. The one where J.J. Abrams is like, why don't you just uh, uh, say directed by Disney or something. J.J. Um, hmm. Abrams Superman movie. I feel like J.J. is almost so big and famous at this point as a director that he could come out and, and say something like that. Don't only look at okay. numbers, like Rise of Skywalker still made money. So Yeah, it still made a bunch. Um, yeah, but who knows? I don't know, but that would be like of all the things I want to know in the world. That's just there? just the story of the product. The real story of the production of that movie is, I'm super curious. I get the feeling that J.J. Abrams was not happy at all with uh, how it turned out. Yeah, dude, I want the, the J.J. cut. Yeah, I released the J.J. cut. He deserves to have his shitty vision seen I, by everyone. I, I honestly think that the JJ cut would be better than what we got, just because. Yeah, I think so. Speaking, uh, yeah. studio meddling is worse than just having one person's creative vision seen through. Uh, generally speaking, generally speaking. All right, yeah, I'll let you have that. Universally. If I, yeah, if if someone's like, you have a choice, committee made or one guy in his vision, I'd be like, I guess one guy in his vision, yeah. If I have to go with one of those. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, so I like to think there are some committees out there that are like, hey, maybe the scene where Rose, Tico, and Finn kiss, maybe we cut that. How about that? How, yeah. about, how about we don't keep that, because that's super fucking weird. And they're just like, no. It's my vision. <laughs> I need it. Yeah, exceptions can be made. For all yeah. we know, the committee fucking put that scene in. I, I'm sure Ryan wanted it, though, so. I know, but, like, committee uh, committees made... Spider-Man 3, and Amazing Spider-Man 2, and Suicide Squad the way that they were. That's what I'm saying, is that the they Jedi. could have been the ones that wanted the kiss, for all we know. That's why they're also... It's good and bad. You never quite know what the... Fucking... It's a video game. Fine, I'll play it your way. 
Oh, nearly out of lives, too. Which is bad. Um, it's called Superman Flyby. Fair enough. Mola, when is Alt-Shift-X guesting on EFAP? Would love to hear you discuss Game of Thrones and Westworld with him, as, and as always, high rags, long man bad. Hello! Um, I'm on board with him coming on. I'm not sure if he'd be be up for it or not, but, uh, sure, yeah. He's he's said on Twitter at some point, I think, that, um, he's planning on making a rant about Game of Thrones, which, fucking, about time, like, because the whole thing is he's super, super, super objective about analyzing Game of Thrones, and so even with Season 8, he was doing his very best to not shit on it. So I think everybody is like, do it, be honest with your feelings. Give in to your hatred, it will make you stronger. <laughs> we have that second channel, Alt Swift X, right? Like, where he kind of posts more stuff that's kind of subjective I think, and open. Yeah, I think that's where he's going to be popping that rant, probably, but I'll watch the show. He did, he did a, a rant on Westworld Season 2, that was pretty good from what I remember. Yeah, fucking, I, I almost made a rant for season one. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I fucking turn around? Sonic. That's the thing, I've, I've said before, but I would have been making the Westworld critique if not for TLJ uh, interrupting me. Why'd you have to be so bad? Season, did you ever see season two? No. They did. There's so much wrong with it that I barely made it through. There was something that happened towards the end with the man in black, and it's... It is such an insane scene, which ruins so much about it. Have you seen season three? Yeah, yeah. As, yeah I've heard that's even worse. I enjoyed it more than season two, but it's it's definitely as to me as season two, so it's just like, whatever. Good day, Massives. Just popping in to thank you guys for this amazing podcast. It's really entertaining and well-crafted. Also, hello, Rags. Hello! Yeah, well, glad you enjoy and thanks for the complimentos. You are gay. Damn, dude. Well, damn. You get the really nice super chats and then you get the fucking destructive ones. And it's just like, that how is... am I supposed to handle this? How are we ever going to recover? Oh, thanks, Tails. I couldn't figure that out myself. Oh, there we go. Um, Muller and Rags need to watch regular show. You guys are so much like the main characters, I don't know why, lol. So many things we have to consume, Rags. Yeah, I like regular show. That's good stuff. I don't think there's anything bad that'll come from being recommended an animal show about anthropomorphic animals. No. Especially not animated. Talk to Metal and tell him he makes me feel all fatherly, and I want to adopt him and raise him as a proper Polish boy instead of a gibbet invader. Um, <laughs> uh, so, like, well, uh, I guess I can let him know. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Um, I'm Mola. My tin can has gas in it. Light it up. Just blaze. Boom. I'm gay. Also, Mola, I'm saying these words and rags put it in me. <laughs> well, I can't be held accountable for such <laughs> such craziness. Um, oh no, spooky trains. Next Disney live-action remake pitch. The Great Mouse Detective where all the rodents eat Enola Holmes alive. I'd watch it. Also, squeak squeak, Rags. Oh, squeak squeak. Love me some, uh... 
love me some Grey Mouse Detective. That's a great movie. I've heard a lot about this Enola Holmes thing. Um, is it an, a movie or a TV show where it's like... Netflix it, thing. Movie on Netflix. Oh, it's, it's always uh, okay. Netflix. <laughs> Netflix, stop. The, uh, what's the idea there? It's Sherlock's sister? Well, uh, let me see. Yeah, it's like, so there's a young adult fiction series called Enola Holmes. Uh, it's, it doesn't share, like, continuity with the original uh, Sherlock canon, but it uses the characters because they're public domain. Mm -hmm. um, and I have to, let's see, Enola Holmes. Um, I know that, like, on, like, if you... If, on a certain Netflix app, it describes Sherlock and Minecraft as useless. So, okay. that's off to a great start. Yeah. So, fuck. I'm looking at the cover for The Great Mouse Detective, and one of the covers is this. And it makes me wonder, like, because we got this for some other Disney stuff, where it's clearly not the actual animators who made the show who made the cover. Because it's just mm. totally different, um, like especially the 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 little girl mouse, uh, forget her name, uh, but she looks nothing like she does in. Oh, in fact, um, the the gal who does my uh, doggo art, Kichiki, she's a huge Disney fan, um, and I I know what she was she was actually talking about how why is it that on so many of these Disney covers they look shit compared to how the actual animation in the show is like the animation will be good, but they'll just hire some substandard artist to do the cover uh, of the VHS box and stuff like that. I guess it's just a thing they do because I'm noticing it here. But oh, uh, the Radigan and Basil of Baker Street. What a great um, Enola Holmes is better. Great movie. Clearly. Radigan was a fucking scary rat man he was mm. Dude, not a good rat a big fan. <laughs> he's not a good rat um yeah unfortunately i've not got a lot of time left so i'm probably gonna try and uh, cross it off there rags and i will probably be doing a stream on wednesday if possible to catch up um yeah whenever we can get one in yeah but of course it's been fun i guess i'll uh i'll continue sonic heroes <laughs> next time we <laughs> Dude, catch up. What a tismy game. I'm sure I'm just really bad at it. It's fine. Uh, but, yeah, before we do any kind of heading out, I, um... I suppose, uh, Evan, Southport, whoever wishes to go first, if you'd like to talk about where people can find you and what you do on your channels. Go ahead, Evan. Uh, my channel is Evan Monroe. I haven't posted anything new yet. Um, I am possibly planning a video on the last of us part two i've got an idea for a script i need to redraft it and i need to play the game again get some footage but i might do a video on the last of us part two which talks about um certain subjects in it and uh, compare it to movies uh, to like prove my points so um don't know when that'll be out but in the meantime the stuff on my channel is already there and my newest video is the cinema wins video how do you find your response to that? Like, uh, everyone's response to that. How do you find the discussion and stuff? Because I thought it was a pretty good video. Oh, thank you. I uh, it's it's been pretty good. Uh, funnily, funnily enough, more people have been 
defending cinema sins than cinema wins in the comments they're like cinema sins is just for comedy it's like I, i'd imagine more people like cinema wins is just for fun but apparently more people are on cinema sins side so yeah but it's uh it's been getting decent views so yeah have you got anything from cinema wins saying fuck you <laughs> <laughs> probably at some point but yeah it's it's getting a good conversation going nonetheless but yeah well yeah um check out the channel link in description and in chat and what do you do southpaw hmm well not a whole lot these days because i i'm working on a very long video on last was part two i'm going to tear that to shreds i will tear it down to its last atom i'm going to cover everything i'm not going to leave any stone unturned um and that's going to take a while because i still have a script to finish and then i've got to subclip all of my footage from a an offline playthrough that i did and uh, i'll be sending highlights of that footage to Mahler for his video and Mahler, i think you're going to be uh subclipping your footage and sending some to me too right Oh, we'll probably pool our examples of um, shitty AI or... Uh, shitty AI, uh, headshots that are missed when oh. because of the shitty aim sway. Um, yeah, I'm going to go in, in depth on gameplay aspects that I wasn't expecting to go in depth on, like playing Last of Us 1 and then 2 side by side and seeing what the aim sway is like even when upgraded. It's such shit. It's like unbearable to play, uh, given that it's a it's a PlayStation exclusive game. It's not like you have the option of using a keyboard and mouse. Um, so, given that there's that stuff to deconstruct, as well as the story, and like I said, there's certain plot elements that are so terrible that it it's going to take more than I think the Joel section might be like twenty thousand words alone by the time I'm finished with it. Um, there's a lot of counter arguments that i want to to make in response to defenses like you're just mad that jill's dead that's the that's the only thing that you're mad at that. like okay well i mean i'm more mad that the execution is nonsensical um as we laid out earlier Mahler, it's like yeah you can kill him off two minutes into the game and you can kill him off brutally and unceremoniously just have it make sense you know, and uh, I'll outline why it doesn't make sense. I'll compare it to deaths of characters I really loved in other forms of media, other stories, and yet we still got a good story out of it because the setup for it made sense. Um, and in the description on uh, in in the stream is my live stream channel where I will be streaming playthroughs of video games as well as uploading uh, the South podcast. That's the New Home of the South podcast, um, where we are irregularly streaming and uploading. But our most recent one was a coverage of Cuties with uh, the Critical Drinker and Anna um, following us watching the movie itself with the Thought Theater, So, um, who was also in the latest South podcast. So lots of, uh, lots of fun little EFAP EU shenanigans to be found on, on the South podcast. Yeah, there you go. If you're, if you're out of EFAP episodes and you're thinking, what can I do with my life? You can check out some other podcasts. It seems like everybody's got a podcast these days, huh? Pretty much. You guys are uh, are trendsetters. Oh, we're like the th a billion billionth podcast. <laughs> but, uh... I, I mean, oh. like, I'm seeing a lot of, like, spinoffs of this podcast, though. 
Well, none of them look as swanky as us with this graphic, do they? That's what sets us apart. Yeah. Does, does your title have moving red bits on it? I don't think so. No, they def definitely not. It, we definitely weren't the first that did that. Absolutely not. That's, yeah, the pioneer of objectivism. That is true. Yeah. I, I, I just know that you saw that like, ooh, we need the, the EFAP logo animated. It was, um, I can't remember whose idea it was out of myself or Rags or the Artist, but either way, it turned out pretty cool. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, yeah. it looks good. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I think it's a lot better than the, uh, the original logo, even though the original logo was perfectly fine. The, uh, well, I mean, it's the same logo, it's just the, the red stuff moves. <laughs> well, it's just, it's aesthetically pleasing, kind of like mm -hmm. uh, looking at the Aurora Borealis. Um, yeah, I, I think so. Uh, as for the future, we've got more EFAP minis and movies being being cut up and, and sorted out. I'm working on uh, The Last of Us 2 video pretty much entirely now, but um, we've also got some Lots of things me, me and Rags are up to, uh, with lots of different people, especially for Spooky Ween. I'm gonna try and get some get some specials going, you know? Watch some spooky stuff. In fact... Spooky. Oh wait, the next EFAP will be spooky. Oh! Yeah, because it'll be on Good the map. 3rd. So yeah, mm. uh, who knows what'll happen? It'll be exciting. Either way, uh, thank you, Mr. Internet Janitor, who 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 left uh, a little while back for coming on. That was, that was fun. We... we mm -hmm. Another person in the in the big book of people who came on after being checked out, and I think the conversation was absolutely civil once again. Not trying yeah, to kill each other. Absolutely. And Good of sport. course, uh, thank you, Evan Rags and Southport for all hanging out uh, for, for for this for this long, as per usual. I don't even know how long this one actually is. I've I've kind of my time is yeah, all about fucked up. Eight hours. Yeah, it's um. We're finishing up where we would normally finish up. It's just that we started a little bit later, so it's like... Are we at nine, did you say? Sorry? Eight? Uh, is we at what now? We are... Oh yeah, eight and a half hours. Damn, that's longer than I actually thought. Either way, yeah. uh, thank you all for the very kind donations. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, catch up with them. Like I said, we'll have a stream. Uh, Rags and I will sort it right out. And thank you for watching. That's about it. Anything else before we head off? No, thanks for watching. Hope you guys had a good time listening in, and we will catch you soonish, whenever that may be, and for whatever reason. Yes. Oh well. Good night. Good night. Good night. Not ever. Later. Later.